the Weird Science Studios, where we're currently channeling the Sage Force to bring you all that we know about the DC books this week. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is episode number 203 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm channeling the Still Force. Uh, I'm still here. Did I say here. 203? Yeah, I think you did. Did I say 203? That's I'm no Sage Force. What are you? That's the dummy <laughs> you force. Have some empathy. Come on, man. We're channeling the Sage Force oh, here. Oh, my. I have empathy for you there. There you go. There's your empathy for you, the Sage Force. Do we even know what that means? Or how no, dare you? I just wanted how to put that in there to piss you off there. playing games. How dare you throw a wrench in there and mess up your own <laughs> intro by trying to play your games? You keep playing those games. Hi, one and all to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. We are a spoiler podcast, not spoiler free. Spoiler. Oh. Plenty. Okay. Plenty, as they not say. Not I figured this out. That reviews most of this week's DC Comics, even Raven, I hear. Raven. Oh, it's so Raven. Raven. If you want to read our written reviews, go over to the WeirdScienceDCComics.com website and also check us out on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WeirdScienceDCComics. We also have a Patreon account where you can go to support us for this podcast, maybe the Marvel podcast even, Eric, and everything oh. else we do. But we don't Should just want you to go there. I heard it is. Not for you. <laughs> It's huh. no, it ain't no thing for you. You can go over no to the Patreon. Oh no, you go over to Patreon. You also, it's just we're not begging you to just support us because of you know having oh, a, a weekly podcast that we never take a break from, Eric. <laughs> or you know every week we do reviews, but we also want to offer a bang for your buck. So if you go over to Patreon at www.patreon.com/slash/weirdscience, you will end up getting over 400 episodes of different shows one of the big ones is the patreon spotlight which is picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop Boop, boop. and this week they picked pretty much the two biggest books they picked heroes in crisis number three and aquaman drowned earth special number one so if you want to Go and listen to those. You have to go and sign up with the Patreon, but you'll be in luck because it is the beginning of the month. It is December 1st. So if you go there now, you can use the whole month of December as a free trial. You can check out I'm everything. I'm doing it right now. You will not be. Yeah, you are. You, you ain't doing crap. Uh, no. But you, you go over there and for the month of December, Sage you can Force. decide if you like what you hear, all the different shows that we do. And then by January 1st, 2019, you can quit and never be charged. So you can go over there and do what you do and never get charged. But we, we would hope, and why we say this and why we do push it more than I think other people would, is we think that we have enough you know, quality of shows and quantity to keep you there. And so, Eric... After that, you can light up. I don't know if if you do that anymore. I've I've heard rumors. I don't rumors. do that, Jim. You I've, know yeah, I don't do that. In the house. In the house. In the house. Corey in the house. Do you, do you want me to get uh, my computer, take it outside, start recording in the rain? Yeah, you can. Go do that. You, you, you're uh, a joker. You are. You, you told everybody that you were going to stop that smoking, and then all that happened was you gained weight. That's all that happened. That's the How's reason that you're going, back. buddy? It's going good. I've had one Listen. day off in the month. I actually I aren't even having my free day this this month because i ended up having actually two days i had thanksgiving off oh. and then one other day so i figured i screwed myself i even got a book today while we were at the promenade that was on the whole you know, we know you don't like them readings. Deal. 
It was on the Whole30 deal. It's a little journal that I might keep, so we'll see. Yeah, now, Jim, when you when say I... you're doing fine on this diet, are you lying to us or are you just lying to yourself? No, I'm lying to nobody, <laughs> and I've actually <laughs> lost now almost 30 pounds, so you can go Look suck you. it. You could suck it there, smoker. When was the last time you smoked? When was the last time you smoked? What, probably 10 minutes know, like ago? Four hours ago? Yeah, really, really. Are you lying like to that. you? Or are you lying to so. everybody else? I, I didn't. I didn't look at the clock the last time I went up. It was a while ago. Know. It's a little cold. I think the next phase is going to be you smoking inside because it gets too cold. Jess is never going to be able to smoke outside for She's that. She's already long. complaining about it right yeah, now. So I know like, she's going to be in. And just as you say about this nonsense of the diet, I see the residuals, and I might have to dig into the little bit left. I might lick the plate, Eric, of what I had was brown turkey. Uh, some uh, crushed tomatoes and a little bit of pineapple with hot sauce. That was my two meals of the day. The, the problem I've had, though, is at lunch, I haven't really been eating anything, and that's been screwing it up a little. I have to eat, like, my eggs and that crap, and I hate right. it, but there you go. There so you when go. we get done the podcast tonight, you want to go out to Burger King and let you no, smell my food No, I already a bit? said I'm oh. already taking the kids probably to uh, Taco Bell. And I just end up ordering and then looking at their food. And I asked Rafe the last time we went that taste? if I could smell it's like it. a robot I man said, on the I Titans. can I smell your stuff there? Can I smell that <laughs> double uh, stack burrito and pretend? Maybe get a little taste? I don't know. We, we have the one guy at work, Jimmy, who somehow thinks that he gives us Christmas presents and comes out of nowhere and is like, I know you're Incredible on your melting, diet, man. but I was going to make you cookies. What type of cookies do you like? I'm like, well, if you're going to make them, you can make like sugar cookies. I just thought of the easiest ones. And he goes, oh, I like chocolate chip and walked away. So <laughs> we, we think he's just going to make chocolate chip. chip. And I did <laughs> promise him that if he makes them, I will eat a couple. But we'll see. Oh, really? We'll see what's going on. You I know, know that, he's not making them. You know his wife know. with the colostomy bags are doing yeah. that stuff ruptures well, all the time because I mean, he tells about it. That's the thing, though. That The thing is there's nothing wrong with somebody with a colostomy bag. There might be something with them making cookies. No, it's just something wrong stuff. with that family. Yeah, she always has problems with that bag, too. It always breaks at the most inopportune times, which is always. Is there ever an opportune time for a colostomy <laughs> no. bag to break? Yeah, he'll he'll be like, yeah, we were out at the fancy dinners, which which he actually means, you know, maybe at the most Red Applebee's. Yeah, uh, Applebee's. No, not fancy like you. And it, <laughs> oh, oh my god, I just dropped my my whole dinner just fell did on the Hordak ground. Did Hordak just was, fall over? There wasn't much. There wasn't much left of that though. I was going to lick the plate though, but he's like, yeah, we were at the fancy well, dinners. Might. And and the the guy came with the the food, and then the colostomy bag broke, and everybody ran for the. It, it's almost like the blob. Oh, everybody God. running oh, out of the restaurant. Eric, Can you it's imagine the sitting roll there call. enjoying your dinner? No, I don't. And I'm imagine? not going oh, to. Oh God! Badass oh, God. roll call. There we go. Uh, oh, enough of this talk. We'll we'll have nonsense talk later. Uh, here are the badasses of the Patreon. They are matches Balone. John Jack, Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D Man, Batman Beyond, Mark J, coming on strong, G Man, Andrew and Belfast, David Fink, Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie, Carlos, Ian, Brian from Arkansas, Leonard, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, My Man P from NYC. Pauly P. Pauly P was at a, a a work outing and got blasted, I heard. He was telling people on Slack. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, T. We got Fred T. Reed's Comics, Eric G., Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Anthony G., Swanee, Dave J., Missy T., our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, Jazz, and 
Ruben. Yeah, Paulie P Ruben. said that he was at a company like a uh, holiday party. It is a little right. early for a Christmas party, but he's in Australia. It's summertime. It's summertime now, over I there. Said, I'm not trusting anybody who celebrates <laughs> Christmas in summer. And uh, he said that he got wasted. He was he was oh bombed. that's what you blasted me. And I'm yeah, like, he was what was there, like some weird Australian driver. That, that guy's had some hard times, and as you know, is getting through them. If anybody deserves to get blasted, it's my man, Polly P. Actually, it might be you by the end of this podcast. Uh. You're, you're a little down. Uh, I, I can sense <laughs> in the future that you're not going to like some of these books tonight. Hey, guess uh, what, buddy? I can also sense. I'm, we must be really connected. Yeah. I can also sense that you're not going to like a couple of these books tonight. Really? I, I, uh, it's weird because I, I'm channeling the spirits. Oh, spirits. What? What I'm seeing beatboxing and gorillas, Eric. I don't know what's oh going my. on. What does that even mean? I don't know what's mean? going on. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But first, we're going to go off while I talk about the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the news part of the podcast. And it is somber news for all those that were waiting for a certain book, because this week, DC and Brian Hill confirmed that Batman and the Outsiders, number one through three, orders canceled and will be resolicited. Now, why it's just the one through three, it's because that were the only ones that were solicited so far. So it's basically that the series itself has been canceled to be resolicited later. DC Comics has confirmed that pre-orders for Brian Edward Hill and Dexter Soy's Batman and the Outsiders number one through three have been canceled, with the title to be resolicited at an unspecified date. Series writer Hill previously explained on Twitter the cancellation was necessitated by changes to DC's continuity, which conflicted with the issues as produced. This is the second such cancellation and delay of a series due to changing continuity as two full issues of Just League Odyssey were scrapped for the same reason earlier this year. And I talked to Brian Hill about this personally, just a little quick thing. It wasn't that personal, but it was on a DM. Asked him about this. He seemed to not know that much about what's going on in particular about when it would be coming back and whatnot. Kind of was like the attitude of, well, whenever they put it out, they will. But it does seem like some continuity has changed. Now, if you remember the setup for this book, kind of did come out of the No Justice, Justice League little mini event thing uh, because of the fact that Katana showed up at the Batcave with Batman and saying that, hey, there's this Brainiac tech going around. This was at the end of his Detective Comics run. And it seemed as if that was going to be the setup, that the outsiders were going to go off and kind of look into this Brainiac tech as a way to jumpstart the book, possibly. Uh, is that 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 changed? I don't know. Uh, also, is there the idea of, uh, and I was trying to find the wrong turn, I don't know. I don't the have Wolf it. Man. The Wolfman. The uh, Wolfman. 
Is it that somebody on the team, say the signal, uh, you know, orphan, maybe something is up with them. Maybe we're going to find out that they died in Heroes in Crisis. We don't know. Uh, So whatever it was, something had to be changed with these issues that were already out, you know, already done and ready for pre-order and stuff like that. So it's back to the drawing board back to start the thing or maybe the pre-orders just weren't there maybe i know that a lot of people in the get fresh coop uh are looking forward to this book and we're waiting uh to buy you know take our money dc because we want this we like brian hill people like the outsiders it's a batman book that some people get upset there's too many of but i don't think that's the case because they always sell and so people were waiting for this And now it stinks. It's not going to be around. But maybe, uh, you know, what we see uh, wasn't the whole case and maybe it wasn't getting enough pre-orders. Maybe something wasn't as exciting to people and they weren't pre-ordering this. And it's back to the drawing board to make it a little more exciting. Maybe they realize people want more of the, you know, the older team. You know, Metamorpho, Halo, stuff like that. I don't know. I, I can't see how that would stop pre-orders. But also, a big thing was the continuation into the Doomsday Clock. Originally, this book was supposed to not take place because Jeff Johns said that his outsiders were already spelled out in the Doomsday Clock. And that's where it's leading to. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe they have to get more in line with that. I don't know. It just stinks. The main story is it's not coming out when it was, and it was one of the books that we were looking forward to. I was looking forward to reading and reviewing it. It was going to be one of my reviews, and now I don't get that. Now I have to find something else to read and review. But that is pretty much the news item of the week. I hope you enjoyed that, and we're going to go off to the books. You're an artist on the big book Working on the clock Gonna get it done someday Get paid your wage Nine pounds for page How dare I ask you Why your book is delayed We Everything you write and anything you make Never met you in my life But you cut me like a knife Like me cause I follow someone you don't like We will, we will block you Sing it now. We will, we will block you Comics writer, sensitive soul Pleaded on Twitter that you're harassed all day I review your book when I love it You don't look one time under a seven Might like What's up hero fans? Luke the Hollywood Kid here. You might remember me from my rant and raves, where I was definitely sober. If you're a fan of Weird Science DC Comics podcast, chances are you like two things, Jim and Eric, and also 
superheroes and good storytelling. Well, with some of today's books, maybe you're not getting much in the good storytelling department. If that's the case, I've got the book for you. My Hero Academia is a manga by Kohei Horikoshi, and it follows the story of a kid without superpowers in a superpowered society where everyone's a hero. It's kinda like the X-Men, but without all the hating and the fearing going on. It's got great action, great characters, and great plot development. And we cover all those aspects and more on Hero Notes, the My Hero Academia Recap Podcast. The podcast that aims to go beyond and cover all the chapters of the manga from the very beginning. Whether you're a fan of the manga, the anime, or just want to try something new, Hero Notes is here for you on every step of the journey. We provide in-depth analysis, final scores that don't fake the funk, and plenty of nonsense. You can catch the latest episode of Hero Notes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Or you can check out our Twitter, at HeroNotesPod, for the latest updates. We upload new episodes every Friday, so you can get your superhero fix before the new episode of Weird Science drops on Sunday. Hey, if Jim likes us, we must be doing something right. All that's left for me to say is to make sure you go beyond. Plus Ultra! Go beyond! Plus Ultra! Now, we have waited for far long enough For the part of the podcast we love The meat and the cheese that we It's time for the meat and cheese, as num, Wrong num, Turn num. often says. It's time for meat and cheese. Why it is, is time for that? meat and cheese. He says it He's all the time, not even when the podcast he does. Goes. But this is, like I said at the beginning, it is a spoiler podcast. We're going to spoil everything of these books, uh, including what we think about them. But I think that Wrong Turn says it better when he says... This is Wrong Turn. This would be... Going back to read books because this is spoiler Comcast. <laughs> you be warned. You be warned. This you is spoiler warned. Comcast. It's spoiler Comcast is what it is. Uh, we have a bunch of books tonight. I can't say that they're all great. Uh, no. I won't say that. I don't but even know if I can say half of them are great. what we think of those. 
Yeah, you talking about you, you're still being positive. I want to try to accentuate the positive as we go forward. Plus, what we're going to do is we're going to change up a little. I don't even know if anybody's going to notice this. But instead of me and you trying to make jokes to each other in our blurbs, when we do announce so a do? book and then say the creative teams, I try to make jokes. But we often talk about what happened in that book. It's a little odd because then we yeah. talk about it as we talk. About it. So what we're going to try to do is get a little bit of a background of what led to this issue. And then possibly, like Brandon, say, let's discuss. Let's That's how Brandon discuss. does it over at the Marvel one. Let's discuss, as he says at the end. I, I know I have a feeling you're going to say that later on one of no. the books, and it made me giggle. No. I did not made say me giggle. that. Yeah, you said something like that. Let's talk about it or something. You were channeling your inner Brandy is what you were going to do. Now, we, we have a bunch of books here, and I just want to say, and I'll probably mention it again in the mail later because we got a mail from Repairman Jack who seems like he is done. He is finished with all these oh, no. books. And I just want to notice, I, I, not notice, I want to tell everybody that I was thinking about it today because, yeah, if anybody's going to complain about us besides our jerk-off voices that, you know, we're tough guys uh-huh, and uh-huh. trying to yep. be tough guys and stuff, we're tools, uh, is that we're a little negative on the this. books. and. Well, we're we're a little negative on the books and things like that. And a lot of people are what I see now. And I even saw it on Twitter today where somebody had sent me a, a couple of tweets about how basically they're at the end of their line. They're, they're giving up. A lot of people have dropped so many books that, you know, oh, I only have two more books left, things like that. And it seems like people have kind of gotten to this point where they've had enough that they need a change. And the worst part of this is. This is when the change was going to happen originally. Doomsday Clock was supposed to end in December. We were yep. going to be two, three weeks away from what we think is almost like a secondary rebirth of, of sorts. And we're not. We're eight months away. And I think that people can sense that. And people, and even then, the months preceding Do they have the sage these, force? Are they feeling the empathy they for each other? Well, and, and even so, if this doomsday clock legitimately was going to end when it was supposed to, this December, this month that we're in right now, I think that the other books would have been hitting a little harder. We would have seen this, you know, everything coming together, you know, a synergy of the books heading towards that one year in the future. Getting towards that Superman theory. And and that's, yeah, and and we're getting nothing. So it is treading water. And that even comes from the news that I just was talking about, about the Batman and the Outsiders book canceled for now to be resolicited later because of the fact that it's a changing continuity that they're trying to deal with. A book that we're going to end in this section, the Just League Odyssey, had to be changed at one point because the continuity changed and what they wanted to have going forward. And it is a lot of lulls in these books. A lot of things are out of lull. Loud. A lot of things... Yeah, no, not lull, lull. Oh, oh. I know, not laugh out loud. Some of oh. these are bad enough to be laugh out loud. Oh. Um, but you're also getting these changes in creative teams when... You know, you you wouldn't have had all this, you know, fluctuation in the books and things not hitting. It's starting to get to me, too. I I retweeted retweeted a professor geek. He did a video on YouTube where he basically he's done. He's done reviewing DC books. He he is completely. This is a guy who does, you know, any sort of book. He can grab whatever book, do a little review on YouTube. He's done. He said he's not doing any DC because he said that Dan DeDio has a quote and saying, I don't care if people hate us as long as they're talking about us. And he basically said he's making a stand. He's not going to do this but, anymore. Well, and I said, we that? can't make a stand. That's the yeah, thing he, is, why would he say that Dan DeDio being the quote right there? Like, you know, he doesn't care. If somebody, but also talk shit about us for not liking things. 
Yeah, I know. And it's because he laughs at us. I mean, that just shows you he's laughing uh, all, all the, the way, way to the, the bank. bank. He is. He's laughing at us. When he <laughs> said that to Hussein, like, oh, man, at least somebody will be giving a good review. He's walking away giggling, probably setting us up by yeah, saying that so that bitch. we can get mad. He doesn't care. And the reason why he doesn't care isn't because, in my mind, he loves comics or loves DC. It's because he thinks that he has a job for life. He thinks that he cannot be – he is – you know, they're set. Nobody's going to do anything about him, so he doesn't care. Ron Hextall and, and, and thought that shows, too. No, he never did. Nobody in that. And no GM <laughs> or coach in sports ever would think that they have a job for life. I was just trying life. to That's think of who got fired you, recently. Ju- just think right now. I heard at least 10 callers this week on sports radio that want uh, Doug Peterson to be fired. The guy won a Super Bowl last yeah. year. They're already done with him. Oh, Philly. So, yeah, they, yeah. No, it's just sports in general. But <laughs> Dan DiDio's laughing, and I thought to myself, like, what would we do if we just decide i mean we'd have to just shut it down uh, or do like okay here's what retro week we talked about it before a really weird idea of a podcast that we had at one point is where we were going to go back and this was more i think a marvel thing that we were going to do i can't remember maybe it was dc where we were going to do a retro podcast where we go back at a certain date and pretend it's that date so we would have like a, a podcast where uh, April 3rd of 1973 and we'd start doing that and pop yeah. culture and stuff. But yeah, uh, what would we do? I know that before there was a Flash podcast that basically Whatever had enough wanted. of the Flash book. Yeah, but nobody would listen. This is the thing. We're stuck. We're stuck with these books. Whatever so, we want. And, and we love these books, but they're not loving us back. And it doesn't seem that DC cares about its fans and that kind of seems like the worst part of it. It really is starting to get to me a lot. It really is. But here we are to talk about the book. So when you think there and say, boy, they, they're really down. They should stop reviewing these and they should stop. We do this because we love the characters. Sure do. We love DC. The whole universe. We just don't always love everything that's going on in it. You know, we're, we're trying. We are trying our hardest. I'm going to try to accentuate the positive. I'm not going to be uh, fed gonna crap and go up with, and say, DC, please, sir, can no. I have some more? No, well, I'm, I'm not going to do back. that. I'm not, and I'm not going to give everything a 10 out of 10 That's and right. pretend it's happy. I, I'm not going to sit there because to me, where Toxic Professor Geek says that the worst thing is to talk about DC, I still think that it's even worse to talk like everything's great. I mean, this is somebody sitting there giving you a tour of their house and saying how great it is as it burns down around you. I mean, it's it's not been great. There's a lot of things that aren't hitting, and we're going to say it. I, I'm telling you, it got me down when I saw that thing from two years ago on Reddit that was a, a crap fest on me and you. Quite we were tough jerks, faux anger. I cursed because I'm a tough guy, or at least I thought I was. Look, look, look. I don't remember mm. anybody talking bad about me. You calm down over there. No, they were talking bad about you as well. Oh, no. They, they didn't like you either. So. <laughs> uh, they basically, I think they said you were just a fucking moron. There oh. you go. I cursed, Derek. There you are. Uh, yes, but here we go. So I'm going to accentuate the positive. So we're going to start with a garbage book, Eric. Garbage, this is. <laughs> accentuate the positive. Started out so well. Detective Comics number 993, written by James Robinson, art by Carmen D. Giadamonico, Ivan Placencia, and Rob Lay. Yeah, this is tough. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna put on my brave face here, Eric. The arc by James Robinson has like been such face. a convoluted story. It started as a murder mystery that seemed to point to Two Face. 
It then became a story about Harvey Dent being a killer and Two-Face having to cover it up because if Harvey's bad, the Two-Face game shuts down. Now, I will tell you, that's the most interesting part. If it would have kept with that, maybe we'd have something. And then at the end of last issue, all that was thrown away is a ruse that Cobra was using for their real plan, a mind-controlled toxin they were going to use against Gotham. Robinson has used so many force ways to get to where he wants to go, and I'm sad to say it. We'll all continue this week as well. And then some. This is such a weird deal. We ended last issue basically with a cliffhanger that said, hey, everything that went before don't really care about that. It's all don't diversions. worry. Oh no. We're gonna go to this last bit that is Cobra has the mind control serum. They're gonna go through Gotham's water supply. They're gonna control Gotham and, and rise Everybody again. Everybody in Cobra. Gotham will so, hail Cobra. Yeah. So basically it was Two Face and Batman going off to stop this. Now, you know, you at start- one point of, you know, at one point of the podcast, I forget what it is gonna be. Coming up ahead, we were talking about, you know, Leviathan. I guess it was when we we're doing silencer. Silencer at the end. Yeah. The whole idea about, you know, Leviathan yeah. being the Hydra. Right I'm saying yeah. though, but remember you said it was like yeah, who's Hydra, Hydra in the DC? I'm like, no, a Cobra's Hydra. Yeah, well, Cobra's done because uh, this is it. Starts off so they're going off to stop this, and James Robinson decides to play, you know, get funny here for the last issue of his deal by starting off. With a funeral, a funeral of Two-Face. And now they're there and there's a eulogy being given. You have Bruce is there with Alfred, which later gets a little wonky. It seems like at points Alfred wasn't there, but is or that because Bruce must leave this funeral and just leave and not talk to Alfred. Like they don't talk because they have no idea where either of them went. But where are you there. at, sir? And, and there's this, this crazy eulogy that he's using as a kind of a wink-wink way as, as background but when is a priest going to know this much information about the inner workings of Cobra? And it did Bruce the only person who knew this he in my reads mind? The paper. Yeah, but that this wouldn't be in the paper. That this is something in my mind that Bruce Wayne knows. Possibly, you know, Jim Gordon. They're not going to release to the the, the the press that there was a mind control serum in in the sewers. They would just. I don't even know if any of this would have hit the press because it is just. Batman and Two-Face down there. Who is leaking the story? Well, that's but the thing. They, it's it's Batman there. and Two-Face down there going to do this. At one point, they're talking about how you know Jim Gordon and the GCPD yeah, are – Yeah, but they like still – somebody has to leak that story then. Right. They, they, to go full out. Yep, Cobra was down there. They had this and they had that. It gets way over the top because it has to be this background. It's It's all ridiculous. It's ridiculous because the whole thing is – we're led to believe Two-Face died in this thing going died down. Died a hero. He died a hero, and they're saying, like, oh, you know, the whole eulogy is Two-Face. He was, you know, Harvey Dent. He was also Two-Face. He's one of Batman's best villains. He he was also a hero. He was a DA. And in the end, he flipped that coin, and fate <laughs> and possibly God so, so told God him to be the good Two-Face guy. Is. <laughs> and that's the weirdest I know. part, well, this because is what I'm actually saying. This, this is what I'm saying this about this thing, priest. You see Holy him do it a bit. I'm telling you, this priest yeah. has done his due diligence. Oh, I'm actually all about no, this priest, because he goes prepared to a goddamn funeral. I hate him, and the best is later alfred's like man that priest really you know what i'm saying <laughs> boy he knew a lot but yeah I don't know why you're mad at a guy for on, doing his job them. uh so stupid but you <laughs> go and you see what happened then where batman and two-face were in the you know in the sewers batman lays it out on the line says listen 
this is do or die. If the serum, even if this thing, if this toxin hits the water for a second, it's almost like people turn to the fish people. But <laughs> in this, it it's like. not. It's that they will be mind controlled. And if any bit gets in that water, a they're drop done. There's no mind way to combat in the water. it. Everybody's going to hail over. I almost said hail Hydra. Yeah, hail, hail Cobra. Hail Hydra. Hail Cobra. And uh, so they're going. They get separated. Batman starts fighting as a way to kind of push him aside so that and Harvey that whole thing go. too. And like, you know, Harvey right, finds- we, got, we, we, we have a, cr- a T, like a cross section here. You go left, I'll go right. And the whole thing is like, you know yeah. that Harvey is going to end up finding this whole thing and Batman yeah. is going to get delayed to this. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, and time is, is of like, the essence, so they're exactly. going to do that. Everything but- is so telegraphed, though, to get to this forced nature oh, yeah. of this whole thing. And, and I'm like, Harvey, oh, damn yeah, it. Harvey How did finds we get here this, for Harvey finds Carl this twist? mechanism that I don't even know how it got down in there. It, it actually looks like one of those spaceships that that were in the prequels that, that were on uh, Naboo, Naboo or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's what it reminds me of. He sees it and says, Batman, I found it. They're about to release this toxin. And he's like, I'm Looks on like my way. No, no, no time. Harvey does the swan dive. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know that I we like Two-Face. <laughs> I don't you. understand I what is this Two-Face I think is. I'm going to throw acid in my face because apparently when you do, you can do whatever the fuck oh, you want. Oh, my goodness. You, you do no that. No consequences, also, baby. Also, you have to go with the thing that later on gets a little forced in where – you have Harvey. He sees this mechanism. He's like, oh, no, they're going to do this. Hey, Batman, remind me, what do we have to do to destroy this? Uh, Batman seems like he is giving the information to us and Harvey says that heat, heat Steam, will kill cold. the toxin. Steam, cold, you know, fire. So he jumps down. But the problem is by the end, this seems to have been the plan of Harvey all along. I'm telling it's you, very the convoluted. whole wraparound, how it goes with the fireflies, I have no idea how any of it makes sense for this to be the plan no, from before doesn't. we even started the story. What happens is Batman throws in a little line by the end and says, boy, you really thought on your feet quick. <laughs> like, yeah, really. I didn't hear you talking to the fireflies. He, he, ju- yeah, he jumps off. The, the deal swan dives, goes down, and then says to Batman, okay, he does it. Well, I see the pressurized valves on the device. Again, luckily they're there. Luckily there's something he could do because he shoots them, and it blows up. Think, Batman like, you know, is Gymnastics there, must be up. a required course in, like, Gotham High. Well, whoever tells it, because well, whoever is uh, in these comics, yeah. they can always just do these flips over catwalks down to the, oh, you know, to I a perfect, you you know, superhero that, landing. I actually thought you meant that everybody in this comic jumps to conclusions. Now, <laughs> now with that, too, you have a funeral, and I really wish they would have spelled out in this whole deal – that they never found the body because you don't know if they did or didn't. You do see well, a smaller grave. I got the idea grave. at the one point where you saw the grave and you saw the like the little the, the picture pinned on the coffin kind it of thing. It is pinned and on a coffin though, but still, that just means closed coffin. So that means that he could be burned. So the problem is. Did they not find a body? Because if they did, how did he fake that? I, I mean, also, and it goes at no the matter end what like, happens, you if, really if, thought if you of that. Shoot Two Face right now. You don't want to have an open coffin as is. Yeah, it's still yeah. Really, all of it is it's just one face now. He's just burned it. all over. But yeah, it. so they're, they're doing this. It continues with Batman, Harvey, and they're like Harvey died a hero. He did this. They get done this this eulogy. Everybody walks away, and you have Bruce go to Wayne Industries and kind of says, "Hey, I haven't been really at work in the past like six years. Yeah. Uh, I'm here though." Alfred calls him like, "Where are you, Sarah? When's I'm making you the cucumber sandwiches." The last time yeah, we like, saw Batman and Wayne, Metal, he was, was doing pull rebirth number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was doing pull-ups outside. Yeah, he was probably there at some point that we forget in Detective, possibly. But yeah, he's I don't there. Think so. 
Alfred, poor Alfred goes home thinking, did they not talk at the end? Like, oh, see at home. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Wayne Industries quick. Okay. No, Alfred goes, starts making his famed cucumber sandwiches. Bruce isn't there. I would have left everything. I don't, I don't want that nonsense. Yeah. What is he, a kid? And he's like, you know, I have this. He is a kid. No. He never grew up. (laughs) He hasn't. That's his problem. He's like, oh, you know, Mr. Bruce, you know, that, that uh, eulogy, boy, it went on forever. Oh, my goodness. But what are you doing? You you got a new case there? Do you got something for me? No, no. I'm kind of thinking that. Yeah, it's an old one. I don't think Harvey's dead. Oh my goodness, you I'm don't like, think he's dead? Well, and then I, he's I like, no. Nope. Like you know, the whole thing. If you got to play a role at the funeral, Bruce Wayne, he's upset that his old friend yeah. Harvey Dent is dead, even though he was a villain at the so end. Kind he's of thing. there to. But yeah, please tell Alfred that you know that he's still alive. This is all of Bruce. There's no reason to have any of this over a com yeah. at the end. Like no, hours and hours later, all. thinking, no, man, no, no, I hope Master Bruce it is okay because his boyhood friend. Yeah, yeah. Alfred's all upset thinking of it. And and I like the idea. Yeah, and the whole idea is listen, I had to go to the funeral to keep up appearances because if I didn't, Harvey would know that I'm onto his game. No, he would have just thought you were a piece of shit. Plus, was he watching? I mean, he thinks he was. He he would have known he's on the game. Harvey doesn't know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. So, So you have this craziness. So you have Batman waiting. Harvey, who. As far as I know, faked his death mainly because he knew how to play with fire. That's what Bruce says later. He That's is the only on... reason we had the dual fire flies in yeah, this, yeah, so he dual... could learn so how to survive is... in a fire yeah, like this. And th- this is how the whole you know there was deal. Be a fire like this? Yeah, you wouldn't. And and here's the thing. So you have tricked Batman and all of Gotham into pretending you're dead using Firefly's tech to get this serum that you grabbed from Cobra. Somehow you got some of that as well before destroying it so that you can sell it and give it to Leviathan. Now, if that is the plan, Harvey is a genius beyond geniuses, except for the fact that he shows up for the exchange without a disguise, and then the fireflies are just fireflies. They're in their outfits. They're, they're, why? You think you are going to go through all that to fake your death, and then you show up at the airport as 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 two faced. He doesn't even have a mask on. Nothing. He Not even half a up. mask. No, nothing. He just shows up. Batman's there and says, "Hey, Harvey, Two Face, down there. By the way." I de-encrypted Leviathan's intel. Now we're going off the rails again. The whole thing before. De-encrypting Leviathan's intel told him that where you were going to be and I was going to be there. So they're coming no more, Harvey. Yeah. So basically, these are the things that every issue has had this wonky deal where you had Cobra, an operative of Cobra, who never get captured, never tell anything about Cobra his brain bomb that he has didn't go off until he told it spilled the beans. Then you have Batman who ends up, they grab another Cobra leader whose mask fries, but he can still hack into it. Now yeah. this is just out of nowhere. I de-encrypted Leviathan's Intel codes. And I told him you won't be here and told him that they better get skedaddled. Don't come to Gotham. Then says, yeah, you know, I figured it out. And this is where you're supposed to get the M. Night Shyamalan ending where you're like, oh, my God, if I go back and reread this, I'm going to see that, number one, Harvey had a plan all along. Number two, that Batman was onto it and going. 
there's no such thing because he goes yeah when you were dealing with firefly i knew right then and there what you were up to even though we didn't know at that point that cobra was going to do what they were going to do and that you had to use fire cobra was doing so many different things where we had this whole thing where they went into the gcpd started killing all these cops harvey went in there started killing them then we had all the other carl Uh, twist Twist. it was just thrown out there for nothing nothing and so, yeah, he's there. And then he says, then we had all the even diversions last issue to find out that, oh, it's actually yeah. this brain control yeah. system, which turns out was the thing that Harvey wanted was all the along. Plan How did he know? Of everybody's uh. all along. And then so he says, and really, the, the worst part of it is Firefly is a numbskull because Batman says, I knew that you went to Firefly, learned how, I mean, Firefly now becomes, I told you, there's that old uh, golden age hero called Dynamite Thor. which was a guy who worked in a mine. And because he owned a mine, actually, and and they used explosives in the mine, he was impervious to dynamite. Obviously. That was his power. Because so why is this Firefly? What is is he going to tell Harvey about being able to survive a blast? He says, I knew that you work with Ted Carson because his skill with fire and how to survive a blast. (laughs) What is he going to teach him? You run? Duck? You know, go underwater, whatever it is. So then he well, says, "I even like the whole idea where it's at the end." Here's a, I don't know how you were able to communicate with yeah. him. I didn't see you with the whole idea because yeah, yeah. You, nobody saw it. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. So I just have to throw no. it in. I don't know how you did it, he but just you did it, it buddy. And then says, "And then I knew you'd get a hold of him, so I threw a little tracker on him." You you already did that one time, Batman. What Ted didn't learn. Uh, really, I mean, that's how you found them in issue two or three, where you found out their hideout because you put a tracker on them then. He's just throwing trackers everywhere. I, I guess that he does his due diligence. The one He's part like I when we like had that this, Tom just Taylor so story. Got, yeah. The one part I did like about this, just because it tied up some loose ends previously, like, you know, you had the Fireflies freed as part of your deal to help Gordon, like, you know, on the yeah. whole thing. So we had the whole idea why the Fireflies were out and about, you know. They were part of the deal yeah, that was made to help then, out the city. Even then, that seemed like Batman was even involved with that. So I think that Batman's throwing all this stuff out there because he knows that he should be embarrassed that he let all this go. <laughs> well, now you got the idea. I know that, in fact, you know, you have the Fireflies that did get that deal. But now they're kind of implicated in another crime. Now, Batman, we're, we're going to continue <laughs> what we normally have now in the DC Comics is people who are straight up villains – Get told to leave and, you know, yeah. I don't want to see you again because like, hey, Carson and Pike. And I'm like, at least they named the other Firefly by name. <laughs> hey, Carson and Pike, I know what you're thinking, but you better best get out of town. And they're like, sorry, they're two faces. He's like, eh, don't worry yeah, about it. I'm out I of here. Done they, the fly same off. they look pretty cool flying off. And then he's like, hey, you know, Batman there, instead of like, okay, I'm taking in Harvey, whatever. He's like, yep, it's just me and you back to our old games. I'm glad you're alive, Harvey. And then he's like, me too, Batman, me to T-W-O to I'm like really really like this such is a bad so story forced. of what happened oh my goodness and I was so, the one who really was championing this at the beginning I really well, wanted it, it to be good and beginning. it was different and I really liked the way at that point that I thought James Robinson was doing some work to try to tie in the Tom King Batman story and you don't get that often so that did kind of intrigue me that he was trying to do that and even with Gordon Gordon and him having talk. And I love it too, where people were bad, you know, yelling about that. Gordon and, and Batman don't talk like that together at the beginning of this, then later, you know, in the Batman book, he's slugging him in the face, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you got to go back on that. But 
as What's a the story goes, <laughs> as a story goes, I, I, this is worse than than the Jason story at Wonder Woman. The every step of the way it was, uh, is a forced same, way to get to. Yeah, but that wasn't forced. It was just boring. This is like out of nowhere. Uh, oh no, we're, we're at a forced. dead end. Yeah, but when was there ever a point where there was a dead end and that a a fritzed out mask you can just hack into quote i just hacked in and found out something i think we had and, and that then, with the stargate towards the end of that yeah i don't think we did this this was garbage it, it really there was nothing good to it the art's okay i like the art that's my accentuate the positive but yeah. yeah i see reviews oh my god this really shows that harvey's a real uh upper class villain and stuff i'm like no this shows that james robinson doesn't seem to care about his stories anymore and it's just throwing them out there because we like james robinson you would really liked his earth too i liked his air boy a lot yeah. and uh he like has the too. chops i just I don't know what he's doing now. These aren't real good stories. And so, yeah, what what would you give this? I'd end up giving this issue a 4.5 out of 10. And most of that is art because everything else is forced to get us to this conclusion when it makes no sense for what we had coming before it. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah, It doesn't make sense. I, I just don't understand anything about the story. And I gave it a 3 out of 10. And on the roundup, I ain't the worst. I'm the third wow. worst. There's two twos. Hussein gave it a two. And then Batman Universe gave it a two. There's some bad. And then you have tens. You know, you, you, get, the, you, get, your, you get your cake and eat it too, it seems. But yeah, yeah, I, I like just, cake. We're, we're leaving now. It? And we're off to uh, do Peter Tomasi. So hopefully that hopefully. gets better. We like Peter Peter. You Tomasi, like the fireflies though, even this, though right? You thought they were cool? They looked okay. Yeah, sorry, they I saw okay, today. But even then. I saw today now, coming out, there's going to be an Imagine X 2-pack with Firefly and Batman. You want me to get you one, buddy? Uh, no, no, I don't. And really, when you have huh? Firefly in this, Firefly is also just so forced to be in this story just so that you can say, he taught him how to deal with the fires. I He's just like, imagine, you know, too. Not only that, we had to have a character besides for Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I guess, to have that whole – Two aspect, like who yeah. can what so can they I made use a where new, I can make a new so out of one nowhere with. they made a new firefly. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, there you go. But what's next? Hey, let's get on to a book that maybe we both enjoy. No, when when are we gonna get to that? What's in? it's now? You you like this action comics? You're you're yeah. a big fan of you know the uh, Brian Michael Spendises. Action, I like com- it. So then- action comics number one thousand and five, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Ryan Sook, Brad Anderson, and Josh Reed. Well, we dealt with the status quo of Clark and Lois's marriage last issue, so that we know where Superman stood in his relationship. This issue, we check out the flip side of this title and dive deep into the world of the Secret Syndicate and the identity of Red Cloud. No. Oh my, Eric! What what a short to the point thing. I, I was looking at my notes. My no, my notes got all screwed up. <laughs> I, I I don't mind this. I you know you have a I, reveal I like that we the, saw coming I, from a mile away. I but, like yeah. the beginning. I think she. The thing is, the reveal of Red Cloud. I never saw that being Robinson good because in my mind she was always around, like when Red Cloud was. So it didn't make sense for me to be for yeah. her to be this whole Red I, Cloud. I, I didn't mind it. I'm telling you, the minute that Melanie Moore showed up, I'm like, oh, she's not it because she's been gone forever. All of a sudden, she shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, oh, my God, she must be it. Yeah, I did expect that. And then I'm like, nope, there's not many other people it could be. And reading like, even this, the whole thing, you had already like told me that there was the reveal. So I saw yes. people were not spoiling it, but saying, oh, my God, you should see this. And that it is. So, well, yeah, even I, the whole I thing, Robinson Good, she comes into town kind of thing. And it seemed like Red Cloud had been part of the secret society, but she 
had come into town, wanted to know more about it. Like she was working with, you know, the secret society, but the idea where I need you to get me, you know, some of this kryptonite so I can do it. I'm like everything just kind of led away from this idea that she was this big, powerful being that was able to take on Superman. It seemed to be a surprise here at the end, but she wanted kryptonite. I don't know. It just felt wrong at the end for that to be the big reveal. In the beginning, though, where we have H. Dials and we have the question, Vic Sage showed up. I'm like, I really got yeah. into that. It just doesn't last very long. And then once yeah, we I didn't like with that. I actually, that I can use. You can throw that out the door to me. It means nothing to this book. He's setting up other things. He's yeah. I hate when we keep seeing this. He has a Dial H book coming up, so right. he throws Dial H in. It doesn't mean anything in this book, and it never will. It'll just be shoved aside. The cool question the shows question. up, and then all of, all of a sudden, out of out of the blue, after this issue on New Comic Book Day, he announces, hey, by the way, me and Ryan Sook have a secret big project coming up with some <gasps> crazy character and you got the question out of nowhere showing so, up in this book, beating up people. So I, I doubt that he's going to be much of this either. It's just set up. You have Naomi mentioned on the post-it notes. That's another of the Wonder Comics imprints. This is all he does. He he is his own hype man. He is his own flavor Flav. It is what he is with these books. And he constantly does it. I don't mind. I, and, and really, the whole Dial H thing to me is just so people are like, Dial H? What's that? Let me look it up. Oh, that looks cool. <laughs> no, people and don't then look the, stuff two up. days, two days later, though, and they explain it. So you're reading this, yeah. man. That whole thing. It's a shame that that's a counterfeit dial because I'd really like to know more about that. And then all of a sudden, you hear what he's doing a dial H book. All right, I'm in. You know, well, that's, even that's with how that, he the plays whole thing, the game. Even when when China Melville was doing the dial H, you know, uh, book for the New Fifty Two and stuff like that. The whole idea, like I had heard it growing up, stuff like that. I'd seen it's a so few crazy, things here and there. Dial H. And you were reading that, and I wasn't because it was like it just seemed too silly for me. And then we talked it's about it like silly. a couple of times, so like until it was canceled. But coming back here and seeing the dial H, I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is what DC Comics and actually seeing, even if it's a fake one here, it did get me a little bit excited to see that Dial H comic coming up in the future. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And I read it in the New 52 because China yeah. Melville was doing the book and I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, so and it's, it is goofy fun. And we said me and you were talking and we said earlier we're, we're getting a little down on these books. Sure. I'm not saying that that Wonder Comics coming out that has the Young Justice book, this Naomi, you have uh, uh, Jenny Hex, you have right. all these things, Dial this 8, imprint. that does seem fun. And I, I <laughs> do want fun. I just don't need it hyped in another book that I want a story from, though a lot of people seem to be really taken with this. Like, And it's not the Dial H they're taken with, it's seeing the question. And, and I wonder, it made me laugh because I, I'm reading this, and even the way he came off when he's there, because what's happening is a guy goes to Gummy and says, Gummy. hey, Miss Gummy, I got this, I got this Dial <laughs> it, H here. If, you could become you a superhero. Our secret society that we're dealing with now, they all have nicknames of candy and like yeah. food, stuff like that. Kind of like yep. we had in Hudson Hawk with the candy bars. But now we like, you know, yeah. the secret society all have these food nicknames. And the one we're dealing with now is Gummy, who wants to have a, her superhero H dial going on so she could take on Superman in case he does come around to try to stop that. Yeah, yeah. And, and he has Or just the anybody dial. in general, really. Yeah, he, he has a dial and he's telling her. And, and it's like this weird, like, I don't know anything about this, but you, you dial hero and you be careful when you get the hero. And then it makes you into a thing. And sometimes it even names you, but sometimes you don't. You don't get to pick the name, but you get to be a superhero. And it's a goofy thing. I, dial I looked H for at this hero guy, is. though, who's giving, who's giving Candy this whole thing where I really thought, or Gummy, I thought that this was Nelson Gent from the uh, China Melville dial H. Yeah, he yeah, it would have been funny. Just a big out of shape and kind of guy. he would want to like, get rid of that. He would? Yeah, yeah. But, 
And it's a funny deal that the dial H thing is fun because, yeah, you, you dial it. And you don't know what you're going to get. So it's one of those. You get smokestack man and open window <laughs> open man. Window was, man. Uh, you know, some, some really crazy things used to happen. And then even at the one point where the guy who had the dial, he ended up being a fat flash and stuff like that. It was really fun. And it is one of those books that you know, it's hard to take seriously, but it's a lot exactly. of fun. So seeing this here is fine. But it's a counterfeit. It, it's just yeah. there. And while this is going on, they they shut the lights out. And then all of a sudden, these guys are getting beaten up. And out of nowhere, the, the question's there. And it, it doesn't fit anything we saw before. We haven't seen anything that would lead you to believe that, oh, my God, we might be seeing the question coming up. It's not really set up. And with it, I wonder if anybody, because we don't get a lot of the question. I mean, there you no. go. You don't even know. You know, it looks like Vic Sage, See, right? I, you I, think it's I, I Vic. I have to say it is Vic Sage. And the thing is, well, the reason I think Vic will go forward with this, the, the question, no, because it seems yeah. like the big question to him is, who is the Red Cloud? Until he yeah, finds it yeah. out, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere. No. So, well, but we kind of know who it is now, and this seems to be kind of something that might end soon. So I, I just don't think he's going to be around that long. It's just kind of and exciting for that, people who are question fans because up yeah. until this point, it's been years and years since we got any kind of proper question. I just question wonder how many people are reading this. One. I just think – I wonder what the one person or maybe more than one is like, what, oh, Rorschach? my God. How, how did Rorschach get into this universe? Like, oh, my God. Now we're seeing the beginnings of the Doomsday Clock. Oh I'm my. telling you, I think that it might that actually – get people confused a little but yeah you see him there and the art looks i want to go and look at reviews and he kind of yeah he kind of wrecks house yeah that's when we see nonsense going on <laughs> and it's it's funny too because the page with the question looks so cool where he's there with the blood dripping off of his fist uh, but then you also get the cartoony uh you know stars going around the guy's head what? that, he that was such a weird choice to put <laughs> yeah, that such there. a weird Why? deal to have that in that panel that's so like dark and cool <laughs> freaking things I'm, I'm wondering why tweety birds aren't going around uh but yeah this, this goes in and, and this is with why, another character yeah really yeah he's in some of those other books we have the idea that you didn't like this whole deal then where we are going to get a lot of clark kent reporter and also behind the scenes in this, you know, in this criminal group. Well, and it's a lot of talk. Is, it's a lot I'm of just about, standing around. I'm all about the secret syndicate that we have here. And for a while there, when Brian Michael Mattis took over both the Superman books, I thought Action Comics was going to be the one for me because I hate Rogelzar. And there was just a nonstop fighting of Superman comics. They're like the issues that I wasn't really into. But for some reason, then Superman became my favorite. Now that I don't like this because even with that, I can get behind the secret syndicate. I can get behind finding out more about Lois and Clark and stuff like that. But when we're just sitting at the bullpen of the Daily Planet talking about what Clark's, you know, seeing like, oh, I saw my wife, which we already know. So it does nothing for me. It yeah. just ha- lets Robinson Good know that Lois is around. And then we go and see Clark talking, you know, to Melody Moore about the whole no, idea. Still, of that's, the, that's his, you know, this well, story. I know. It's just kind of boring, though. Mind. It is more about the secret syndicate where you do find out they are dug deep in the metropolis. Yeah. They have affected the mayor and stuff. Well, not affected, but influenced the mayor. You know, don't like Melody Moore and this, this fire stuff. No. That's some deep stuff. Don't go into that. Don't listen to Superman. Don't talk about it. Yeah, that's they're going to ruin you don't your career. Deal with. Exactly. You don't like he's yeah. threatening it, her because so- it's just it's kind of boring, though. 
Well, it's funny because I'll tell you if right now the ending of this issue was the the secret, you know, say that they died, I wouldn't care. I could care less about them. I don't like them. I, the whole part with Gummy and the, you know, the criminals, I hate it. Right. I, this is the thing I hate. I actually like when he's in the, you know, Daily Planet. That's what I enjoy more. And the Melanie Moore, that sort of thing talking is the stuff I like the most of this. I can't stand these, these bad guys. I don't like the whole idea of this red mist nonsense. Red cloud. I think that it's not well. Yeah, Ray, I'm telling you, I don't care about that. This whole bit. I want to get past this this syndicate thing and get to something I enjoy because that's what brings me down. When you go and see them go into the underworld, like, man, you know, we're there and this guy was behind me and he was punching people and I, I you know, my guys are running scared. I get so bored. I don't care about any of these bad guy characters that they go in this, you know, this whole society that they have. Mm-hmm. I am so bored with it. I want it over, but that's what you like. It I is. like when he's just, I like when he's there being a, a reporter and yeah, working out a story. Is, even working on the story, he's working out the story of the secret syndicate. Yeah, I know, but like I this. don't mind that if it goes and they get killed them. and they're gone, I, he's going to move on. I, I don't find them compelling at all. I don't think that they're any, the only cool thing about it ever to me was that they don't say certain words but then again right. why are they saying boy scout because he he's not dumb he's probably listening to a lot of different things well, and no, yet like the, they, the, the they way they're talking inside the this whole this lead container it's supposed to be like soundproof and everything like that this is the only place now, i'm they saying can even talk. before that and i just i don't like this i just it bores me and that's why my score is lower is because of them and then the reveal at the end, like we said, I, I kind of saw it coming the whole time. We thought that she was bad anyway. Yeah, Robinson, I thought she was bad, that, but the whole idea that she's the red a cloud out of nowhere, I'm like, yeah, it just yeah, didn't I, seem to feel right. I have to go back and reread. I was it two issues ago where we had Candy get you know taken out while she was holding yeah. on to her kind of thing. Like was the red cloud just kind of come off of her and then strangle her? Or maybe, her throat? maybe it's just maybe it's even a, with a the ruse. reveal where we have I, I Superman going around and he is you know being attacked by the red cloud and then he like you know he runs away. I'm like. Why did Superman just run away? And then why, like, yeah. you know, when, you know, she reverts back to her human form, he doesn't see or hear her do anything. I think, why did Superman yeah, skedaddle? Yeah. Yeah, and and with that, he has something that goes a little wonky with him, but he does get away, and he this may be a setup. He may have just went away thinking, you know, we'll see how it goes, because she's there laughing it up. Ah, you know, that changes everything, then starts alluding to earlier, and even the whole deal, I can chase off Superman. Yeah. He's going to hear that. He's going to hear everything that you're saying there, and he may. Maybe that was his deal, but yeah. Uh, the red cloud does not interest me at all. This whole, you know, syndicate thing in Metropolis is not very, you know, it's it's cool to think that it's going on. Yeah. Uh, that, but it, it gets towards Court of Owls-esque type deal where Superman must not have been paying attention to everything going on and things like that. But, yeah, I, I really – it doesn't interest me. But I like him at the Daily Planet. I actually like seeing because that's something that we never get to see anymore. And, you know, I, I like seeing it. I like seeing them, you know, chase the clues and things. Right. But yeah. I don't need to go off for half of the issue as the syndicate talking in, in a lead container about how they're, my, my people are running, man. I got to go this. Who's this guy that you uh, let in? This guy, you know, with the matchstick in his. Yeah. I, I don't need that. I, it just, it doesn't really do much for me. And I think that the problem is, is. He is writing both super books and he is trying to make them both different. So this is going to be the book that we're going to have like the slow burn story. I, like I, I really like that initially, and- 
But for some reason, Damn. the Superman book, like even with the high intense fighting and the Rogue Lazar character that I hate, somehow that just became more heartfelt. It feels like at this point now than Action Comics is, and it's just you know Damn. let's do some daily plan stuff. And even the Secret Syndicate that I want here, like you said, they're not that well fleshed out so that they don't die. You don't care, but like you know. Even when we have the times we're talking about this whole thing, we have, you know, Mr. Strong and he gets to talk to the Red Cloud, who seems to be the leader of all this stuff and who everybody else is afraid of. But, you know, she just got here from, you know, Star Cities for some reason. He thinks that's where she's from. But it just feels weird. We have the secret syndicate that feels like the leader has just gotten here, but doesn't make any sense. And she seems to like, you know, be an underling when she's in a human form. It's like, I I don't know enough about the setup to really care as much as I want to, because I really like the concept of this. Man. Yeah. I don't like the concept of it at all. It it bores me. And I don't think that it's going to end up being anything more than what we see. Just these gangsters that are like, Oh man, you know, I'm the leader. I'm the leader. And I think that red cloud will end up, you know, pretty much destroying everything by the end and we'll just move on to something else. But later, you know, down, you know, two years from now, I'm not going to look back and say, Oh, red cloud and that syndicate were so cool. I just really don't care about it. And I just want to see Superman taking on these super villains all the time, these larger than life characters, the idea that these just regular people who aren't like even like, you know, a mafia kind of thing, they're a low level thing and they have to figure out how to operate in a world, in a yeah, town, but they, a the city. The thing is, they're not really that much low level. They have a, a meta human that's leading them now. That's the red cloud. And also they get tech that seems like they're, you know, in the market to get all this tech to become metas as well with that. They wanted the hero dial and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily just like, gangsters you know they are a little more than that being led by a meta i mean being led by something that is the boogeyman that comes out and then kills you and is a red cloud it just it's it's just not hitting with me but i do like the other stuff i like the stuff with him you know kind of talking and then i just wanted to mention too you you don't consider him and lois separated right because they just it's, said it's, they have a different type of relationship. I, I there don't was know never what that a point means. where she said, we're not married anymore, no, and no, I don't no, want to see you. That's the thing. Is, uh, a separation doesn't mean you're not married anymore. No, you're well, that means the time. that you're se- – yeah, but they never – she never said that. She said that we have a different life because you're a superhero, and I go undercover a lot. That seemed – I mean, she had just come back from being in space right. with her son and father-in-law. I always took it as like – you know, we have a different thing. It's a weird thing to call it, you know, like a marriage like everybody else, but we know that everything's fine. And I think seeing this, when you said we've seen Lois, but him saying, oh, I saw my wife last night, I think it's just a reminder that they're not, you know, going to be away from each other. They just have a thing that Brian, I think Brian Michael Bendis got too cute with it. <laughs> that he wanted to make it so that people didn't scream and yell because it seemed like we went seven issues without him and Lois having dinner. And so I I don't get the idea that it's like, I'm telling you, if I say to you, me and Tanya are getting separated, you're not going to be like, oh, well, that's good. Maybe next July you guys will be living. You know, that that's usually the end. You well, don't I just go, know that you Lois lives in one place and Superman separated. lives someplace else. Yeah, but that's because she said what they're doing is leads them to that. It wasn't, hey, we're not getting along or I don't like you or what no, you no. did is, is bull crap. That's what people are going with. I, I see people online all day today saying, you know, I'm never going to read Brian Michael Bendis again because they, they're making Lois and Clark. They're not a couple anymore because of what he did. And he did that. I don't get that. I just get the idea that they have a different 
sort of life. We don't know how that is. You have a guy who may actually end up going to the other side of the universe for a year and a half at some point, and they love each other enough that this doesn't bother them. And so, yeah, I saw people just this whole idea, and then it gets thrown in more with John coming back as, you know, screwed up, it seems, and stuff like that's that. That's what it they, seems like. They're just like, you know, so we'll see. Well, so I guess, you know, Clark's going to get this? him on the weekends, right? Uh, no, no. John <laughs> will come back, and that'll be the same thing. Listen, we're a different type of family. You, uh, you know, you do your own thing. It's just a way to explain. <laughs> he's trying like to be separation. cute. No, he's trying you know, to be John, cute because your mother and I both love you, but we have a different kind of family. I'm going to live here, and your no, mother's I'm saying live- no, different kind of family. John's not going to be with either of them. He's going to be on his own as well because he's going to be another what a book. broken home. This is just Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> trying to figure out. How you can, you know, this is where you'd have it, it like, it's the same thing to me when Priest was doing a Justice League, where he had mm-hmm. to try to tell you everything of why these things happen. Well, Flash runs it. This is just him trying to describe why they're not in every issue together. Like you said, having dinner or right. tucking John into bed and things. He's trying to be cute with it. And I don't think that it means anything but that, that they're going to be together when he wants to have a scene with them together and then he can have them away. So then when people yeah. are like, man, I haven't seen Lois in 10 issues. And he's like, well, she's off doing Lois things. And that's all it is. But yeah, I just, I, saw people just, I just saw people just, they have dropped the book because of that fact that, that Lois and him aren't married anymore. I'm like, that's not what he said. That's not what I take that as. But we'll see. We'll see the deal. Here's the deal. This is like if if I, me and you are married, right? Right. I'm I'm your husband. And I am a military guy. I get called off to Afghanistan. Doesn't mean we're separated. That just means I'm doing my job that I have to do. Well, that's because you're a piece of shit. But that's all this is. (laughs) It's all that is. Is that it's not like all of a sudden somebody gets deployed again. and I have needs too, Jim. Oh, well. You know what? What happens in Afghanistan stays in Afghanistan, baby. That's right. No, it's, it's, it's going off. He is basically like that. He When he gets deployed, we're not going to see each other a while. I just I, People are losing their minds. But what did you give this? I gave this issue a 6 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the art. It's just – it's kind of meandering a little bit. There were a big reveal at the end of who Red Cloud was. It did not hit me like I thought it would because, I don't know, we haven't got enough Red Cloud for it to really be a big, big reveal. And even the idea of Robinson Good, we don't even know her well enough for it to yeah. be have a big impact. The best part of this issue in my mind – was the beginning seeing the H style and the question because it does make me look forward to comics coming up in the future, especially if they involve the question in the series. Yeah, I'm giving it a seven. I like the art. I could deal less with that nonsense at the beginning. And the best thing is, is that we see that Robinson Good is Red Cloud, and that's one step to her getting the heck out of this book. I, it doesn't interest me at all. I want to see more of Clark. I want to see him do some other things than, you know, running around while guys are hiding in lead fucking containers and talking in code with candies and their code words. That, that, was, a, that was a neat idea then. I'm past that. I I told you at one point I'm reading those giant issues that Brian Michael Bendis is doing and he's doing Batman. And for some reason he is stuck on the idea that Batman is talking to Alfred with his little earpiece and everybody around him keeps thinking that Batman's talking to them. So he's fighting somebody and then Alfred will be like, sir, watch to your left. I am looking at that. Why are you talking to me? 
I'm not talking to you. And it, that's what I think. He is so enamored with this cute little idea that they can't talk certain words and things that the whole story seems to be based more on that than anything else. I'm getting bored with it. I, I'm bored. So you saying that you did, you know, Robinson, good, whatever. I, I don't really like her as a character. And, and Red Cloud is just nonsense. I don't know enough about her as a character. Well, I'm saying I'm glad I want her out. I don't need to know more. I already know that it's just nothing. And I think that he is with this opening story. He's just meandering that part of it when I just want to get on with it and maybe see, you know, Clark do some other things and just, but I still like the Clark parts. I think that the, you know, his, his Superman's okay. I I like it. It's just this other stuff bores me. And we're, we're kind of with that, but I'm still going to go positive with a seven because I still like it enough. I think that people aren't giving it enough of a chance because of what's going on around the, you know, the Superman family and things. Yeah, I, I like I like both enough, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the next book and the last book of the section, which is Justice League Odyssey number three, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Felipe Baronis, Jeremy Cox, and Deron Bennett. Justice League Odyssey has seemed like an afterthought to the new Justice League line. The idea of Cyborg, Starfire, Azrael, and Jessica Cruz together in the Ghost Sector with Darkseid possibly pulling the strings behind the scenes seems more like an Elseworlds deal than something happening and mattering to the actual DCU. The story of Cyborg, Azrael, and Starfire being old gods sounds cool enough, but two issues into this book and already feels like it's spinning its wheels. Now that Stephen Sedgwick is off the book, I worry my interest will fade even more. And this just feels like a book that doesn't what matter. What are we doing here? I'm telling you, the whole idea, it's kind of interesting. You know, we have these three characters that are being called to the ghost sector because somehow these are their old gods. Starfire, uh, Azrael, and Cyborg are the old gods of these civilizations that have been trapped up in bottles for who God knows how long. But yeah. That's an interesting idea, especially if they're getting called there for whatever reason. But the way it's being presented, especially when we have to have Starfire be all affected with this thing where she she kisses a, a man to learn the language, as Starfire does, but somehow gains a darkness inside of her or something well, that's wrong with him. Well, at least they said it's kind of a virus. And, and I don't so even know before, what that means. Well, before we thought it was a memory, at least this is – she got sick. He had a cough. He coughed on I'm her. I'm telling you, are talking about people all over the ghost section have this yeah, thing. Yeah, having like, this. Like when? Like where is this thing? He didn't seem sick and all of a sudden like she's losing her damn mind screaming like, oh this my book, god, the pain inside this, me. This series is not that good. No. I know that people really wanted to like it. It had a crazy, uh, you know, premise. Yeah. It, it, even them in space seem cool because we don't get a lot of space no. books. And uh, especially with them only now having one Green Lantern book, stuff like that. We like Jessica Cruz. We like all the characters in it. I know you're not an Azriel yeah. fanboy, he's but right. he's in this. We liked him enough in Detective and he things. He might be so one of my favorite characters in this book, actually, for but some this reason. this book, just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make me want to think that it's important. It, it I don't really care much about because what's going on is another one of those things with Joshua Williamson, which we'll talk later in the next section in Flash, where he just throws things out there and wants you to just take them at face value and go, okay, I'm I'm down with Hell, that. Even the whole idea of them being called, like they hear a call, they have to go to the – I doubt that's ever going to be resolved. There Now that they're here, we don't have to deal with that again. No, and, and yeah, and the whole idea of these old gods thing, I thought that there was going to be some sort of, 
you know, wraparound of showing us that the reason why these things are the old gods or whatever is when they got captured in these bottles and the Kaluans got them and, and Brainiac, that somehow they saw these characters there. There was going to be some call out. That's why Jessica isn't one of them because she's kind of new, whatever. Right. But I don't think we're ever going to really get anything from that. It's just a way to go from planet to planet, which we're getting. We even end with, with a deal to kind of, you know, wink that. Yeah. And so you have these plans. We don't, you don't even get the idea. Finally, in this issue, it does call out a little bit where, okay, they're pissed off at the clones. They, they are mad. There's people who are mad that they were bottled. But before that, I don't even understand, like, why they are just happy to be in this ghost sector. Well, not and even all that. These the whole things. idea, like, because we have Brainiac, who is the great collector, he went around and collected cities and stuff like that. That is the character. I don't know why the rest of the clones are taking yeah. all of these planets and like you know bottling up the way that yeah. they did and it will never be descri- explained why the clones were doing this it's just something they no. did so we can have the ghost sector now and the people who were bottled up now they're going to go after the refugee clones and make them yeah. slaves I'm like now yeah. I-, I can dig that part because that makes sense you're pissed but I don't know what this started this in I, the first I place. Know. It was just and, there. And here's the deal. You have Felipe Baronis on this. And the art's good enough. I, I like the art. I, I don't get yeah, angry about good. it. I like Stepan Sedgwick's art a lot in, in the first two issues. Sure but I. this is the first issue that's the redone issues. Like something right. happened in the old three, four, and five, whatever it was, that had to be just thrown. It might have been two issues. Had to be thrown away. And they got Felipe Baronis on here to redo some issues. Joshua Williamson had to rewrite them. And I'm like, well, I wonder what went wrong. Like, really, because the story, there's not enough of a story yet to have anything go wrong in my mind. (laughs) You know what I mean? We we haven't even done anything. So you're here. You get all of a sudden where Cyborg will not leave Starfire's side. And that's fine. You know, you're, you're getting that he likes her and he feels her whatever. But boy, that really hampers the book and really forces a way to get them. I actually love that he won't leave her side for the whole idea when they, you know, they blast off in Brainiac's old ship to go to the next planet yeah. and stuff like never, that. Never said how they got fire and flames on the side, but that's fine. No, Somebody never talk about the that. ride. I love the idea, though, that when they finally do, you know, crash land, land, whatever that is, to get the help that they need, the idea is, okay, we get out of the ship. Jess is like, all right, me and I'm going to go and do this. We'll take yeah, it. The, the whole idea, though, that Cyborg, Cyborg is holding on to Starfire with a blanket over. Why did he walk out the ship just to say, I'm going to stay here? Know. Like, why, he why are you carrying her? He's carrying her outside. Hey, by the way, I'm not going with you. Go sp- and then she, I don't. Take I, have, I already have a partner on Earth. Really? Do you? <laughs> do you? Do you? We're not and saying uh, that Azrael is your new fucking partner yeah, for now yeah, on. I know. <laughs> Take <laughs> to him to the goddamn like, city with you. I'm, I'm at work, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we need you and Wrong Turn to go and grab whoa, whoa, that box." Whoa. whoa! I already have a partner. I have one back on Earth. They're like, you're a wacko. Uh, It's just them. Take this drug test. It just keeps ending up. It was just a forced way to have them separated. They're going to find, you know, hey, we need to get some stuff to fix the ship. The ship's down. Let's go find. Oh, you know what? We're lucky. We found this planet. Why couldn't they have this conversation in the ship? I don't know. Why did they have to come out in the snow to have this conversation? I do like the idea, though, that where these people are worshiping these three as cyborg and uh starfire i do like that they have to like disguise themselves for that little bit because who knows yeah. where they're going to be and who's going to yeah, worship they don't who. Know. Yeah. so i kind of like that be worshipped, where, where, you? where you have that weird kind of pirate cyborg is holding oh, like you know he's covered up. funny he is funny <laughs> he just covers that side of his face uh but yeah Azriel and jessica go in the town but in the meantime uh, a guy comes and knows how he can cure starfire and it's just like 
yeah, we don't want the Starfire thing to keep yeah. going. It's all nonsense. So yeah. he's there. I imagine that was the big change. I kept this going for four more issues. The weirdest thing about it is he's there, this guy, this this guy on this planet. And he's like, you know, I've seen this. A lot of people are getting the sickness. I'm like, you, you have a lot of people tried to get a – uh, you know, a priest and try to suck his knowledge out with it. I mean, there's, dementia. It's, a, it's a very specific thing that caused this for Starfire, but yet this guy has Which seen it all along. doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. So he's there working on it while in the meantime, they, they find out it was a ruse. These people have set up the deal to kind of gather Kaluans. They, they want to take the fight back to them. So when Jessica and Asriel go to try to figure well, out thing, what's going on. It seems that these people, like they have, it's a junkyard kind of planet where they have led people there. They need to find some clue and tech to fix their yeah. ships. And, then get and home this is where like there, was a, there was a signal that, you know, mimicked clue and tech. Right, and, that, and I don't even know what that means, but hey, they but have now that, that Asriel and, that and Jessica shown up. It seems that it actually would be okay for them to go and barter for tech, but as long as they're not Kaluans, it's fine. It seems like, but once they see the whole problem, yeah. like, hey, Kaluan, get back to work and whipping and stuff like that. Well, then I guess we're superheroes. I guess we got to yeah, do but this something. Was, they they set up that that you know that signal. To trap Kaluans. They say, yes. you know, we, we mimic that. So they're there. In the meantime, they do have the tech that, that would get the signal anyway. So that is really weird. But yeah, you, you end up where they do get to this junkyard planet and go. They see that Kaluans are being, you know, forced into slavery. They have to stop it. While this guy is laying hands, not in a sexy way, on Starfire. And then out of nowhere... You know, you have Jessica and Azrael fighting, and then out of nowhere, Cyborg and, and Starfire show up, and I swear to God that it was a ruse. I didn't think it was them, because, because it's they were too just too quick. But he had just sent a signal, hey, we could really use some backup here. Hey, did you get a hold of Cyborg? I don't think my uh, Cyborg got any of my signals there. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, and then all of a sudden, really there they thought, are. Yeah, I really thought that this was that somebody was there trying to pretend to be them, but in the meantime... From over a ridge, Darkseid's there, and he's like, ha, I knew he I could make the them doctor become – all he, along. Yeah, he ends up in what ended up in that first bit of over at the Marvel side of things, that first thing with the, the Dark Celestials and stuff, Loki. Right. Loki setting up – a disaster to get a team to work better. That's all dark side is and here. The thing He's is like, so, oh, I got them to work together, together. <laughs> exactly as I planned. And the thing is, the only reason they weren't working together was because of something else. There was no time before where they're no, like, we're not going to work, work together. Yeah, they were not working, not working together. They seemed to be okay. The only one who was a little bit standoffish was Cyborg was a little pissed that Azrael stowed away. That was it. I agreed, but I'm saying if Starfire didn't somehow take in this goddamn kissing plague or whatever the I fuck know. she has, they would have been fine. This is this is again, what are we like detective comics with these that was my plan? Everybody wants to claim a plan was theirs all along. When when crazy shit happens, that doesn't make sense. I'm gonna start you know, doing back that from and now forth. On. Well, that's what you would do. That's how these guys get away with it. Everything that happens, like all of a sudden, it's you know, and Hannibal it's, out of nowhere I'm from the you, I love what a plan being, comes together. It ends up being those commercials where uh, they don't have uh, internet or whatever, and the person who ends up doing one thing ends up in a, a you know living under a bridge, and, a, and that was their plan all along. It's just crazy stuff. Well, as this is going on, you do see a guy who seems to be like the main worshiper of Azrael. Oh, he's Rapture. Going, the thing is, yeah, he, he's probably my favorite part about this because he's at one okay. point, he's on a planet. He's going after some people. He's it looks like Batman's on this the planet, planet. And then away, you see yeah. it. And you find out that he is a devout follower of Azrael. And it seems that he is looking for these old guys, in my mind, specifically Azrael. But the problem is, at the end of the issue, it's like, hey, um, 
I don't know if you've been looking for these old gods, but they've turned up here like uh, the machines Cyborg here. The machines, the machines there? Like, the machine. I figured if I figured if the machine was going to come back, he would have came to his home world of the machine. I'm like, yeah. why are you looking for Cyborg? You are obviously a devout follower yeah. of Azrael. I don't Maybe even know what you're doing Azrael, anymore. Where Cyborg goes, Azrael falls. Like, I like it too. It's the reveal is, what? He's on that planet, but I thought he'd be on his home planet and you see this big cyborg statue i'm like here we <laughs> I go love, i love the freaking like the pose that he's giving like i don't know <laughs> it's, a, it's just like huh it's like oh oh great cyborg what should we do uh. yeah you see him there he's got his little help and his tippy toes he's looking at the top shelf he wants to he see doing? he's looking to find the olives they're like this hey, is the pose it, was taken like you know, hey can you look uh. up top to see if the garlic powder's there is it there uh. Uh. Or maybe at one point he was holding two jars of pickles. And they was like, hey, who, like wants, who wants pickles? He's just yelling. I, I don't know why he's like that. And also, as you, as you see planes and spaceships flying by, too, seems like that might be a problem where you might run into one of those arms. They're really stretched out there. It's really crazy. <laughs> he's posed. It's a pose off. But, yeah, you get to the end. I'm like. Really? Like, well, why am I reading this book? I don't know. I, I just, why is this book a thing? Now, again, I don't love the Justly Dark since the Witching Hour. That's fine. But I at least see that it's an important book. You can understand book. that book. Yeah, I see that. And other people love it way more than me. But I can see that it's doing things. It It, it is planted directly in the middle of the DCU and everything. This book, because it's in space, it's in the ghost sector, it's all that. It it just doesn't feel so like anything means anything, anything important. This could definitely you slap a new age of heroes on this cover, and I ain't blinking an eye. I'll go with it because th- this seems like that. I think Silencer means more with Talia coming back this week than this book is. It, it and just, even what we know so it. far, you take Cyborg, you take Azrael, you take Jessica Cruz and Starfire, you bring them back to Earth, you give them a goddamn pill to suppress the whole calling of the ghost sector. Nothing seems to have changed for what we've yeah. given so far. Like, I, yeah. yeah, they'll go on doing their thing. It doesn't seem that important yeah, to be where's out there. The Green Lantern just Corps, where's the Green Lantern Corps reacting to their one Go, you know, one Green Lantern in the ghost sector is supposed to be watching things, hasn't been able to get a hold of them. She hasn't talked to anybody. Where, where Guardians is anybody really worried? In their old where age. is everybody worrying about anything that's happened to any of these characters that they disappeared? What they're, am I, their daddies? Yeah, they're just in the ghost sector. Hey, the ghost sector it is. But yeah, Jessica's the one thing. She gets her bad butt moment where she's like, oh, I'm not getting butt. stuck here this far from home. All right. Whatever. Away from my partner whatever. on Earth. Yeah, you know. Oh, my partner Simon <laughs> Baz, who who knows what the hell is going on with him, uh, might be dead. He might be do, dead. I do like Pirate Cyborg though, uh, even though he has he has the one eye covered up, but he still has the the metal underneath, like the chin beard thing. But it, it's metal exposed. He, yeah, he still looks like Cyborg, but he's a pirate. But yeah, whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, Disappointing series. I'm telling you, the whole idea of Justice League Odyssey just seems like it should be a fun time. For what we're given here, it's, I'm just confused at why we're even here. I like the art enough. It's just the story is doing nothing for me. All the characters seem forced to be in the situation that they're in. Obviously, yeah. they are because they're just hearing a goddamn voice. But yeah. even them here, like all of a sudden, Cyborg and Starfire, they're the joint to fight out of nowhere. And like, 
it, I, I just don't like what I'm reading, but I'd still give it yeah. a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 5.5. And I like Felipe the thing is, this art. It's I, a little different art, but I do like it. it my made me favorite chuckle. part of this book is that character Rapture who was devout follower of Azrim. Like, you know what? Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but it seems pretty cool. Yeah, we'll see. But even then, it's just – You got just, a Batman-like figure on an alien well, planet. Well, this actually – I'm telling you, the old lady Harley seems to mean more it, it, to me than this book. This book just shows up and I'm like, all right. When it first was announced, I actually picked it to be one of my books. Now, I've given it away because I don't like it at all, and it kind of bores me. But with that, it just when I'm done, I'm like, oh, well, here we go. And I'm waiting for it to give me that issue that means something that I'm like, oh, my. the now Durlins it's finally show up? Well, even, the, even like, a, yeah, yeah, the Durlins. Like the Just League Dark. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan. I'm one of the few that don't really love it. But, you know, you've had some things. Nanda Parbat, that got, you know, yeah. taken down. Yeah. Like, there's the things going on. You have a new Nightmaster, even. You know, this stuff means something. <laughs> you know, book, a new Nightmaster. Yeah, that means more than this. <laughs> it true. means more than a, a pirate cyborg <laughs> and a rapture, uh, you know, going after Azrael, but somehow isn't concerned with Azrael. He's looking for cyborg. The machine. Uh, yeah, the machine. But yeah, that's it. We're going to move on now. To, Tell me more about this new uh, Nightmaster we have. Oh, yeah, this new Nightmaster. You know, he's he's a chimp, Eric. I heard. Oh, oh he's my. A, he is a chimp. He has a sword. But yeah, we're going to move on now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Remix. Remix. <laughs> Wee. That was like I'm Dr. Dre here, and I mean the big fat guy oh, from the ONTV raps. <laughs> oh, Dr. Dre, where is ye? Uh, this is mail section Dead? number one. If you I don't know. Hey, he might be. Is I he? he is. I never really looked it up. He didn't look like he was long for this world. No. I liked a, a little bit of the food, it seemed. Uh, but we are here to talk about mail eric it's mail section number one and with that if you want to become part of the show you can mail in we read every mail though it seems like we don't get a lot recently so you'll be right in there if you do mail us at weird science tc comics at gmail.com we're gonna start with rick andre rick mills. dr dre brown is still alive jim is he yeah oh my he is alive indeed uh mail section number one is gonna start with rick mills he's in his way back machine eric and he's gotten to a good episode he says hello gents hope you all had a great thanksgiving what with the holidays and working overtime been tough for me to keep up the nonsense of episode 100 was amazing (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember yeah you don't eric you are a real inspiration drinking for our amusement i've tried to read a lot of rebirth titles Hey, he said he tried to read a lot of rebirth titles just to find out which superheroes I truly like. I think I've read enough to start trimming my list. These are the books I decided to drop. And he's dropping some that I would agree with. Number five, 
Cyborg. I actually enjoyed most of this arc. In the last two issues, there was a point where the art drastically changed. I could stand it if the entire series was in a specific art style, but the way it changes, I just do not like it at all. So he's dropping Cyborg. I will give that a ding here. I would too. And the art was not the reason I was going to drop that book. I hit the fatty by accident. I'm sorry. You know what? I think I did I'm not, dead to it now. I didn't realize I it was did, the fatty. I did, not, I did not mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. But yes. How, how about this? Is this the ding sound? This is a joke. Get out of your car. <laughs> no. You see a monkey on the tree jacking off. Walk away. That's the joke. Does, Does this, this rhyme? rhyme? King of comedy. Oh, Jacking off, he said. It makes me me smile every time, every single time. Number four, Hellblazer. I read the first few arcs of Constantine, the new 52. Why I thought this would be more like a wizard's dueling, I don't know. Is that like dueling banjos, dueling wizards? But I do know I'm not a fan of this. I think that's where they play with their wands. Yes, that is true. They can play with their wands all they want. I didn't like that either. Number three, which is actually a surprise to me. Number three. Wonder Woman, both of the story arcs. Remember, we actually like the, uh, you know, the year one story. I started story out really liking the lies that really moved into year one then midway yeah, through yeah. it. He says, I'm just not interested in either story. I did enjoy the lies much more than year one, yet I just can't seem to get behind it no matter how this. much I wanted to. Now, with that, you give up on this. You might as well just give up on Wonder Woman throughout all of Rebirth because even when you get out of Ruck, as we say, uh, in the books coming up, they still can't escape his clutches. And even so. though they can't escape his clutches, I don't think anything wor- was worth reading after that. Well, that is true. Uh-huh. You have number two, Superwoman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The first few issues I really liked, even though I was not entirely about Superwoman and more about issue, Lex and I was Lena. Interested in. Then in issue number four, nothing made sense. Yeah. I plan to finish the arc, going. but unless it makes a drastic change, by then I will drop it. Drop Let me it tell now, you. Rick. Drop it now. You like it's hot. Like, like it's hot. <laughs> you drop it now. You, you see the new R. Kelly song? Uh, Brandon sent me this link. R. Kelly appears to be in Africa and has a song that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's basically a song, and I'm going to do my little impersonation of it. I know R. Kelly, but I will try it. It goes like this. Hey, baby, do you got your passport? (laughs) Do you got all your shots? You're coming to America. It's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Is it just taking an African girl to America? Yeah, that's all it is. And I'm like, I don't know what. I've heard R. Kelly does strange things with people. I don't know what he's doing. With he it. But it, it, it just keeps going. And then he keeps saying, I hope you got your shots. I'm like, really, R. Kelly? <laughs> like, really? R. Kelly, that in the closet basically ended up being a song that just seemed like it was just random thoughts that were going, yep. I'm in here. Oh, man, Jim's shoes really stink and stuff like that. He it's knows. crazy. But this one. Brandon sent this to me and said he and then I couldn't I was listening it's only like a clip that's like 30 seconds long I couldn't stop listening to it I kept listening and laughing and wondering what he has planned for whoever is unfortunate enough to make it into America with R. Kelly R. Kelly's there he's just gathering people it seems people seem to love it though it's a weird song Eric weird song number one Blue Beetle He's dropping Blue Beetle. I can see that. I'm telling you, I was so excited for that because I love Blue Beetle, but that series was bullshit from get-go. Probably the only title I picked up and from not Jump Street. the first arc. 
Yeah. There's too much arguing going on between the characters, especially Jaime and Ted Cord. Well, they are the mains. I picked this up because of what I saw in the new 52 New Guardians. This book is I <laughs> this book has not been as humorous <laughs> as I thought it would be. There and was I a read Blue Beetle part comic. of that and the whole thing yeah, with the reach and stuff like so that. But I know. That, that was his his in. You know, I, it'd be funny. I'm like, man, I really love that threshold. So I, I went in. It's funny. You you started reading it and reviewing it because it's a Blue Beetle. That's all you need. Yeah. Then Firestorm, you're in. You have really bad luck with your characters. You really do. But no, I just like shitty characters. Well, one is coming up next week, Eric. Shazam is back. So you'll have him. But even he's not like your your Blue Beetles or your Fire. I like Shazam he, a lot. I could, I could even yeah. tell you I might love Shazam. But yeah, the thing but is, you, I, you're beyond so, love of Blue Beetle and we Firestorm. We are so they far are, removed, though, from that initial backup telling the origin, the New 52 reimagining of the origin, that is so ridiculous to finally yeah, get one and picking up where that left off. You also love the Hawkman. So you have that. I love the Hawkman. You, you that got book the Hawkmans. Kind of treading water, though. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it fluttering along? Maybe is it a, a bird of a feather? It's flying away is from it? my interest. <laughs> it is. You're, you're getting the avian flu and dying. I don't Does that like make this sense? Enough. Does I this rhyme? <laughs> I don't know. I saw you. It doesn't look like you have avian flu. Got, I'm just oh saying that my. book is going to be a turkey. Oh, that's pretty good. Gobble gobble. There you go. It, it almost might gobble, be gobble. a scarecrow. <laughs> There you go, Eric. Still confusing everybody who listens. I'm telling you, I'm sitting back here. And now that we're not talking about books and we're just talking mail and making jokes, I'm having a grand old time. Is there any way? This section's always hard for you. It is. It it really is tough. And I told you, one of the things I dread the most, that intro, (laughs) it's nine minutes long. At the most. And somehow, I always think I'm going to screw it up. And and the, the, the pressure's on. I used to and really get nervous. I used to really get nervous. You know, the heat is on Glenn Fry. You know what? I, that I thought, came out today. I forget really? when it came out, but it came out today. You know what it's my favorite part of the song is? Is this part. That's it. I won't even sing it. I just like that the part. Heat you know is what part on. I just like the heat is on. There you go. See, the Beverly Hills Cop now. came out today Everybody's at some point loving this. in the 80s. Everybody liking this sort of podcasting. I yeah. used to get nervous when we'd start the podcast. I, and it, that took me probably 70 episodes to not get my you know nervous. Now, I guess the nerves are replaced by utter dread and disdain is what happened. Oh, I actually was like, what? We got to record tonight. Oh, well. Though we did say we ended up as a little thing to push the Patreon a little more. We we always do put the episodes up early. I edit them early and I put them up usually Sunday by noon is how I try to get the episodes up. So if that's something that floats your boat, <laughs> yeah, you can go on the Patreon. You'll be able to listen to the podcast in full usually on a Sunday. So if you yeah. have time. But today I actually put up, and this is Saturday that we're recording, I put up the second section of books that we're going to go to after this, which is Flash, Titans, and Wonder Woman. I thought, you know, this is going to be a longer podcast, and I may not get that early access up quite so early, so I wanted to put up something. But I told you yesterday, when we got done that section, why is it that section of books? We always do the second section of books first right. on a Friday night. Hey, we always have a ball doing that. Then it seems like Saturday comes, and now we're under the gun. I'm <laughs> yeah. always afraid that something also the bad is happening today. Things. You show up, and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking got to talk about these books. You, oh, I, I try to yeah. raise your spirits, and no matter what no, I you, do, you don't say I can't that. Do that. I never on a said Saturday. that. 
I came and I'm like, man, I can't wait. No, it's usually because the first section of books are supposed to be the big ones. Right. And they ain't so big. I get there. I'm like, it's eh, so not so, I, so can fit, I can fit that in. That's not so big. Number one was Blue Beetle. Though. If either of you recommend that I continue to read one of these series, I will. Now, I, I don't get the idea. Is he Does he jump back and forth? I, I don't Rick, know. If you're hearing me now, wink if you're, if you're having problems. That's what I need. I don't know if he listens to, say, episode 100. And then, and then 204. 204. Then, you know, and so because he does seem to be a little more in tune with what we're saying now. While he's back then. Oh, my. It's all very confusing. He's a soothsayer is what he is. What's he, a goddamn Nostradamus? I'm (laughs) cursing again. I must think I'm a tough guy. (laughs) Calm down, tough guy. (laughs) Tough guy. (laughs) So uh, he says, would you recommend continuing any of those? No, absolutely not. No. I I mean, if the Wonder Woman would be the only one that you would kind of want to because it's an important book. I did enjoy that. Yeah, it, it it does get better because we were really against Greg Ruck at the beginning. Then, really, but after she reading it now, it. Rick, because keep going. So then you realize how bad it gets later. <laughs> that that's the only we have a reference point to how shitty Shay Fontana and uh, James, James Robinson, Robinson were yeah. because of Rucka. But yeah, we were a little against it at points too. Some unhonorable mentions, unhonorable mentions in no particular order. Justice League. As much yep. as I want to drop this, drop it's it. Justice League, and I really hope it turns around. I would love to be reading it when that happens. Well, you got a long time to go, my friend. <laughs> and really, does it ever? I'm, I, telling, I'm, you, I'm telling you, today, I'm a Scott I'm Snyder fan, fan, but is right this, now. yeah, is it, is it really hitting? Because after this, he has Christopher Priest looking forward okay. to. There are two that you might, that we might have to talk him off the ledge, especially this next one. Deathstroke, he says. He wants to drop, but he, he hasn't yet. Well, that's the thing. I is love the series, he says. It's, it's but good. jumping back and forth in time is wearing on him. It so gets better maybe as it goes what, along, but yeah, even right now, you're completely out of the idea of Deathstroke. The idea of Deathstroke does not get you excited. You don't want to read it anymore. So like, no, what's the point of I'm c- continuing at this point? Yeah, really. But he says the jumping back in time is wearing him down. If that's wearing him down, it's not going to get any better. No. So maybe he will end up going and Nightwing. I like the first few issues, but everything at, with Raptor kind of ruined it. Yeah, I'll be starting a new arc this week, and I look forward to it. I kind of, I kind of envy uh, Rick because he's there, and yeah, he has Raptor, and he's like, boy, I don't like Raptor, but he could really put Raptor ten issues behind him in the next two days because he's so, you know, he's starting yeah. from the beginning, and really, he could read trades at a time, and really, Nightwing does kind of get a little better. Kind of down, then it gets a little better. Then it's kind of a roller coaster ride of emotions. And really, can we say yet, like a Justice like, League? I like Tim Seeley. Is Silly it really the must read book? Yeah, but it's never a must read book. No. We always had issues of some sort with it. Then you get the Judge, and boy, here, here come the Judge. And when you I didn't see like the judge, Sam Humphrey's I'm run leaving. of Nightwing. No, and I see people with their idea like, oh, my God, Sam Humphreys is the best. And I saw somebody reviewing Old Lady Harley this week, and they say, oh, man, you know, Old Lady Harley, I want Sam Humphreys. Really? Really, (laughs) Sam Humphreys? I'll continue to read these, but they were definitely considered for the chopping block. I never hear anybody sit there and like, hey, uh, who's your favorite writer at uh, DC? Well, it's hard to pick between maybe Sam Humphreys, and you you never hear that. That never starts. And if it does, like, well, I really like Sam Humphreys. I'm like, really, Sam? 
You, you're going to pick yourself because that's all. Or, or Mrs. Humphreys. Why am I talking to you? Why am I quizzing Mrs. Humphreys? <sighs> Continue to read these, but they are considered for the chopping block. This will probably be my last email for a while. I decided last month to finally go back to school. It's weird. He's in third grade. I already signed up for classes, and I'm really looking forward to going back to school for once. I'm taking as many classes as I can to just get it over with and done with, which means while it will be difficult for me to run in every week, I will be I'm listening. The class one's going to be very difficult. He will be listening. He will be laughing. Oh. And he will be loving Eric. And Eric, he will let his geek flag fly. Where is my <laughs> – hello, weird science. Ah, oh, Dan. We miss you. We miss you, buddy. In the words of the luscious Toby Hagen in Britain, Toby Hagen, keep your dicks hard and your legs open. It's funny because soon you're going to get to the point with no, Toby. Toby. There's a little soundboard there. Toby is gone. Toby has left our lives, Eric. He's got another over a year and a half, I think, of podcast before that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Toby left pretty quick. Uh, Thanks for bearing with me. And that is Rick. And we have one last email for this first mail section. It is from Eric, Repairman Jack. We haven't no. heard from him in a while. No. And uh, I talk to him. I talk to him every week. Yeah. Though I will tell you, he isn't really that hip on the books now. And, you know, we talk <laughs> about both. other things. We throw shade at people. It's basically me and it's Repairman me, Jack me. talking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he likes he Usually, actually, if you want to know who the shade is, he throws shades at me every time that we do a pop culture podcast and I don't know what's going on and he informs me is what really he, he does. But he says, what's up, guys? So, I ain't reading shit. Just wanted to give you an update. Right. Love you guys. You've been no. repaired. There you all go. Right. He's um, he's um, sweet. Yeah. And that's, again, Keep I want to tell real, you that I, said it, in the, yeah, it I said in that first section, I think a lot of people are getting like this. This is where we're getting that fatigue where the doomsday clock should have ended this well, month. Even that's that, what I was when alluding you're talking to about at the beginning of the podcast, because I sent you that video about that Professor Geek kind of thing, talk about how he's yeah. just not going to review DC Comics anymore. I spent a good half an hour going through the comments of that where there were so many people expressing yeah. the same thing. Like it seems like so and, many people are out at this point. It's ridiculous. And, and, and here's the thing is anybody who's listening and, you know, if you have a podcast or you have a site and you sit there and think, or you're one of those people who think I'm trying to be a tough guy, Eric, or we have no anger. We're doing this. Oh, they're just mad because it's a business plan. It's a really bad business plan. But you have to remember that at the bottom line of this, and I'm not even, I'm talking all of this. We have a site you know we have this podcast we want people to listen and read our reviews it's not basic like we're going to be rich or whatever but we we do this but we do this because you know we want people to listen well these people are bailing so us not liking dc what's going on in some of these books it doesn't help us and in the meantime it's really pointing to our demise you know because if people say I'm not real. Why would they listen to our podcast anymore if they completely ditch DC Comics? Because now they finally agree with us. <laughs> yeah, but they, they agree that that's what they're leaving for. So it's like, you know, yeah, you, it's like-minded stuff. We're just trying to tell you what we legitimately we honestly think about these the books. podcast because they didn't agree with what we thought. So maybe. No, I know. <laughs> well, they, I'm telling you, it goes back and forth. But now in the long run, though. You have people bailing from D.C., and that's only going to make it so that me and you are just talking together. I have enough of that at work. And we're doing this so we can kind of spread. And that's why I want to really push the Get Fresh crew. I get the idea that some people are like, oh, I hear them talk about this Patreon, this Get Fresh crew. 
and they envision this hardened group of criminals and, and like all of it. One guy's missing an arm. We got some cyborgs. Oh, God, it, it's like this guy? gang. It's this gang of hate. That we're, that's not quite true. It's not. This is a bunch of people. This is a bunch of. We're more of. We're in this apocalypse. You know, post-apocalyptic world. We're trying to make a nice area for everybody to enjoy so themselves like when Rip and try shows to up, live. We're not going to try to eat them. You saying? No. Okay. Rip Hunter. We're going to invite in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're there, and don't think that you go over, and I always say, I, we talk in the Slack, and we talk in the Slack, believe me, everybody in the Slack is not in the Slack to kiss our asses. I get yelled at constantly. It's amazing. I go in the Slack, and, and everybody puts me in my damn place, is what happens, and then I'm running scared. Because he's not a baby, that place is a corner. Yeah, don't think that it's one of those like, oh, man, I don't want to be involved in this hate fest that they call this, you know, Patreon or whatever. Actually, the Patreon ends up being... Uh, a lot more positive than what we're doing because we talk in. about other stuff, not just the DC comics. We talk about other, you know, comics in general. Other so kinds guess, of and, DC and comics. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, though, is, yeah, but we talk about stuff from yes. the past. We talk about the New 52 stuff. We we may not even like that, but we're not faking it. But, yeah, I get these uh, some notes where people are like, man, I listen to the Marvel podcast. And, man, I really like it because it's a positive gem. It's a gem who seems to be having fun. Why can't you do that on the DC because I, you know, I'm not just going to turn it. I'm not a light switch here. You can't just turn me on with your promises and your candy. Aww. That's not what happens. You give me flowers. I ain't doing it. But no, we, I, I want to love every book. And, and it really, it makes me sad, even though it's it's a fun thing. But it does make me sad when me and you do say a, we did the JSA Thanksgiving issue. Right. Uh, on the back issues as good. one of that one of the programs we had a really good time with it and there's been times where remember when we talked about the first sandman issue man you loved it i mean we couldn't go on we were so I ended happy up reading a bunch of that after yeah, that we were so happy so then i get these messages from people on the patreon the get fresh Coopy boop, boop. and they're like i like you know and usually it goes down to this it's usually this message i love hearing you lose your mind about books but it's nothing compared to when you and Eric love a book. And that kind of makes me sad in a roundabout way that DC isn't letting us do that on the regular podcast because I these books haven't been great. Jim. Yeah, I mean, when we're having a grand old time and it's not a grand old time where we're, you know, rooting toot and two-face. It's <laughs> when we're like, man, this is really well done and this was set up and this wasn't forced and there's not too much yakety yak and stuff like that. So that's why, again, also people are like, man, Jim, I, Ruben even said, you know what? It showed a lot of class for you to bail out of that Just League Dark and let Reggie and Eric talk. And I'm like, there's no class in that. <laughs> I'm a, I have as much class as school in the summertime. No I just class. didn't want to talk about it. Plus, it was a little jab at Eric because Eric doesn't like to talk by himself about things. So I just threw it at you there, Eric. So there. Take that, buddy. You've been wernered. Why are you trying to what jab I say at me? What did I do? You've been wernered, buddy. You know what you've done. You, just, you know what? You, your big thing is you were born. Oh. That's what I'm mad about. You were born, Eric. But yeah, there you go. That's a good uh, positive time to end the mail. Uh, yes. Now we're back to books and, and we're back to uh, maybe not liking things. But we had some fun. This sure is did. that second section that I was talking about where we had lots of fun. There, there might even be beatboxing coming up. We'll Gorilla see. beatboxing? Alicia, maybe. Maybe. But we'll be back in a second with that. Now's the time to hear reviews and Listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or 
I don't want to hear that. Some books. What? What was that? Nothing. Oh, I hit it. It didn't go. Damn right. Misfire. Ready? There we oh. go. Shots fired. Eric Shea. I know. Oh, I'm telling you right outside my window. I'm afraid right now. Oh my! Yeah, you said that you heard gunfire. Possible uh, maybe gunfire. Maybe there is. Uh, maybe it's Biggie and, and Tupac have come back. They've come back to to settle the score. Even the score. Is that possible? This time it's personal. Yeah. This time it is personal and it's happening in Quakertown. You know that Quakertown is pretty much the middle between the East Coast, West Coast rap. It, I was it not aware. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that where we are, but it no, is, it is actually the epicenter of Eastern what Pennsylvania, the, the East middle Coast, of the West East Coast, Coast West Coast. Is. Yes, there, there you go. I did watch the 90s documentary, saw a bit of Tupac and Biggie. And uh, it was funny because when they talk about the gangster rap, and especially as the war went on, first off, that was the point where you either went with Suge Knight or you went with Diddy. Yep. Looking at those two, I'm going with Suge. I'm not what? messing with, with Suge Knight. And Diddy, Diddy seems like fun. I well, don't want exactly. to be hung out of window. That's why I'm going with Diddy, because whether I'm no, against you Suge go with Knight Diddy, or Suge I'm Knight's with Suge Knight. after you. He'll I hang you out that window, Thing is, man. If I go it. with Suge Knight, he still might hang me out that goddamn window. Yeah, but he may not. That, that's that's all. I'm going with that two percent chance. I'm going with the two percent chance. He he might like me. I don't know. I don't need to be in that. But it was funny where they said that the big thing, and it's not a uh, uh, you know like a mystery Darth Vader. or something. Imagine still like you know Darth Vader asks you to do something and you fail at doing it. You think he's going to just let you go? He's going to reward you? What's yeah. he going to do? He's going to force you to rest. What? Because uh, next thing I know, I'm like. You know, it's time to that I go on to the day when I go to the day. And he's like, whoa, whoa. Uh-oh. Did you just rhyme day with Uh-oh. day? Out the window you go, buddy. You know, all of a sudden, I better tie my shoes. That's what I always think about that story, that I hope that they weren't holding him by his shoes because he might slip out. And, you know, Vanilla Ice is now dead in that alternate reality where he didn't tie his shoes. So Luckily, like I used to wear your sneakers. Him. Yeah, no laces at all. And I was like, well, I'm with Run DMC. That's where I was. But yeah, they said that the big thing was, you know, they had this gangster rap going on in this East Coast, West Coast. But really, the big story was, is that mainly the big fans were teenage white kids. And I'm like, yep, sure. that's right. I, I knew that. That was me. That was me throughout all of that, even in the 80s. I thought I was, you know, hip hop uh, hooray and stuff before it even was popular. <laughs> and uh, people in Quakertown. People in Quakertown uh, did not understand it, Eric. They didn't understand the future that I saw. I saw the future, and the future was so you were bright, doing Eric, it wrong. I had to wear <laughs> underwear, but I didn't. Yeah, I ended up getting I, – I've told the story where I ended up getting sent home because I was wearing my Run DMC Raising Hell concert tee, and they, they thought I was a hellion. I can't, can't go and promote I got kicked that. out of a mall one time to, because of my hey, twisted T-shirt. That's right. Well, that, that was just for bad taste, is what they said. Well, no, they I had said, a lot listen. of bad language on the back of it. Yeah. The security guards were not well, having any I just any said of raising it. hell, and there How was no security guards back in my day. I just, the principal saw it and said, what is that? And I said, yo, yo, that's what they called the Run DMC, that boy. 
And then I started going. He's like, I, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about all that, that big VW wagon medallion you got there. And, you know, I looked a little like Mike D slash Flav of Flav. Eric, I, I was the hype man. The worst combination ever. <laughs> I was not a hype man. I tried to stay to myself and not really talk. Though when I got amongst my friends, the shit talking did fly. Eric, I, I'm like Logan. Logan's so quiet until he starts not being quiet, and then he starts until dancing. He gets within was, his circle. Yeah, I was never. I was never a dancer though. I never had the dance moves like that. Well, I may have been a looker. I fashioned myself an Andre Agassi type. How dare you say that Andre Agassi was not a looker? He was a looker and a cooker. A cooker as well. See, I'm getting my rap deal. You want me some more rap? We're going to be talking about a bunch of books. I'm going to rap. Through, I'm going to rap through all these books. Yo, it is the flesh and he's got the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it went worse. There you go. Worse. Wicka, 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 wicka. Nine. There you go, Eric. Is it one? Worse. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Hey. You could have said course. Oh, of course. That would have been better, right? Uh, okay. Here it is. It's it's rapping Jimmy. It's rapping Jimmy W. Here. Yeah, Jimmy W. <laughs> we get to Flash. And Jimmy it Dubs. might be shitty, but when we get there, we go to Gorilla City. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you like that? Gorilla beatboxing. <laughs> that nobody's ever done the Gorilla beatbox, right? For a reason. <laughs> Start throwing shit at people. Ah, it's a, it's a hell of a concert. It is I'm like if they the nightmare made version of, of Gallagher. If That's they would have made it. Planet of the Apes in the 80s instead of the 60s, you would have had that. Because if you even go back and look oh, at Planet yeah. of the Apes, you had the beatnik-looking apes that were hanging out, displayabouts. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that just looks weird. So if you would have had that in the 80s, you would have had the gorilla beatboxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would have. Hey, they they might say that I'm a little funkel, but I ain't no gorilla's uncle. There you go. Funkle with Uncle Eric. That's never been done. I, I want to know who's going to say you're a little funkle. <laughs> Where does that guy get off calling you funkle? funkle. Yeah, you don't like that? Is that like a fun you uncle? Like... Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's a fun uncle. Funkle. Hey, man, you're my so how's funkle. How's your niece doing? How's your yeah. niece doing there, fun uncle? <laughs> I'm not a funkle. I think my niece is actually in jail for meth, actually. So All right. Thank you. Good thank times. you for bringing that fun, up. Uncle. Thanks for slamming on the brakes there. There you go. That's that's yeah. This, <laughs> How about it's this? Gotten real. We've there, had a lot of fun on the podcast tonight, but let's have a talk about the many, real problem, Saudi <laughs> meth. How many forces are there? One, two, three, four. It looks like we're going to get the speed core. <laughs> there you go. See, why would it be the speed core if it's all the other forces? Speed core, Erica. Listen, some of my raps do not go well under a microscope. I'm like not force saying that, that, that they work out. No, the speed core. That's funny that I wrote speed core here and I meant to write force core. Oh, there I was. Force core seven years ago. Jim had a rap that didn't make any sense. You know, you know what Eric likes and you know what I like, but I don't like (laughs) Gemini. (laughs) There you go. I don't even want to make a monkey sound. What you doing? Uh yeah. All the speed shit is coming to a head, but let's go later when we find out Wally's dead. There you go, Eric. Too soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a. I'm not exactly a strong. Uh, you know, free rapper. <laughs> I don't even remember. Freestylist. <laughs> free rapper. 
<laughs> no, uh, this boy gets paid. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, I, I actually – Might not be a good freestyle, but at least you're a funkle. Free I, – I couldn't even remember freestyle. It's just free. I'm, I'm not a free rapper. <laughs> freestyle. Oh, my God. I'm the best so rapper. What you're telling me is that uh, you're one of those people. Mile, I bet I'm the best free rapper. Style. There you go, Eric. I'm done doing <laughs> monkey beatbox. Uh, we were going to start this, and I was I was a little down. <laughs> now, now we start talking monkey, uh, you know, rapping. I'm in. I, I, I like it. I like all this. I like the gorilla beatbox. I think that that might have to be in the title of the episode. The problem is, this is one of the first things we're recording, and I will forget this oh, I by know. the time I wake up tomorrow. I gotta write you that forget down. this gorilla? by the time we get done the next section. Gorilla beatbox. The best is I'm writing Funkle. it in my notes that I will never look at. Funko equals fun uncle. Dear Urban or free Dictionary, do I have a word for you? Have you ever needed to use a word for a fun uncle? Well, Funkle is the word. There you go. I'm, I'm going to put sure that tonight. By the time we're done, I'm putting that on the Urban Dictionary. Fun Uncle. I'm actually writing that. Fun Uncle. I wish that we had notes that you could actually see what I'm typing, and then you would see that I am indeed writing Funkle as Fun Uncle. So what you want me to do is turn on the video. No, what I need to do is share this document with you, and then you would be able to see me write it. Because when I used to do that, I don't do that anymore. Because while I'm doing the podcast with you or anybody else, I, you know, highlight shit just for fun. And usually it screws everything up, as you know. But then the one time, the one time I shared the uh, thing with Reggie, and while I was doing it, he was doing it too, and I saw how annoying it was. So I, I didn't want that anymore. So we're going to start off, Eric. We, we, we have a lot of books this week, and yet we're talking about Gorilla Beatbox. That is, is it because we'd t- rather talk about Gorilla Beatbox than the books? No, that is true. That, well, you, you hit it right on the nail. Yo, there's Eric. All hail. He just said something, and he hit it on the nail. There you go. There you go, Eric. Do you like how I end it in a very hyped-up way, kind of like an 80s cartoon announcer? Do, do you oh, get that? I want that, you to that hit I do it on it? a somber kind of way. Can you do that? Uh, maybe. How about this? You've seen them go and now see the rest. It looks like someone's dead. It's Wally West. Is that good? I do like that. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Not that. No, I'm somber. I I almost almost cried. I almost cried. Hey, everybody. Let's get Hattie. Look at there, Eric. He's a... There you go. Now I'm working in the sound. Get Hattie. (laughs) I always thought that if you're rapping, you just make up words. That's all you have to do. You always can win. No, that it's just way. that you don't have That's a very good I... vocabulary. You thought they were making up words. No, they weren't. I don't. And I actually think that, like they say, like here is your brain, and then you know, and then you break the egg and start frying yeah. it in a delicious lunch that I have, and that's your brain on drugs. I, I think that my vocabulary, because of this podcast, has really <laughs> gone down the tubes. It's gone down the tubes, Eric. Yeah, next we're going to talk about this periodical that, that they call the Flash number 59. The periodical, mm, Eric. See? Periodical. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to – I was just – hey there, baby. I ain't no stegosaurus. It sounds like I'm just a human thesaurus. There you go. <laughs> I even struggled even saying it. I knew what I was going to say. <sighs> 
boy, I don't think maybe I could get in that nerdcore rap, that sort of thing that they rap about nerdy stuff. Could that be? Well, what do you that, know, you know that's nerdy besides for comic books? How about this? Um, hey, I'm here at the party. I didn't get here late. I was at home chilling with some Stargate. There you Me go. Me too. I, I am on it. I am. Now you talk about Atlantis, <laughs> SG One, Universe. What's you chilling with, baby? See, see now, now you're messing me up. Now, yeah, I'm talking Atlantis, of course. I mean, who wouldn't be talking Atlantis? I know how much you love what, that Jason Momoa. Uh, yeah, was Jason Momoa in Stargate Atlantis? That is a really weird thing that I've never heard anybody bring up. Was he in Atlantis? Because that'd told be really you neat. This many goddamn that'd times. That'd be so neat, though. That'd be neat a tie-in with Aquaman. There I you told Flash you all 59. about this for years. I never listen to you. I don't listen to your shit. And he He's hasn't such been an on the show. Yeah, I know, underrated. I'm just saying, I, I wonder why they didn't have him dressed up as Aquaman in like a mashup of his Stargate Atlantis deal, since it was Atlantis. You know, that's the tie in. Oh, that you. gets it together. Atlantis, Eric. The, you know, Aquaman, Atlantis. You, you know, Atlantis. <sighs> Flash number 51. 59. <laughs> 69. <laughs> 70. Uh, where, where, where's Jeff? Edit that out. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Written by Joshua Fifty One, Jim. I, well, I, I wish I could remember. Probably a lot of recap and nonsense. Actually, that Probably. was right after Wally went off to the sanctuary. So, uh, and actually, I think that was like that issue where we saw all of Wally's past, where they had that you know the the whole bit of uh, you know look, this is Wally's life and things. I believe that was that one, the victory lap one for him. Uh, so there, Eric, that's what happened in Flash Fifty One. But in Fifty Nine, written by Josh Williamson, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordy. Tarragona, Scott Hanna, Tomei Moray, and Steve Wands. Wally West is off and dead in the sanctuary, Eric. Spoilers. Oh, no. And Barry and Iris have taken Fastback's advice and have gone off on a force quest in order to figure out what all these new forces are all about. After an odd stop last issue that involved Barry stopping a purse snatcher on Waxing Poetic about trolley cars, we ended in a cliffhanger in Gorilla City. It sure always It's... I always like a little gorilla action in my flash stories, but I think it's bananas that we're seeing Gemini continue in this book. But I actually oh, like God. the idea of a speed force core in the future. I did write speed core. You like I threw bananas in there. <laughs> I got the bananas in there. And yeah, you Barry's start going ape on this force quest. He is. I did have eight, but I, I thought that was a little too, uh, you know, eh, that was insensitive. <laughs> so you know, we have this here and Apes. he is in Gorilla City. We ended the last uh issue of this where he showed up and saw that Gorilla City had been massacred. The great it massacre like of Gorilla City. Dead. Yeah, so he's there, but we do get the start with this recap, and you have the same thing. This book is always going to start with, my name is Barry Allen, and he says now, and once upon a time, I was the fastest man alive. I was the fastest man alive. I used to be the fastest. So we get all that, but while we're we'll doing this, we do see- We'll get back to the fastest man alive eventually, Jim. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we do see years ago- and uh, you have that he's talking to Sullivan, who's talking about, you know, Gorilla City and things like that. And this seems as if, again, it really is pointing to the fact in a subtle way that Barry Allen screws up everything. Barry totally. Allen always messes everything up because he could have stayed in Gorilla City for maybe a day. It seems like it would have taken a week or so or maybe a, a half hour, a lunch, and would have learned about these forces before they really came about. Now, this is going to get a lot of things in this issue are going to retroactively a la maybe Tom King a bit where it's going to show you that, hey, these new forces, they're not so new. 
and they were known, but they weren't fully known. And they, you know, so the the whole idea that these were around is going to be pushed now, though it seems, you know, as we're reading it, these just came up and they just came up because the speed force was broken by See, Wally. I would, I would uh, like when to think, though, tricked. too, that, you know, maybe if Wally, I mean, Barry would have hung out with Salivar and gotten a little bit of information. He, this seems like this would be one of those, you know, four year courses, though, learning the forest quest. And maybe like that. he didn't Hopefully, want any parts of that. No, I'm like, you know, I got stuff to do back in Central City. I'm the fastest man alive, but you're going to be the slowest man alive trying to teach me all about this. So I got places to go, people to see. Yeah, he man. does say, you know, I had to get back to, you know, Central City and do some things. Maybe. Maybe, though, it would have been the fast track, uh, you know, course, like he went to DeVry. Maybe that would be it. It's a little DeVry there. He's to believe his ass when he no, tries to no, fucking but, apply for force like, jobs. Yeah. So so through this, he it, this is going to be pointed out throughout here. And it's, this is the problem I have with Joshua Williamson. Number one, this kind of goes with what we've seen a lot in his run. And I, I, I understand you're, you're introducing new things, but these new writers at DC, and I say new, they've been here for a while now, but they always seem to want to go like they want to go big but they don't really know how to so they end up making it seem bigger by saying it it has always been like the sanctuary with tom king and we talked about it this week on the patreon and that's one of your biggest problems is the idea that they're pushing that it's always been there but you didn't know it before and you know they try to work that in and this is kind of the way these these forces are to me now instead of them just being new and trying to get them Barry's going to go around on this this force quest and find out that indeed they were from before and we knew about them and things like that. When it's a long thing to talk about that with somebody who seems to have at one time been known to have invented the speed force. So you you have Barry and that's what's weird to me when you go back and try to put a history to forces, speed force, whatever. It's weird to do it with Barry. Because it, it starts oh, so with we, him. We, we have this whole thing because it starts – it depends on like what you're talking about because in my mind – I know. At one point they did say that Barry Allen did create the Speed Force. But the thing is when he did create it with that lab accident, the lightning bolt and everything like that, it went out and throughout time. So it was able to be yeah, throughout yeah, time. Oh, Anybody could have had a past, present, future. But it was created right there when Barry had it. But just the idea that there has to be – a speed avatar, a, like a strength force avatar, a sage force avatar, and a still force avatar. Yeah, because this avatar. is what happens. This is what he finds out. And, and not only that, but they worked against a dark force from outside the past, present, and future. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. These things have been locked away within the speed force behind a barrier. Yeah. Nobody's ever heard of about it before until like, you know, that's my biggest in a goddamn timeline I, I love, change. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I love – I actually love the idea. And, uh, you know, if you're going and you see – this is nothing new. It, when you're reading this, this is going to remind you of the animal man, you know, the red, the green, the rot, the, you know, it's going to remind you of that, or it's going to remind you of the Green Lantern Corps and all the right. other cores, the Skittle Lanterns, as you used to call them. And so I, I don't mind that. I actually, that actually gets me a little bit excited to think of who would be these avatars and how they go about Which, it. Well, I'm telling you, that's fine. But when you look at these little, like, you know, blacked out, like hologram, like just shadowy yeah. figures of who these avatars used to be in the Salvar, you know, hologram that Barry's hearing about, I'm like, why do they all have the symbols of their thing? Like, why, like, yeah. the Flash symbol as we know it now, apparently that's just the Speed Force symbol that's always been. And yeah. all these other ones, it, it's yeah, really forcing it the wonky. idea of these yeah. different lanterns like we have because they do have a symbol that goes with their, you know, yep. their designation and like, like stuff like that. I'm like, you really are trying to make a Force core, it seems like. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and as you look at it, like I said, it reminds you – it can remind you of the red, the green, and stuff like that. But looking at it, it with does. the symbols, it obviously is spelled out to look exactly like a green lantern, you know, lantern, different lantern course. Now, in the meantime, it starts off, and Barry is there. And when he got there, there's the massacre. So he's like, oh, no, somebody else is on a force quest. They they beat us here. So then he sits there, and he's going around looking. And I love the CSI work that he's doing. At one point, he's just on top of a wall looking around the – like, like looking around a corner. CSI, oblivious. <laughs> he, and, that, and then he's above wow. it on there. I mean, what is he doing above there where he's just kind of in a hero pose up on top of the tallest mountain? So he's going around and he well, says, He's got super speed. Normally got super I would vision, take, man. He's a higher view. Well, he says, he says, normally I would take my time on a crime scene like this, but I'm running out of time. Now, what time is he running out of? I, I want to ask you what time is he, he was just in Badnesia. Yeah, he was just in Badnesia stopping half an issue of stopping a purse snatcher, then putting a trolley back together because he's in the trolleys. And then finally, he said, you know what? And, and only there because Iris saw something in the book. So when that was kind of and fought Gemini with that. So then at the end, he just like. Yeah, you know, I'm going to get a little spiritual with the Speed Force. Let's go off. And they ended up at Gorilla City. What is, where is this time frame that he's talking about? Because the problem is, this is where we say a lot of things. And really, this is a forced quest, Eric. Boom. Uh, A lot of times (laughs) we say. for his vacation time. Yeah, that's what happened. A lot of times we say that a writer like a Joshua Williamson will force the issue to go forward and things like that. This is a weird one where. It seems as if Joshua Williamson has gotten into a place where he wants you to know that these gorillas have been murdered. He wants you to have the mystery of who is doing it. That is going to be a continuing mystery throughout this, you know, force quest, it seems. He doesn't have them stop and CSI work these because I think that then it leads to two options. Either one, Barry figures out who did it. Or number two, Barry doesn't. It looks like a schmuck. And then people are like, man, Joshua Williamson really makes Barry a bad CSI guy. So instead, he just says, I don't have any time. Where well, is even he going? With that, we don't I even know, know what he's Barry going usually next takes at this his time. That One of the big things about Barry Allen is because of his connection to the Speed Force and the Super Speed is that he can do his job very fast. And that's yes. what makes him an impressive as a CSI. Like, man, Allen, you can like for being late all the time, you sure do a good job at this and really quick. This is what he does normally. He can use his super speed to check yeah. this out pretty well. He doesn't and have to sometimes take it drives his you time. nuts when he does it. But yeah, even at the point where go back to New 52 and the hyper thinking, which I really like. But Did so I. he says, I can't look into this. I can't really look into this crime scene. I wish I could, but I'm running out of time. And then stands around and talks with Iris for a while. And, and they talk, they go. And then Iris, like, hey, look, where hole. is the next bit? Because he's like, I don't know. Uh, this seems like Grodd. I'm getting, you know, at the one point he does say, if he says, I don't have time because I have to get Iris back to Central City to safety. But still, at points, you know for a fact, even at the point when he talks to Commander Cold, who is fighting, and he says, you want me to zip back real quick? I can help you and then get back here in an instant. So it, it's it's wonky. He just doesn't want Barry to look into it because no. it's not time to reveal. This is the mystery. The we have yet. to keep it going. We ain't got yeah, time to reveal so, mysteries yeah, right now. So it's it's just an odd, and this happens a lot in books that we end up reading, uh, and it, it happens a lot with Batman books where you have the world's greatest detective, but you can't have him be that great, or else the story ends in two pages. I understand what's going on. It just kind of I hate when they get themselves into that corner, and, and it really makes me laugh when he says, "I don't have any time." Like you said, I'm like your flash. 
Yeah, time this is, is never of the essence. Yeah, and you're on a quote-unquote force quest that you've never really even spelled out where you're going. It's not like they have an itinerary. Like, they're like, okay, we'll be here, then we're going to Alaska, then we're off to Russia. They're following the clues of what happened. This is the major clue right now of what's going on at this moment. Somebody who he thinks is also on a force quest has gone ahead of them and gone to Gorilla City. Because, uh, remember, they got to Gorilla City not because there was problems, because he got spirit because he's a because he became rod. one yeah because he became one with the speed force that took him there so this is where they should be studying but they don't but then iris is like at the end she's like i, I you're not taking me back to central city i have things to do as well like find those stairs <laughs> they're just there and it's in a gorilla mouth <laughs> it's not hidden it's a secret it's passageway He's like, no, I thought those were tonsils. They're actually stairs. And like, there we go. She doesn't hit some. I wish that she leaned on something. One of those tropes where she leans and a a thing moves and then it opens up. Yeah, oh, I love it. And also the whole idea as we go through this is the, hey, you know, I have to stay with you because I have to figure out what I know from a past continuity that I studied these forces, even though we don't know anything about them. And then we'll go, you know, everything starts swirling around, but she's going to be there. Even when we move on to this whole thing where they see these, you know, like, you know, paintings on the wall and stuff like that. And Barry yeah. starts talking about he was shown something like this when he first met Salivar. And the idea that the, the gorillas have been studying the feet, speed force for like, you know, like yeah. hundreds of years. I'm like, a long ass time. But the thing is, later on, when Salivar's talking about the idea of the gorilla city, the gorillas from Gorilla City, it was because of the sage force. Yeah, the sage force. You know, empathy, which we just found out, is what gave them their intelligence. I'm like why aren't you studying more about the sage force and not the yeah. speed? I mean, and, and doing the speed force instead then if your whole thing is yeah, the sage and, force. And, and then, I don't yeah. understand this now. And throughout this, why wasn't Grodd fully using sage force years ago? Why wasn't that? There's, it gets wonky and that's the because thing, of Because that. the sage force, what you think about intelligence, you might think of telekinesis, but what we found out previously, empathy. Empathy. Yeah. So it, it, it could end up, Kind of explaining some things, but it does some empathetic apes there, Chip. They, well, they go, they, they go, yeah, they go down and and start fighting a bunch of apes that attack them. They end up being robots, and they find these scientists that, that ended up down below, down in the basement. That's where you keep the scientists. Uh, they're down there. They avoided this massacre, though conveniently, again, they didn't see who did it. And so they're talking about this. And this is where Barry and the scientists kind of come together. And Barry is realizing right now, boy, I, I should have listened to so far. I should have stayed a little and listen, because now I'm a student without a teacher. And, you know, they're giving them a history. You end up with a big hologram of Solivers talking about this, you know, as this goes on. Our favorite villains, I did not think we're going to be coming back this soon. One issue later, Gemini shows up. And it I looks they like they wanted to taste of that speed force. So I yeah, figured and it they'd looks be on the like trail. Gemini is going to follow them, in my mind, and just decimate whoever is left behind in Barry's wake because he's <laughs> talking to these scientists. And he's like, you know, and they, you, you find out all this stuff from Solovar's, you know, hologram. We find out about these avatars. I actually like the idea. I think that's exciting. I hope that it works out a little. And plus, the with thing an is, avatar. It could be exciting, but it's going to be goddamn ridiculous because they're never going to make sense. Well, at this is all. the and thing. This, I thought maybe avata- you get these the avatars, they'll explain things. Yeah, I, I would hope they would. But thing is, we've been dealing with this for a while. Though. We have these four avatars talking about the still, sage, strength, and speed. What about the negative speed force? Yeah, I know. It's weird too because is I actually fully, force I fully forgot about the still time? force for some reason. They, oh yeah, the still force because we've been we, we've been upset about the negative. So, and I guess the negative speed force is just the 
antithesis of so the we're gonna have the negative space. strength force. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's the weak force, and then you have the sa- the the sage force, the anti sage force, the wrong turn force, being a pe- being a piece of shit. You, you just don't care. Uh, that's the not oh, no. care force. Are we the avatars? That's what I'm the avatar of. I'm the, <laughs> me and you are both. They have dual avatars for the not care force. Why but am yeah, I the negative thin force? Yeah, the negative no heart force. They call it. But yeah, so with this is going on, they end up getting word. Uh, from Captain or Commander Cold, he's fighting because they end up sending him, you know, some data. It, it's very you know funky. force data, yeah, force data that ends up uploading and then downloading. I, I don't understand it, but it sends it, and that's where Commander Cold ends up seeing this. And again, this is the force part of it, where he's like, "All right, thanks a lot, boy. That's a lot of crazy forces. I haven't seen uh, you know that much force since the since I was in the future." And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're kind of getting a little wonky again because of what you don't and, you know, no one don't know. But it does lead to Corto Maltese. He's like, I oh, I, I can too. match Here, this up. We can understand the whole idea. We can give you all of the information we have on the four forces, Flash, the data we've collected over the years. Great. We have a tech savvy friend. Commander Cold, check this out. Hoo-wee. Go to Corto Maltese. We've got a strength force hit there, boy. All you know, right. He's like, boy, look at the shit, boy. He's like, hey, oh, man, things are through the roof in Corto Maltese, you know. You know what they say. And then it's off there. And then no. he also, as he's fighting, he's like, yeah, go there. And also, yeah, I'm picking up a lot of radio chatter. I mean, he is tuned in to Corto Maltese right now. He, he is 100% Corto Maltese. This tech is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's so great. But, yeah, he ends up saying, okay. We're off the Corto Maltese. That's where the strength force is. And Barry is. And again, you have to remember that through all of this, it's not just a force quest, but he also feels very responsible for all these things happening. No, it was Wally. He's, you know, but he's going to he's going to be the garbage man. I'm the garbage. But man. even that, clean we, up I'm mess. telling you, we have the idea now that these things have been around for, you know, ever, whatever you want to call it. They have had like avatars. We've had these different civilizations yeah. study these different things. Do you think we're ever going to learn why these two forces out of the four were locked away in a speed force barrier? Yeah, I know. I, I don't think so. And uh, that's the <laughs> and thing, how too. running a lot breaks that speed force yeah, barrier. It ran, he ran. That guy was running faster than fast itself. He was running. Itself. He was running. And, uh, I, I, but I always did. And even though it, like we said at the beginning, it gets a little wonky because of Barry, but like you said, it, it shot off in the time and stuff like that. When yes. the speed force That's was why Jay Garrick always had it too, as yeah. well throughout space yeah. and time. And I, I do, so. I do enjoy though, the idea of them like digging up like old, like even when they show those pictures and you see that, that actually does get me excited. I kind of, it brings out the archaeologist in me, Eric, is what oh. it does. And I don't know. My dad's dead. So he can't pish posh me. No stopping me now, daddy. There's I no can do whatever I want. And now, daddy. He's in limbo, I think. The best is he's in limbo. Children's could, limbo? Could never limbo. Eric, he's a big fan. So, but yeah, so they're going to go off to Corto Maltese. They go off to do that. You know, you, you have Barry pick up uh, Iris. She puts the, uh, you know, her turtleneck over her mouth and off they go. And then God you see Gemini. Yeah, Gemini comes and is well, like, not even that. You know, not oh, even before man. Gemini. Before Gemini shows up when they run off, let us get to work. Our fallen have, oh, you yeah, know, our yeah. fallen brothers have to be put to peace. Why didn't you tell the Flash the whole truth? He's not ready. I'm like, he's not God ready. Damn it. And so Only what if you do you would have think listened that to is? I don't know. And what do you think that is? It because it, does, it could be anything. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to be who they, they didn't see the killer. They say the killer and then that is resolved with like, the, was it Grodd? No, no, it wasn't Grodd. No. This, this isn't Grodd's MO. 
uh, you know, he would have killed know these guys, not the killed thing, those guys. He what, he says. With that whole thing that we had before where, you know, with the Solvers talking about it, you know, this dark energy beyond, you know, from past, present, and future. I got to imagine it's going to be goddamn reverse flash again. Yeah. And and with that, I guess maybe it'll be one of those things. I think that they have to tell him or they were going to tell him something about, like, if you get all the forces together. So there's some sort of cataclysmic <laughs> thing. You don't cross the streams. But, yeah, then you have Gemini show up and they're going to suck the energy off. I just of imagine the when, when they when they do tell him it's going to be too late, when even though he's not ready now, you know, like. Why don't you tell yeah. him the rest no, of the stuff of the forces? Is. He doesn't even know what these other forces are. He's not ready. But by the time you know it's yeah, going to be, he's not ready. it's going to be too late when they do tell. Him. And even yeah. when they do tell, him, they're dead now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, them? they're they're sucking they're sucking the energy out of the gorillas, and you have like, oh man, talking monkeys. That sounds delicious. No, it doesn't. Monkey brain, Eric. You don't, you don't want to do that. Chilled monkey chilled brain. Monkey brains. You don't want chilled monkey brains. Uh, but even but yeah, that, they, it felt weird with Gemini sucking off this power because we had this idea before. Where we had a statue that they they sucked the energy out of, which was enchanted to a degree with a god of strength. Yeah. What energy are they getting out of chilled monkey brains? Sage Force, baby. That's Gorilla City. Sage Force. That's what I, I don't. Did, are they still rife with the fucking? Like, well, I thought they, that would have I now. mean, they're talking. They, gorillas don't usually talk. I don't know if you're aware of that. They got Sage Force in them. They got Sage Force. I don't know. Force, I'm afraid. I don't go they, after. I don't go near gorillas. No, no. Then they throw shit at you. That's what happens. It's kind so of like you tell me. You is know, that us, the Gemini's are getting empathy powers. Yes, and, and also maybe a lot of residual fecal matter. Because that's like what it. that's what gorillas do. That they, they throw shit. It's kind of like we are the gorillas of the podcasting uh, deal, at least of comic podcasting. We're always throwing that shit out there, you know. And gorilla beatboxing for some reason. Damn right. <laughs> so they end up going to Corto Maltese, and you do end up coming face to face with who now is. And this is the thing now, because we already saw the strength force being used by Trickster. We saw yeah. it even before uh, with Zoom, and yeah, with and Zoom Flash. and. This seems different because the whole deal when that was going, it was always going to burn somebody up. It was always going to look for the other deal. This does seem because suddenly she has the avatar symbol on her. I would think that this is the right, you know, uh, me llamo Fuerza, Fuerza, which means force. Yeah. Yeah, which means force. You know, it's the strength force named force uh but the thing so is i, I, I don't understand the right as well. avatar i'm telling you i want to know what the right avatar is as well because we had this yeah. goddamn graboid going underground to possessing people yeah. looking for the yeah. fucking right avatar but things are changing speed force storm where uh people can whoever you are can have the speed force no matter what and yep. that's okay yeah yeah so it, things change when in the speed book. force ever goddamn fucking burn anybody Joshua out Joshua Williamson has written pretty much I think every issue I don't think he's taken any time off I, I don't remember I don't think he has and his story keeps changing it keeps morphing around a bit when he mentions old things that happened in the book they tend to change the characters that did it to fit the newer story he tends to change a little things back and, and things like that so we're already seeing where that the problem is you're looking for clues because I don't know if he thinks it but i don't know really what all these forces are i don't really no. know that you tell me the strength force really has to do with gravity and i'll tell yeah. you you got one confused guy over here i don't really get it fully so i'm waiting to see it but when you also have these 
tertiary, you know, things going on like a graboid that that gets it or that the at one point the sage force seemed to be controlling minds. Then it became empathy. Then it's dream warriors. Uh, I need something <laughs> that I have solid footing I'm with. Still for so I'm that, still not sure what that does. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, that's what it is. We still are waiting for it. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. But I need to have something where I, I need my foundation to not be made of sand. Eric, that doesn't work. So I don't have any foundation here. I need something so that when I see Fuerza and I see what happens here, I can see that that is, oh, that means that the speed for the strength force isn't fully accepting her. Or that means that she is the true avatar. Or that means I I don't know right now. I I really don't. I don't know. I don't know. And so I'm waiting and I hope that now what appears to be kind of the you know real avatar maybe this will spell it out and well, even i'm I, guessing I, I i'm guessing are you guessing that she's bad because yeah, i'm not she's definitely i'm bad. guessing that I'm she is, i'm bad. guessing i think that she's actually good and they have attacked her because they don't understand her it just I don't understand seems to her me either. like she Joshua just Williamson being hasn't let the cops understand her i just need i i need jelly drew to say oh she a baddie that's all I need right now. But <laughs> and then that, I think about these whole other forces stuff like that. What we had in the New 52 when Reverse Flash was first brought back. And he was back in time. And he was actually living his life to get to the present to fight the Flash again. And as he was going, he was collecting different people who were affected with the Speed Force, who were given different powers from the Speed Force, which we've seen yeah. a lot of. All these different characters, even in the Speed Force Storm, were given variations on the Speed Force. What are the variations of the strength still and Sage? You know, because we don't know yeah, what the regular powers are. We're not going to know about any variation. Kind of strong, a little stronger. I want to know These where the, the Speed Force people are going to burn out, Jim. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is is this a character that's going to burn out or is she? I, I don't She's know. She's kind of simple, Jim. She ain't burning out. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. This is what I want to know. So maybe we'll find out. And uh, I'm telling you, the avatars do get me a little excited. I know that things are forced a little. Um, I like seeing gorillas. I always like seeing gorillas. And I, I know that it, it was very like kind of just right away, just kind of like here it is. But Solovar at least gave us something. It seems like this is important uh, where the last issue, the beginning of the Force Quest, uh, they were in Badnesia. I mean, really, Badnesia? It's a great place to visit, Eric. You don't want to live there. But so this seems like it's starting to be important. I wish they would have taken – why didn't they take Fastback with them? There wouldn't have been any reason not to, right? Just bring them there. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm going to give this a six five. (laughs) Well, the the whole reason they would want to is they'd really want him to come out of his shell, Aaron. I I I end up liking this a little more than what I've had before. Like I have been really down on this book. I'm starting to like this. I I hope that it continues. I want to know more. But I like what's going on with these forces as a the avatars. I think that's neat. So I and I like the art. So I gave it a six five. What would you give it? I really like the art in this issue as well. It's just everything in here feels forced. Even we get you know the dowsing rod aspect to the gorilla city where we find out these things that have just been released from you know being stuck behind bars. They've been around forever and people know Damn about right. them, even though the future doesn't know about them. Only a past life fucking Iris knows about them. Besides for gorillas, my. You're just forcing all of this stuff. I don't understand these forces. And then all of a sudden, we're going to have a Green Lantern like force thing going on throughout. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's Exciting, kind of cool right? if it's done right, but I don't understand what you're <laughs> you throwing at me. Do you trust all. Joshua Williamson to do it no. right? Yeah. A lot of people love him. 5.8 out of 10. 
Okay, they love this run, and it, it confuses me. I think I need the Sage Force to kind of get connected with them you need to get and see with, why uh, they Joshua like Williamson? it. And empathetic with the fans, Eric. The fans, I, I love them. I love these fans. I'm now. That's it. From now on, from this moment on. I'm now infected with the Sage Force as we continue this podcast. I am now Sage Force Jimmy and possibly herpes and maybe other things. Hepatitis, possibly. Hepatitis. I'm the Hepatitis Force. That's right. Gonorrhea Dave. I'm not even going to be gone. I'm Empathy Jimmy. Here we go. What's the next book, Eric? I, I really hope I like it. I think I will. Titans number 30. Starting it out. Is that a good start? Oh, I love this cover. Keep going. Titans number 30, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Minkyu Young, John Dell, Scott Hanna, Andriana Lucas, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. We last saw our Titans team stranded on an alien planet where they carried crucial information to turn the tides against the sea gods in the Drowned Earth mini-event. Yeah, not a crucial, not as crucial as it turns out, apparently. Besides that, though, we saw the team get torn down some more as Beast Boy lost control and attacked his teammates, which made Miss Martian lose control and reveal that she's actually a white Martian in disguise. Let's see how our team handles this new revelation. Oh, let's see. <laughs> let's you, discuss. Brandon? Let's discuss here. Uh, that is that you just stole Brandon's signature move. Yeah, you know how to do that. Now it, we go here, and I hate I hate the cover. The empathy Jim steps aside for a second. I don't what like the empathy cover. Jim? The variant cover, Eric. I could sit and look at that variant cover and smile for days on end. And this is not empathy, Jim. This is just standard, Jim. Seeing the construct car being driven by Kyle Rayner with all of them going. And, and you have Donna Troy like, onward, ho, and yelling. At, oh, it's so great. It's so I'm great. You, I'm looking at that regular cover, though, with this whole picture and stuff I like that. The, all the Titans are getting crossed up. I'm like, where's Nark in this? Because we yeah. saw on Titans mm-hmm. Hunt, Nark was one of the freaking regular, you know, yeah, Titans like this. Too. He's dead, too. Yeah. Nobody cares about Nark. I, uh, I love that variant cover. And I love the idea that and, – and again, the variant cover spoils the cliffhanger, which kind of sucks. But uh, by the end, we will see. It, it gets well, you excited to read this issue for well, the first time Well, by the end, we do see – spoiler alert uh, – Kyle Rayner seems to be joining the team, and that is awesome. That is great. Uh, like hopefully I just it's just said what that this book the, needs, and he sticks around. Yeah, and hopefully, it, yeah, it, it continues. I like the art in this issue. I'm accentuating the positive as Empathy Gem. I really like the art in this, and I do like the moment with uh, Miss Martian and Beast Boy. It's a nice enough moment. It kind of goes, but number one, where they're fighting, we called what was gonna. We called what was gonna happen here. We we knew that this cliche bit of you know what. Oh, a monster's only a monster if people think it is, and you're our friend. Yay! I knew this was going to happen, and we've had three moments in this book that this has happened with, including where Donna Troy starts going, you know what, guys? Nightwing, one we just had this two issues ago. We had this already when Garth showed up, and we don't need it. We don't need this again. They're on this planet, and the best part is that we said, and we forgot to even mention it, in the finale of Drowned Earth, which we talked about on the Patreon. Uh, Yeah, Natasha has some information that she has to get to Batman. She don't get there. If it happens, it's going to be retroactively happening this and they'll go back and and the worst will be is it'll be months from now and it'll be see see it'll be off panel when when Batman ended up disappearing before he showed up again in the pat that's when she ended up but it didn't when he nothing. was securing so Jaro whatever, and Starman 
Yeah, yeah, Jaro and Starman. That's what it, she just popped in. Hey, guess what? And then they were immediately crucial turned to information because we saw, yeah, this crucial information is hardly crucial in what ends up happening. So it kind of made me giggle with that. Um, Dan Abnett does not like to push stories forward. He not likes to have things, and and the best is he likes to kind of have guys sitting around. Yeah, well, even have that's, a lot that's of one of my favorite this- things. We have we have Miss Martian as her white Martian self battling the hoped out Beast Boy, where there's Natasha Raven and you know Donna Choi standing around watching. All of a sudden, there's you know Raven grasping her knee. Whatever the yeah. case, we have to break them up before they kill each other. Ow! Ow! You're hurt, Raven. She- Steal with yep. me. Yeah. So Raven's done. Yeah. This is what happens this was, in this book. This was me as a firefighter. All right, let's yeah. get in there, oh, boys. Oh, yeah, really? My shoulder. Oh, God. I, I right, could just you see, you like, secure the perimeter. The rotator cuff going. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, uh, Shay, you stay here. No, no. Ow. I, I want to. Oh, <laughs> you keep going. Come on, give me my pack. Ow. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like, oh, here we go. You end up, hey, where's Shay again? He didn't pull that shoulder shit, did he? Oh, of course he <laughs> no, did. No, he had a headache, uh, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? He is a headache. You know what I'm saying? Somehow he's smoking a cigar now on the scene, lighting the cigar no, on actually, the fire that they're putting out. Yeah. Lighting of the fire with, with the fire? That'd be pretty oh, cool. Yeah. That's a badass move. Yeah, really. So uh, they end up, and yeah, you I have this guys whole thing. They would pull their pants down and piss on the fire. Yeah, hey, that's that's showing the fire who's boss. Like, so you all have, of a sudden we're like seven year old kids playing firefighter in this burning yeah, building. Why not? Why not? So you have Miss Martian. She's going to use her empathy and use her, you know, telekinesis type mind deal to show Beast Boy and soothe the savage beast. By Which telling is funny him, because we this, not is a why, this is why she actually couldn't control herself last time. She didn't have the strength to do this and got batted away. Yeah, now yeah. that she's, I guess she's not using her powers to disguise. She's got a little bit more yeah. oomph behind her goddamn I mean, psionics. So now she can cut through to him. She's got four arms now. She's got a lot of things. That, you know, so she's not using that. She's kind of let that go, and now she's using the psionics to to kind of get him. And it does work. So he ends up like, oh man, I'm so happy and, though by the end that even though we've established that no matter what one looks like they are still good people and they can be useful and stuff like that i'm so glad that she doesn't say like all right i can stick to looking like this no no you must go back to your green she decides it's on her own thank me i don't want to look at this white martian i have all yeah, the time i know she ends up going back it's 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 funny but yeah the whole deal is is continuing secrets uh problems and that's where lies you end secrets. up having raven secrets and lies yeah really raven sees where her soul self is she sees where it's locked that's pretty much just setting up where out of in nowhere the future, sitting yeah. around a fire i feel myself yeah me too don't look at me anymore but no i feel myself in another realm I, yeah my soul self is chained up my not much of a soul self. they dark. get chained up huh so- yeah, somewhere awful. It's it's shadow chains is what it is. There's, but yeah, that's just setting up that later we'll have an arc where they go to get her soul self. I'm sure. And I'm, meantime, I'm hoping it's very Natasha, soon because I want Raven not to be goddamn useless anymore. Because all know, she does she is, is talk useless. about, I can't do nothing. I don't have my soul self. I'm so, like, where'd you leave yeah, it? And I Where'd love you see this. it last? I love, yeah. Yeah, really. I, it's always the last place you look at, Soul South. I, I like to where Beast Boy's like, man, I must have ruined everything by destroying the beacon. Yeah. And yeah, you did, Beast Boy. Pretty much you did. But Natasha's but no, like, oh, cool. you know, I'll put it together I can with re-refix wood. it. And, and really, 
when is Dan Abnett? I know Dan Abnett is a Brit, and I don't know how much he is in tune. He's an older fellow, though. Why? Oh, why did you go Robinson Crusoe and not Gilligan's Island as the reference to say, oh, I can make it. What? We got some we got some uh, coconuts around here. I can make a radio. Uh, It was so good. It's hey, if Robinson Crusoe can build a condo out of bamboo. I'm like, really? You're going there? What? If you're a Gilligan's Island. I'm talking to this. She's a young girl, maybe 20 years old in my mind. What do you think she would know more? Robinson Crusoe, a best-selling novel that's a book. I don't think she'd know either. And she she's is a busy smart with cookie. The she's stuff. reading the books yeah, instead of watching Gilligan's Island. She, she likes she likes the pop culture references. I think she's watching Gil- Gilligan's <laughs> oh, she's Island. A big pop I mean, culture fan, here's she- the deal. Yeah, Gilligan's Island. I mean, really, it was canceled in what 2010? When didn't it last that long? Bob yeah, something like that, Bob right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's new, right? That and leave how it to be. No, Denver leave it to be dead now. I don't know. Uh, a long time. Uh, uh, who do you like better, Bob Denver or John Denver? Who is, who is your favorite? Bob Denver, Denver, definitely. You don't like you don't like John Denver. Two thousand five. You don't like him. In, uh, oh God, you're not no. a big fan. Uh, so yeah, the, she's going to go off, and I like it too. She's like, hey, if Robinson Crusoe can build a condo out of bamboo, I'm sure I can steal. I'm like, well, what was that? That was so girl. weird, yeah, girl. Why? <laughs> ah, it was a joke. You remember those, right? Beast boy jokes. You remember that? And so they're, they're gonna, yeah. So they're gonna go and like, man, I'm sorry, I wrecked Stop everything. Your steel. I'm so so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. And that's where Raven's like, ah, she's gonna go wonky. Everything's going wrong. I, I laugh too that throughout this. Then later, it seems that Beast Boy kind of gets sick of people. He's like, oh man, we can't even help ourselves. And I'm like, you destroyed everything, you son of a bitch. You can't have. We're late years from home with no food. Yeah, there was a beacon. You just look, everybody. It. I'm pretty sure by looking at the stars right now, we are closer to the source wall yeah, the source you know, wall. as itself. That's so what it's affecting us a little bit is. more than usual. Oh, yeah. okay. So this is where Donna Troy even talks to Natasha and's like, "Hey, you know, what are you going to do? How are we going to get this through? Is this going to work?" And Natasha's like, "Oh, we'll figure it out. I'm going to try to salvage the beacon and stuff like this." But then Natasha's the one who says, "You know, how much more of this can we take?" And and I think she's actually me. You know, me and you are sitting there. We're actually Natasha. Like, hey, Donna, how many times are we going to fight? I mean, the, these this book, that's the joke of this book is. How many more hits are we going to fighting. have to take? Secret surprises. How much more before, they, before we just we fold. fold? And this <laughs> is a good moment in this book because Donna Troy thinks, you know what? You're right. We got to change this. So she goes to the group and says, listen, this group. I, I joined the Titans, the Titans that we know of, you know, that half are dead now, but we, we had a connection. We were family. Yeah. And then I, I wish she even spelled out more like we were family. And then when Wally came back, boy, we really remembered our identity. We had a strong identity. We, and, and the thing well, is, don't, don't just go bringing up Wally like that because you say that they're not going to know what it is because apparently I know. they have no idea about the Sanctuary Massacre because yeah, yeah, they didn't no, know that Donna don't. Troy was at Roy's funeral. Yeah, Donna says this. And with this, though, to me, she is almost pleading to the readers as well and saying, listen, I know that that's the team you wanted. You know, here they are. There, there's Wally giving the rabbit ears behind Man, that everybody. that looks like a lot of fun, that We're team. We're having a lot of fun here. But that's not how it's going to be now, oh. unfortunately. Eh, if them are dead, so we're not going to do that. But I think that we can 
have our own, you know, deal. We can get together. Nightwing trusted me to be this bond of the old Titans. He picked us all because of what we are and who we are. I think he that didn't we know about can my get terrible this drinking together. Problem, but maybe yeah, and, I yeah, can get over maybe, that. I could be that way he wanted She's me to like, be. Listen, I mean, really, there are two different types of rehabs. You can go to like an AA center type deal like that, or you can go on an alien planet that has no alcohol. Eric, she is now on the mend. She a cold turkey, cold turkey, so, baby. Yeah. So she's there and like, listen, I, I just want you to know all this stuff. And, you know, and, and where I really thought that Dan Abnett missed out because I like this moment, but we've never seen a moment before this where you had Natasha say like, man, you just wish that Roy was still on the team. There's never been any time where Beast Boy has said, yeah, you, you just think that I'm not as good as Tim Drake. And stuff like that. So when she's like, boy, you know, Roy's dead. Yeah, there's there's this deal. But they don't really know him. And the idea of her saying, I think that we could be a better team, even though we're not fat. There there was never that problem. But she is bringing them together, which I do like. And the thing is, though, which is a nice moment if it wasn't all just here to do act as that recap we talk about in every issue of The Flash. Yeah, that's what it's like. This is is a recap as her talking about her feelings. This is what Dick wanted. And then this happened. And then this happened. And then this happened. And then we got here. I'm like, I was reading the issues, Donna. You calm down. I know you might be upset, but geez. Yeah, and where I say sometimes where, you know, the the whole idea of where I'm reading a book and I'm like, boy, let the art get involved in the storytelling, please. I like what happens in this because as Don is talking to Miss Martian and she says, Miss Martian's like, boy, you are a leader. And then Don says, whoa, 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 I, I'm not the leader. I, I just wanted to rally the troops, get everybody on the same page. Yeah, you know, while this is going on, she's going back into being the R- Miss Martian that we, you know, we don't want the white Martian. Now she's the green Miss Martian that we know. She's and I the like pretty that Martian. I like as it goes into that. Where, you know, then she's like, all right, we're going to be a team. And it kind of puts like the exclamation point on that of them being a team and then ends just as it's funny, too. It seems to just happen so that when Kyle Rayner comes back, he's whoa, white Martian, I'm out of here. But yeah, also (laughs) the idea, too, I think that might have been a little over some people's heads that probably, you know, that joined in a rebirth or since then is the idea of how freaked out everybody in the team was to see a white Martian. I don't think that a lot of people reading from rebirth on would get that idea of how bad a white Martian is and how these characters would react as crazy as they did. And how she even says, you know, earth hates the white Martians. They know all about it. I, they I actually read that Martian liked... Manhunter series in the DC. No, you? no, they did Martian not. Man-eater? I'm saying since, <laughs> since the, you know, since we had, and that the, the freaking planet with the fangs uh so Phobos. i wish that instead of donna troy going on yeah going on about hey you know you know you had this and that maybe there could have been a little better explanation for some people about the white martians and what that means and things like well, that even they, this, they like the whole idea the when, Do- when don is rallying the troops we talked about it before we got on with the old idea you know you know gar struggling with this condition raven losing her soul self miss them getting hurt and then being forced to reveal that she's you know her painful private secret and steal 
still working herself to exhaustion because you know she's got that crucial <laughs> yeah, data. I'm you know, like, you know that's she her still secret. Have all that much problem going on no, here. No, Natasha's problem and her secret and her hidden thing that she doesn't want anybody to know is she actually enjoys working and will work overtime, <laughs> maybe for no pay. That's her. That's her hidden secret. She really doesn't mind busting her balls to get things done. That, that seems to be what it is. Her bad secret is she's working too much and has information for Batman. I'm telling you, I, you want this, I want this feeling to hit me harder because even when she gets through, it's like, and then we get to Donna talking about, and I have my own issues. A few days before Nightwing was yeah. shot, I attended a funeral, Roy Harper's funeral. <gasps> oh my God, that's, Donna, uh, yeah. why didn't you say anything? I'm like, do, do you people yeah. know who Roy Harper is? Because it doesn't that's, seem that's like the you thing. do. That's what I and said. What, like, what don't yeah. you know about this whole thing? I'm like, I want this whole thing to be this whole moment that we had. What I thought before, you know, even before Nightwing got shot, where we get over all of our team powder keg problems and we can see, oh my God, you know, we're all struggling with something that's going to allow us to work together as a team. But this yeah. whole revelation, he went to a, are they pissed because they weren't invited? Like, where are they yeah. getting all upset They're about? Like, man, we're superheroes, right? No, it's just, it is kind of forced. And I didn't get the feels there. I got the more feels when you had, you know, Miss Martian talking to Beast Boy about, you know, what is a monster and it's what people think. And it goes with both of them. And then when Donna, really, the, the and, Donna talked to Miss Martian is okay, but it was. Was, was Nightwing that? at the funeral? Uh, I don't think he was. No, I, I don't why remember. Why was he at this goddamn funeral? Because like, yeah, before I don't, I don't Nightwing remember, got shot, actually. I attended a funeral. I, I didn't think, like, he I don't was, think he was, actually. No, so, yeah, he was busy. He was busy getting shot in the head. No, that was uh, a few yeah, days they, after. They just, I know, I know. But yeah, uh, I like when Miss Martian's like, hey, you're a leader. And Donna's like, no, no. But Donna really should be the leader. And she says, Miss Martian, I'm the liaison. So I, I really can't be the leader. And then the best part happens. Kyle Rayner shows up. And if Luke Hollywood is going to be upset that they canceled the Kyle Rayner volumes of those trades that he loves, at least he's going to get them in a book. And this book seems it, it's right It's such for a him. weird idea to me that they would cancel those Kyle Rayner volumes right as this is about to hit because yeah. – you haven't really even it introduced no him to the team if that's what you plan on doing. See how it works out. See if he gets Kyle Rayner fans and then see how, keep this thing going to see if sales pick maybe up. They're, maybe they're delaying it because of that. They want to wait, know. but it seems like it's canceled. And really, you got Kyle Rayner, who is Dick Grayson in a Green Lantern suit there, Luke. He always did look like that's that. not yeah, it's true cool. at all. How dare you? Yes, it's it also is. cool if he you is. think about the old continuity. He's the fun, nice guy. He's the fun, nice guy. He's the fun, nice guy. I, I like the idea, I too, because we are rehashing the idea of the Miss Martian being a white Martian, because that was in the old continuity as well. And they, even if you watch the the Netflix, the, what the, I don't know if it was the Netflix series, Young Justice. Yeah, it had been the Netflix series. No, they're bringing it back. But the Young Justice series, they went over that as well kind of thing. So maybe with Kyle Rayner joining the team, in the previous continuity, Kyle Rayner and Donna Troy had a thing going on. So maybe we get to explore that Ooh, again and through this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So I, this was okay, but it, it's more par for the course for this book. Agreed. We need, I mean, it's funny because I could – I imagine while I was reading it, I imagine you saying, well, now that we got the bickering, now that we have the team rah-rah thing, that. we can they move on. You said, no it, more. you said it like three times now. I, I just keep hearing you say it, and I'm like, is he going to say it again? Is he going to say it again? I actually thought go. about saying it when go. I was reading. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing it no more. You can't fool me yeah. anymore, Dan yeah. Abbott. Because they keep doing it. Yeah. So uh, what would you give it? 
I would end up giving this issue. I like the art. I'm telling you, I like that we got the bickering out of the way. Now we can move together as a team. But no, the whole idea of Kyle Rayner being on here really gets me excited. There's not much to this issue. But if you want to go the route that I don't want to go and think that things will progress from here without the bickering, maybe you got that going for you. It's it's at least an idea you can put in your head going forward. But I, yeah. I want to see how this progresses because, I, like I said at the beginning of Rebirth, this could be one of the most important books. Not with what we're doing now, but eventually it could get back to being one of the most important books. I want it to be. No, I don't think I'm it'll give ever it an, be one of the I'm most saying, important. I'm, but I, I'm yeah. trying to uh, make my six out of ten seem like it's legitimate at this point. No, that's what I'm, I'm giving going it a six, six out of five. Ten. I don't mind it. I'm giving it six five. And it's uh, the same Kyle Rayner shows again. up. Kyle Rayner. I just I like the art. And, uh, you know, I did like some of the little moments. Uh, and I love that the soul self is pr- imprisoned by soul chains. And uh, with that, though, it, isn't it chains. funny that Kyle, Kyle Rayner shows up at the end and is already the best member of the team? <laughs> he's, yep. he's only on one page. I'm like, yep, he's my favorite on the team. Me too. So, yeah, I'm going 6-5. Uh, we're going to end this section with one last book, Eric. One last book. And maybe we'll just – how about this? We just stop the podcast after this one. We'll just end it early, Eric, and go home. See you and okay. never. How about that? All right. I'm down. It's Wonder Let's Woman do number 59, <laughs> written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Stop Carrie Nord. Stop twisting my arm, Jimmy. G. Willow Wilson continues her run, and while last issue had a huge moment with Ares finally escaping his prison on Themyscira, Wilson's debut fell a little flat for me. I'm hoping that she gets her footing on this book quick, because since Greg Rucka left Wonder Woman, this book hasn't really had an identity, and last issue seemed to follow in that same direction. Now, I'm sure that I would have mentioned it earlier, possibly at the beginning of the uh, first books before we did Detective Comics that we are trying to change up the way we do our blurbs and kind of before we go, instead of, you know, making jokes with each other, kind of recap some things. It's kind of hard when you let's only have one issue in. Let's not talk about what the book's in. about and then talk about the book. Yeah, and let's, then let's talk, talk about, about what the book's about. We're going to where we are to now. catch up, people. Yeah. So the, the issue Maybe with ourselves. this is when I went to write this blurb for Wonder Woman – uh, obviously, it's only one issue that G. Will yeah. Wilson's on, so there's not much of a history of it. But I sat there thinking about, like, what would I recap to tell people? I'm like, you know what? Pretty much the recap is just Greg Rucka's run because nobody else seems <laughs> to be able to get past that. You, you did have the Jason story with James Robinson, but that just wasn't that great. And, and people got what bored about the with Mayfly it. Story even, then, with even then, but I'm saying even then, <laughs> you still can't escape Greg Rucka's grip. He has he has his his grip on the, it's like out of his cold dead hands. This book is, and it reminds me so much, especially with G. Will Wilson, who I love and have really been excited. But it's starting to remind me what happened in the New Fifty Two when Brian Azzarello had that huge run, thirty five issues that yeah. people. And we found later some people hated it, but what people were we not saw, happy, yeah. yeah, we saw a lot of people loved it. And when that book ended, and you had Meredith Finch, and they, it, they nobody could get past that Brian Azrael, and still, even so. You're still dealing some of that because Greg Rucka joined on and just basically wanted to wipe that all out. So you have yep. this and then really bail. this merry-go-round of this story. And it just doesn't have – it's every time now. And G. Willow Wilson is a big writer. And I, I'm telling you, I really, really love what, her like Miss Marvel book. I think it's great. She's like seven, eight. And, and Man, but she's writer. really good. But this doesn't have – and like it the doesn't gravitas. have a G. Willow Wilson stamp on it yet. It doesn't have any stamp on it. It, it I'm just telling feels you, reading very this issue, generic. it felt like it was a short issue for how little actually happened in yeah. it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I said I, I I thought that my little tagline that I had on my review on the site, <laughs> I put God of Boar. Eric, I thought I was telling you. So. Oh, God damn, wait, all I hear is about God <laughs> so, of Boar. So clever. God of Boar. But yeah, with this, you get the idea that she is going to take her time as she gets used to the character, she is going to do some spring cleaning. She's going to get some things into place. She's going to grab some things that maybe Greg Rucka took off the playing board, like a Themyscira, like an Ares, yeah. and, and go with that. But the problem is these first two issues, including the art. And I know you didn't mind the art that much last issue. I, I just I can't get invested. This art doesn't make the book feel bigger. It, right. it makes it feel smaller to me. It almost, to me, is like an art that I would expect on a digital first title and this is one of the trinity and a new run from a huge writer that came over to dc so i i expected a little more than that but i also expected more of the story now she went on twitter this week and said that she had just finished issue number eight she just finished the script for her eighth issue and she said i really think that i'm finally getting the character of diana down and I, I think that we're right, seeing. Four months. I, yeah, I think that we're seeing her kind of struggle with that here, and so with that, she's kind of laying a little off of Wonder Woman to kind of get you know as she learns a little more of that voice and things, well, she's going to throw this other that, stuff in, but, but we, it's not interesting. We got these mythical characters. I don't even know what the fuck's That's up what with I'm them. Saying. We talk, That's try to not talk about oh, they, they, they used to dwell in Olympus, and Olympus is off limits now. I'm like, and even that, if it was, it was because of Just League Dark with Hecate yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. all this. Or, like, or what is all going to tie in? The, you know, we saw the gods in Hitch's run, even back yeah, in the, the they left too. They left Olympus, so I'm kind of going with that, and that the idea. That Ares, the prison breaking was a little more than just him breaking out of prison. It has kind of let these things come back in. But I want to know what happened to Grail. I want to know Themyscira itself is the biggest thing. And you don't get any of that here. And then what you do get are this kid with these mythological characters that end up going to a griffin that does. You see Steve Trevor, but even that is lackluster. This just Especially is when not- you see Steve Trevor because yeah, his, yeah. the art, like, you know. I yeah. don't mind the art per se, but Steve Trevor looks terrible in this book. It's funny. At some points, the art veers a little towards the Bilkus Evely type of art with Wonder yeah. Woman a little. Which looks good. And I love that art. <laughs> and it goes back to the Kerry Nord art. <laughs> and I'm not saying Bilkus Evely's on the book. It's just that Kerry yeah. Nord, when he's drawing some things, like the one panel when you see Wonder Woman and Ares face to face there with the meanwhile, that looks really good. But the panel before that, which should be a big thing where we just see Steve Trevor, there is no detail at all. I don't even know what's going on there. Why does that guy, why the long face there, centaur? (laughs) Look at him. And so they're there. But yeah, the whole idea goes into that G. Willow Wilson wants to show a little politics in this as well. And it's cliched. It, it really is. I told you right away what was going to happen. Well, not even and it the does. politics, just the whole idea of like, you know, oh, I've come back to do justice, but, you know, whose justice is it kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. You know, like, do you take things is far enough? Do you not take them far enough? just us. <laughs> There you go. I'm like, not, I don't it's even look at it. history or his story. I don't even look have. at it politically. I just look at it as a cliche story about how far do you go to preserve well, order. I, I look at it as any sort of story that you'll have where you end up with a police force making a robot policeman. Because, uh, you know, you could go Robo-cop, with amazing RoboCop. Movie. You could go with all these. But what happens is they're given the directive 
and it always goes too far. You're supposed to do the I'm here for justice and this Serve is and it. Protect. He has a yeah, he has a cut and dry bit of justice Aries has. So if somebody but attacks who are you him, serving robot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah really. To serve man. Oh, oh no, no, it's a cookbook. <laughs> He's using tools. But they they have it so that Aries back is like Gorilla City. Yeah, really. He's like, listen. I'm with you. I'm going to do what Wonder Woman does. I have the bumper sticker on my car. You know, I also have my other car as a chariot. You didn't know that I, he had that as well. I hate that your bumper car. sticker. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, they, they send a missile at him and he has the cliche. I'm telling you, it's very robotic. Like, huh. You know, man makes godlike weapons, but they shouldn't. Uh, the mortal God, should. <laughs> God's weapons in mortal hands. But even like, this really? whole thing where we had this missile being fired from one of the opposing forces that's going yeah. on here. This, you know, it's. I like the idea where, like, it. I like it to a degree. I'm. I don't, I'm going to go against it right now. But there's Wonder Woman. Oh my God. Has Ares changed? Is this a new yeah. day for the God of War and stuff like that? And then that? he kills the God of Justice. And no. the thing is, though, that she just watches as he goes and grabs a missile and throws it down at a village full of children. Yeah. Like, children. Well, you, you stopped yep. the jet later on. Why did you just stand there? Oh, my. And then, <laughs> and then this is where you get the idea of, you know, the, the command or the directive because she's like, you haven't changed. You lied. Let me wrap my lasso around you. Did you lie? No, I didn't. No. This is true justice. So you're getting the idea of Wonder oh Woman my. who the le- – and this is where I think that it's funny because I almost get it towards the idea of Wonder Woman is the uh, the – Twitter protester. She's on Twitter saying everything's bad. Aries is out on the field. He's doing shit himself. So where you get this idea, where, what are you talking about? This is the real justice. You are the one who's not into justice, Wonder Woman. You're failed. Ju- and it's like, really, I, I you could see this well, coming even from this a whole mile thing, away. With the whole thing, with like, I do not lie. So like, you know, you can, you not carry, you not carry a sword. That's weird. You not carry a sword. <laughs> I take up arms only against those who have done the same. Is the difference so clear, Amazon? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then she's it. like, and she has huh. to start thinking about it. I'm like, no, the, the worst best part is, is, yeah, even with the art being, you know, not as great as it could be on something that should be a big book, but this. For how kind of lackluster and cliche this does feel like the Shea Fontana, yeah, it does. You know, like you know, or Meredith that we Finch. had before, exactly, or Meredith Finch's. This seems like it's a, not quite that bad. Not, I'm telling you, but you're going from this, and yeah, James Robinson, we kind of you know that, and the Shea Fontana, but everybody who thinks rebirth. Greg Rocca. And we right. had our ups and downs with that story. We liked it at one point. We really liked it at one point that we really hated at points. But And then we saw still, the other writers and then we really missed this it. This still isn't doing – yeah. And this isn't getting out of that shadow. This isn't better. And what I thought was this was going to be better and finally we can move forward. This book is stuck in limbo like my father. Daddy, he's there, there. And so Bitch I can't, can't get through the door to get to I, heaven. Yeah, I can't go forward with this until you give me something that's at least as good as what Greg Rucka did. Maybe we'll never get there. But G. Will Wilson has the talent to do that. And they are changing the art. I mean, if if anything, where I said I didn't like the art and a lot of people in the Slack chat, you know, John Wayne and me were talking how this art just kind of kills it for us. They, they have announced an art change. So obviously oh, nice. somebody else paid attention and looked at this. But yeah, the whole idea is Ares is there. And really where you have to remember, and it was set up the last issue, he doesn't want justice for justice sake. He wants justice for immortality. He's a very selfish 
doler out of justice. The justice is all Isn't about that why we coming, all want justice, though. Well, that's what I do. Anything <laughs> in life, I, I don't do any. You know, if I'm sitting there and there is something that I know nobody's going to see, I'm I'm as bad as George Costanza. There have been times oh, no. when I have given tips in a tip jar and I want to reach in and take it back because nobody <laughs> saw it. And I'm not going to sit there and think to myself, "Boy, you know, I, the goodness of my heart is enough for me." No way. If I don't have an audience, I turn it off. That let goes off there. But yes, with this, he's just he's in it for very selfish reasons. But he has a point of, you know, what is, you know, the only way. And it, it kind of this also goes it, it ends up being a very injustice like deal of Superman saying yeah, Batman, you fail because you don't kill. I'm going to kill now and the world will be better. So we will get into this idea of which is a better world, a world where justice is black and white or where justice can be molded because Wonder Woman thinks and really spelled it out. And this is what I kind of do like. She kind of spelled out to Edda, hey, Edda, look at me. You know, I'm for justice. I'm not going with your borders or your treaties. But she kind of sees here. She's not as extreme as she thought and even wonders, maybe I've been around these people too much. They're kind of, you know, (laughs) rubbing off of me here. And speaking of rubbing off, Eric, you have Steve Trevor, who is there and getting a lot of shade thrown at him by the Griffin for not being a bird. That's (laughs) actually one of my two favorite things of this issue are that Steve Trevor is is captive by a griffin. I don't know how a griffin captures you and ties you up like that, but, you know, he has the centaurs. He gets the satyr to do it. Yeah, you have the satyrs. You have all these different characters there. And Steve Trevor hears that Wonder Woman is, is around. Like, hey, listen, you know, let me go. I'll get Wonder Woman. I'll stop this madness. And you have the worst shade being thrown by a, by a bird. Huh. Your mating season lasts all year. I don't. I only trust egg layers. He's like, Oh, well, well, let me me tell you some jokes. And then later it's like, huh, you don't even have a beak. It gets really bad. But the, my favorite is Steve you Trevor. You can't has even to take a shower with a yeah. beautiful woman without, without wearing your jeans. <laughs> your, your husband said that you burn toast. No. Little katana deal. But yeah, the science. best though is that the Griffin's throwing shade. Steve Trevor, who is a trained military man, realizes what I can do to escape is roundhouse kick the griffin and slowly walk away. I'm telling you, the art in this for his escape yeah. looks like he he just shocked everybody by giving the roundhouse and then slowly yeah. walked away he walks down away. the hill. He slowly walks like, away. Oh, so what do we do now? Do we go after that man thing? Yeah, yeah. that's what we're oh, going to do. Oh, I love All it right, too because as he walks, he's like, huh. And I get the idea that he's already <laughs> tired. He's tired. He's 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 an arm length away. Huh. And he's just walking slowly. Then he's walking as no eyes. I think he might be blind. He's yelling. The Griffin that now he seems as if this might be some time because he's so far away now that it's nonsense. So then you have them chasing. You heard the Griffin. Let's go. And they go chase him. They end up knocking him down. I love man thing, man thing. Are you dead? Oh, no. <laughs> what is going on with this book? But they do end up capturing him and saying, all right, good friend. Good job, friends. This is such a wasted bunch of pages of him slowly walking you away. Know, and them creatures. Chasing him. Nothing after a walking. Cr- uh, Steve yeah. Trevor. Yeah, it's Steve Trevor walking away. And then you have you have a little bit of dissension. And I'm in just, this. even this whole thing though, where the the book ends with them just ca- recapturing yeah, Steve Trevor. Like, we spent a bunch back. of pages on this. Like we had already so revealed good. that Steve Trevor was there. Why are we doing yeah. any of this? Oh, it's Tell great. me why these creatures are here for Christ's sake. Well, and what happens then though after this, and they get him, and even before that, I love you. Silence, beakless idiot. 
But they go after, and you do get the idea very quickly that these three, and the kid is just standing there. That kid was so important. He's just standing around. But the three mythological creatures, Damon and the, the things that they kind of named there that were with the kid, right. seem to not be fully into this whole idea of capturing Steve Trevor and things like that. They they seem to be, that will be Steve's out. I'm sorry, you say that there. kind of thing, but these other creatures that we had led by the boy to the other creatures, once we get introduced to all of these creatures, the other ones, they all just become creatures in my mind. I have no idea yeah, who was with yeah. that boy. They didn't even trust that boy. They thought where's, it was getting led to a the Minotaur time. when we need him? That's, that's what I'm Doing waiting for to stuff. show up. Uh, yeah, but even then, they're like, hey, you know, let's go. Let's go get him. And like, eh, I kind of don't want to get involved with family you drama. Prince, you see them all. Yeah, really. And so at the end, you have them like, oh, you know, t- take me to your leader. Who is he? He. It's almost like, you know, you, you, when you ha- hear the song what, uh, about God being a woman. And, oh, my goodness. You're blowing my mind. Her. He. Her. <laughs> he. Who said anything about a he? Who? Oh. And then you're like, okay, who is it? Is it Cersei in here? (laughs) So we'll see who it is. But yeah, just the slow slow chase. I have not seen a slower chase since OJ is what's going on in this thing. I'm I'm just looking at it though. Like, you know, besides besides for that stupid looking Pegasus thing, I think it is, we have a satyr and we have a minotaur that go with the boy to the other creatures. And maybe a pixie kind of. And I'm saying though, but no, they're going to these other creatures. And once they get mixed around, I said, I don't know who we had before yeah. and who's with who, yeah. because I'm looking I, at I, another kind of satyr. I'm looking at a goddamn, you know, buffalo tour. I'm looking well, at yeah, a at one point. It looks man. like a, it looks another like a minotaur satyr. shows up. I didn't see him before. I'm like, yeah. all right. And then a buffalo or a cow. Yeah. At one point, there's know. a minotaur. Oh, Damon, what have we done? Oh my. But yeah, there we go. You have Steve Trevor. Slow, slow it's chase. It's a very lackluster start to this G. Will yeah, Wilson Diana story, which we were really looking forward to. And it's very disappointing to have this because I, you want to, you know, you want to get on this. You want to come out swinging because, you know, yeah. if you don't like something, especially, you know, a woman character, you know, done by a woman, toxic fandom. And yeah, I want to yeah. be able to like this out of the gate like everybody else. It's and, just and yeah. not allowing me to yet. And and the the biggest problem I have is a lot of people have that are going to read this are coming back to the book. They have already left the book because it's been well, not reason. great since Greg Rocca. So they've left the book. Here G. Willow Wilson is, and this is them coming back. And maybe it's good enough to keep them, you know, still it's going. Not because but not I'm telling you, looking at this, it. this is a mix between James Robinson's run and Shay Fontana's run. But I'm saying maybe it's just enough that they're like, well, I G Willow Wilson has uh, she has cred, she has street cred, and so maybe it's one of those like, I love Wonder Woman. I dropped it one time already. I got to give it, you know, a wide berth here and at least see what's going on. But it, for us who have to sit here and read it each, you know, every two weeks. I thought this was the savior of, of my. I, I, I demanded to review this. I know. I, added I was happy it to, to my, give it to you. My deal. I demanded it the minute that, and it was the minute that that went over the line there and said, G. Will Wilson's going to be on Wonder Woman starting issue 58. I sent you a message immediately. I am reviewing Wonder Woman the minute that she does it. And you're like, fine. I said, <laughs> I'm calm done down, with that. buddy. And yeah, so I was all excited. And it's just not exciting. And that's the. Biggest thing at the end of this is I'm just not excited. And I said at my review, it's I get done this God issue. I'm not excited. <laughs> yeah, the God of Boar. I'm not excited. <laughs> you know, that's the tagline. I'm not excited to get the next issue. Though in the next issue, no. obviously, I am reviewing it. So I will the God of Boar 2. There you go. 
<laughs> just go down like God of War three. Uh, but I I hope that with the art change, things kind of pick up because with this art by Kerry Nord, I can't even sit there and look at the pretty pictures. I, I sit there and look at things that seem to change. Steve Trevor is supposed <laughs> to be a sexy fella. He ain't sexy here. And also it made me laugh. It looks like he's been captured and starred for about two weeks now. It it made me laugh too because all I think of when I see him is the movies. And and what's his name that plays him that you think is – Chris Pine? Yeah, Chris Pine. You you think he's little. And at one point when he's like, look, you you think you saw Wonder Woman? She's like, my height? I'm like, oh, Eric's probably not like him. Such a little guy. You know, my height but like only like seven inches taller. Tony, I think that guy's six two, but whenever yeah, I look at I know. him, he just looks like a little kid. And I think, man, I wonder what a, he's going to grow up to look like. He's got a pretty face, Eric, and a pretty mouth. But uh, what would you give this? I'm going with. It took you a while. Donnie, there. I, what were you taking? I was on t- No, no, I was actually just thinking because oh, I don't know what I was going to give it. Well, then I'll give it. I'll give you my. Hold on. I'll give you my last then. issue. I was Minor. actually not. Th- I was not that big on the art. I mean, I mean, I was, I was okay with the art. This issue, yeah. I'm a little bit more down on it. So that was a big thing where I didn't care about the art last time. This time I kind of do, and the story's going nowhere. So I think I'm going to have to go down to a 5.5 out Oh, of 10. my. I'm being positive. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I'm still going with – I'll fully admit it's because I trust G. Will Wilson, and I do like a couple things, and I like Steve Trevor walking away. I mean, he, he the bird guy, the, the griffin. Walk. The what griffin's throwing so much bird shade at him that he's – says you know what i can do i can walk bitch you gotta fly you you should be able to catch me flying actually but hey i'm walking i'm walking here that's what he says legs, he as walk. he goes i don't know he can't walk Eric. that would be beneath him you don't have a griffin that just would walk how dare you he he would not do i'm sorry I'm i should think these i do also like time. when he calls when he calls steve trevor a worm because that makes sense eric that that really does he's gonna eat him uh, but yeah, six out of ten. It's just I, I want more. I, I really want more. It, it and I felt think like that a short issue we for how much, more. how little we got out of this. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of Wonder Woman either. Even though the page count with Wonder Woman's there, but not much with her. You know, it's just kind of that cliche deal with with Ares, and it's just nothing. And and again, we're we're following centaurs and griffins. When I want to know what happened Satyrs. to Grell and Themyscira. That's what I want to know. <laughs> buffalo tours. Yeah, buffalo tours. But that is the end of our second section. Of Little books. Red Devil Man. A section that I like to call Flash Ends On. There you go. Flash and Sons. I don't know why I'm calling it at the end, Eric, but you know. I don't know why either. That's how guerrilla beatboxing goes. There's the tie around. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week, even no shame. Such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. Must be Medenta Reborn. What up, Fresh Cup Crew? Gonna hear Mel with Jim. Poop, poop. Poop, poop. You never thought you'd hear Medenta Reborn, did you? You never thought it. You did. No. I know. I know you <laughs> I don't did. think I would. <laughs> oh, this is Mel's I don't section think about it very often. Two. 
And we have one mail, and that, of course, is from Brandy. He's oh. up there in Buffalo, and he says, Sup, fella. What's he doing up there? I, I think some wires in the internet got crossed last week during all the shopping craziness because both stores I ordered things from screwed up royally. We will start with Verizon. Oh. They magically lost an order upgrading two of the three phones purchased last week, yet had no problem charging me for everything on my new monthly bill. <laughs> Online chat was less than helpful. Trying to say charge to bill means you pay right at that moment. I don't know what it, I could just see him. He's like calls up this this online. I imagine. Chat. I imagine that he ordered these things drunk and then tried to do this. Probably chat drunk. No, then he's drunk. He he gets drunk, calls up, and they're like, uh, "Verizon man, help you. What you wearing there?" <laughs> Well, uh, sir, uh, you, know, uh, well, you got the wings. That's all he cares about. You got the goddamn wings. bills. What do you think about you that? Know, Buffalo. Yeah, you know, I think that this Josh Allen's got something going. What What you think there, pal? The guy's like, I, I don't guy. know. He's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you wouldn't. There you go. There's Brandon. <laughs> That's how he sounds. Classic so, Brandon. And he's like, you know what? I, I got this bill in the mail and it charged me. And then uh, let's discuss. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. That was a long, drawn out joke for that. But that, so that led to a lot of time on the phone to fix a whole lot of nonsense I didn't cause, but ultimately got me what I wanted in the end. Good. Good. Yes. Then Best Buy for some ungodly reason, ships a $2,000 drone to my house. (laughs) This is something I'd never buy. I can't keep track of an $18 rubber wedding ring, and this is waiting on my doorstep for me one day when I get home. All I ordered were some tiles that came with a Google Home. I didn't know what that means. There are just little square things you stick on the back of phones or keys so baby moms can stop losing pretty much anything of value she owns and cost roughly 50 bucks. So these are these things then you can kind of track everything because they have these extra trackers on there. 50 bucks. He gets a drone again. What's the tiles? Did did they charge him for the $2,000 drone? I guess they did. If they didn't, I'd keep that drone right now. Now. The thought went I'd through my head to keep though. this thing and just sell it. But the problem with oh, he, they did. They accidentally sent it to him for that. Living with women is that the sh- they shame you into doing things you normally would not. Were you still single? <laughs> the best is, is when if that would come to the house, my house, I'd say, oh, man, they got a drone. And then I'd be sitting there. I'm like, well, could I sell that? It already, Tanya would have already sold it. She oh, yeah. would have sold it to some guy down the street. So for but 50 the bucks. Best, no, the best would have been she would want to sell it, but in the meantime, my kids would open and ruin it. So it'd be all yeah, done. Immediately. So I returned it to the store and I didn't even get so much as a thank you from Best Buy staff. I could have robbed that company blind. They'd have no idea they could give two shits either way. So now I'm wishing I kept it. Ah yes, the Christmas <laughs> season, everyone. This drone's going around. We hear all this nonsense, <laughs> dr- drunken drone flying and had to buy a new snow shovel as well this week after mine broke on the first season. Why didn't you snow buy it back season. in July during the July snow? Well, yeah, really. Well, this one I bought is like a super shovel. Gets right down to the cement without a whole lot of effort. And I don't know how I ever live without this thing. This is a very old man thing to be excited about. But when you're buried <laughs> in snow six months a year, having the proper tools keeps uh, helps save my back some pain. Now off to the book. Still got to get to old lady Harley's latest issue, but I've caught up on that series lately, and that's my kind of crazy. He's caught up on it. It's the second issue. 
Come Maybe he read me. that one Come issue during Harley. The one issue. Definitely enjoying that right now. Between that and Supergirl, finally have a few female-led titles back on my pull list. Okay. Detective Comics. Well, James Robinson Short gave a master class in one of the two arenas. Either how not to tell a story or how to tell a story about absolutely nothing at all whatsoever. Dude sure knows how to take the steam out of any reveal or set up from a previous issue. I don't even know what else to say about it other than just Batman and Two-Face right back where they start at the beginning of the story arc. Can we get DC to trade? away him and Steve Orlando to some lesser comic company for some new younger yeah, come uppers. I'd rather take my chances than the comic any draft. more of those two nonsense. Again, yeah, uh, the comic draft would be great. With the first pick, Eric Shea picks Sam Humphreys. Ooh, everybody's yelling. That? It's oh like when God. the Eagles picked on McNabb. Ooh, they're all yelling. They want Ricky Williams, Eric, out of nowhere. And I think Sam that Humphreys. was it for books. They still want Ricky Williams to draw comics or read comics. Uh, he, this is all he bought last week, though, so he doesn't have much to say. But yeah, I'd like the comic draft. That'd be a pretty funny idea. Who would be your first pick? Right I, now I, at DC. Or at no, DC. actually, it wouldn't be DC. It'd be anybody. Would you exactly. take yeah, I, I, I don't I, know enough about what's going on in comics outside of DC to actually do anything with this draft. I'll settle your thing. For the first oh. pick, Jim takes Donny Cates. There you go. Okay. I win. Actually, that is, I a, good, that win. is a good list. Yeah. yeah, that would be the that, – and then it's like for the second list, Jim defers the second round. <laughs> I just defer every <laughs> other pick. I, and then Donny what Cates. happens is Donnie's sitting there and he's like, boy, that's weird. Jim deferred on every pick. How are we going to write these books? I say, you better start cracking, buddy. you the got same 12 way you're books doing it right writing. now. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to write all 12. <laughs> yeah, that's all he bought. But I used to read DC first and Marvel towards the end of the week. It's kind of flipped now with our weird science Marvel well, Comics mode. podcast mode's on Wednesday. It's tough on Wednesday. We end up having to read all those books when we get home from work and get that done. And it's weird, too, because we do that on a, on sometimes on a Friday. We'll yeah. talk seven books, me and you. And I don't have as much a problem. I think it's just because I'm not as in tune with the Marvel stuff yet. Makes sense So to if me. I have to do that, it, it kind of takes me a little longer. But however, I do know Heroes in Crisis from the spotlight sounds like a whole bunch of Tom King nonsense. Yeah, I'm not yeah. interested in it anyway. And I just haven't gotten back into JLD after the crossover ended. So here I am. Also, Just League, after this nonsense, I don't know why my dog's going nuts. Somebody's breaking it's, in the uh, house, It's, it's 9 o'clock here. There's no reason anybody should house. be in the house. Please, take me. The call's coming from inside want something your of pants. Worth. I just, I, I want to be able to, I want to have the call where I call somebody and tell them that I'm being taken. I'm like, in about five minutes, I'm going to be taken. Please don't follow me. I don't know. I'll call my own voicemail. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Also, just like after this nonsense ending to this Aquaman crossovers, hanging by a thread and leaning towards on the way out for me. Dan DiDio is sure driving DC somewhere. Bling, it doesn't seem like bling, I care bling, to follow lately. Um, yeah, this is Jim. Um, I'm not going to be coming into work today. I'm being yeah. taken. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody who might have a specific set of skills? They're like, no, the only one no, who showed up today is wrong. <laughs> Nobody has any skills. I'm done. Yeah, speaking of which, you, you motherfucker, you didn't show up on, at work. And, and the worst is I show up for work, and now you do seem to get a hold of them. You've learned yeah, your lesson. I have. And then I, I have to get in a discussion now. Now it's even worse. It used to be that they, they would leave me alone till like 10, come back and go, oh, Eric's not here. No, no, he's not here. And then they, you know, now they come back right as I get in and then start bitching anyway. It still doesn't matter. They, it's all to yell at me. 
And then I had the worst day. I ended up having to do uh, uh, one of our other fellow employee who, who may or may not have Chris. an ankle bracelet. I had to do his work because he didn't. Ch- I, I had the worst day. It wasn't fun. Not at all. And then I have the guy shitting his pants, talking to me. And when Eric's not there, it's, well, do you think that Eric's up yet? Uh, I don't know. I, probably not. I know. Yeah. Do you think he's up now? I, I think you just asked me that. I mean, that's kind of just a different way of saying, it. oh, I know. But you think he's up out of bed? And like, really? Really? Please, please stop it. Stop it. And then then he'll go away, you know, for a, a half hour, come back and say, do you think that he's having sex with the Jess? That's all. With the Jess. Yeah, with the Jess. But that is it for the mail, Eric. And I have to run downstairs because I hear Logan screaming. I think he might have been taken. But I'm going to see what's going on. Uh, But we will be back with some books. All right, here we are. And we're here with Reggie. Reggie. As I call him, Reche. And we are here to talk only two books with Reggie. Uh, we're going to do later. Me and Reggie are going to talk about another one. But that is later on in the podcast. Because right now we're going to talk about two just great books. Just great stuff going okay. on over there at D.C. Uh, which is the first book, Reggie? It is Batgirl number 29, written by Marguerite Scott. Art by Paul Pelletier, Norm Ratmond, and Jordi Belair. And this is the end of uh, Marguerite Scott's first arc on Batgirl, uh, which they've called Art of the Crime. And kind of kind of came together like a ton of bricks falling down a flight of stairs, as I like to say. You know? I, I, I just really wish that we didn't have to start out her freaking run with the the terminals and the dark yeah. web and worm yep. and all the stuff that we go. We got had the sidetrack in Nightwing because the motherfucker got shot in the head. So we have to pick up here for a series that I was really looking forward to. And I thought that Marguerite Scott had a really decent wow. handle on the character. And then forcing her to tell this story, I'm like, yeah. And hopefully it's done now. There's no hopefully winners. I, we I can still get back. Think the way, I still think the way she writes Barbara is pretty good. Definitely, I like it. If we're comparing it to what came before, it's light yeah. years better. And, and it's it's just good all around. Well, but here's, this scheme, yeah. and let me, let me just, because it's, it's difficult to go through this book without explaining what the scheme is here. So, Worm of the, and maybe you guys can help me, maybe I have something wrong here. Worm of the Dark, of the web. dark web. Yeah. Set that uh, detective, what's his name? I can't remember Douglas. his name now. Yeah, Douglas. Uh, sent him out to be grotesque to steal works of art, right, for Worm, and replace right. them, or at least it, it, later on, replace them with fakes, and also yeah. murder people for and reasons. Then, and then blow them up totally to clear. hide and the then evidence. And blow then, them yeah. up so that no one will look for them. Blow up, blow up the duplicates, which doesn't in, really make like, sense. So no one will look for the original, and that's the problem. Is None I, of it makes I understand the idea of covering your tracks by blowing yes. it up, but you are going to want to sell the paintings and works of art that now will be considered destroyed, so that there will be the problem when you go to sell it. They'll think that you actually have. The duplicates. That's my also, biggest problem. Unless you have private collectors that just want to hold it, but I, I don't like that. Now, with I, Eric said that he's upset that Margaret Mugley Scott has come on Margaret the book. <laughs> Scott has come on the book, and she ends up having to keep continue this worm story that you know wasn't hers. It was Ben Percy's story over Nightwing and it do was that. It's like an extra layer of weird, confusing. And shit you have that, that, and this is where I don't understand the concepts. 
of what DC is doing because basically that is one of my complaints where just take out Marguerite Scott and put G. Willow Wilson's name in, take up Ben Percy and put Greg Rucka because you have G. Willow Wilson come on to Wonder Woman and she's got to do house cleaning before this. This is worse because it wasn't a Batgirl story that ends up getting thrown in there. And it's just odd. And really, me and Eric, when, you know, obviously we we reviewed all those Nightwing, we talked about it all the time. So when Ben Percy ended up pretty much, it seems, getting kicked off the book at Nightwing 50, me and Eric both, as a joke, were like, oh, man, you mean we're never going to end the Worms story? Oh, my, the dark (laughs) web will never be resolved? And we laughed. We laughed so much, like, basically... You don't need to finish it. You don't need to finish it. What they should have done and what they normally would, and I don't know why, you wouldn't have had that resolved. And then maybe two years from now in an annual, somehow out of nowhere, it would have been resolved. And we'd been like, holy crap, what's going on here? Well, even with the whole thing, what we had in the Nightwing story with the dark web and worms, stuff like this, this whole art heist thing that's going on, the idea of creating grotesque and murder people and steal other art, this doesn't feel like the dark web and worm that we had before with the whole information gathering. Because because it's Ben Percy's deal and they had to change it. But this is my big thing. I'm going to blow your mind, Reggie. This is I'm I'm talking to Reggie right right now. Uh, Uh, You you don't have much uh, of a mind to blow. I'll blow both of your minds. Just I'm asking uh, you a question here. Um, they must like this this story, this worm dark web stuff. So so why why is Ben Percy not on a book? Why is he nowhere to be found? And, yeah, and, but great, yet you want question. to continue his story? If this story is so great that it actually skipped books and was forced into a, a woman who's starting her own run on Beckerl, then why is Ben Percy not having a job right now at DC? If this is so great, it's not great. He pissed, he pissed off the he wrong guy. He did piss off the wrong guy, but obviously they think that his story's great. I don't understand who is in charge of, of guessing or saying that this story's say, so great. Again, I mean, you, you guys have this familiarity. For me, as someone just reading Batgirl, just reading the issues to hand, Worm and the Dark Web make, they seem totally superfluous to this, except that yeah. they, even, even the way, even the way Worm controls the detective's mind, by allowing him to like hang out with a real doll version of his daughter or whatever no, the hell it no, is, yeah, it doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hold water yeah, for me. No. Like, it doesn't like that would do it. Like you'd go out and fucking murder a family again. It's do the that? VR it's, again it's, deal, it's but sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's sanctuary again. Yeah. And so with this, me and Eric, well, do us. We, we didn't like this whole it, the nonsense of the dark web, and then you have worm and, and the all of this stuff. It never hit anyway. It, it was goofy. No. You had, and, and so when you put it in the background book, like Eric said earlier, you, you changed it even. So it's not this information gathering. Then you have Vicki Vale just show up in Nightwing when she was part of this, stuck in a goddamn cell phone. They, nothing makes sense. Poor so Willem I just, Cloak was I never just heard from again. want this to end. And that's my biggest thing about this issue is, Hopefully it ends. Hopefully it's done. Yeah. I, I just want it done. I want Marguerite Scott to be able to ha- write her own story. Get mm. away from this nonsense because it is not good. Someone, someone at DC thinks it's good. And, and, but I, I don't. And with this, the stuff that stinks in this issue is worm, dark web nonsense. The stuff that's good though is what we will continue in the series. That's why I'm a little more positive the with the this. Gordon, it's Batgirl good. and Gordon. That's all right. you have to go. If you're reading this, 
focus on that. Just focus on what's good. And it is the character herself, which I think she writes great, and her interaction with her father where most writers come onto a book like this and want to go full out like, does he know I'm the Batgirls? And have that instead. Yeah, yeah. and instead you're getting – Two people who love each other and will do anything. And Barbara's showing that Jim Gordon, even in, in his, you know, a, not standoff-ish way, but almost like the, you know, bite your, uh, you know, keep a stiff upper yeah. lip type deal where it doesn't end up. And at the end, they kind of even say to each other, you know, I'm kind of scared about this stuff. And it's great moving on. And where she's well, going to have – Building yeah. for the idea that Gordon's never give up, never say die, the whole thing where they both become the most vulnerable they have to be, and they always have to try to be the rock for the other person, where they both have that moment to cry with each other yeah. because they don't know what tomorrow's been playing, and they are scared. Like you showed a vulnerability, you showed some emotion to these characters. Yeah. But I just, I just wish you could have made fucking terminals and yeah, dark webs and dark webs. And, and, and now, now Mary Scott has has done this between Barbara and her dad almost the entire yes, time the entire on six time. issues. Arguably, though, this was the best one, and, and it has worked, and those have been the best moments. And if you took if you took Worm and Dark Web out of this whole story, it isn't bad. It's a little trite. It's almost like you know yeah. it could be the Penguin going after. No, I'm telling you, yeah. If you just had one, if no? you just had Grotesque going and her finding out that actually Grotesque is now. A new grotesque, the, part 2.0, and it's right. a guy who, you know, Gordon on the thing. It, this, this dark web nonsense is what brings it down. The whole right. worm and the whole idea of, oh, I, I have this little device that I use with Nightwing and I can use this. That's just throughout for people who are just reading this book. That must just be like, where'd you get that MacGuffin? And so you have that and you, you don't have to. I can protect you and all this stuff. That's the nonsense. But you end up having, you know, him go against worm and go, but all the good things are, is Gordon and Barbara. Even like the point where when she shows up at this gala, uh, where she has this dress on that she ends up, you know, kind of stealing but paying for. She, she grabs right. that and goes and, and you that's see. A, that's a classic superhero. Yeah, trope and you right see Gordon there. there. The cat yeah, and you see, yeah, really. <laughs> she would have blown it up. You, you see Gordon there. Jim say, Oh man, I don't recognize that. Is that new? New to you. And I liked it. I liked the back and forth. And you get this where they are kind of starting to get used to living together again and things because she is living at his house while this is all going down and this surgery is coming up. Now, again, the surgery coming up and her not really being allowed to be out and about, that does have to get tossed aside big time for this issue to happen because she is kicking and jumping and going full out. Well, then she is laid out, but then, then... She isn't. So, yeah, you kind of have to kind of go a little past that so that you can have this. But I like how Marguerite Scott writes Batgirl that she doesn't like a lot of times. Well, we had Hope Larson who basically, once she puts on the mask and the costume, she becomes a dummy. (laughs) She's not a dummy here, but you also still get the Barbara as well. Like, it's not like all of a sudden, I'm Batgirl, I'm going to do this. Like, she's concerned with things, she's trying to protect her father, she thinks. Also, she ends up saving and trying to save the bad guy at the end, trying to redeem him, even though he dies, and I like that. I I don't mind beyond Even even when he turns on her, even beyond that. And that I like that, too. That did strike me as a very Batgirl, very superhero thing to do. You never give up, you know, and you always believe in I want to talk about the idea, though. It's our final thing with Dark Web. We have Detective, you know, Evan Douglas here, yeah. 
who before, he's the new like grotesque. He is working yeah. for the dark web to do all this stuff. Out of nowhere, though, when he activates his phantasm unit that's implanted in him, you know, the phantasm unit. Yeah, the phantasm. He becomes a terminal, which we saw before, these big, like, hulking android yeah. monster-looking things. And at one point, it seems that Batgirl ripped his goddamn leg off. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand what terminals are, because at one point, I thought, oh, my God, Detective Douglas is actually a terminal, which they seem to be robots that could disguise themselves. And that was the kind thing. Kind of like a Transformer. That was the terminals they... <laughs> were robots before. They were almost exactly. like automatons that could assume a personality Human so they identity, would hide yeah. among us. You know, you'd have an old lady that was this, you robot know, all of a in sudden. Could, could, yeah, it is a robot. <laughs> it, it's even to say they are more than meets the eye. And, and so oh. you had that. But now all of a sudden, they are actually regular people who got turned into Terma, it doesn't make sense. And it the whole is thing, actually even wonky. Her ripping the leg off, which caused him pain. Yeah. That was just an like uh, an, uh, an illusion. Was, uh, a hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why did it cause him pain then? I, because I he has both of his legs when the illusion ends. I'm like, I, I don't know Phantom what you're trying to tell pain. me about these terminals anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think that she Phantasm really, I, I don't think that she really, boy, I, I don't think that she really cares <laughs> too much. <laughs> Nobody got that. <laughs> but you have, you got balls. yeah, and you have even at the end where you have these terminals where really they should just fall over or go home. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I hope that, you know, worm doesn't kill them, but somehow he he doesn't because he's like, ha, I got all the art. Smell you later. Oh, you know, he kills Detective Douglas. Hey, he leaves the yeah. other guys. Yeah, the Douglas is dead. And really, Douglas is dead because there's no reason for him to live <laughs> past this. And I even got the idea that you wanted Barbara wanted to help Douglas also because that having him be the bad guy and stuff makes her father look bad as well. I mean, really, Gordon as the commissioner, he's asleep at the wheel. You have Arkham, who's been taken over by Bane. You have Worm, who's taken over half of the police department. I don't know if there's a good cop on the force, but he's there, and she goes to talk to him, and she's like, hey, are you okay? And he actually breaks down, and he's like, you know yeah. what? I'm not. People died. I'm embarrassed. You know, people aren't going to be able to trust me. It doesn't feel like anything I do is enough. And the thing is, she, Gordon says, you, how are you? And she even says, like, you know what? I should be all smiles. I should, you know, suck in the pain. You know, the Gordons don't show their pain. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, maybe I'm tired of illusions, which again, it's a little wink, wink to the whole world (laughs) thing. And she's like, you know what, dad? I'm pretty scared right now about the surgery, about the future, about you. And he says, me too. And I actually got a lot of feels from that. I'm telling you, I could read that and and I could shed a tear. I actually could because of how all of this. And then I yell up to my wife, see, I am human. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a terminal. Fuck you. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? I like the part where Gordon says that somebody told me once that Philadelphia sports team fans, they don't care if you're the. No. They only play. care about you trying. They care that's you, what they you care. Try your that's hardest. They try hearts. That's what you that's need. That's the way it is. Now, the the one thing that makes me laugh though is as this was going on, you do have the point where it's supposed to show that Gordon's a realist and all this. Where you have Barbara and she's drawing. She's trying to figure out what she wants to be in life, and she's like, "You know what? This drawing isn't that good, Dad." It's Gordon doesn't say, "No, it's great." He's like. 
Ah, who said it has to be good? He's basically saying that the drawing looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it made me laugh, but yeah. That's like true. my dad. Every drawing I ever made growing up, he always told me how really? I, I had fucked it up yeah, and I could well, do it a lot. You know, go and ask you know, my, my, go the, tell my dad that you want to be an archaeologist. See how far that gets you. Right, there you go. Yeah. My favorite part that made me laugh, I'm telling you, that's still like the funniest part to me is, you know, Jim Gordon's in the hospital. He got pretty hurt by those terminals. When that's the whole, yeah. like, you know, the family moment, the vulnerability moment. Like, uh, you know, the whole thing is, are you okay, Barbara? Did you get hurt? Locked in the bathroom. Well, you know, the whole time locked in the bathroom. What, like, uh, what about Detective Douglas? Seemed like he might have been involved, but he fought his way back from it in the end. I'm like, you just got to tell him you were locked in the bathroom. Where's all this knowledge yeah, coming yeah. from about like, Detective Douglas? I, I heard a lot of people talking. He's like, well, what happened with Worm? Well, you know, Worm ended up, you know, getting these uh, terminals there and then took the art. <laughs> he, he actually threw some shade at uh, a Batgirl. I yeah. mean, um, she was watching through a vent room. Yeah, yeah. So at the end, then you do have Barbara going in to get her surgery, her surgery on her implant deal, and this is where the FBI shows up and basically wants to talk to Gordon. So we'll see how that goes. And which and, makes sense. A lot of stuff's going bad. In this hell watch. yeah, they, they better. They, there should be a there should be a line behind those FBI of a lot of people who should be asking questions. They're, prob- they're probably gonna hire him. What are you talking about? They'll be like, you're such a fuck up. And the, the problem you, is you when the job. problem is when you have the story and this is why i hate terminal this is why i hate clayface this is why i hate durlins when you have something set up like this and then you have this ending i'm like is is that just more of you know worm are these illusions and so hopefully i don't think it is i think we're moving past but that's the you know the danger of these type of stories that you never know what's real or what's you know whatever but then it says next voter die i'm like i don't know what's going on there but yeah the fbi has shown up to talk to gordon and we'll see how that goes but what did you give it reggie uh you know i did like you guys are right that when we do pick out the uh worm and the dark web stuff this is a pretty solid story a little goofy with the uh the plot to blow up the uh, the fakes of art, but it is a very Batman kind of plot too. So yeah. I could I could have enjoyed it written differently in, on on the mirror, but as it came at us, it really was kind of clunky and it kind of disappointed me uh, in a lot of ways. It wasn't super satisfying until the character moment at the very end. That was yeah. pretty much the the only redeeming part of this whole book, except for the artwork, which I think is is top notch and it's been that way yeah, throughout. Yeah, I like the art since, a lot, and especially that those last few pages seemed especially. Yep. Uh, well rendered, but uh, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Yep, I'm going to go to the same and where I think, and it's funny too, even as go, as Barbara at the end has a very uh, like Victor Bogdanovich uh, look or Greg yeah, Capullo yeah, look, I really yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. I, and, I think uh, it looks like Joe Maduri myself. Okay, there you go with your Joe Maduri. Nobody has it. But yeah, you have this where <laughs> I think that by the end where it did get me, where the feels got me, and then that's where I, I actually thought to myself like you know why why do i have these feels all of a sudden in this and i realized you know without the nonsense of worm and again i will admit that once worm gets in i'm rolling my eyes right away i'm like you know through this whole deal but there's enough of these moments that there is a setup and then you get the payoff of what's going to be going forward i don't care what happened to worm if he got away no. with with any art or none I care away, about Worm. the characters going forward, and it's Gordon and Barbara, Jim and Barbara, and uh, I like that. 
and I like it a lot. So, yeah, I'm going 6-5. And if it was just a normal story that wasn't convoluted to throw worm in, I could have went, you know, this could have been an 8-8-5. Eight, eight, this is a really yeah, good that, written I think I definitely would have got up character to a seven, deal. Seven, yeah, five, that, I mean, the characters themselves are really well written, and I like the voices that she has for even Gordon. You know, Jim Gordon, she does well. And is, so yeah. that's good. And But get rid of this worm, and now hopefully we are done, and we'll see how it goes. So 6-5, what about you, Eric? Yeah, I'm going right there with you guys. I love the character depictions. I love the art and stuff like that. It's just this is such a convoluted, stupid fucking story yep. where I'm like, I have to go down to a six out of ten, even though how much I like the characteristics that, you know, Marguerite Scott is giving, the, like, you know, our main characters here and how much I love the art. It's just I can't go below, above a six just for how bad the plot was of the story. I know. I hate Worms so much, I but know. I look forward <laughs> to the next stuff coming up. Because I re- really do have a faith that she can write this character properly. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. So, and I love the costume. Yeah, and I love the I, art. So, yeah, I like it all. So, we're gonna accept worm. Worm is and not terminals. good. And terminals, fantastic. Dark terminals. web. Oh my! <laughs> uh, but we're gonna go now to Reggie's last book that he's gonna be talking with us about tonight. What is it, Reggie? It is the Terrifics number ten. Storytellers are Victor Bogdanovich and Leg Jeff Lemire. Inks and Colors by Bogdanovich, Jonathan Glapion, and Michael Spicer. You ever hear that song um, by Jimmy Spicer, For the Love of no. Money? Yes. I money, love money, it. I, you know, I like about, that right? song. Money, you need money. Yeah, I'm, I'm big. Oh. I like that song more than this book. Yeah, this Girl, book is, and, and I don't know, Reggie, if you are paying attention to anything over at Marvel right now, but the last issue of the Fantastic Four, Dan Slott's Fantastic Four, really seemed to be throwing shade at this book. They had a oh, team, yeah? well, Fantastic Four ended up coming back to Earth, and there was a team called the Fantastics. And mm. they were very much like, and they were a phony team that was set. And it was kind of a funny deal. And what I said when me and Brandon were doing that on the other podcast is that I don't understand why Marvel is even paying attention they to a book that is it. failing on its own. There's no reason. And this issue continues that even oh, though God. it's a weird deal. I don't like this series. I don't like this issue. But I actually like this issue a lot more than a lot of the others that we had been getting. Uh, So it's not that I think this is great. It's not a jumping on point. But maybe is a great jumping off point. Do you get the idea that we're heading to the last couple issues because it really seems to set that up? That's why you guys feel good about it because you're like, oh, well, I can just walk away from it now because it essentially does end. Well, they wrapped up everything that we've dealt with since the thing began, and then they end with the team freaking disbanding. Like, all right, done. This should have been it. This should. I was actually as I was going like. Did somebody just not tell me that the series is ending here? Because I could walk away from this series right now, even though you still have, you know, uh, what's his name still Java out there. Java is still out and about, but I don't care. I can leave I don't, him out. I don't really think that's such a bad thing. To I think that this issue, if you, if you are reading this and you have been looking for a jumping off point, this, this is perfect. <laughs> this really yeah. is because really, what are we going to get from this? From here on out, Jeff Lemire will kind of just tie it up that they will leave again, probably just on better terms. Now, you know, Mr. Terrific won't walk off seeming pissed off. You know, the Phantom Girl will be able to stay and not go back to her home world. A big tall. 
Right. And, and so, she, doesn't have a cho- she doesn't have a choice here. It seems like I'm sending you back yeah, no matter know. what, but I want to so stay. Weird. I want to be a superhero. Too bad, too. Too bad. Too bad. We, we, we don't have insurance to cover your ass. Yeah, listen, you know, I, I don't need you around. I'm a loner, I mean, you know, the whole, the, the whole idea of a team being forced to be together, and then when they fall apart, when, you know, they're not forced, they, they realize that they love each other and they want to be yeah. together. Yeah, that's it's, what it's not, it's not a horrible arc for like six issues but here we are in the 10th fucking issue yeah. i feel like we're still we're still in on the first day basically with everything you know like yeah no, no progression I, I, with anything i just i love just the individual things like we said about phantom girl she's like i don't want to go back to my home planet well too bad then you have stag yelling listen here metamorpho you ain't with my daughter Eh, screw you. <laughs> like everybody's yeah. just deciding. And then through all this, I get this, disappears. I get this idea that Tom Strong and his family are almost like the visitors that have been right. asked to come to dinner. And then the family that they the come over fighting. are fighting. <laughs> and they don't know what to do. At points, they are just standing there. They're just standing looking, there. <laughs> looking like, what is going on? <laughs> they have this weird face. And they're like, ooh. This isn't going well. Past the mashed potatoes. It's so so weird. And it's a very quick issue to read. And it's not horrible. If you've been reading this series, this is not the worst issue. This is probably one of the top three issues. But it's only because – yeah, it's bullshit because everything else was bullshit. So when you get it, this is just less – we can find out Java is Dr. Dread last issue. Now Sapphire knows and just as he's about to like get loud with her, get nasty with her, then everybody shows up. Stom yeah. Strong, his family, plus the terrifics, they pop out of a portal. There's yep. a little bit of little bit of battling and chatting with, with uh Java as Dr. Dredd, but then when the original uh, Galactus Unicron yeah. uh, thing from the first issue. The Dark uh, Multiverse Titan shows yeah. up. That's Celestial this whole thing slash Galactus. Which, 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 we know, which we know is like alive because uh, they turned off the distress the signal that was actually sapping it. We don't have any annual which I gotta just say, the idea that he's I able to get here because Java is just opening up portals no, all over the multiverse, the Dark Multiverse. My God damn it. it just this, wraps I hate it the Dark up. Multiverse so much. So that was uh, just a distraction. Then yeah. he goes away. Yeah, he gets out. And I'm telling you, it's nonsense, but I didn't mind. So I'm like, okay, they have a celestial that looks like Galactus. All right. Yeah, we'll defeat him. Oh, no. Got a bronze for some reason. Got away. Everybody tries something. Nobody can do shit. But then Terrific plus uh, Tom Strong together figure out how to like build the device that the MacGuffin that'll do it and uh they do but it you have a coat hanger on its eye yeah, yeah. And, then, and, yeah. Then, and there's the cool That's thing I, do. I do like plastic man like Get hanging back. out with them and like, yeah holding up the You're cave so and cute. Stuff like, this. <laughs> like when he says that he's actually okay yeah, in this yeah. he, he's, he's kind of funny and like yeah. he turns to the steam shovel at one time uh he turns into a uh, slingshot to deliver yep. the uh coat hanger in his eye yep uh and that takes him out and then after that it's just them saying, hey, we don't need to fucking well, hang out with Even this stuff. whole thing, oh. we have this dark multiverse titan, the celestial being, where you freaking jab this thing into his eye because it can't kill him. You can only paralyze him with this thing. I'm like, what happens to the body? Because we knows? don't see it again Who after knows? that. And they're like, oh, what It happened? went back in the portal. There you go. 
And okay. then you have everybody talking about basically like, so what do we do now? We don't have to stay with each other. That has been taken off the, you know, the gamut there so we can do whatever we want. And basically that means everybody's going off to do whatever they want. And you have, Glass like you didn't said, even say goodbye. He's already gone. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah, no, Metamorpho, he, he you know, he's going to go off. And, and so you end up with the, Mr. Terrific basically like, listen, uh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to get back to Terrific Tech, but this isn't the end of the series. So we know that. Something else the will happen. The are no more. Yeah, he says the terrifics are no more. And then you then have the panel, uh, you know, the page of all of these things from different multiverses there. And you have Java like, oh, man, here we go. Uh, you know, I'm yeah, still going to get be you. Yeah, I'm going to get you down. And uh, the, the problem is we're at <laughs> issue 10. an army of freaking different versions of the characters yeah. from the multiverse. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you, you have the worst villain speak I've ever heard. You know? I'm yeah, going to do back to you. you. You know what? <laughs> Why? Because I'm the new villain called Boredom. I'm really like a, eh, That's been a villain for a long time. Whatever. I guess I'm gonna get a bunch of people together. There's my villain voice. You don't like that voice? Huh? No, I think you do a little better than that. Watching, watching TV here, and uh, guess I'll get shit done. There you go, villain. Oh, yeah. Villainy, villainy at its best. But yeah, th- with this going on, the problem that I have with this book, and and we've had it since the beginning, is this is like all of these. The joke all doesn't of, need to be continued. All of these new age, age of heroes. Somebody thought the joke was gonna be great. Listen, we're gonna have these books where we. We can have amalgams of all the Marvel characters, and we'll do this. Now, the ones that are the best, say a silencer, really doesn't have that much of that going on and has moved past that. This book can't get past that goofy premise that should have been one or two issues. They should have started where you had this nonsense for one or two issues. You need a book that has its own identity. Like we've been saying all along, the Fantastic Four book is back now. Why are we going to read a pale imitation of that if we can go get the real one? So you don't have a book here that has any sort of identity or any reason to read it. And well, it you know, continues. I mean, you know, we, at this point, to hear that the Terrifics are no more – the reaction we should have had after 10 issues is, oh, oh man. man, yeah. Instead, oh. we're like, oh, awesome. We can stop yeah. reading it now. I'm like, Later. really? Does this mean we don't have to talk about it anymore? Because I don't want to talk. But yeah, this done issue. Uh, Victor Bogdanovich's art's great. I, I yeah, love, I love his art. I always love his art. I really like it. And I don't mind because things are tied up a bit. And they're tied up to the point where this should be the last issue. And maybe it is. Maybe it is for me. But yeah, there we go. But yeah, you end it and you still have what basically was the start of the issue or the start of the arc, the start of the deal where you have, you know, Java like, huh, now I'm really going to defeat you. I'm going to build an army to do it yeah. now. Oh, damn Doc Dredd. And, and obviously. And that's the thing. It's no Java no more. It's just Doc Dredd. And yeah, they now it's Doc Dredd. And, and with that. Oh, you know, is is it that obvious to us that this is what is going to bring the team back together? Because they've already quit, and now he's like, "I'm going to build an army to defeat this team that yeah, isn't really, a team really, anymore." Just be like, "Well, good." I, I yeah. So I mean, now you're going to get you, and yeah, you get the cool deal where you get all those different continuity deal, and you can look at that and have some fun. But really, yeah, you get he, some Atomic Knights. He, he, yeah, there's the Atomic Knights, which I always love. But he can what go off it? now. At this point, Java can kind of go. Job done. Smell you later. He's done. He he ended up defeating them pretty much, yep. and yet now he wants to really but defeat them. 
He but... can't fuck Sapphire. No, so. and I don't think he's ever going to. And I think that that Probably should not. be obvious to him as well. And maybe he should look at Atomic Knight's Stupid Batman and get a little sexy with him. But you yeah, know what I'm there, saying? there you go. <laughs> you know, there you go. There are other fish in the multiverse. There are. There's a ton. I mean, he could sit there and go, you know what? There might be another sapphire somewhere around this month. Why don't I spend more time with that? I think think Superwoman from Earth 3 would be a good match. Yeah, he would be good. I think he's a fucking bitch to him. He he actually goes in like, what? She has a kid. I'm out. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. Not uh, on my watch. Yeah, really. But uh, yeah, there you go. What did you give this, Reggie? Uh, I'm pretty damn disappointed in this series. The art is very good, and to be honest, it's been the strongest thing about this series since the beginning. Again, this is another one you could flip through it at the store without reading anything and and get the impression of a really fun, high, you know, high-paced, action-filled book. But most of the action is totally pointless. Like every, you know, everyone gets their turn to fight the big fake Galactus. But none of it matters or means anything. It's just it's just a chance. Yeah, for and all that's the, that's the problem with this, like this all of uh, these New Age of Heroes books. When when things are happening, I mean, they are legitimately fighting a, a god, a celestial, uh-huh. a Galactus, and you don't care. You, you just don't, you don't care. Feel it, you know yeah, what I mean? it's, yeah. It's, Nothing's uh, been set up to make this seem man, important. Like the, you know, jo- the Java reveal should be the big moment. Like, holy crap. It doesn't do anything. This, no. this series has totally fallen flat. For a long time, I kind of gave it a buy uh, on some level because it is three bucks, like all the yeah. New Age of Heroes stuff. Uh, but, you know, those days are done. I gave it a 5.1 out of 10. Yeah, I like the art, so I'm going to give it a 4.5. Uh, and I, and you know what? I should go a little higher because I did say I didn't get angry at this. I'm actually going to jump up to a 5.5 because I, I actually – what I said earlier is – it's one of the better issues, but this this whole series is is a wreck, and it's Very been one of the biggest disappointments. The when these New Age of Heroes books started, really in my mind, DC themselves didn't take them seriously enough. They ended up not coming out on time. Some of them, they had that you know tiered uh, progression of how they were released, things I, like I that. Think they just jumping off left and right. Yeah, artists yeah. not staying artists with it when that was the big thing. So annoying. they didn't take it seriously but yet they continue as if they want us to take it seriously and i can't i can have some fun with some of these uh but i can't take it seriously and when like we said you have the reveal of java being the big bad before you have a galactus type deal it's just like well these books really don't matter so why should i get that excited and you know these are one of those whole deal where if we didn't have a podcast i I would not be reading this i just wouldn't be and uh and but that's where sometimes the podcast ends up being you know something good because i did get that's to read it. silencer uh, that, that you know i like that so i never would have picked good, that yeah. up i you yeah. know i never would have picked that up but at least i got one of these books that i kind of like but the rest are just everything is fizzling out i, and I think you, that, though, I, I think you also would have been fine in your life if you never read i would have never have lost any sleep over it i really wouldn't have but yeah uh five five uh what about you Eric? I'm done. I'm with you guys where this is probably one of the best issues of the series. I can't place my finger on why. Maybe it's the idea that it feels like it's over, even though it's not. But for some reason, it came together with its convoluted ending. But for some reason, there's a little bit more satisfaction out of this than 
anything else that I've read in this series, it feels like at this point, but I do really enjoy that. But I'm going to be with Reggie with a 5.1 okay. out of 10. I think that maybe what it is is before we were playing all these games and this issue actually, because of the way it was going to end, that he was going to have, you know, Mr. Terrific just leaving the Terrifics are no more. This had a straight path right through what was happening. You had the team each kind of join in to help. They had something to do. I just think that this was more of a clear cut issue and not playing your nonsense game. So, but yeah, I'm going to go five, five just to be positive. But yeah, it's not great, but we're going to go off to a book that I know that a couple guys I know actually do like, and a lot of people in the Get Fresh crew actually <laughs> like as well. And what is that, Reggie? What are you talking uh, with, Chris? Huckleberry Hound, Looney Tunes crossover? No, and it, oh, it's not Sasquatch sir. Detective either, so oh, don't even pretend oh, you, Then you must be talking about Books of Magic Books of Magic, two. yeah, and I, I actually have more than one person sending me private messages begging me to read it. because they It's solid. Of all the Sandman Universe books, without a doubt, it's that's the, the one you could you could just you you don't need to know anything you could read that's that from cool. issue one and go, keep going. Yeah, so I, I'll event you know just like Doom Patrol, I'll jump on that. Right. Eric, yeah. Eric, we'll we'll get on that once Eric is reading uh, Ben Riley, Scarlet yeah, right Spider. Jump down Ben sure. Riley right after right. that. But we're gonna go off to Reggie and Chris talking about books of magic. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the weird the science DC comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have one book to read for you today. What book is that? It is the final book for the month. Uh, it is Books of Magic number two. Stories called Unreliable Narrators by Cat Howard, Tom Fowler, Jordan Boyd, and Todd Klein. They knew we were going to be covering this, huh? Unreliable Narrators. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is their ode to us. That's right. And, and uh, we pick up right where we left off last issue. If you recall, uh, Tim was in his bedroom trying to decode the Book of Magic. Uh, the words were kind of fading in and out of uh, his uh, you know, sight. Right. And uh, there's a hooded creep outside carrying a blade, and his teacher, Dr. Rose, is there, too. And we didn't know whose side anybody was on last issue, Mm. but Dr. Rose kills the creep and then uh, begins to disembowel it, like, really gory. Yeah. Um, We hop back inside, and uh, the words of the Book of Magic they suddenly start to appear. I don't know if this means that the person outside might have been blocking it or if Tim so, just was able to focus. There's something happened there because you see when you see that creep run up to Tim's house, uh, he gets like kind of bounced back by some kind of magic war. Magic war, yeah. So something something happened there. There, there. There's a correlation, I think, but obviously it's magic, so we don't understand the full extent of it. It's true. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> while uh, Dr. Rose is hacking and slashing, she discovers something. While dissecting the body, uh, we don't know what it is at this point, but right. she she's like, oh, no, uh, we jump to the next day and Tim is in school and he's beside himself because there was a corpse discovered outside his house. He tells a schoolmate that the police had asked him questions that morning. 
And he also has a run in with that jerk ass bully from last issue. And uh, the bully suggests maybe you try using his magic to solve you, you this. Use thing. your magic. Huh? How about hey, that? Hey, you <laughs> jerk. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Rose butts in to break up the chatter before it can go on too long. And uh, then whispers to Tim that she'd like to speak with him after class. Oh, well, mm-hmm. You know, when she looks at the disemboweled body, too, there seems to be, it's hard to tell, but it almost seems like there's something written with the entrails. Plus, it's there's, weird. There's yeah. a lot of like magic y stuff around it like she's obviously in some sort of a magic trance or she's looking at it with magic eyes i don't know how to it's put it strange, other ways yeah. but uh it does see she's she's able to to read something there that we can't really read but we can tell that what she sees is more than just a uh you know open up body it's 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 like flaying out it's crazy so anyway, after class, Tim tells Rose that he had trouble reading from that book. Uh, those words kept appearing and disappearing. And she suggests, she suggests that he needs more sleep and take this book learning slowly, which I like that. That was just a, a common sense piece of yep. advice. Like, just just take a nap, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and she flashes back to her disemboweling endeavor from last night. Oh, this is this is what you're talking about. And we see that there's, like, blood splatters that are shaped like the demons and birds around it. And they yeah. seem to be, like... Negative glyphs. It's it's purposely we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, but 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 it is something to it. When she when she looked at that corpse, she saw she saw more than a corpse. Yeah. Uh, Later that evening, Tim gets back to his book of magic, and he's finally able to make a screwdriver levitate, and decides to make that his temporary magic wand. Uh, The book does say to use something innocuous that people won't, you know, find unusual find carry around. I say try to get into a uh, sporting event with that magic wand there, too. <laughs> anyway, so he uses it to levitate a bunch of other junk in his room, and he has kind of a Steven Spielberg movie moment with all the junk kind of hovering around him. <laughs> yep. And then his father calls him downstairs for dinner. Yes, and the Hunter men eat off tray tables in front of the TV set. And we can see here that Mr. Hunter is missing his right arm, uh, which may or may not have been evident last issue. I don't recall. If, I uh, seem to recall knew. something, but uh, yeah, well, it was not... Called made attention to it. Yeah. yeah. But here it is because because uh, Tim actually asked his father if he'd be receptive to getting his arm back, but not via medical means. His father really doesn't seem to have the foggiest idea what Tim's getting on about. But uh, what kind of answer are you going to give? It's like, no, I don't want my arm back. Of, of uh, course, you know, I got to say his, his suspicion is kind of grounded. Like, what means are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, you're going to inject me with lizard stuff? Yeah, that, that's what he says. Which I thought was funny. Kind of a, uh, you know, a uh, Spider-Man throwback, but robotic or, you know, are you going to <laughs> have like a penis put there? Like, well, how is this going to work? Yep. Uh, so, you know, or is it going to be a tentacle? You know, is it going to be a uh, crow arm? I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> that night, Tim sneaks out of the house. He doesn't go to sleep like uh, his teacher, Rose, suggested. Uh, he goes to try to track down his missing mum, and uh, he asks his screwdriver, Juan, to lead the way. It explodes with light, and uh, he asks it to be a little more subtle. <laughs> so he kind of turns it down. I got the impression it, it was a, something where only he could see it. Yeah, yeah. Right, I guess. He, he falls into town and it's crowded down out there, but no one seems to be noticed. This kid basically holding a glowing, yeah, <laughs> holding holding a glowing screwdriver forth like he's going <laughs> to stab somebody. Quite frankly, uh, meanwhile, it looks like those uh, hobo fire crones are trying to direct him toward them. I think this is probably the three witches of From lore, Macbeth? right? Yeah, Macbeth type thing. Mm. Um, well, we'll find out though. Uh, Tim finds himself in a dark alley and is suddenly surrounded by a bunch of hooded and armed 
goons. Yeah, this is just like the one who was waiting outside his house the night before. Uh, Tim asks them politely to move, and uh, when they don't, he fries them with his wand. And yeah, one big zap like, does it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you, you should have moved then. Uh, we have Tim hanging out at the park until morning. And then he heads into school before classes start in order to ask uh, or tell Dr. Rose that he's going to need her help. Yep, and she and that's is, it. <laughs> is probably ready to give it. You know, that, that thing where he uh, his uh, wand takes out all those people is like that uh, screen bomb and Defender or video games like that. Like you have the screen <laughs> yes. wipe, you know, the buster bomb or you know, something like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this was uh, definitely a quick read. That's something we definitely agree on. Um, sped through it. I I allotted myself about 20 minutes, which is how long I usually want to take on a comic roughly, uh, before I at least talk about it. If I'm not, you know, reviewing, I'll look at it another, another time. But, uh, I'd say it took five minutes to get through this thing. Maybe. Um, but there are a lot of positives. So what do you think, Chris? I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk about the, uh, <laughs> the value, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I keep getting callbacks to the uh, early ultimate Spider-Man um, right. just as breezy a story um, and easy to follow. Uh, especially we're talking, we're dealing with the Sandman universe here, which I'm struggling with, but this is a lot easier to follow. It's yeah. very, very, you know, on the face of it, it is what it is. And while, it's, uh, while still being ethereal and having some questions, ties you know, to, yeah, uh, sure. And ties to that and you know obviously i think they're going to tie in i have a feeling they're all gonna do a little roundabout down the line but i'm I'm getting that sense all these comments you know but you know while on the way there there's going to be you know more elaborating on the characters and stuff sure but i really dug it uh and it is breezy though very 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 yeah There was a lot of stuff i liked in this i liked the magic-y stuff uh you know i like that even that the idea there was a ward around his house, the mystery there, the mystery of the discerning the entrails. There's a lot mm-hmm. of questions still to be answered, but as far as a story being told, it was right up front, you know what I mean? And it was, oh, yeah. it was just really plainly, simply told. Uh, and, you know, especially in a on a, in an imprint where there's some pretty wacky looking pages sometimes, you know, where you kind of have to, you know, turn the book turn them sideways, uh, sideways yeah. <laughs> or maybe turn, maybe turn yourself sideways sometimes <laughs> to get an idea. Uh, this is not like that. This is just flat out good, good comic book storytelling. I really have no oh, yeah. complaints. The art is very crisp, clean, and uh, it's just a good looking book. My mm-hmm. problem with it is the price. Uh, it's just not enough book for four bucks. And that's, that's just what there is to it. I'd love to see this book. At the at the two dollar range, which is a you know the pipe dream, yeah. <laughs> uh, but even even a buck less, which would put it on par with you know the cheaper comics, which I don't think DC is even doing anymore. I, I don't. The think new age of heroes are still those, three bucks. Those maybe? are still three bucks. Yeah, maybe yeah. There's, maybe there's one or two, but they've more or less all moved to the four dollar price point. And uh, yeah, Marvel's gone four and five on a lot of their books, Ugh. and then yeah. never mind. You'll get your seven and nine dollar books if you if uh, you know Deadpool decides to pull his finger or whatever and have a fart. Uh, so you know th- this is this is just not enough book for as much money as you're paying. Um, and, and to take that a little further, uh, yeah. when I was reviewing this, I uh, I didn't want to. I I always kind of err on not spoiling when I'm writing the reviews for the site mm. because uh, I mean these books are brand new. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, and I sure. don't want to cost DC any sales here. Right. Uh, as if as if you know people are rushing to read my review. <laughs> right, but, exactly. Uh, Before they head out, that one person, <laughs> that one person might be like, "Damn it, I was going to buy that." But uh, so I wasn't going to spoil the beginning. 
And then I looked at the preview pages and DC already spoiled the beginning. Sure. Yeah, they was, spoiled the first six pages of a 20-page book yeah, well that's, that they're expecting you to pay $4 for. Well, that's that's a the economics of comic books is a whole oh, other discussion. Other but I, I do thing. ask you, what other uh, business, what other entertainment business has to give away a quarter of its product? If not more. before, If not more, depending on how many pages, how much they feel like giving you yep. before they sell it to you. Uh, you know, but in, you know, music is like that nowadays, too. You know, you can listen to a whole album First, 50 yeah. times. If, in fact, if you buy it, you're, you're dumb as hell because you got the Spotify and whatever else. But uh, yep. so this is this is, you know, whatever. Uh, and here we are further, you know, <laughs> criticizing <laughs> it by telling them they should lower the price. But it's, it's just a, a flat out matter of like, it's just not a fast enough read. And the art is so plain and and it's a positive thing i'm, I'm not, i don't mean plain yeah. in a bad way i mean just easy to look at good, easy to ang- follow, yeah. good angles good good sequentials you know everything is very tight as it's far as linear, yeah. storytelling exactly yeah very linear type storytelling you're not wondering what, where you are in time or place but uh there's just not a lot to pick apart in the panels yeah because they just they are what they are so uh whereas sometimes you can you can Get you could squeeze a little more out of a book by appreciating the or lingering on the artwork. Let's say, yeah, uh, looking for clues or, or just trying to decipher. Yeah, or, you know, trying to read Bendis's notes to whatever the hell it is on <laughs> the beginning of every action comics. So uh, yeah, uh, but I, you know, I did have I do have positive feelings about this, and I do for think sure. This, I think this is uh, probably the most accessible of the four. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so far, it has no connection to. Like direct connection to anything in the Sandman universe, uh, besides that, uh, besides that uh, homeless woman from last issue, right? Mad Hattie, right? Uh, yeah, she's connected there. I think there will be more, but there's, you know, there's a whole thing going on in the dreaming that doesn't seem to be connected to this thing at all. Sure, so, absolutely. Uh, if you, if you are looking for just the one book to read out of the series, this would probably be the one to check out. Mm-hmm. If you can get it from DCBS or, you know, get some kind yeah. of a discount, it's probably your best bet. What'd you give it on the site, Chris? I, well, even even though it was so quick and there is the, the price issue, I gave it an 8.5 because I, I did enjoy what we got. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, was a, thought it was a really good issue. Looking forward to the next one, um, which I can't say about a lot of uh, current comics. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's a bonus in itself. That's absolutely true. I do definitely want to know what happens next with Tim stepped into Dr. Rose. And like, and even though we see that she's being helpful, I'm still a little dubious about it, you know? Yeah, we don't, we don't know her, her story yet. What are, yeah. What's her full motive? So, uh, and that's a very common thing in the magic. Actually, in stories in general is, you know, you get help from the person that's going to jerk you around later. going to get you. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think you know, for enjoyment, I'd give it an 8. But if I were to review it on the site, I bet I would have given it a 7.5 just because of the price mm. thing. I really would have dropped it that low. The price is tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not an, it's it's too much for uh, as much as we you get out of it. And uh, maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll uh, there'll be more yeah, to it's like on We're to. building to like a, a half hour trade, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, and that's not a good thing to buy a trade and finish it in a half hour. That is very Ultimate Spider-Man, unfortunately. But I'll tell you, you won't, you're not going to be inundated with dialogue. You're not going to be <laughs> like trying to figure out what, head, what's going yeah. on, you know. And, and that was a good feeling too, because God, I mean, even like you know, mainstream comics, I, I spend half the time trying to figure out what, what the author is trying to tell me here, you know, like For what sure. is happening, what's going on <laughs> in this scene. Uh, so yeah, positive feel, positive feels all around, everybody. This is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I meant to denigrate it, but you know no. the price is definitely a factor, and uh, that's sort of the point of 
reviewing in the first place is whether you are sure. whether you want to put down your shekels on this. Absolutely. Next week, I'm pretty sure we're going to get the Dreaming number four, though we haven't seen it yet, but I have <laughs> no reason to believe it won't be here, so we will tackle that when it's here. Uh, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? Nope, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want y'all to keep it dreamily. See ya. If it's magic, then why can't it be everlasting? Like the sun that always shines. Welcome to the podcast. You know it's gonna be a long one. The winner is your You know it's gonna be. Look out, it's time for the Rant and Raves. And if you want to be part of the Rant and Raves, you can send me in a file via email or uh, carrierpigeon at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Or you can call our Rant and Rave line, which we do have a caller tonight that is from that. 641-715-3900, extension 452328. It's just that easy. It is just that easy. Wrong turn. And you sounded so happy. To say that, that maybe this would be uh, up to. He's a Draxilus. He is a Draxilus. Freddy Cougar. Freddy Cougar. Uh, anytime we do the rant and raves here, uh, I get all excited myself because I get to use the full soundboard. The soundboard is back in action, and I could say stuff like The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Uh, I'm wrong turn. This is Batman Bitch. No, it's not Batman Bitch wrong turn. It's it's the rant and raves. I got to get him to just introduce the rant and raves. I, I, I don't think I ever did that. So I have to. Did I ever do that wrong turn? I don't know. I don't know either, but I. I We'll have you do that on Monday, okay? Not on my watch. Oh, man. He's not so happy tonight. But we're going to start off the rant and raves with somebody that did use the line and is calling in, I think, about Mr. Miracle, and that's Alex M. Hey, Jim. This is Alex M. I wanted to call because I want to give my overall thoughts on uh, Mr. Miracle. I've tried it a couple times, but I don't think I can really summarize it and not take over 10 minutes to talk about all the details. So I'm going to try to bring it down as um, down to about maybe five minutes. He's lying. 
He he talks more than that. I, I think that he just he has a lot to say, so he has to end up. He went a little further than that, which is fine. Um, okay. When, once you get on a roll, and I believe he's not going to be so happy about Mister Miracle. That's my guess. But once you get on a roll, you can't stop. You can't stop yourself rolling down that hill. So uh, twelve issues. First of all, too long. There was no need for twelve issues. Uh, if they'd been really wouldn't. To and cut out some of the stuff. You could have gotten up to nine issues, down to nine issues, you know, maybe ten issues if you really, really needed uh, Seven. to have that ending. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to touch up on this a little bit later. Um, but here are some of the good things. Um, the battle between Apocalypse and New Genesis and the way they would jump back and forth or that one part where he's kind of going from one battle to the next. Now, Again, that could have been cut down a little bit. That certain part of it, uh, different parts of those battles could have been cut down. Sometimes spending, you know, a whole page on just one, one face. Okay, I, I get. What the- yeah, I, I, I agree. But I, I think that Tom King was really trying to push that whole thing as kind of going on a little too long. And maybe war doesn't end when it's convenient. Things like that might have been what he was going for. But some of it did tend to drag. They're trying to do, um, again, maybe a little too long. Uh, but for the most part, I really enjoyed it. You know, it kind of did feel a bit like war uh, yeah. going back and forth from each battle. Um getting information back, coming home, and then going back at it again. Really kind of medieval style of war uh, where the king really doesn't care about how many of his soldiers dies and just keep fighting, just keep fighting. Uh, So, you know, a lot of things connected to that. Really interesting, liked it. Uh, Another part I really liked was the birth issue. Uh, I don't think any comic... I don't think I've actually seen any movies. I don't think I've seen any shows that really gave me an understanding of what happens during the birth of a child. I don't have a kid. Uh, yeah, I I've said never one. seen a child being born. Yeah, when, when I did that review of that one, I said that he definitely knows what's going on there. He's had kids. He saw it. I Actually, it's not just even the birth of the child. I think that he played it off really well of the – kind of helplessness that Mr. Miracle would feel at that, Scott would feel, well, because that's how you are. When you're a guy and your wife is giving birth, you're kind of just there. And you're kind of, you know, you do feel worthless. Yeah, you could be in Lamaze deal and, and do breathing, but you see your wife there in complete and utter pain. You see a living thing coming out of her, and you realize, boy, I really didn't have much to do. You know, I, I was part of the fun part about nine months ago. But not that at that, that point you feel pretty worthless. You just sit there and everything is going on around you. And, and if, if anybody's like me, your head's spinning. Well, that's going on. And then they're like, hey, Mr. Werner, uh, come over here and cut the cord. And I almost passed out. And that's on my fifth kid. And I have five kids, so I know how it goes down. And yeah, what he showed is pretty accurate. And I almost passed out every time just for that, just being overwhelmed of what's actually going on. And you just, if you don't have kids, you don't understand just that, that concept that you realize at that point, like, boy, I actually created another living being. That is a pretty messed up idea, uh, to wrap your head around while you see it happening. Well, I didn't really comprehend it. And he's at 30 years old. I'm a little embarrassed to say. I have no clue 
about the dilation and any of that. Oh, yeah. um, I'm sure you know all about that, Jim. And I'm sure you, and I'm pretty sure I've heard you review. You could connect with a lot of it. And I think yep. that issue specifically was really well done. All right. Now, um, I wanted to move on now to kind of some of the aspects that I thought were kind of interesting, but I don't know if he pulled off quite well. Uh, so, a uh, bit of spoilers here, the ending, the whole kind of dream thing. Um, honestly, I think the thing that kind of hurt this comic the most was the thing that got used the most, which was that kind of VCR kind of thing. Because the moment he used that, you knew it wasn't going to be reality. That's true. And whatever ending he was going to try to use, it wasn't going to, uh, you know, uh, surprise us really. We all sort of knew where this was going to go. And... Um, I mean, where it sort of fails is what, how unsurprising it was to a lot of us. Uh, but I think for some readers who are more uh, open to, I guess, or maybe not looking for the twist or just willing to take things as they go. I know it's, it's hard to explain, but I know. sometimes I watch something and well, there might be a t- Before you even go on, Alex, Sam, I, I do think there's another part of this, too, is that uh, there were a lot of people that I saw that basically were just reading, like at DC, they're, maybe they're Tom King fans, they're reading Batman and Mr. Miracle, so you can be a little more lenient and a little more you know, relaxed about how it's going and just enjoy that one story. Yeah, there's part of it that me and Eric are having to read and review you know, sometimes 18 books this week. And so you go and you read it and it's not like I'm just sitting there and yeah, there's there's a part, we're just reviewing it. Sometimes you review it and you're not coming from that place that you can just sit back and enjoy it. That's why I, I say a lot of things. I, I actually sent a tweet out or a couple of tweets to Gary Frank today about the idea of people giving him and harassing him about uh, the doomsday clock. Because he came out and said, hey, people are giving me uh, aggressive and snide remarks, passive-aggressive remarks about the delays, and I will block you. And a lot of people are just like, man, I don't care how long it takes. I'm just sitting there. There's always a different reason and why people are going into books and things like that and where I'm getting upset at Mr. Miracle because I've now wasted 12 months and more because of the delays. Because of this, some people didn't care. It could have taken seven years to come out. So, And with the Doomsday Clock, I'm sitting there and I'm upset about the delays because it's holding all the rest of the books that I am reading back. Well, if you're just reading the Doomsday Clock, you're like, oh, what's the big deal? I'll just hang out. So some, I, I thought that Mr. Miracle was, you know, overlong and, and was extended a bit to get to that 12 issues. Also, I sit there and think like they're not going to have a nine issue book because then you don't have two trades or you don't have a maxi trade like that. And that kind of gets me upset too, but some people don't care about that. They just want their story. They don't care, you know, it's 12 issues. Maybe the fact is by the end of this issue of number 12, maybe it's not too long. Maybe it's too short. Maybe we needed two more issues to see exactly what was going on. You know, maybe you could have trimmed some fat in the middle to get to that 12 issues, but maybe 12 issues, the perfect length, he just didn't use that length to tell the whole story. Because like you're saying about the glitches, the thing that I got upset, you kind of lost track of those. And, and at the end, there was never the M. Night Shyamalan, like you slap your head thinking you could have had a V8, realizing that these glitches really meant one thing and that it all makes more sense. 
as you go. It didn't. It just ended in this non-ending that, that just frustrated me. Twist, or there might be something that the story tries to hit this level, and it, and I don't feel it. I don't think it's that yeah. great, um, but other people do. Uh, you know, I mean, I usually to say all the power to them. Yeah. I'm not so sure about this. Oh, <laughs> he's mad. Okay. Though. Um, what was say next? Oh, okay. So going back towards the, the whole dream thing, right? So we've seen other movies attempt to do this, and this is, I'm going to touch a bit um, uh, on this too. Um, the I've seen, you know, Jacob's Ladder's brought up. Yep, that's a movie that kind of does that the whole thing between death and living in your own world. Um, two other movies that do it pretty well is uh, is Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive, both movies by David Lynch. Yeah, David um, Lynch movies. And I'll say those things about those movies. I respect the shit out of those movies because um, even though you can kind of see it coming sometimes. It still is really well done. Uh, the way it's presented is, is very interesting. Um, uh, this wasn't so much, this wasn't at this level, but I think, I think I'm getting kind of an understanding of what partly this, uh, kind of thesis is. And I think it's about fabrication, right? And so he uses, Different elements. So, one, L.A. LA. He talks about it and saying, like, oh, L.A., nobody really wants to live here, but nobody ever leaves. You know, L.A. is known for being an artificial kind of place. All right. Two, um, he brings up God a few times. But then he also talks about the, the kings of, as in, you know, in this case, Ham, and before him, uh, uh, Orion, and before that, High Father, and a king, you know, used to be presented as a god. Yep. Uh, but once things started chipping away, they would lose that, you know, where, you know, yeah, Louis the Fourteenth called the God King, or the Sun King, which was sort of the same level as God King. Uh, he he built out the France, he built Versailles, he was... He was looked upon like a god yep. and then two generations later his son gets to, his grandson gets his head decapitated and uh, there's no longer monarchy because the king had lost uh, the ability to seem like a god I don't know if that has anything to do with Mr. Miracle I really don't but I kind of feel like there's a connection there and you know what And in the mind of, of Tom Kane I'm pretty sure he probably felt the same way about some of the stuff he just sort of threw out there. Like, hey, you can probably find some kind of connection. No. I guess. You know, um, that is one thing, Tom King. He writes these stories, and maybe it's the looseness of it that it does lend to people making up their own details and getting their own deal. So that that is why one of the reasons he is so popular, that people can kind of get now uh, people who want to just have a story – and and don't want to have the person next to them think the story is something completely different, then they get upset. So, not not too subtle in this case, but also um, not right on the nose. Uh, so, uh, but 
uh, I guess the overall thing I got out of it was not surprised at the end. Um, like the straight story, like the Jacob stuff, like the idea of Jacob being brought to dark side. Um, but I guess it felt really hollow. That's, that's really what I'm going to come down to it. It felt hollow. Um, and I think if I'm going to take it, uh, the way he was presenting it, being that it's a bit on the nose and it seems to be semi-autobiographical as far as him yeah. having a kid or Mitch Gerard, I forget who, being a parent, being married in the real world, you know, being that Mr. Miracle is now in the real world, our world. Although, I don't know, some parts of it is disjointed. I don't know what Blue Beetle and, and uh, uh, Booster were doing there. This was supposed to be the real world, but... Yeah. I think what it's saying is Tom Kim doesn't want to write comics anymore. That's the idea. I think he's eating Skittles now. That's what he's... And he'd rather just not do it. He'd rather hang out in Hollywood with his Hollywood friends. The ones you see in the first page of the last uh, comic, there's a guy from the How Did This Made podcast, which is really central to the whole nerd podcast kind of realm that is in L.A., and you can tell, obviously, he wants to be in that world. He wants to hang out with those people. He wants to be up there making decisions with Dan Didio and Jim Lee. He's going to do whatever it takes to get there. And uh, he doesn't want to be the writer. He doesn't want to be the guy making writing the comics. He wants to write the movies. He wants to write the show. That's That's the lesson I got from it. You know, and maybe yeah. it's not true, but the way it was presented, that's what it seems like. Um, but, you know, I don't mind it. I about 12 issues, kind of a waste of money, but I'll just sell it on eBay and some Tom nice. fan will be really happy to get it. I'll even throw in Omega Men. Why not? You're going to throw in I got tired of rereading it. Um, so, yeah. That's about it. All right. Nice. Hope that wasn't too much. Take care, Jim. Bye. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you. Now it's it's one of those things, and I know that you know some people love these stories that uh, mean more. And oh my, you know, it's opened my mind. Things like that. I think that what comes down to it is the idea that I actually like. Like I don't like it when the story is obviously trying to blow your mind it's obviously trying to be deep for deep sake and things like that and i thought that right away from mr miracle i actually enjoy when you read something and not just read something listen to a song and things like that and then later on you, you know you hear this and and one of the things i just i was trying to think while alex M was talking about an example of this and i don't know if people know the song uh there she goes by the laws uh it's a song like, there she goes, there she goes again, if you look it up. And it's just a pop song. You know, you're sitting there and it seems like it's just a song about a guy who uh, a girl has left him and things like that. And then later on you find out that it also could be about a heroin addiction. 
and that it's it's more than just a silly little pop song. It means even more. That actually is what impresses me more. And this happens in a lot of different things where you hear songs are really big on this. Like you hear a song and you're like, oh, man, I love that cool pop song. And then you find out it's about uh, the singer had uh, witnessed a suicide and it's all about that. And you're like, oh, my God, this this song that I'm humming and singing along and being so happy about and thinking it's one thing actually does have a deeper meaning that actually then you go back and listen to a song and it's almost like, boy, I'm never going to be able to hear this song again without thinking about this stuff. And that's when it impresses me. It impresses me when something's deeper than what you ever thought it was at the beginning. Not that by the end you realize, oh, they're trying to be deep. And by the end you're like, boy, that didn't pull it off. It's just a kind of a thing. And I think this is something that's in people's brains, uh, how we're wired and things of how we look at things and how we go. Like I said, I go into anything that I do with – People need to impress me. If I meet somebody uh, new, I'm not going to be – I'm not mean to them, but I'm not going to open up to them until they prove to me that I should. It's just I am a cynical guy. I'm always thinking that something is going to upset me and then prove to me that you're going to not upset me, things like that. A lot of people go into things though with the idea of that this is the greatest thing ever until you prove that it's not. And most of the time we'll all meet in the middle. It's just how you're coming about getting there. Um, so when Mr. Miracle starts, people are, oh man, this is so deep. I'm going to get involved. This is my way of getting involved in some deep, you know, it's almost like the Watchmen, you know, the the people now after Rebirth starts, a lot of people are getting into comics. You want to have your deep philosophical book that you can throw at your friends then, or you're at a dinner party and they're like, oh, did you see that new French film? And you're like, French film? I'm reading this comic book that's blowing my mind. Oh, comic books, they're so droll. And you're like, no, no, no. This is philosophical stuff. You'll love it. And then you push it on. Then it goes down the lane. Also, I think that there's a lot to do with people just not wanting to be negative at all anymore and all this. But I'm not saying that anybody who, you know, reads Mr. Miracle, they they shouldn't like it or that they have reasons that are ridiculous. This They're, they're not. They, they can like it for what they like. All the power to you. It's just it, – it wasn't my style of how to get there and I just don't like this idea of as it was going on and I'm reviewing it and I'm saying, listen, I'm not going to call this an instant classic until I see how it ends because this whole thing is set up to how it ends. I mean it can end – Anyway, and so people were just, you just don't get it, you moron. I was called so many names because of this book. And all I said was, as an individual issue, I don't know what's going on. So I can't say it's a classic. And so there you go. There you go. I got a lot of crap for it. But yes, thank you, Alex M. He's going to be back in a little to continue a little bit about that. I, he seemed to have thought he was a little bit too hard on Tom King, it seems, the way the next one started. But we're going to go to Batman Beyond Mark real quick for the next Rat and Rave. Sup, Jim and Eric, if you happen to be there. Uh, this is Batman Ooh, Beyond no, Mark, and uh, I need a rant, and I need a rave, Ooh. because, oh boy, you'll hear, th- I'm not sure if this is ha- going to be on before or after I Batman this, Beyond Review. I believe this will be probably right before. For this month, but oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
he I, uh, he seems like he's like he, he's he's about to explode I or something. Have so much anger at this issue. I, I I'm not kidding when I say that after. I- it's funny, uh, you know, Mark does the Batman Beyond uh, reviews now by himself. He records them uh, because the one week we didn't have enough time to do it with him. And so he recorded it. And then since then, I've just asked him to record it because I haven't read it since. I have not caught up with the book. I have no idea what's going on. Eric reviews it on the site. He just keeps telling me not much and then just goes with like, ah, eh, they're doing this. Ah, oh, they're trying to make the killing joke again. Ah, oh, they're trying to do the, you know, death of the family. Eh, and I just all right. I read it. My arms were shaking with how angry I was. I thought it was like the rubber band thing that he's got tied around there. He's getting... <laughs> speaking of the laws song about heroin. And Mark doesn't do heroin. That that was just a joke. It's not that. Even just the issue itself, completely out of any other context. Is is bad or is the worst thing ever? I just think this is what broke the camel's back. Uh oh. But I finally understand. I finally understand what Linkara goes through. If you don't know who Linkara <laughs> is, he's a pretty big comic book reviewer on the internet. He's been around for ten years. Uh, his show is atop the fourth wall, with its uh, moniker being "Where Bad Comics Burn," and I get it now. Shout out to Linkara. Linkara. And I don't mean that sarcastically or angrily. I mean, I finally get it. I finally get that just rage at at a bad comic. As I'm saying, I don't think that this issue, the grand scheme of things, is bad. I've read some garbage comics before. Breathing problems that he's so upset. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) Oh. Listen, uh, now, now oh. I think that he might be gold dust. <laughs> so I, there he goes. Words are failing me. Yes, they yes. are. Uh, Dan Jorgens, I've read a bunch of his other stuff. Like, since I've started... just keep thinking of gold dust now. Started, <laughs> or since I started, you know, doing the Batman Beyond reviews with, with you guys, I started reading more of his stuff. And, and I've loved... I don't think I've read anything that I... Yeah, that, that's the funny thing is we, we talk about Batman Beyond, and every time we talk about it, I, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, I always forget it's Dan Jurgens because it just doesn't seem like his writing. I like Dan Jurgens. Uh, he doesn't like me. He actually got mad at me because one time I asked him about Booster Gold, and, and he kind of thought that I was... Uh, I didn't know enough about him being the creator of Booster Gold when... <laughs> I asked him some questions, and he he took offense to it and hasn't talked to me since. I really disliked overall of his Superman stuff. I I like his Booster Gold stuff. Yeah. Um, That that really is kind of my limits of stuff I've read. I've probably read the odd other comics here and there of his. But overall, I have liked most of the stuff that I've read from him. And not counting the Batman Beyond stuff. Uh, the worst that's ever come is... I think you're a little too in deep with the Batman Beyond stuff, Mark. I mean, your name, your given name when you were born, it was Batman Beyond Mark. So I would think that that was a destiny, that you were going to be very big on the Batman Beyond. That was just an okay issue, at least for me. Oh, except with the Batman Beyond. Oh, it just... It just... It's gold dust again. It, or possibly gold dust 
or maybe uh, Randy Macho Man. It's it's Batman Bjork Macho Man is who it is now. Makes me, oh yeah, oh, oh just oh, Batman Beyond. The review there. <sighs> I feel <laughs> at least a little again. better now. Yes. You Anyways, got it off your uh, chest. thank oh, you for yeah. bearing with me. Uh, <laughs> later. <laughs> He's quivering. Oh my goodness, he is upset. But yeah, we're going to have heard, uh, we'll hear about what he really has to say that it'll be good stuff. Uh, but now we're going to go off to Rob Lewis with the top 10. Hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris. I'm Rob Hello. Lewis, and I am a proud member of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. And as, being a member, there are certain perks that you, um, pick up from being a member of such a club yeah. and one of those perks that i have uh, you get to hang with eric when he gets his triple whoppers is that one i hope i want to be involved with that i was behind eric in line at the burger king the other day uh i, I don't know if i talked about this i was in the car rafe and logan ended up getting some money i have no idea how they got their hands on it but they wanted to get themselves uh some whopper meals i believe it was whopper wednesday so we drive over there and we're gonna they're gonna get their whopper meals and eric is two cars ahead of us with jess and rafe saw them and i'm like oh that's that's eric and jess first off jess has a small car eric's a big guy so how does he fit in that car i'm like i, I don't know and then rafe's like hey I hope that Eric doesn't eat all the food. And then I just started laughing. I texted him that that's what they said. And he got mad at me. ...is that I now break out into expressions or songs that drive the uninitiated up yes. the wall. So these are my top 10 things that I do or say or sing to drive people around me absolutely crazy. Number 10, why don't you come up and see me sometime, big boy? Number nine. (laughs) That would drive me. Why don't you come up and see me sometime? Just saying It's Mail with Jim. I'll break out that little ditty in a second. Number eight, Bane and Holly. Number seven, the ever-famous Jim and Eric. I don't know. I don't know. Number (laughs) six, Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I number, don't know if I have that anymore. Number five, LeBron James. LeBron James. Number four, look at all those chickens. Uh, yeah. Number look at three, all those I'll, chickens. I'll, I'll break out into Jim's review. Yes. And number two, Jim and the news. And my number one ditty that I really enjoy breaking out in is Jim rings the bell. Oh, geez. an honorary like mention goes to the one that drives my wife absolutely crazy. Is when I'll break out into the Patreon spotlight song and out of nowhere start saying, "I'll have a heart attack soon." Yeah, yeah. Your loved ones don't like to hear that. <laughs> there you have it, folks. My top ten things that I do say or sing to drive people crazy because they have no idea no what idea. the Get Fresh crew is. Boop, boop. boop. Talk yes. to you later. Yes. Uh, the, the couple things that me and Eric say at work is anytime Wrong Turn comes over to us and says something ridiculous and walks away, I just walk over to Eric and go, the wolf man. And then we laugh. We have that. Money's is money's came up last week. Uh, at one point, you had because uh, Wrong Turn had made a bet that he would never talk to this one guy, a bet that he couldn't win. Well, he ended up talking to the guy. 
and uh, they because of this bet, he now owes, I think, seven people hoagies that he's supposed to buy. And his comment then when he – I'm like, man, wrong turn. You're going to owe all these people these hoagies. And, of course, his response was, hoagies is hoagies. And walked away, and me and Eric just laughed so much. Then about an hour later, he came back, and I think that the financial bit of that hoagies is hoagies hit to him, and it wasn't any hoagies is hoagies anymore. He was pissed. He was throwing things around. He was furious about the hoagies is hoagies then, and it just it made me laugh. But thank you, Rob. And one of the reasons why you have those things stuck in your head is up next because it is now time for Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, Mother. Hello. So greetings to everyone in the Get Fresh Christ, the hello, Mother wasn't part of it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. From the vacation capital of the world, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Yes, I am down here in Walt Disney World dancing. Mrs. Dancing Mike and I are down here in Walt Disney World celebrating uh, the Christmas season. So... Ah. Now, I have, will not be commenting on comic books this week because I did not read my comic Fine. books this week because I was getting ready for this vacation. So, um, Jim, you'll probably yeah. be tagged in a lot of tweets this week. Now, nice. for those of you who are newer to the uh, GFC, <laughs> you might not remember that back when Rebirth uh, first started, it was, it was a glorious time because the Batman nice. title was really good for the first arc. It was it was wonderful because, you know, it was like the I Am Gotham arc. It's like, wow, this Tom King guy is really great. Anyway, so after the first arc of Batman, then a new arc started that was the first crossover, I think. So I had to buy a couple issues of Nightwing. It was art by Riley Rossmo. So you had had ventriloquist puppet Duke during that. So that was wonderful because Riley Rossmo is such a good artist for a third grader who it, he it, i'm telling you he has he has a certain style that might fit some books but some of his faces they're a little wooden if you get what i mean wink wink wooden it's a puppet it, it looked like a puppet also later amanda waller looked like she had a slug neck who's also slightly mentally retarded anyway um and, and like- also it was written by steve orlando night of the monster man night of the monster man so yep when i was down here at disney i took a picture of because someone on the on the podcast sent in a rant and rave i still don't know who it is and yeah, they said they, they were talking about steve orlando and said maybe he he's a spaniard yeah the joke was because of his last name being orlando somebody said oh maybe it's that english isn't his first language he speaks spanish maybe he's a spaniard from spain it was just some throwaway line and yeah what mike did then got us in a lot of trouble and <laughs> that just struck me as funny so i actually took a picture in epcot of the bass player for the, the Mexican uh, mariachi band that yeah. was playing out there. And I said, I found Steve Orlando. He is a Spaniard. I think it was like hashtag English, not his first language. Yeah. Hashtag. It, it, was just a, it was just a joke. It, it didn't even mean anything. And yeah, yeah. That explains a lot. And probably hashtag drunken nonsense. I don't know. Anyway, someone at D.C. Someone yep. at D.C. decided somehow that was homophobic. Yeah. Now, I don't know how. There was nothing... 
that, I mean, that was the entire text of the message. And it was a picture of, of a guy in traditional Mexican garb playing a yeah. bass I, I, guitar. I'm telling you, Mike, I had the behind the scenes of getting yelled at about this and pretty much being told that I better decide which is more important, Dancing Mike and his tweet or us having any relationship with DC Comics. And as Mike would be there to attest, I told the guy that the people in the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, meant more than the you know relationship with DC, thought that we weren't going to get the review copies anymore because of it, which that didn't happen. Uh, but that guy who I had is a guy that you know is a higher-up guy at DC, kind of, and uh, I would talk to regularly once a week or so, uh, have long conversations about books or whatever. That guy shut me down. I, he doesn't talk to me anymore. He won't respond to anything that I send him. If I have a question about anything, he won't respond. He will not tell me. And, uh, yeah, so basically I said, you know, there was no, you know, nothing about it. It was just a joke. Yeah, you may think that originally the joke was kind of, you know, insensitive to some people or whatever, but it was just a joke. Nothing was really meant to as harmful to anybody. You know, basically the only harm that was happening at that point was Steve Orlando's awful dialogue, which unfortunately that continues a lot. And and also this was also – it wasn't just Night of the Monster Man. It was continuing off of – the Midnighter book and the New 52, which which the dialogue was just horrendous, and that was just kind of the joke, and it was a joke amongst the Get Fresh crew. And with that, Mike tweeted that pick, and we probably would have all forgotten about it by now. <laughs> we would have went and, and gone away and nothing. And yeah, I sat there and fought and fought, and I was, like I said, I was told that if I didn't take down that tweet, if I didn't delete the, you know, Mike's tweet and the response that 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 was it. We were done, and, I, and whatever. Nothing homosexual, homophobic about it. And when I wrote that tweet, I had no idea that Steve Orlando was a homosexual. All I knew is he was writing a horrible, horrible story because I'd never read anything else mine. So I had no idea of this. So apparently, I was being homophobic toward a guy. I don't know. I didn't know it was homosexual. And here's the thing. If there was the point where this tweet and I thought that, oh, you know, and I'm saying Mike didn't know. But if the tweet ended up being something that would offend somebody, even though he was unaware, I would have said to Mike, you know, take down the tweet. You know, somebody's offended by that while you didn't realize the situation. I see why he would be, but I, I didn't see anything, so I said, whatever. And uh, some guy at D.C. apparently got his, his his cankles up, his panties in a wad, and decided that he was – he told Jim to have, have that tweet removed. I don't know how Jim would actually do that because no. it wasn't a tweet that yeah, Jim yeah, put. Yeah, it wasn't but my tweet. Jim actually said, no, we're not going to remove that tweet. So he actually did kind of stand up for me because it was a ridiculous, I, ridiculous argument. I guess, you know, anything – it's just this culture. Anything is racist. Plus, at that point, Mike had been a listener to the podcast for, you know, over a year and stuff like that. And we'd gotten to know him. So, you know, is- I know that he's a piece of crap, but you know what? He's our piece of crap. Maybe that's what, that's what I should have said. Homophobic. Anything. And I don't mean that, Mike. And it doesn't matter if it is or not. If, you know, someone doesn't like something like me criticizing the fact that Steve Orlando can't write a comic book or, or meaning or good dialogue to save his freaking his life. Apparently, that's somehow racist. And, and, and Coming up, yeah, just remember that when you're reading this week's Martian Manhunter. And or homophobic. So anyway, so 
I will I will tag you in tweets probably this week, Jim. You oh, and Eric, and then I think I think I'm- yep, you're back there. I'm going to get a lot of tweets of food that I'm not allowed to eat and and drinks that I wouldn't partake in. Is usually my <laughs> that is the basis of most of the tweets uh, would be food, and I I think by now I realize Mike Mike really enjoys stuff like uh, potato skins. See a lot of those, which I, I'm okay with, but when he starts tweeting me soft pretzels uh, with beer cheese, you've hit me hard, Mike, because that is one of the things when. Now, me and Eric talked earlier in the podcast with my diet. I did go off at two days, so I can't have my eat anything day. I blew it for myself. So I have to wait until I think I believe it's going to be around December 27th is when I can have the day where I'm going to go hog wild. I'll probably turn that into December 25th, obviously, because of Christmas. But with that, one of the big things that I go with, and actually I won't make it Christmas because a lot of things will be closed. I'm not going to waste that day. I'll go to the 26th then. I'll go Boxing Day. Will be Boxing Day slash Jim, you know, is high on the hog, uh, gorging himself. But one of the main things that I think that I get to the point where I'm craving by the end of this 30-day cycle is soft pretzels, and uh, I'm in the Philadelphia area. They're huge in this area. We have at least three places right here in town that are just soft pretzel places, let alone go to, say, a Wawa, uh, any convenience mart. So they're everywhere. I see them everywhere, and I start by about day 18. I got to get myself a soft pretzel, and I have to hold out, and then I go nuts. I eat probably eight soft pretzels, and it's just that sitting in my stomach, and I get cheese with it like you have, Mike. You kill me. I'm going with Drunkcation 2018 or Drunk-cation. 2018 Drunkcation. I don't know. I had a couple of drinks by the since I've you know written my right first now. tweet. So anyway, he's had a couple of drinks in the past 30 seconds. But I will try. I'll try not to be imaginary homophobic or imaginary racist. So there you go. So anyway, that's all about. I'm about all I forgot this week. So I'm gonna have a lot of comic books to read when I get back yeah. um, home after my uh-huh. vacation, which will be three. Which uh, two that he has? Uh, Batman Beyond and Wonder Woman. He's gonna. He's got three. I would guess that he is going to read Batman Beyond, Wonder Woman, and then some Archie comic. Through this week. So anyway, we're about to go off to Hollywood Studios and uh, enjoy some uh, rides, maybe including... Maybe we'll go to uh, Star Tours. The adventure continues. Uh And uh, we'll also be checking out uh, Toy Story Land, which um, has a, a new ride, which is the Alien Swirling Saucers. Alien Swirling saucers. That sounds like something I would upchuck in. Don't try to make that into an acronym. The alien swirling saucers. That's offensive. There might be a tweet about that. I That's don't know. Offensive. But anyway, uh, also, I heard, I heard through the grapevine there might be a return, a triumphant return, much like the the. All that is strong does not wither. All that is gold does not glitter. Much like Aragorn returning to his rightful throne, there might be a return of the king of the Get Fresh crew, one Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Yes. Yes, Long may he reign. He's not returning this week. I did hear of a return, but uh, Richard Richardson had a cold. And he couldn't return this week. Anyway, that's, like I said, this is about all I've got this week. So to everyone in the GFC, including uh, Pete, who is still the prime minister of the GFC, and there might have to be a runoff election for who is the king. Not your man, Mike. My man. If Richard Richardson actually does return. Richard Uh, Richardson Uh, Be sure to check out patreon.com slash weird science for all kinds of wonderful shows featuring a bunch of other people and Jim Warner. 
who yeah. might actually be America's sweetheart. Oh, we don't my. know. But anyway, How could that be? Um, that's about all I've got until next week. Me. So keep it weird, and I will see you all. And if my if my uh, if I survive this vacation with the drinking and drinking that will be going yeah. on, and also there will be some drinking, and after that there will probably be some drinking. But probably. anyway, I will see you all in seven. He's going to see us all. On the sevens, as Wrong Turn would say, if I could find that clip. All that time, I realized he was going to say it at the end, and I'm looking for all I find. We're DC Dahmer books. Mm, We're DC Dahmer books. Thanks, Mike. And we're going to move on now, go across the pond to talk to one Luke Hollywood. There he is. He's opening up his drink. I I, I don't know that uh, Long Island iced teas have a pull tab, but it sounded like they do now. He's pouring something. Oh, my. What is he doing? Here we go. Here we go. It's going to now. Go. There he is. Ah. Pour one out for the book of the week. Uh, Green Lantern. Pour Yes. Uh, we, got, we got volume one and we got volume two, but volume three is not meant to be, apparently. No. Who knows? Uh- it's funny, too, because uh, there is a little joke that I had with Luke, uh, and I don't know if he got it, but I had the news on Patreon this week. And basically, he said that in, in on the Slack that unless I announce on the news that Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, Volumes 3 and whatever it's going on from now on are canceled, it doesn't – it means if I don't report that, then it's not true. I kept it off the news list. <laughs> So that he could still have some hope. Uh, unfortunately, I have no say in it. So I don't know why he has that hope. But hey, I, I did that as a little joke to him. And I, I don't know if anybody got it. Um, maybe it's just bleeding cool spouting the fake news. I mean, maybe. we're going to get the, the, the fake three, hopefully. I'll wait till Jim reports on it. And, uh, then it'll be- there it is. I, I kept it off so we can still have hope. In fact, but... Uh, What's up, everybody? Uh, it's the Hollywood Kid here, just having some uh, Guinness in a Heineken glass because nice. I don't play by the rules. Oh, uh, and I, I'm here. Uh, this is like the third recording I've sent into into Jim this week. Yep. Um, and we put the mic a little closer. Uh, yeah, it's it's the third recording. Uh, I'm, this is this is what Jim must feel like recording stuff every every day, every day. almost um every day but it's it's unacceptable you know uh like well I, I you tune into last week's podcast and there was only two random raves and then the week before there was only like two random raves come on no. boys gotta gotta step up the game uh, it's a holiday season it's all about giving you know giving step up rants the game. and or raves and yes. jesus there's plenty to rant or rave about these days in dc comic book land am i right yes you are right according to the bag yes let's have a look whoa <laughs> we go. Oh. Goes. Whoa, oh. just dropped uh i just dropped silencer so <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody else did we yeah. uh yeah but uh sherlock tell you what um I've got a book here for Nike. It's uh, the DC's Nuclear Winter Special. Yep. Ten Cataclysmic Carols. And you know what it is? It's one of them lucky dip books that uh, I had such a rip-roaring good time with. This year, we've got three of these so far. Um, yeah. We got the, well, who could forget the, the, the Bad Guys Beach Summer Blanket Blowout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Summer Beach Blanket. Yeah, that was a hoot. Summer Special. Uh, that was great. And then uh, the DC, 
the oh what was it the cursed comic cursed cursed cavalcade of cursed uh, comic book another hoot stories DC Comics uh, that was that was also throwing that that oversized giant at Walmart the Christmas or holiday special um, that was a lot better than the, the the beach blanket blowout and and now we got the nuclear winter special um and i read it on the bus and i <laughs> you know i it, when when i got to the steve orlando story uh superman was it superman in the future superman yep. one, million. one million i fell asleep so really? i suppose that tells you all you need to know about this book bad. um <laughs> yikes uh, you know okay. what right that's how cause I, I i bet my boy reggie um uh, of cosmic treadmill fame, of, of the fame. Uh, i bet you he recorded or uh, reviewed the book on the website oh, so yeah. let's let, let's have a live recorded. reaction right uh, a reaction video Hang on weird science dc comics dot blogspot dot com in and uh, we're gonna load it up no, no live um, reaction. We we're oh, just after yeah. having a storm over here in Ireland, here? Storm Diana, um, and and you know maybe that's the Wi-Fi is a bit slow because of that. I I was, I was trying to think of a a Diana joke, but I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a Wonder Woman. She's got a yes. new book, you know, or a new G Willow Wilson's doing yes, the Wonder Woman. I don't know. I haven't been reading it, uh, or I haven't read it yet. I think I think the, the new issue, yeah, issue two of that came out this week but yes, i haven't read it yet i was too busy reading the dc nuclear winter special but um yeah you kept falling let me, asleep let me scroll down this makes for great listening doesn't it oh, uh, yes. but i just want to see because i'm kind of all right let's see final score is i skipped to the final score 5.0 yeah that's pretty fair uh, yep. reggie's pretty well i'm pretty sure yeah it's reggie my man reggie is hitting i think he went facts. down when we talked um, about it on the podcast it's a mixed bag of stories more the lame side than that <laughs> Good shout, Reggie. Yeah, no, I I don't know. Um, I like the last Christmas special a lot more than this one. I don't get really the whole nuclear, like the post-apocalyptic theme, uh, and they do tie they tie it all together with this um, uh, Rip Hunter story. But sure, who the heck is Rip Hunter? He hasn't shown up in young. Is this his first rebirth appearance? Like, geez, um, poor and, Rip and, Hunter. Yeah, it's just like it's a bit. It's not really. <laughs> I get that they're like trying to the the show like the the joy of the holiday season and all that, but like just the setting of it, all the world being rubbish. And the world is rubbish right now. You know, I read the comic books, escape the rubbishness. Yeah. Am I right, everybody? Hey, oh are. man, um, preach. Yeah. So so I was just like I, uh, the firestorm story though. That was good. Hang on, let me let me see. I bet you, I bet you, Reggie gave that one a high score. I do like a bit of Firestorm. I would, I wouldn't mind Firestorm, Firestorm and the nuclear book, family. Actually. Let's see. I just like that he's uh, setting everything. Firestorm five point one out of ten. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Reggie. Oh, you're killing me. Um, let's see. The highest review. I would think the highest oh, man. one is going to be Aquaman. Superman. Got a three. Jeez, yeah, he didn't like that. Oh, a lot of threes. Man, Reggie, you are you are going all out with this That's one. That's right. Holy he's moly. Mad. Um. The Catwoman. Oh no, the Commandy got a six point five. See, I didn't like He's the Commandy one. Guy. I don't read Commandy though, so it didn't make he a lot of sense. He likes that Commandy. Um, and Command I like the Justice League one, D. and I got a five. Oh wow, Reggie! My goodness, you are you are <laughs> spicy with them review scores. Holy moly! I don't know if I'd give it all. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think I like the Aquaman story. Oh, and the, God, the Flash was one was weird because he was dead. I was like, <laughs> <Flash> <laughs> that's the wrong Flash, dead. DC. You know, you, you killed another Flash. You should you should be writing about that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, it was a bit wacky. And not like the good kind of wacky either. Like, I wasn't having a barrel of laughs like we did when Deadstroke uh, hired uh, the, the yeah, like, little girl. That. And the, the little girl, girl ended up killing everybody. You remember that? That was oh, a laugh. Killed the guy who really wasn't bad. <laughs> but this is uh, uh that's what i think about in summer beach blanket bingo i don't know it's, it, it did really get me into the, the holiday spirit the last christmas special uh, it was a little bit hokey but i really enjoyed it and this one is just like i don't know and that's the problem i don't know that luke can get a hold of the uh walmart christmas special the holiday special they they don't want to say christmas but the walmart giant holiday special i don't think are available overseas and that would be more now it's a lot of reprints and things like that but i think that luke would love that i, I because first off i think there's a story from last year in that but you have a new story with flash and then a bunch of reprints of a greatest hits type of holiday special stories and things like that i think that that's more along the lines of what he would enjoy not worth 10 quid i'll tell you that also remember you're comparing it to a holiday special this was a winner special some of the stories didn't involve anything to do with holidays so they were a little darker and things like that <laughs> so i bought it it was probably better than the the beach summer yeah. special yeah, i don't I know think it was. see the that one was really bad but i did have like a couple of stories that were like so bad they were good you know what i mean whereas this one is just a bit wacky these things um, afterwards i did like the firestorm one and i did like the green arrow one um but like apart from that like uh, I suppose the Batman six 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 was all right. a lot of them were just all it's right, weird. you know. But like you're not gonna be riding home no for the holiday season telling your loved ones how great this book is, are you? No, I don't think so. And last year they gave you like a little postcard that had like Lobo on it, and it said like Merry Christmas. And we didn't get any postcards this year. No. DC, Again, what the heck? Uh, so you're canceling the book in a week. You're putting out lame nuclear winter books it would be great they have a postcard it's like you know I, the world got decimated and all i got was this stupid shirt or a postcard for and 10 quid and there's no postcard what the heck and then shazam's getting pushed back like six weeks i don't know i just saw it on the slack yeah and then and then they're canceling dc nation it's like that little mini preview comic that they gave out for free and that was really cool and there's only like five issues in and they're canceling it like what the heck (sighs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know at least we got the weird science to be listening to i suppose uh don't forget to to subscribe on the patreons Oh, and uh, to do more rant raves, i got to go drink some more Guinness. XO, XO, XO. XO, XO, XO. We're going to continue on with Alex M calling in again. Hey, this is uh, Alex M once hey, again. Um, I might have been a little bit harsh on old Tom King. And I just want to say, if anybody's interested in... It is funny. He says that he's harsh. I think that he was very fair with Tom King. <laughs> I don't think he was harsh at all, but... And I just want to say, if anybody's interested in reading Miracle Man or kind of feel like it, I think go for it. There's actually Miracle a lot Man. of cool moments in it. But here's the thing. The way you want to read it, if you don't, don't, get, don't get the printed... Don't get the printed... Um, 
Creed Edition. Buy it on um, on Comixology, and then read it on your phone. It's, if, if it's done right, it's just going to focus on just each panel. Each panel is actually about about the width of a, of a phone screen. I saying, like, if you go the guided view, I guess, to read that, which uh, it drives me nuts. But. So if you have a big enough phone, you can just swipe through the whole comic. I mean, the entire thing. Every single panel. And if it's done right, you'll have an each in full. And in some ways, it's kind of like going through the picture thing that when you do it fast enough, it looks like things are moving. What I'm saying is, uh, that's the best way to read it. It, 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 it is I think he has his radio in the background. The best way to read I want to be like I'm on sports radio. And, uh, please uh, turn your radio down. You know, when they start off and the guys have the radio going with the delay in the back. Um, but I think that's the intention. He and he is he is right. I think that at some point I ended up getting, you know, one of the Mr. Miracles and it was on like a guided view thing. Like I said, I hate that. But you would go and it did seem like a flip book at points because the art – and now that's some of the complaints that people had with the nine-panel art where some of the, you know, panels only change slightly. But it does end up being kind of cool. Uh, and you might not have said it, but I really think uh, as far as like the um – Using like the ability of comicsology with their with their um, I forget what they call it. Got but anyways, you. that's the way to go. That's All what right. he says. He that's says it. if you're gonna if you were thinking of uh, reading Miracle Man, Mister Miracle, uh, use the guided view, and he thinks that would be better. Some people had told me last week to use the guided view with Just League Dark, and that I would like it a little more. So yeah, some people really do like that guided view. I'm not one of them. I'm not down with that that much. Uh, but hey, you know, that's for each his own. And we we don't regret what we shouldn't get is what I tell my kids sometimes, right? Is that what you say? We're going to end the rant and raves with a couple shout outs to a, a book that is not coming out anymore. They call him the green kid. R.I.P. this Green Lantern Cow Raider Collection. There you go. You have the classic R.I.P. call-out. And now we have another one because one Luke Hollywood was not I, – I don't think he thought R.I.P. piece was going to be on the ball with this. He was wrong. So he sent in his own R.I.P. piece. And I love, I love Luke trying to mimic the R.I.P. piece. Here we go. They called it the book of the week. Green Lantern Kyle Rayner. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> so good. I love that. Those things like that make me giggle. But yes, there are the rant raves you can hear. Uh, some people are a little upset with things right now. Uh, but we're going to finish this up now and go off to more of the podcast. <laughs> All right, here we are. I'm here with Reggie. Just me, you, me and you, Reggie. Me and uh, you. Eric is bailed. He ditched face us. To face. You know, know, whenever we have any sort of thing where uh, we come back and it's just me and you, that usually means Looney Tunes, (laughs) Hanna Barbera, or a special. This time it's a special. And it is the nuclear special. 
something way out of continuity. It's That's such a weird thing. And and before we even go into it, and you know, we're gonna go through a, very quickly each of the stories because there's a bunch of them. I think what is there like ten, ten or something? Yeah, yeah, ten so, stories, including the uh, you know, Rip Hunter, the wraparound. The yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is, as I was reading this throughout. I, I kept thinking it was a holiday special. So each time <laughs> I'd read, like I'm reading one story and like, okay, yeah, they're kind of have a holiday. Th- then you go to another one. I'm like, what's so holiday esque about Aquaman trying to find, you know, fighting double headed, uh, right. you know, sharks? So it was odd. It, it some of the stories involved holidays. Others didn't. Others went more full out into a post-apocalyptic world, which that seems to be part of it as they well. It seems to happen at least during a nuclear winter, you know, yeah, just like yeah. the title said. I mean, that's I had to so keep reminding weird. myself of that, too. I was so like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah. this is a post-apocalyptic world or something. I'm this telling you, as I'm reading them, I kept forgetting. So I go to the next story. I'm like, the hell does this have to do with anything? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really. So the problem is, and really, if you want to go back. The last time me and you talked about anything like this one especially would be that summer beach blanket bingo special because right. it's not for a holiday, really. It's just for a season. They're throwing it out there. I'll tell you, this is better than that beach blanket nonsense that we yeah. went through in the summer. It's that a little was, more targeted. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a little more po- has a little more <sighs> sort of point to it, although I wouldn't. Wouldn't yeah. go so far as to say that there's a point well, to it. And, and here's the thing: it, this is an expensive book. It, it's one of those nine ninety nine books, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. It uh, is. Yeah. So I can't tell you that it's worth it. I can't say that if you weren't gonna buy this, that you should run out and buy it. That yeah, oh man, go spend your ten dollars. But if you were interested and you had decided, hey, I'm going to buy it, and then you just thought, ah, I'll wait a little, then eh, you might as well go buy it. it it's not horrible. It's just weird. It's it's very honest, weird. I, I saw the package this week, and it's like a little. It's a trade. It's a full on trade yeah, with is. a heavy gloss yep. cover and a, and a you know. I actually I got spot. it for free, Reggie. They well, sent it to me. It well, was funny too. Yeah, yeah. They sent it this one and the Walmart giant holiday special, and oh. I think that also was what screwed me when I went to read it because I kept thinking of these holiday things, but the they actually sent it as like a. Happy holidays to everybody, whatever, you know, whatever you celebrate, enjoy it with our favorite characters, you know, like Batman 666 and stuff. Yeah, stuff. Oh, they, yeah, this is weird. You were like, God, I can't wait to get a, get a like, commandy store. I need commandy, Batman 666, and the nuclear family. That's what, that's what I think. It really is strange. It is strange. It is. So, well, tell us about it. I mean, or do you have a blur? Because there's so many different things in this. For each story, let's go through the uh, creative teams as we go through each story. So we'll just say the cover is by Yannick Panquette and Nathan Fairbairn. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go on. I like the cover. I I actually like the cover. Overall, the art's good. Quality looking book. Yes, it is. There's a couple of dips, but. Uh, you know, that, that, that would not be the problem with it. And to me, a book like this, Jim, is really something that like grandma buys. Is she supposed yeah. to buy this at the store? Cause she knows that little Jimmy likes comic books. Oh, yeah. she, she wouldn't have paid it. that much attention, but she and might well, have. Well, see, that's the problem. You know what I mean? So it really should be priced there. It should. I think. It should yeah. be priced at like five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. And so here's the, the thing though. I are a hundred pages. Yeah. They're 20 pages longer and those are five bucks. They're, yeah, you know? they're five bucks. And those are, 
more geared towards, you know, they have a lot of older stories. Yeah, there's a lot of reprints and things, but, and so that's where you have to wonder by the end, when we get to the end of this, wonder if, like I said, if, if you were already going to buy it, you're already a fan, and I'm talking about the people who are listening to this podcast, you're not going to have the filthy casuals listen to a 10 hour podcast. These are people right. who are really in. So if you are already thinking about it, yeah, go for it. But this is, this would be a weird, like we said about when we talked about the beach blanket bingo one, it would be an odd one for a grandmother like, oh, Johnny likes the, the right. DC. And then he's like, oh, man, thanks, Grandma. I, I watched the cartoons and the movies. Let's see this. A girl and Destro killing a guy. Oh, no. There isn't much of that in this. Thank God, no. because there it, could it be. Like because but, but there's a lot of unfamiliar characters. Yeah, to and unfamiliar uh, locations, locations and timelines. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of stuff thrown out here. But, yeah, you go go with it because there so is the, the wraparound, wraparound deal. story is uh, Rip Hunter, Time Master in the Nuclear Winter Special. Our writer is Mark Russell, artist Mark, Mike Norton. Hi-Fi and Darren Bennett does the letters. Yeah, yeah. And I – people listening to the podcast, I'm not a huge Mark Russell fan. Yeah, I'm not. Like, His wraparound story is fine. Things, yeah, you know? it doesn't get – it gets it gets a little <laughs> political in the way of, hey, look, Google is awful and they went on down. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. It's it's not an unwarranted commentary no. on Google and the fact that they basically run our fucking lives these days. Yeah. You know, they know yeah. everything about us. So, and there's, so a, there's something there, but, but it's basically that he – his time sphere, I guess, gets fucked up, right? Uh, he, yep. he winds up in a post-apocalyptic world with cannibals, and to stop them from eating him, he has to tell them he tells stories. a bunch of holiday or winter-themed stories. And again, or whatever. this is the pretty cool wraparound, mainly because you are, you know, it's an anthology deal, so th- this makes sense. I always like to have the wraparound deal, and yeah. since Rip Hunter could possibly have gone all around in different things, you sure. know, since he is a time master. Though yeah. this seems more like a multiverse master. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, absolutely. so you have that. So it's okay. And I like it as it goes on. You keep going back occasionally to it. And like, you know, these cannibals like, all right, you know, that wasn't good enough. I'm going to eat you now. Wait, wait. Oh, let me tell you about this yeah. story. And it's it's okay. It, it's even, even like one of the, I mean, I thought it was it was a stupid but funny scene where he's like, "Oh, you think I'm just stalling for time, eh?" Well, yeah. that reminds me of a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually like it, and and Mark Russell did a good job with this of wrapping it around and having a couple jokes. It's fine. Now I will start right away because then we get into the stories. He's like, "Hey, let me tell you about this." And I really have a problem the way DC sets these up. This happened before in the summer special. You don't have to get fancy with this. Please put the credits page on the first page. Because when you start off these stories, you go and the one has the credits page for it on the first page. Some have it in the last. They start going in my mind. They start scrambling because I get done one, don't realize it's over. You hit the next one. You see a credits page. And it just yeah, confuses you make, me. You make a good point, but I, I got to say there is a story later, the, the, the uh, Supergirl one, that if that credit was on the first page, that sort of gives away that his would. Yes, reveal. But, but there should be something. There, there can be some signifier to say. Even if it's we just have like, now yeah. a story, you know, yeah, chapter something. one or something. Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes it does kind of jump, and then it's not like I get I through five think, yeah. stories and think it's one, but no. it, it kind of jars you where I want to know, because usually when a story starts, and you have this first one, and it is a Batman 666 story. Now, you'll get the credits in a second, but when I start, 
I kind of want to know who's writing it right away. That's what I'm interested in. When I go in and I'm like, okay, here's a story. And if you say, oh, this is the Tom King story. All right, let's see what's going on. Oh, oh, what's this art? This art's really good. I'd like to have known by the time I get to the end. It's just a little nitpick, but tell us. You don't, like, this... you don't like to be pure when you no, go in? Sure. No, I want to I wanna be jaded and biased. That's you, how you, I run you my life. Been, you haven't been pure since no. you were 10 years no, old. What really are you talking pure. about? So yeah. this is Batman 666 in Warmth, writers Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, art by Giuseppe Camincoli, Cam Smith, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Yes. Yeah. And it's a and here here's the other thing. Where this story, I think, because you don't have that credits, you start out. It's post-apocalyptic world, so you don't know, and it's the first story. So you don't know. It takes you little to realize that it is Damien Batman 666, and maybe they are playing with that a little. But as it's going on, you're like, oh, my father gave me a katana. I'm like, boy, that's weird because it. I thought, why? Why would Thomas Wayne give Bruce Wayne a katana? I mean, it, oh, wait, it's, it's Damien. I get this, it. But if, if this is your first time encountering the character, yeah, then you're probably going to be very confused. But I would think by the end of the by whole the end, thing, you get it. You realize that oh, this is like an alternate or something, something weird. You know, this the, is... but like I said though, the thing that threw me, and I know Batman six six six. I know Damien. I, I you know, I, yeah. I have good fun with. That. But this is a character that only had that one mini, and then yep. he's popped up in a couple of annuals. And, uh, yeah, so, a couple it's not like deals. this is like a regular, a real a, a yeah. DC character. And because really. this is a alt future book with these right. t- yeah, out of timeline stories and things, you don't know what's going on at first. So when you go and Rachel Gould shows up, he looks like a zombie. He's you know he's gone to Lazarus Pit by this point probably ten trillion times, and he starts fighting Batman. And then finally, when he says like, "Oh, grandson." Now I'm like, oh, okay, and it's it's only three pages in, but I think there'd be people who are confused, especially if you don't know who Batman 666 is and Damien, but it's a weird story because it goes, they end up pretty much just having a sword fight with yep. each other, and, and then Raish runs Damien through. He pulls, he, he looks like he's dead. He pulls out the knife or the, the sword, the katana and says, all right, let's sit and eat some food by the fire. And then it ends. You're like, all right, there you go. I guess that this may be something that they do each year. That this yeah, is well, a I mean, family the, the, reunion the, the, for him. The shtick is that, you know, that, that he's like, Rachel Ghoul's like, you know, you're going to have to kill me. And yeah. he's like, Damien would have killed you, but Batman doesn't yeah, kill him, yeah. and he's taken on the mantle. Also, I think the fact that he's wearing a, a, a cloak made of man bat skin yeah, is, yeah. is pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty badass. I wouldn't. I remember that uh, that mini from by Adam Kubert yep. being pretty much a piece of junk, but uh, the character people I don't like know, the I character. I wouldn't mind seeing more. So no, you know, that would be cool. The story didn't kill me, but it it was definitely you know a little too many too too many pages of sword fighting. And and they're sword fighting, and it's funny because the whole concept is the twist by the end of you're going to have to kill me, Damien. You know what, Damien would have, but Batman doesn't. I don't kill. I'm Batman. And then you have this weird two panels and race. Uh, I didn't bring you a gift. Of course you did. Yeah. No. <laughs> they go and sit. I'm like, really? That's a weird wraparound, but it's okay. It's a, the, a lot of these. There's only one that me and you talked a little before we started. There's only really one story that we thought was like garbage. Mo- yeah. Most of these at the worst are, 
just and they're just stories that that are fine. Uh, you know, yeah, they're all right. But yeah, well, eh. the next one's another one. It's, it's uh, weird. Superman, one million in memory. Hearth writer Steve Orlando, pencils by Brad Walker, inks Drew Hennessy, and colors by Nathan Fairbairn. Yeah, and this is a you know Superman, uh, Martian Manhunter type story. That again, if you don't know the one million universe, I think you're going to be very confused. You, yep. You're not going to know, but it's it's quick enough that you don't really care that much because you sort of get the idea. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. You sort of pick up what's going on in a sci-fi sense. He, you know, he, he he visits Martian Manhunter, who sort of like seems to have become the planet of Mars now in the yeah. in the eight eight hundred and fifty third century, and he's like, oh, what's going on? Why are you visiting me? And that's when. Uh, Superman remembers back to basically that, you know, Martian Manhunter was part of his childhood. Yeah. Which and, is weird uh, and, yeah. and came off a little creepy, but that's fine. He's it just was, hanging it with him. It was a little, it was just a little strange. Yeah, he's just hanging uh, with him. And, you know, because of that, he's, he like is able to rescue that memory and give it to yeah. future Martian Manhunter in a memory hearth. There's also some kind of contrived action, but you know, that's because that's what comic books have to have. But, yeah. That was basically it. So that, that's and, and the, the weird, uh, yeah. If, and the the wraparound is is that when he was younger, you know, in the 21st century, Martian Manhunter told Clark about how he had the memory hearth of his son when they were gone. Yeah. And so it's this almost like a you know son looking at a dad looking at a grandfather. It's like almost like a, a multiple tier type true. deal. That's it, true. It, it's sort of like a, a, a zipped file, right? Yeah, it's full yeah. of every, the several and memory. And so hearts. he ends up being able to see the memory of the memory of the memory. Yeah, but he ends up seeing his son, and, and he's all happy. He starts. He is a planet who starts crying. Which is weird. Even, yeah. <laughs> even a planet of Mars has more emotions than me. That, that's what I took away from this. That you know, even a planet Planets can cry. cry. In space planets can hear you cry but yeah it's okay it's steve orlando without a lot of the steve orlando nonsense dialogue this is pretty straightforward and this is where if you're reading and you don't know who's written or drawn it one of the things that i was doing like oh i wonder who this is i don't know except for the tell that since steve orlando is going to be doing a martian manhunter book it seems like that's all he's concerned with now other yeah. than that, it doesn't feel like a like one of those. Oh man, here goes Steve Orlando. It's okay. It's got a and nice it's, little. It's not a Riley Rossmo drawn thing. No, so it, looks, it looks good. Yeah, you know? it looks good. Most of these, and yeah, Brad Walker's good, and the, sure. the, everything. Uh, like we said, there's very different types of art in this, but most pretty good. Uh, but yeah, then we go off to a Flash story. Uh, tell us about That's that. That's the Flash maybe. in Once and Future. Uh, writer was Jeff Loveness. Art by Kristen Duce, Luis, Luis Guerrero, and Tom Napolitano. Yeah, yeah. This is another one. This kind of is just like Flash, who seemed to have sacrificed himself once again. And it's just kind of, you know, in in the Speed Force There's type like a deal. lot of them I, I had to go back because I, I kept, again, I kept forgetting, oh, right. This is a post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah. alternate thing. So apparently, I mean, what, what you get from this, and you get a lot of really awesome images that make you curious about what happened before the big yeah. cataclysm, yep. you know. But uh, Zoom had poisoned the Speed Force, and I guess in order to save it or contain it or something, Flash sacrificed himself yes. to it. And he's like kind of going back overall. That's how we know. All this crazy stuff happened with the Justice League, and there was there was like a legion, legion of Doom run by Vandal Savage, and all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, he's in there, and he's thinking, do, should I keep looking backwards, or should I just keep Man. 
going and, and, and you know, even, he notices people don't need him too after no, he's like, no. yeah, I, i'm telling you this is by the end it reminded me of uh what's it called tom hanks castaway when he yeah. gets back to his life okay, and his oh. wife's remarried and you it's the at- it's the saddest <laughs> thing ever because even at that point i guess i'm saying that's that's iris there uh with with remarried huh and he, seth seems pretty nice i'm like oh barry don't give up he it, just it looks like it. she waited a number of years oh, to yeah. remarry but she, that's all right you she, know he's, he's just like she old i don't Holy need that shit. i don't need that old lady but yeah even uh you know wallace west is now the flash he's stepped up you have everybody's moved on and, and it, it's kind of sad <laughs> Yeah, he says at one point even he's like, yeah, I've been stuck and I thought, but maybe it's a window. I can check in on everyone. He checks in on everyone. It's like, yeah, I guess I got to keep moving forward. And, you know, it, it'd be funny to see. I'd like to see what happened before. And you get the whole idea, obviously. Dan DiDio thought another crisis should happen. You have to have a flash die, so there you have it. I want to see when he comes back out, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm back. And they're like, boy, we, we didn't miss you at all. We, we right. did not miss you. It's but like yeah, then of It's a wonderful life. It's like, you went away, and we didn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah. need you. <laughs> and, and it's funny, because then when you go off back to the wraparound story, the Mark Russell Rip Hunter story, that now Rip's all sad. Yeah. He's thinking back at all the things that he missed. He's crying. And then he ends up getting these guys to kind of remember their childhoods. And and again, now it gets kind of holiday themed. And you even yeah. have the one guy's like, Morgus, remember Christmas. And then the other guy's <laughs> like, Kronk Jewish. Oh, well, Kronk, happy Hanukkah. How are you doing there? there? You uh, and yeah, you got that. And then the other guy who is pretty much might as well just be punk rocker, uh, you know, version 2.0. It's just like, man, I, I was, I was a big wig and I had Christmas bonuses and I like, he was the guy who was a lawyer or something. Yeah. yeah so then they go back to the stories and you go to the Aquaman story. This, and this, this is, is the only one. And you know, I, I, I'm probably might be being a little too. Rough on it, but I did the art is one thing I don't really love the art in this Dexter particular Soy, one. Dexter Soy, which I, I usually Dexter like, Soy, but, it's but too it's just, dark. It's really dark yeah. and like really sharp and weird. Like it doesn't look like his usual no. style. Yeah. And as far as what happens in the story, uh, I have it right here. Two people seek out Aquaman at the North Pole and task him with finding some glowing mud that will save humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a two-headed shark. Yeah, that's basically, little, yeah. that's, yeah, that's that it. And basically, <laughs> the the world has gone through a nuclear apocalypse. Everything's mm-hmm. bad. And this is like the almost like a juxtaposition of the story with Supergirl coming up later. There's like one spot on the Earth that still has like it hasn't been infected. So Aquaman right. goes down, and even he says like, "Boy, this is all I want." Glowing mud. He gets this glowing mud that is going to be the way to regenerate everything. It's it's going to be part of a cure. The worst part of this, it's just not anything. There's not much going on because at the end, it's the only one then that says, not the end. I'm like, really? Where are we continuing this story from DC (laughs) Nuclear Winter Special? But yeah. Nuclear, the nuclear spring is coming yeah, up. Maybe yeah, we'll find really. out. He sits there and he, he puts it in his little, you know, fanny pack thing and he's like, all right, here's the mud. I hope that this is, uh, able to cure everything. At one point, he just starts laughing at the mud. Yeah. And, and what really cue, uh, cues him in, he gets attacked by a two headed shark. And then as he goes down, he sees a fish that isn't two headed. <laughs> like, all right. But yeah, Dexter Soy, <laughs> I love his art. And this is Marguerite Scott. So we yeah. like both, but it just, 
just it there's not enough story going on here and it kind of goes against a lot of the other things like this just doesn't feel it's all real flat yeah Uh, it's really flat maybe there could have been more with like what the water the world of water is like in a post-apocalyptic if we didn't get a whole lot of it or if uh, we had like jim gordon fish person or something like that you know maybe a flash half fish yeah that'd be cool then yeah we go to the next uh, one supergirl in last daughter's Writer Tom Taylor, art by Tom Derenigasman Putri. Yeah. Yeah, and this is basically Supergirl has a daughter, seemed to have saved her and kind of gone through this whole deal. She's walking this nuclear winter with her. It, it seems like basically this little girl ended up losing her family. And, right. and it's kind of the deal where Supergirl lost her family. And you get a lot of these back and forth things because Supergirl then got this girl. But because I, the, the thing about this story, the best thing I thought was is that Tom Taylor thought up the idea okay with the nuclear winter uh, there's no sunlight coming through so supergirl right. has no power she's on earth with no sure. powers there's no sun but she has heard talk of you know head up the the highest mountain peak and when you get there the densali or denali mountain peaks in north america you'll be able to see the sun and yeah. she goes with this girl pretty much you know you think that they might both die they right. get to the top. She gets yeah, I mean, sun. They're, they're, you know, she didn't go up there with hiking gear. There's not a lot of food around. This is this She's is still post-apocalypse. Yeah. So it's and it's you know it's going. post-apocalypse too because Supergirl has short hair and tribal tats. Of course, that's so, well, when yeah, you know shit happens. has gone that's wrong. That's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> and, and she I'm, does I'm, legitimately. The bomb drops. I'm getting a mohawk that that's day. That's right. You know, oh, I'm I am too. Another minute. Yeah. The, the worst is I just shaved my head. I'm gonna have to wait to to grow it back in. The other thing is too that is a kind of a subtle thing with the art is she's old she looks old she does not have her powers nothing is keeping her you know the the young supergirl she's just it, there it also implies and she's older this has, this has happened yeah, yeah years yeah later, but it's, i think it's a combo with that but she goes right. she gets the the sunlight and i thought that this was going to be the end basically she gets the sunlight the little girl's like are we going to jump back down we're going to climb back down no baby we flying when they start flying and i thought you could end there you could end right there that could just be like oh that's cool but it ends by her going to the fortress of solitude classic fortress of solitude too with the big key that i always like she picks up the key opens it up gets cal's old you know rocket ship there that was there and says you know i'm gonna send you the this world's destroyed so i'm gonna send you daughter to another thing i've checked it out the m system whatever it is but then at the last second says you know what i'm going with you i'm not going to send you to a planet by yourself and it's kind of a dig at you know the l's and and kara's parents everything to me, but, i like this a lot because it's something I've, I've talked about before with i think you and i probably yeah. also like that's the that's the big difference between Supergirl and Superman. He came to Earth as a baby. Yeah, she remembers. You know, and his his parents, for all intents and purposes, are Ma and Pac Kent. He met his the, uh, you know, yeah biological yeah, and, yeah. ones or after the fact, but he he is a true case his of biological that ones. He only adopted. knew as a hologram. You know, yeah, you know, but that's all he knew. Whereas Supergirl, she she lived to be a teenager. Yes. You know, she learned she learned to love family and also friends. She had a whole life and had that pulled away. So uh, and the, yep. in the previous. Uh, pre-crisis then yeah, was yeah. made to live in an orphanage for uh, 10 years with a wig on her head but that's yes. <laughs> that's kind of been wiped away now but uh that's i really like that aspect of it and that she was sensitive to that and the thing is we said this before the thing this is clearly the moment this this is yeah. the story is you know the basic story is supergirl adopts powers, girl and then the, yeah. in 
you know, jettisoning her from the earth, she decides she's going to go with her instead. Yep. So, so the story of climbing the mountain is padding, but it's, but it's not good. horrible. No, it's, it's not it's, horrible. It's, it's, it's still okay. compelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I it, like it. I like the end. Two endings to the story for that reason. You know? Yeah. What I, mean? I, it, I like the ending, and I like where she even says. Boy, this, this is my capsule. Part of the whole yeah, thing, she's so. like, this capsule isn't built for two. This isn't safe, but she does it anyway, just right. because she does remember. As the little girl's like, no, I don't want to go without you. I don't want to go without you. She goes, I know you're scared. I remember, and then just remembers her being shoved into that capsule, and her yeah. dad saying, I have to go, Kara. I'm sorry, and she's like, no, don't leave me alone. Get shot out, at, you know, as shit goes down. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's sad. So yep. she doesn't want that to happen and basically says, you know what? It's dangerous us getting in this, but I don't want you. If we're going to die, we're going to die together. If we're going to get to another planet, we're going to get to another planet together. So you, you have that though. She does have her powers now. She probably could have flown outside the capsule, uh, well, with the girl, but we're, we're not going there. But that's fine. You know, and I, you know, it's Tom Taylor. I like Tom Taylor. I think sure. that everything he does, and I really like the art here. Though I thought the art got better as it went on. At the beginning, it was a little dark. Again, it was dark because of what the story was. But once I got into it and all, I was like, oh, that's it pretty cool. It brightened up a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we move on to a firestorm. Where, where's Eric? His firestorm. He, he loves that firestorm, don't he? Come on, bring him yeah, in here. He does. Uh, go with this. Firestorm in Last Christmas. Christmas. Writer Paul Dini. Art by Jerry Orr. Broadway and Dave McCaig. So this one is, uh, if you're if you're a Firestorm fan, you know about the nuclear family. This is their last hurrah. It's it's the post-apocalyptic wasteland. No one's alive, but pretty much Firestorm and them, these android families. They're they're an android family that runs on nuclear energy. Hence the nuclear energy, you know, nuclear family. It's kind of a play on that, which is, you know, it's one of those comic book cleverness. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And and so they're going to run out of energy, but they end up wanting to run out together. Biff is having problems. Biff only yeah. says hi. I'm Biff. You know things are going bad. The mom, it's funny, it's, she's like getting all like uh, she's glitzing out. You know? Yeah, and yeah. it's funny too because I'm reading this. I'm like, boy, I don't know much. I, I'm not a huge Firestorm fan, but I, I do like this crazy Jerry Ordway art. That it's very classic looking, yep. and I just love the idea of anywhere that Firestorm goes, he leaves a trail of about 17 feet of flame. <laughs> he is melding things. It looks like as he goes also his whole body's on fire i like that but reading this i thought to myself did anybody ever bring up that possibly tom king's vision is very similar to this nuclear family and maybe you know got a little of the concept from it because it's very odd with with vision being a synthesoid and and forming a nuclear family around him and things i mean very odd. if if you want to go back to the you know the 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 origin i just want to bash we could be talking about the Twilight Zone. I know. We could be talking about Oh, yeah. Well, this, this, that's the thing. This one and some of the others, actually, but this one especially, this one could be a Twilight Zone, you know, sure. episode. It certainly could be. The, the whole idea would be if I think it was a Twilight Zone. The reveal of them being the nuclear family androids might not have come so quick. You would have went till near the end when you would have found out, like, why is this Biff keep repeating himself? And the mom's going, and then at the end kind of reveal that as they decide to die together. But, yeah, they, they end up a uh, Christmas uh, dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. You you even have a deal where uh, uh, Firestorm gets to change grape juice into wine. 
mm-hmm. you know, because he does do that sort of crazy thing. He transmutates sure, things, yeah. and it, it it's kind of a funny take on possibly, you know, a religious thing even. And he mm-hmm. ends up, and they're having the Last Supper. And then there they you crucify go. him. They're and having the Last Supper. That, that's the thing. They didn't him, yeah. get to crucify him because they died. Hey, if yeah. they would have, then then there <laughs> there would have been problems. They wanted to crucify but him. I, but I, I I do. I'm telling you. I again. I am not a huge Firestorm fan, only because I just there hasn't been a lot of Firestorm, and I haven't gone back to read a lot. I love the visuals. I I love the the head just in space from the professor. Mm-hmm. I I really that always I get a kick out of that, and you get that yeah. in this. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, and then and, you, you know, I really yeah. have no complaints about it, but I also it's could, one of I those say stories. Yeah. Not so Again, yeah. it was one of those stories that you're like, okay. I, like I love that Ordway art is nice. Yeah, then you go off and you go back to the wraparound deal where you see the Google thing, and then you get the line that I was making fun of Eric in this, where the one guy's like, I miss my mom making me baloney sandwiches. Now all I have are sandwiches. I'm like, huh, that's a crazy deal. But yeah, no, wait, what's that? Whoa, whoa, let me tell you about this story. Because now, as you go on, like you said, at points, these cannibals, they get mad, and he's got to mm-hmm. calm them down to tell them stuff. Or they get hungry, they go, and everything kind of leads into the next deal. The next deal's commandy. And it just doesn't. This is another me. one to me. That to me, this, so this is what weird. I would say. Here's here's a Kamandi story. It's, yeah, uh, it's Kamandi in Northern Lights, writer and uh, writer and pencils by Phil Hester, inks and colors Andy Parks and Trish Mulvihill. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a bad story. It's, it's not you know, bad. It's just like, eh, whatever. I, I just got with the bear people, you know, that's, and it's written and drawn by Phil Hester, which I like Phil Hester's mm-hmm. art. And I always have, it's just when he starts writing things like the, I, I believe he started on, uh, possibly that Superwoman. I, I can't even remember, but that I, him? Oh, I don't God. think it may that not have been him, but I'm telling you, this is just a, oh, it's it a was, generic uh, commandy thing. That That's it, all it, this is to me, right? You, you, you have yeah. commandy, you go and there you go. You're done. I, I really don't have much to say. Oh, no, basically, you know, it's at this, it's at this, he's hanging out this bear tribe and one of the cubs is prophesied to save, you know, to destroy the king of the alternate tribe. And, uh, Kamandi's part of this prophecy. Like, then the question is, is he the cub they're talking about? Because he's a young man or whatever kind yeah. of cub in nature. Later on, uh, that exactly does happen. Kamandi, like, like, is fighting the, uh, head of the other tribe on the edge of a cliff. It falls apart. And then the bear saves Kamandi. So the prophecy is all around. And then there's, like, the fact that that bear tribe, they're, like, descended from Jews. Yeah. And they celebrate yeah. Hanukkah. And I just don't, it, it, that literally is just shoved in there. It, it's not. It, it doesn't add yeah. or take away from anything. It, it, it's like as if that was like a piece of information you yeah. gave it it's yourself. It's just you know? there, and like at the last second. They're like, "Hey, we got to kind of tie these in a little to the you know? deal." And... Yeah, I think. I think what it is is yeah to make to tie it into this uh, special more, but. Uh, yep. That really was it, and it's like it's one of these things. I'll be honest. If this was an issue of commodity, I'd be like, yeah. That yeah. was all right, you know. It's uh, visually fine, but it it really was and, sort of. And I was it was Phil Jimenez that I was thinking that's about. Let's see, yeah, yeah. For so some fun. reason, the Phil got Not me. Phil Hester, yeah. yeah. Phil Hester's much cleaner style. Yeah. Frankly, I, I like it. It's a little on a cartoonish side, but it has a Hellboy look about it too. Don't you think? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's okay, but yeah, like you said, it's it's just a 
It's just a commodity story, which we kind of go, because now we're almost at the end here. We have a couple more. Almost done, folks. We got Catwoman and Nine Lives, writer Cecil Castellucci, art by Amanke Nahuelpan and Brian Butzalato. So this yes. is an ultimate future. My, my, my mic got muted for some reason. I'm, uh, I'm uh, yelling uh, at you. I, I love the way you said that name. I'm like, ooh, what? Like, why, why am I not coming this? through? Here? That's fine. I don't want to hear. You know, I don't want to hear that kind of language around yes. here. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is again post-apocalyptic nuclear winter. Remember everybody and uh, Catwoman, who's uh, much older, although doesn't seem as much older as Supergirl seems in her story. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's taking care of. Uh, Holly's daughter, who I, what the hell's her name? Where is it? I, I can't find it. Yeah, Rose? I, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So Something she's taking like, care yeah. of this, this girl for her. And part of that is she goes and they steal some rations that I love this that it's literally in a box marked first aid rations. Like that, that's not really how usually rations are given out, but uh, yeah. they steal, they steal these. And on the way back to their base or apartment, uh, Holly's daughter feels badly for some people that are really asked out clamoring for their own rations so she starts to share them and catwoman is says no you got to be a yeah, hard ass yeah gotta, we got to preserve what what's ours it's a tough world i gotta protect you i'm a bitch uh be you gotta, you gotta like be a, a she's like teenagers yeah you gotta be a fucking <laughs> she gets really mad too she, she does well, how, you, you gotta know what that's like you know yeah, what i mean how many yeah really movies? I the rations away from your kids. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, damn right. I'm telling well, you, they're, they're out the door the minute the apocalypse hits. I know. The they eat the- too much. <laughs> they're out. I'm not, that's the funny you're thing like, is this is sharing with the strangers. I'm not even sharing with family. Out. You know, I hope they're not too used yeah. to those five gallons of milk a week when the apocalypse yeah, comes. Screw that. Not yeah, that's anymore. not, that's not happening. Uh, Anyway, uh, Catwoman has a change of heart. She goes out, she steals a super amount of rations and gives dispenses them to the neighborhood. And boy, are they happy. The world is great. Although I got to think, Jim, what about the other people that were supposed to get yeah, those rations? They, they, they don't care about them. And uh, the only uh, thing that I kind of thought was kind of neat about this is the idea in the background of that Catwoman had always stolen, and even at the point you see yes. when she goes, there's tons of of just you know jewels and things. They don't mean shit. They, they don't mean yeah. anything. The only it's thing like that matters. And, yeah, and these you know, like for who people can't enjoy these things dead, you ass. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's just standard deal. Again, a lot of these stories like this one just felt like, well, we have a Catwoman book going on, and everybody like Catwoman and the Batman, so you got to come up with the Catwoman story, and yeah. it's just like, there it is. And it's then we, okay. Yeah. I mean, even with the whole rations is stupid. And to be honest, I, I just want to say, this one, I thought the art was a little rough. I'd be hard-pressed to say it's bad, yeah, but it, no, it's it, not it, it bad. isn't really that great, and that's, yeah. that's just the fact. Uh, the and then we got one. Green Arrow, the final story, The Birds of Christmas Past, Present, and Future. Writer Dave Wilgos, Wilguts, yeah. Yeah. art Art by Scott Collins and John Kalitz. And uh, this is, again, the future where it looks like a lot of the old Justice League are dead or gone, and Green Arrow is the only one left standing uh, and hanging out with the new yeah. class. Yeah. So this yeah. is like Saved by the Bell, the new class. It I think, is like right? that, yeah. Yeah, really. He, like he's not land. an ex-football player, though. There's now uh, the, uh, the, the dorm so R.A. He's that not was, that. Oh, no, that was the college years. Yes, think. that was the college was years, Dick, actually. No, that wasn't Dick Butkus. Who's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, I can't remember now. I was going to say it, and he's just a side guy. But, yeah, that was the college years, not the new class. Yeah. I don't like the new class. They they can uh, call me when they got some classes. What oh, I say to that, take that. 
take that new class. But yeah, again, you can tell that by the end of this, I'm getting fatigued by this book. Yeah. It's just as they went on, like these last two stories, I was like, eh, I just want to get done. It's what it is. And yeah, you get an older uh, Green Arrow who, you know, Oliver does not look like he's aged well. It's kind of the scratchy yeah. type art, but boy, he looks old. Uh, yeah. You know, Diana looks, or Dinah looks good. Uh, she still she looks, looks like she's okay. Yeah, like, uh, he's, I think he's, yeah, he, he looks, lives a He's been in the shit. Does. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I think that those years on the island have taken their toll now. He's having problems. But yeah, it ends then with Rip Hunter. And, you know, he's going to skedaddle away and throws a bologna sandwich <laughs> at the one guy. And that's it. There Ta-da! Yeah, yeah, and so it's okay. Uh, this wasn't awful. We've had some of these where me and you lose our minds and yeah. scream and yell and say that they're bullcrap. This isn't bullcrap. It's just there's never really a real reason for these except you know that it's to, to make money. That, that's sure. what the real reason always will be. And uh, so. I, I think if they would packaged it more like they packaged the Walmart books, though, made it more of a magazine and lowered the price. Yeah. They they stand. What do I know about how many they actually shifted to comic yeah. stores? But yeah. I would think I would think you stand a chance of shifting on many more and possibly some at a newsstand at like a cheaper price. Five bucks, I think, is where it should be. Yeah, I, I would you know? go with that. And then we could say. Hey, you know, have some fun. Get this. Have have your for five time bucks, with it. Five bucks, it could be a lot of fun, yeah. But yeah. Um, for ten bucks, it's it's a little stupid. Yeah. So, but that's what I. What did say. you give it? Uh, overall, you know, I, I did a uh, average of all my scores individually. It ended up with a, and this pretty much does tell you how I feel about the whole thing. A four point eight out of ten. It's yeah. a me- it's a mediocre kind of middle of the road product. It won't really offend you. It won't make you angry, but it's definitely not going to get you super jazzed for anything. And uh, there it is. There it lie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just give it and this is no FU five. I just give it a five. It's right yeah. down the middle. It's nothing crazy. It's not that, you know, I did like the Tom Taylor story, but it's four pages of, of a $10 book. So, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to recommend it. But if your heart's set on it, I'll tell you to get it if you want to. And that's about all I can do. There you yeah. go. Get it yeah. if you want to. Get it if you want to. But, yeah, that is yep. the end of these. So really, I'm so. sure we'll be around for the uh, Easter special. What else mm-hmm. can we have? I, I don't think they do that. That would more be the spring special. We got the we got the Arbor Day. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they try to stay away from calling anything like a Christmas or an Easter or whatever. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we'll probably have a spring fling. Then we'll there have the go. summer extravaganza again. Summer uh, bummer. You know yeah, what I mean? summer bummer. The, the new class we'll have again. There you go. But, yeah, but that will be it. But we're going to go off to some more books. Sup, Weird Science. This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I am here today to uh, give you a review for Batman Beyond number 26. The Final Joke Part 2, written by Dan Jurgens, pencils by Brett Booth, ink by Norm Ratmond. Uh, colorist Andrew Dollhouse, and letterer Travis Lanham. Um, and like usual, I talk about the covers. I absolutely adore the variant. It, it's it's fantastic, and I love it. And the normal cover, not half bad either. Um, and the normal cover for this issue, uh, definitely what is now, um, I, I would say my money would be on this one with the, with the Joker, you know, big Joker, Kind of in the, you know, towering over holding a, a, you know, Joker playing card over Batman it, it, for this to be the cover of the uh, the trade. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> this issue begins 
right where we left off. Kind of. I'd say right where we left off, which was with uh, the Joker, you know, sitting at uh, Barbara Gordon or Commissioner Gordon's desk, uh, holding a revolver to her. And we see that he shot, he shoots it and she dodges out of the way. Several, and it's it's like barely dodging, but uh, (laughs) um, while I wasn't the biggest fan of the art last issue, it definitely showed Barbara Gordon as older in her 50s or 60s where she should be age-wise. Here, I, I would be shocked if um, she was in her 30s, with how may, maybe 30 at the oldest, with how young she looks here. And uh, she she's able to kind of uh, skip out of the way. Like, if you took Barbara Gordon from this first page, and you took out all the background, and the gun being fired and everything, and you just put her in a field of flowers... It would look like she's prancing around the field of flowers. Um, and she, she has her back kind of arched as she has barely dodged a bullet, literally. Um, and it's going kind of like if you cave, like, you know, you bend back. It's like that kind of little concave area that would be, you know, the, the top of the arc. Yeah, it's going like right behind her back. And, and the Joker, <laughs> the Joker makes a comment. That uh, she's actually gotten faster in her old age, which which I wonder if it was a last second addition because of how young she looks um from there we have barbara coming to terms with uh the fact that the joker's alive which which might seem weird because if you've been reading this for a while you would you you would swear to yourself that wait didn't they already know the joker was alive and would bruce not have told them um and well bruce at least in this continuity certainly has been stupid enough to not tell people super important information like that um it still would feel odd so from there we 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 see her kind of you know dodging out of the way throwing a file like the the drawer from a filing cabinet at uh somebody who isn't the joker um because there's this one panel here where uh it's clearly supposed to be the joker um, it's even talking like the Joker, but there's just a, a picture, like there's just his face and it, it looks nothing like the Joker. Um, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know how this got past anything. Um, and it, it just baffles me that, th- that this got through. It's just, it's just a gray face. It's, it's not even the Joker. Uh, and then we get to the next panel where it's, it's the Joker again. And he's, he's reaching for the gun that's been knocked out of that other guy's hand. Uh, the other guy being him, because there's a huge art mistake where they just didn't draw Joker's face and they drew somebody else's face for the Joker. Um, and, and then Barbara's able to uh, stab his hand with kind of like a little desk American flag. And she uh, she delivers a powerful kick to him um, that, that knocks him out of the window, just like straight up just kick, hit, kicks him straight through the, the window, uh, the outside window. And she's like, uh, no, what what did I do? And Joker, and this part I'll, I'll legitimately say I liked. He's waiting on, you know, just uh, there. <laughs> He's waiting on basically a taxi that he prepped there. And he basically mocks her. It's like, it's almost like somebody planned this. Um, and, and then he takes his bow and he leaves. Before Gordon can uh, draw her gun and, and get a good shot off at him. He's, he's already too far away. Um, and, and then Barbara kind of just takes a second to take it in. Oh, God, the Joker's alive. And then we get back to the whole stuff going at that at that uh, w- the building that um, Bruce Wayne was um, 
you know, dedicating that got destroyed because a uh, basically the Joker sent a tram, uh, or the, the yeah the the bullet train off the off the track and into the building. Um, but but here's the strange thing, because so it starts by saying two minutes twelve seconds ago. Okay, so we've we're basically going back in time. Okay, it, it reads a little weird because just before last issue, just before we dealt with all the uh, the the barber stuff. Um, at that end of the issue, we actually saw Batman and Robin jumping into action and saving um, what looked like uh, – no, not even what looked like. We see that uh, the elevator that Bruce Wayne, um, Dick Grayson, his daughter – or Dick Grayson's daughter and uh, Mayor Luke Fox in uh, get get not basically knocked off the building and it's falling. And we see them save three people and none of them are Luke, Mayor Luke Fox. So now we're back with them on the elevator, except there's just two other people here now. Um, and, and they're, they're freaking out like, oh, God, th- this is bad. Bruce basically says for uh, Grayson to save, um, you know, his daughter, Alina. Uh, and then Dick basically is like, what about everybody else? And, and it's at this point that uh, Batman and Robin come in to save the day. Okay. Uh, except instead of just getting three people out, like we saw very clearly in like two pages last issue, um, though I do admit it's a pretty good two-page spread where we actually see them, but they, they've used grapple guns, question mark, not typically beyond gear, but whatever, um, to, to grab on to the, um, elevator that's been knocked off and to, uh, to, uh, save everybody, um, and Matt just complains the whole way that, oh, no, I can't I can't hold on. It's it's pulling my arms off, which, to be fair, the suits make him stronger. And this is probably still not easy. Whatever. It was it was annoyingly whiny for his character, a character who, for the most part, hasn't really been a whiner. It's just whining just because we needed Robin wines. Um, so, so they set him down uh, and the people inside get away. <laughs> Uh, we get kind of like a little bit of a recap of what happened, which is, which is okay. Just, you know, Dick Grayson's, you know, it's like, wow, like just what, wh- why was it a runaway thing? Like did, and they're like, did the engineer pass out? And then Bruce is like, no, this had to be, this had to be targeted. Um, and, and he was like, do Dick asked him, do, do you have any idea who did it? Um, uh, but before that can go any farther, um, Batman and Robin take off because they, they're going to go save more people. And then we get such a, a strange reaction from Dick Grayson. A very strange reaction. So here he says, he turns to Bruce and says, uh, I can't believe you gave that kid a Robin suit. Uh, you want to risk him being another Jason Todd? Because apparently, unless you're Dick Grayson, the only fate that can happen to you as a Robin, like the, the only thing you can ever be associated with, is becoming another Jason Todd and getting killed. Um, he's, he's basically, do you want to be another Jason or get a bullet uh, to the brain? Um, now, this this is very interesting because last issue, last issue, um, Dick Grayson actually confronted Bruce, you know, about this, saying, you know, th- there have been, and this is a straight quote from quote from the last issue. There have been rumors of a new Robin. Are you going, when are you going to give that up? At this point, Bruce responds, Matt's good, talented, he'll be fine. And that, that's the end of it. 
like that 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 is the end of their discussion like he's like oh like are you really gonna give that and he's like don't worry about it the kid's good and for the rest of the issue dick has no problem with this even even when he's questioning about it it's kind of more like a like a you know maybe a slightly concerned comment but but nothing pointing at accusing being angry with but now he is just between two issues his, his entire opinion has changed uh, but Bruce counters this, basically saying, oh, well, you, first of all, you were Nightwing at the time, so shut up. And second of all, his suit that he has right now, better than any, like, more protection th- than anything else. Like, you know, than than Jason had. Don't worry about it. At this point, Jack Ryder very happily and gleefully comes running up to interview them about, you know, how he feels about his building being destroyed by a, a terrorist attack. Uh, he responds, no comment. Um, but, uh, you know, Mayor Richard Grayson of, of Bloodhaven... Uh, has a comment that, you know, whoever did this is, uh, you know, work of a remar- remarkably uh, deranged, twisted criminal. And, and, and you know, it's something that somebody that Gotham should fear. And, and then, uh, you know, Jack Ryan, who he has some floating like camera things with him. Basically, he's like, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, was it uh, a word of dire warning from a, a prominent former resident? Uh, and to keep the news coming, we can now verify beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm pretty sure the beyond was the slight pun there. A uh, shadow of the doubt that Batman uh, has taken on a sidekick. Two issues ago, last arc, Jack Ryan hate. Well, I'm not sure if he actually hated Terry. Like, t- to be fair, I-, I think he was more indifferent to Terry. Maybe even slightly disappointed that he was being Batman. But But he didn't hate Terry. But he hated Bruce Wayne. He absolutely despised Bruce Wayne. It, this just feels so strange. It's not like... It's not like the, the, the Jack Ryan stuff had been like, you know, a year or two ago. Um, it, not that I would give it a pass then for, for retconning his attitude or, or changing things like that. But, but at least it wouldn't feel as jarring as two issues ago, and, and I said this last issue, where at that time it was one issue ago, Jack Ryan hated Batman, hated Bruce Wayne. Now, he's all fun and jovial, despite the fact that probably, you know, thousands have died at least. Uh, but but the picture that we see is uh, Batman and Robin saving people. Uh, Joker hears about this at a, uh, on a TV uh, that happens to be in his vehicle. And, and while at the beginning of the issue, he, he kind of looked a little, a little... He actually, you know, looked decently his age. Like, or much older. Uh, he is suddenly de-aged since he is sped away on that taxi from... Um, uh, the Gotham, you know, Neo Gotham City uh, Police Department, um, and he's so happy that there's a Robin. Like seriously, I can't. I, he looks like he's in his twenties now. It, it's very strange. He went from like you know, sixties to to twenty in a couple pages. Um, but yeah. So and he's like, oh, perfect. Now, now I have a goal to shoot for him, which which feels weird because it felt like he had a goal. I felt like when he was talking at the end of the last issue that he had a goal. Um, you know, that, that his goal was to, to get rid of all these posers, the Jokers, uh, the Jokers gang, um, and, and, you know, to kind of make a comeback. And he's like, now I have a – and he very clearly sees a good picture of them on, on the screen. He's like, well, you know, finally, you know, something worth working for. Okay. Uh, I thought getting rid of all the posers and making a comeback was that, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, he, his character – I mean, Joker is crazy. So, so I don't expect logic to work, but it just feels weird, um, even for his character. Um, and, and he's basically, you know, a shiny red and green target, which, okay, red and green typically colors associate with Robin. 
I, I can let this one go because it could be referencing that, but it still feels weird because this this Robin doesn't have any green in his costume at all. Like he, his colors are red, black, and yellow. So it just it just feels weird. Um, so then we jump back to uh, you know because because the building the Wayne building was built uh, basically in in old Gotham. What it looked like and sounded like last issue was uh well we know for a fact it was built over you know Crime Alley where his parents were killed. That that's what Bruce says. He he specifies that, but it's built up and around. So now they kind of go down to the the rest like the under parts of the city um, as they're flying through to see if anybody you know on street level got hurt. Um, at which point you know some just some random arm some guy but it's just some arm just criticizes them for you know only coming to help when you know buildings fall out of the sky and, and terry starts beating himself up like oh no he's right we should we should be helping people more blah blah, blah. um and, and then they find just a part of the building that's kind of looks like a natural cave that kind of formed with you know from stuff falling um at which point uh terry you know he he, he uses the infrared uh vi- you know he, he switches his uh cow over to infrared um which which matt reacts to as as he didn't know about it, and he's like oh this is you know this 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 is super shway this is this is awesome that we have this and telos you know telescopic you know sites too and, and and all and i get that it's a way to convey oh here's stuff that we haven't seen before or like him being a novice but with the amount of the big of a deal that they've made about him being so inexperienced and that he needs to be like well-trained before he could go on the field. It boggles my mind that they didn't go over what the suit could do. Oh, you, you didn't tell the kid what the suit could do overall. And you let him out in the field why i i get initially maybe because it was an emergency but but even the next day because this is not implied to be like the next day after the after the last story arc um i'm not saying it was a long time but i'm saying it's like it was not it was absolutely not the next the following day tell him how his suit works give him a tutorial i don't know just show him what the suit can do okay so they go into the kind of the natural cave and they find some people in there and uh, they see some stuff about to fall and, and Terry goes, uh, Batman goes and he starts holding it up. Um, and as a reminder for people who don't know, the, this, the Beyond suit, it does enhance your strength. It, it has, you know, tiny motors, whatever, like basically it, it roughly, I, th- I want to say it, assuming this is anything like the animated series, about 10 times like the, the user's, you know. Normal strength is what it what it can enhance, roughly something to that effect. Um, so he's holding this up while Matt is trying is is getting people out, or he's having Matt get people out. And Matt spends a little bit, not too much because it's only like two panels, but it feels like too much time just want, like being like, oh, can you do it? And he's just like, yes, get people out. So Matt starts getting people out. Um, and we have a lot of kind of them talking with the people. You know, like them asking, how long can you do that? You know, we're going to be safe. Oh, my God. Like, and then once they get outside, the the people are like, kid, don't go back in. That, that's insane. But he's like, no, I have to go back in. And when he gets back in, he he sees that Terry's, it's kind of been a losing battle. As, as Terry's now kind of, uh, he, he's kneeling. Where before he's standing, he's now kneeling, holding the holding the stuff up. And he's like, and Matt wastes time by talking. And Terry calls him on this. He's basically like, yes, but you better hurry. 
Um, and, and when Matt starts, you know, being like, but Terry just, just he's like, go do what I said and hurry. So he takes another two people out and, and then it collapses. It collapses. Um, Matt starts freaking out, but, uh, we see, you know, busting out of it is, uh, Batman with, uh, the last two people. Um, <laughs> and at this point, um, Robin starts being like, you, you couldn't have done, you couldn't have saved them all by yourself. That's why you need me around. Just almost unprompted, actually completely unprompted. It, it comes off very weird because he's like, because basically Matt starts freaking out when he sees it's collapsing. Uh, Terry comes out and he's like, that's okay, bro. M- maybe, maybe use code names, but I get that you're new with a partner. Um, everything's good. And then Matt makes his comment about you couldn't have saved them all by yourself. That's why you need me around. And annoyed, Terry comments, this time. Uh, but yeah, no, it just it felt very forced with Matt right there. And, and then we see a squad car pulling up. Um, at which point, you know, Commissioner Gordon comes out and they're like, Commissioner Gordon, what are, what are you doing? Like, Commissioner Gordon? And, and she's like, we, we need to talk to Bruce now. And Batman's like, uh, there's more victims. And she's like, no, this is f- this is more important. So then we meet up with everybody with, so, uh, we have, um, Barbara Gordon, who, who, instead of looking like she's at the oldest in her thirties, now she looks like at oldest, she's 40. Um, she, she basically, we start with just bit I'm saying basically like he was in my office alive, Bruce. I saw him and, and Bruce. Cause, uh, there we have, um, Barbara, uh, Dick Grayson, his daughter, uh, and his daughter, um, Bruce, uh, Robin and Batman. Uh, so Bruce is like, who was it? And Barbara is like it, it, the Joker, you know, not 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 one of the imitators, not not one of the people in the gang, one hundred percent the real dude Joker. And, and she's and she kind of rightly concludes uh, or guesses that you know he's probably the one who's been killing the Jokers. And and but but at the same time, the the notes we found at the the murder scenes didn't make sense until now. And. <sighs> Now we come to the book, part of the book that made my blood boil with just rage. (sighs) Okay. Bruce says, the Joker, alive. That was his voice. I I heard all those months ago. So I guess we have a timeline now. Um, Months ago. Okay. And then it gives us a, a little, you know, editor's note, you know, back in Batman Beyond number five. So, we're going to go back to Batman Beyond number five, if you'll indulge me for a second. So, in Batman Beyond number five, (laughs) the Joker, (laughs) so the Joker dressed up as a a janitor, like will be commented on the next page, Uh, push, you know, took him out on a kind of his, um, I guess it would be his chair or his uh, bed. It was like a floating bed thing. Um, and, and he starts, you know, talking to him. He's like, uh, if this anti-grav drive uh, should conk out at the wrong time. And Bruce started to wake up at this point. He's like, your voice is like, or oh, God forbid it. And then Joker responds, oh, God forbid it shut off. And at this point, Bruce realizes it's him. You can't be alive. Um, and it's And it's not that simple. So, after Terry, once again, this is in Batman Beyond number five, saves saves Bruce. Um, 
Terry wants to get him to a hospital. Bruce Bruce says, forget about me. You have to go find terminal terminal. Um, Terry responds that, you know, it can wait. It, it's not important. Um, and would you relax for once in your life? Um, Bruce tries to, you know, be like, no, 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 you need to listen. And Terry responds, you know, it's, it's a great day that you're back. And Bruce, the, the Joker is still dead. Bruce's response is about that. The next page, we, we see that obviously, yes, the Joker's alive. Now, we're going to jump ahead one issue to Batman Beyond number six. Um, <laughs> to uh, a line from when Bruce is talking to Max in the Batcave. Matt's, uh, you know, he's he's looking at some files. And he's like, it, Bruce says to Max, it was in a fog just coming out. I was in a fog just coming out of the drug coma, but I heard his voice, his laughter. Got a good look at him, too. It was the Joker. And he is absolutely confident that it was the Joker. Now, let's return to our story already in progress. So he's confident it was him. So, so we'll go back. Alive. That was his voice I heard all those months ago. It was him. He's responsible for this. He took down my building. Killed more than I can. My God. It happened when Terminal kidnapped me. He had a janitor working for him who seemed a bit player. And I'm not not making that up. The line is, who seemed a bit player. And, and, and at this point, it's in a narration where we see Joker going into like a, an old abandoned apartment. Uh, and, you know, like swinging keys around on his finger, all happy, now looking like he's a teenager. Um, back to the narration is, uh, he's like stuck, uh, in the shadows, rarely said a word, Wh which that part is so far true that the, one of the things that Dan Jurgens did really well in that arc was setting up this janitor. He put him in the background pretty early on. And I, and if I remember correctly, most people didn't notice him. I know we like Jim, Eric, and myself did, and we're like, there's something up with that guy, and it was a great payoff. Um, but yeah, so he's like, you know, but when I find, but then I finally heard clearly, I realized it was the one single voice I'd never forget, just like I'll never ever forget what he did to Jason. <sighs> mm. Oh, this brings up so many problems. Problem one is he has already told. More than one person. He, he's told Max. He it's it heavily implied he told Terry. Um, in fact, it's it's basically confirmed he's he told Terry. Um, I have to imagine Max would have known since she she was in the Bat Cave all the time at that point. Um, and I would be shocked if nobody, though though it never happened on page, I would be shocked if nobody bothered to tell Barbara Gordon. Oh God, that pisses me off so much. Oh, it pisses me off. Because for the long-time reader, the people who have been here waiting for this Joker story, that's a, that's a little bit of setup that you put right there that you've thrown out the window. How, how, do, I, how do I put this right? So you, you've, you've had setup for something. You, you've set something up. But... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm losing my composure because of how much this just absolutely infuriates me. <sighs> okay. It really... Doing this kind of stuff, just anybody. Setting something up and setting up key events, key parts of it that, that you make a f even like a, a bigger plot point in a story. Like, we have, we have a 
scene where basically all Bruce is doing is being like, no, Terry, shut up. I, yes, I'm back. It's great. Shut up. The Joker. We have another part where we spend an entire, you know, couple pages of him telling Max it was, or yeah, Matt, sorry, not Max, Matt, that, yep, nope, it was the Joker and this is a big deal. And now we act like it never happened. That's not payoff for the longtime reader. And on top of that, so it seemed like last issue, the whole brother I wore thing never happened. And I'm not saying I'm okay with that. But it seems like you're starting a new status quo. Okay, I will run with that for the purposes of this argument. Acknowledging the whole terminal thing makes that impossible. The entire scope of the terminal, the, the terminal story was that during the invasion, terminal, you know, like a couple days after the invasion, or no, as the invasion was starting, Bruce w- was in, um, he, he was in like a Wayne facility as they were getting the veil ready and, and it was hit and it was destroyed. And with that being destroyed, we also know that for instance, Ace, the, the dog who was a big beyond character was killed because we saw him there with Bruce at one point. Um, and, and then, and then he was just gone. Like, and he never, he never recovered. Um, yes. Uh, and, and then, uh, what was it? Let's see. Uh, I have flipped to the page. Yes. Uh, at a tree, basically after the veil had gone up and, and the city was safe for the moment, um, a triage tent, you know, they were littering the city, um, and not, they didn't have time for names. Um, terminal happened. Uh, I believe he was out of his disguise at this point. Like he, he wasn't in his persona terminal. He he was at one of them, you know, get, getting, you know, help for his, his minimal wounds. But we even see him like, you know, getting, you know, air from a, you know, just like a, an air tank. Basically he, he was, he wasn't in terrible shape, but he was in bad shape. And, and they brought somebody in who, who they didn't ID, but he recognized that it was Bruce Wayne. So he ended up sneaking him out and he ended up basically, dressing him up as the Joker and using his, uh, you know, ID to get, uh, his identity to get money, um, and dress him up as the Joker. And that, that's how the whole thing, you know, came about. It's the central part of that story. You can't really have that story without brother. Eye, without the brother. Eye invasion. Yes. They make a, there's the line of, Oh, terminal kidnapped him. I find it very hard to believe that just terminal and some jokers, especially with Terry around, were able to kidnap him. Just and if so, then this Batman is the most pathetic version of Batman, Bruce Wayne, I have ever seen. <sighs> but yeah, so all that happened now, which last issue seemed to basically be like, yeah, none of that happened. So all of that happened now, which means he absolutely told Terry, and nobody remembers. <sighs> and we're not even done with the comic yet. Mmm. So, as he's saying, you know, just like he did with uh, Jason, we see the Joker, you know, the, the famous scene that we've all seen. Um, we, we always talk about Jason and, and how important he is to the Bat family and all that stuff and how bad Bruce feels about that. But yet he's never added him to the painting. But yeah, so we see him beating with the crowbar, which I'll get into in a second. So, so then we get back to the Joker, who, who's looking now in his 40s. Um... And he's basically saying, ah, there it is, as he's looking at something. Uh, Tribute to my greatest moment ever. Glorious, wonderful, exhilarating. Time for the sequel. As he's looking at 
So on the wall is basically with spray paint is a, is a circle with a Robin R in it. And at the very center, even spray painted over a little bit, is, is a mounting uh, with, a, with a placard on it. And the crowbar, or at least the implication that that's the crowbar that, um, you know, he, he beat Jason Todd with. Uh, things that we need to talk about the Jason Todd dying story. Uh, he didn't kill him with the crowbar. He, ba- he concussed him with the crowbar. He horribly beat him with the crowbar. Jason Todd very well might have died from his injuries, um, from being beat with the crowbar. But it was an expl- it was a bomb. It was, it was the explosives that Joker set, uh, set that, uh, that, that killed Jason Todd. So yeah, that's the issue. And, <laughs> Why do we always have to make Robin stories or new Robin stories uh, about killing the Robin or about the Robin dying? I'm not saying that isn't an important part of Jason Todd's story, but why does it have to be an important part of every other Robin's story? You know, Robin that's from after him. Why? Why does it always have to be about that? Can't we come up with something new? Dan Jurgens, I've seen you come up with some fantastical, brilliant, original ideas. Why is your Joker story, your Joker story, where you're recycling ideas? Your first Joker story at the beginning of Rebirth was great. It was absolutely fantastic. You did a great job of setting things up, and there was a fantastic payoff. And we were just all waiting, waiting for you to, to you know, to, to circle around back to it. <sighs> and while last issue I had problems, I gave it two scores. I gave it a score, I mean, you were jumping on as a new reader. And I gave you a score, basically, if you were a long-time reader. And I still stand by those scores. Because last issue, for basically a new reader jumping on, it was fairly positive. Yes, it, it, it was terrible payoff, and it felt like a smack in the face to old readers, but at least there was something there for new readers. This one. I'll be giving two scores again. Now, the art. Overall, I actually like the art here. The only real problem I have is the faces for uh, Joker, especially that panel where where it's just like a, a rough like face sketch, like, oh, here is kind of like the pose I was going to put the person in. And I, I've probably tweeted this out already. Um, a picture of that. But yeah, so it's, it's just like a, a gray face that might have just been like a, a little like, basically anatomical like positioning thing for, to then draw the Joker face over. But it's not. It's just, it's just a gray face of not the Joker, but is the Joker. Um, but yeah, it's the fact that they... they him and Barbara just jump around with how old they look. Just all it's all over the place. But at no point to the except for the Joker, maybe in the beginning, do they really look like the ages that they should be. Everything else I like. The art's dynamic. Um, the art is absolutely 100 percent without a doubt, uh, including the covers, the strongest part about this book. But this, ooh, specifically the terminal thing, this might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Because I will stick out this storyline. If Batman Beyond continues past this, in all honesty, I might be done. I I don't know yet. We we could have a 180 next issue. But I'm starting to doubt that. So I'm going to be giving this two scores. 
And the reason I'm going to give it two scores is to emphasize something. And because I, I do legitimately believe this. If you were a new reader, and, and I tried my hardest, and I can't say that I'm not biased at all, because I, I absolutely am. I'm probably more invested in this than somebody, that just a normal person who's been reading it. But if you've been reading from last issue to this issue, we have, besides you know some of the art mistakes and just the age problems, we have, let's see, one... Two, three, four, five. Five issues or five pages that we're taking that of, of stuff we've already seen. Uh, just a redone version of stuff we've already seen. We see a bunch of characters acting like e even just kind of their tendencies uh, out of place. And honestly, it's the most cliched story you can have for a Joker and, and a Robin. My my score, like if you were a new reader, what you would think, I, I couldn't give it anything higher than a 5-3, which I actually think is what Eric's, uh, on, on the, for the podcast, like what, on the website, what his score was, if I'm remembering correctly. Now, if you've been a long time reader, if you've been, for me, my gut as a long time reader says a 4-5. A, a I, I wanted to say a four, but not everybody's written incorrectly. I did like some of the stuff. I, I thought overall, besides Terry's one panel of, of being just like, oh, I need to help people more, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but especially because it's apparently only been a couple, you know, it, we're, we're talking months and not like over a year since, you know, since he, um, since the beginning of, of rebirth for, for this, uh, in timeline, he's been dealing with quite a bit of like big overarching, like big threats more or less. So I liked his writing. I, I do think Dan Jurgens is, and this is pretty sad to say, finally really starting to get a handle of Terry, but he's losing his handle of Matt. In fact, I would say he's almost lost it. This Matt is a completely different character than the one at the beginning of the arc or the one at the beginning of the series. And I don't mean that in a good way. I mean, it's like he, he's there's personality traits that he had that are just gone and there's no reason that they're gone just other than it doesn't help the story. But yeah, so if you've been reading, if you, if you just picked it up this arc, 5-3. If you've been reading for a while, 5 or sorry, Four, five, if you've been reading this for a while. I am so happy that next month there is no issue, and then January there's two. And I can't lie, I'm rather dreading it. So yeah. A anyways, that that's, you know, that's my review. Thank you very much for listening, and back to the podcast. All right, and here I am with Brandon. Yo. And that means that we're going to be talking a little Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. And uh, we're at the penultimate issue. We don't have a blurb for this. We're going to get right into it. I, I, I'm looking. I don't even know if I have the credits page up. Oh, I do. Here we go. The I'll credits do that. are always in a weird spot. Yeah, I know. Book. It's like three or four things. I'm used to it just or beginning or end. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind the end. It's just a pain when you're going through digitally to find that. I said, yeah. did you read that nuclear winner 
book. No. Did you read that no. at all? Me and Reggie uh, no. talk about that this week. And they have 10 stories in that. And as you go through, they put the credits in the weirdest spots, and it's like randomly. You never know what's going on with that. Yeah, but that, that was my problem I've, with the yeah, last it's anthology that, yeah. book I got. Yeah, then like I that don't summer know when one. The story ends That's the same with it, me. Or else you're reading problem. it, and you just yeah. don't – you want to be like, oh, who did this one? And then you start talking. I remember – I think it was the, the Batgirl annual. That we had where me, Reggie, and Eric were talking, and we ended up arguing which story was whose because they had like three separate stories in there. I'm like, I think this is Marguerite Scott, and they're like, No, no, this is that. And I just make it easy on us, right? Know. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that's put them one... at the beginning and just number them. Well, so here's I know the deal: which is which. I know that DC doesn't want to do things the Marvel way, but for the yeah. most part. I think Marvel has it right. They end yeah. up putting it in the Title first page, page pretty much, yeah. and, and a recap page. That's all You're I need. Yeah, then I go. I barely read the recap page. You know, if I'm already recapped myself, I'm not going to read that recap page. I, I, I always skip to the last sentence. I'm yeah. like, let's see the last well, sentence, and, and I'm it's off. funny because in a roundabout <laughs> way, me and you were going to do some of our Marvel stuff tonight yeah. uh, while we were doing this as well to get something going for the Marvel podcast. And uh, there was the one, the Spider-Girls book. I didn't read the first issue, so I thought to myself, hey, I'll just read the recap. Brandon can fill me in. I'm going to get going. And you, I remember you talking about it uh, yeah, already. So I was going to go. I, I cannot pay attention more than two seconds. I load up the thing and I start reading the recap page, which I really need to read. I'm three sentences in. I'm like, yeah, really? This is a lot of, a lot of words here. Yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> no. I'm like, and then, so what I end up doing. So I'm saying I want a recap page, but when I get one, I end up you halfway. Don't read it no, I went up halfway and I'm like, yeah, I think they'll fill me in on the video. It's issue. like when I say I'm going to watch a TV show. I turn it on and then the computer yeah, or tablet go on Everything on my lap. Everything goes and off. I pay yeah, no attention and yeah, to that's it. how I am. I, I started reading. I'm like, and the Spider Girls in you know, May. So yeah, let's just get into it. I don't need that nonsense. <laughs> but here we go. And this happens to a lot of times. And I'll even bring it up with this book. There, there may be times that. This might even be a story that I would have better off time reading and trade because yeah. there's a lot of characters getting thrown at me. There's a lot of things that I don't know. I tend to kind of forget what's going on from the last issue. It, it's one of those. It's a monthly book, but sometimes it pops up and I'm like, boy, it seems like a longer time. Now, this one, for some reason, this issue seems like we just talked about the last one. Yeah, I don't know the why. The third but, one was the delay. Yeah, there was a like, delay was there. Yeah. And I should be like, oh. Okay, I'll go read the issue from <laughs> – I never do. I just uh, I just really – I leave it to the writer. Trust my brain. To, and, and I leave it to the writer to fill me in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have this one, and it is the penultimate issue of the series. Now, the big reveal last issue I can remember was the power of Shazam – going to Skeletor, correct? I am yeah. correct there, but right? he created that sword, yeah. and it was embedded with the power, so now he, he brought all that to Darkseid, who yeah. thought they were actually working together. Together, yeah. And yeah. then that's when Skeletor's like, uh, you're a sucker. I'm and it is fine. It's funny, in this, there's, you know, Skeletor has pretty much screwed over everybody. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost like it's funny because you say, he always does. yeah, he does. And you say that, you know, say a dark side is like, oh, you know, when you hear us say, oh, Skeletor goes against dark side, 
you think that that means that he's probably working for, say, a Superman or a Batman, but that's not the case. He screws over everybody. He's going to do what he does just for himself and the select few, uh, you know, people on Eternia that, that are with him. But even so, with this, this book has been a pretty much a back and forth of team ups of who's going to be together. You know, they even said at one point in this Wonder Woman is even like, yeah, you know, she's bleeding out and, and we'll even reveal it. looks like that's the longest death. Yeah, scene oh, my ever. God. It still goes on. Scene. And I'm telling you, I, I'm considering her dead now. I'm not so sure. Know. I'm yeah, not so sure either. because all that says Batman's like, yeah, you know, Wonder Woman's bleeding out. I'm bleeding out. What's left? But <laughs> but even with that, she, she got run she, through. It looks she, like her death was worse than oh, Damien's. Yeah, yeah, yeah poor really. Damien's still dead. Yeah, he's dead. But uh, with that, you have Wonder Woman like, uh, you shouldn't have believed that that mangy skeleton-looking thing, Superman. You took that. But I'm like, really, you know, you're doing that. In the meantime, everybody else is crossing each other. And now we get another team up because pretty much the big things that happen in this issue, the biggest thing is basically the enemy of my enemy type deal where Superman and Batman team up. That they're landing. They can't have Darkseid and, well, they think they're still working together. They don't know that it's going to be betrayed. They think it's going to be a Darkseid, you know, Skeletor deal. And, you know, we need to team up almost in a way too of Batman. Like, you know what? This He-Man guy is a little young. He, he may not yeah. be able to help us as much he's as I'd like. powerless right yeah, now. Yeah, so he's like, he's Dark not going to help us. Sucked all the power yep. of grace. So he basically like, you know, I need you, Superman. And pretty much Batman comes to that. It's funny, too, because Batman comes to the, the decision like, you know, my son died. I, this is It's got to end at least for a, a minute. We yeah. need a truce. Let's stop this. Superman, you think, should have more reaction to Wonder Woman bleeding out. Like, it, this should be like, you know what? You're right. I, I'm sorry. This stuff has gone on too He's long. He's still pretty cold. I'm wrong. You know, this and now, yeah, yeah, cold. He basically says to Batman, listen, if we're going to team up when we're done, you're going to trial. You're going to go to jail and you're going to be done again. And Batman's like, well, if that's the case, what's going to happen is we're going to team up. And then afterwards, I'm going to come after it and kill you. And yep. and, um, and basically they have like the jokey deal where Superman's like, all right, it's a team up until it's not. But we need to do this while this is going on. And that's that's the thing, too. It's like th- there's He-Man who's like, Batman, I fought besides you before. I mean, I am I'm, I'm powerful. I have no, no, no. Dark side's a god. You're just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> with like, a sword at this yeah. point, no power. And then he's like, but I am He-Man with the power of Grayskull or without. Or without. I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're, you're not. You're Prince Adam right yeah, now. You're, you're, Prince you're Adam. the clumsy one. <laughs> yeah, you're the clumsy Prince Adam who, you know, the joke is, what, how can they not tell it's Prince Adam? He's so big. Now everybody knows, and now you're just Prince Adam. We've seen what you can do. Yeah. You know, when you're not now, you have the whole deal where you're going, then you're, you're on attorney. Everybody's fighting. And it is. Back here. This is the part that confused me a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, uh, some of my score comes down because the transition issues. Yeah. And, and they, I, know, this... I said this before. I said like way back, a couple issues back that it does kind of upset me, though. I know what they're going with. Maybe they think, but I wish they would just say attorney. And then we go. Yeah. I mean, I see that it is, but still, I'd like to know. I'd like to know where, you know, just so I can keep going and the transitions this, this right out of nowhere. This page, though, it really confuses me because I don't understand who's fighting um, who. Like, it's, yeah. it's, so Skeletor is now against Darkseid. So it's almost like 
those two sides should be fighting each other. That's yeah. not what looks like it's no, happening. No, it doesn't like, look like what's Skeletor happening. Skeletor's side is still going after yeah. He-Man and, and the and good guys. And that's what's weird. This is and, where I said the weird thing about this, like these team-ups, it, it is weird because at, at the point where Batman and Superman, okay, they come to an agreement, we'll team up as long as we go. But on a turning, it's not. It's like a five-way battle all of a sudden yeah. because you have Skeletor going against the uh, against Darkseid, but Darkseid's people are still with Skeletor's guys, kind of, and they're going after the deal, and it is, it, it's yeah. kind of a cluster. It's all fun. a little it, too mushed together, and, and I don't know. It's just all fit on the page, really, yeah. to, to get different characters from the yep. different sides yeah, on there, I guess, is. and yeah. not much other rhyme and, or reason and to I'll, it. And I'll it tell you, too, uh, I have loved Freddie Williams' art throughout. It gets a little confusing even there, and, and not even just confusing, but the the panels with Swamp Thing, especially the one where Swamp Thing and uh, Moss Men are together, Mossman, it's yeah. a little off to me. It, well, it doesn't I, yeah, look as great. I don't understand great. what they're talking about either. They're both um, complaining about their lack of connection, and then yeah. all of a sudden they feel it again. Yeah, uh, and their the lack of connection, and then like we just lost something. I'm like. Are they talking like what are they t- are they talking about like da- I, it's right after Damien died and stuff but it has to be yeah. yeah it just and but the power of green the green itself I don't know how that's really affected but yeah you you have this kind of battle and then there's a big scene then then there's Batman kicking butt uh you know you have Orko yelling I am the knight I am vengeance which, I know I like you know, that it's goofy that enough line of yeah and issue. he he's still but. That's even the thing is I'm waiting for Orko to do more because they really set up him being, you know, something that actually can yeah. do some magic Maybe now. But carry it, over his, his yeah, mojo. Yeah, carry it over, but it, it doesn't here. seem like that's happening. But though y- you would hope that what happened would be the idea that he has the confidence now and that kind of – gets him going but yeah, yeah. You, you don't really get it he's just he's there for last but you know they're they're fighting and then it, it just pretty much boils down to, to the next fight then, like we said skeletor, skeletor and dark side yeah. and uh you know they're they're talking about you know what's going on dark side basically says to skeletor listen you know you're trying to do this. You're trying to become this, that, and the other thing, but, you know, that's what I am. I, you know, you want to have all this stuff, but I am dark side. You, you're never going to be me. You're never going to. He says it like to Superman as well, yeah. kind of the deal. But with that, they're fighting, and he says the the anti-life equation. It starts, and it's such nonsense. It's, yeah. it's always the, the crazy nonsense. Crazy. Yeah. When, like, like I, you told me it ended up. You and Eric were laughing about yeah, it when you found out. You yeah, know, Grant Morrison has spelled it out. He has spelled out an equation. Yeah, I, I always anticipated in my brain before I knew what it really was with different items that would form yeah. a magic MacGuffin yeah, that would yeah. turn everyone into a zombie. Yeah, you get thing. an anti-life Not equation that it stuff. is like you know a recipe of like you said yeah. it might be. People two cups of hate. or this, yeah, yeah, two <laughs> cups of hate, a little bit of vengeance, you know, some fear. But yeah. no, it is basically a equation, and it's it's he starts it out. He's like loneliness plus alienation plus fear plus despair. He's saying this. Superman shows up, does his super clap, and yeah. stops it. 
and then just says, you know, hey, I killed Kalibak. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you down. And that, again, is the whole idea later where Darkseid continues this whole deal of, you know, everybody's trying to pretend and do this stuff. I'm Darkseid. You guys are all phony fakers. You're trying to do what I do, but I'm me. It, it doesn't seem to work anyway. But while this is going on, you just keep going back. It's just a series of fights going on and on. Grady now, Goodness and Tila. Yeah, and you have Darkseid there who's you know fighting and then he gets hit with the sword you know the the he-man shows up gets him through the chest with the sword he's fading out you know all of a sudden you see everybody there's this huge head ah no well this is going on i mean all hell is breaking loose they've also gone and freed supergirl so she comes out, yeah. uh, you know, it, she's that been... That felt like they should have done happened. more with her. Like, yeah. that was just a little poorly said. It was just I'm thrown pretty in sure there. they mentioned it last issue. They yeah, were they mentioned her, her but still, even just now, they're like, you know, we should get Supergirl. She comes out and basically like, where is he? Where's Superman? He's going to get it from me. Oh, no, by the way, we're all together now. We're fighting He-Man in the Masters Universe. All right, let's go. And yep. She goes and I'll she's just fighting. Yeah, yeah. It, it just everything just kind of and it is forced, but it's it's okay. But it's all just to get to this last issue, next issue. Everything's put into play because then Skeletor comes and, and with with Bat or Superman and starts his nonsense again. Yeah, here's the one part we kind of uh, you know didn't talk about when Darkseid goes down. He Man or not He Man, no. Superman picks up the yeah, sword. Superman picks up the sword and, and kind of like some of this armor Darkseid was wearing to, to channel now the power of Grayskull. Yeah, he had he had and pulled from, uh, from you know the castle itself yeah. along with this. I think Shazam power from Skeletor. Yeah, it looks as well. like it, and, and it's funny because the armor. If it's not the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's the Infinity Gauntlet. It really is. And he, so he's there. And, and Skeletor being, you know, classic Skeletor sees this and it's like, yeah. oh, this again. is the best because me and Eric laugh about it a couple times this week on the podcast. You all have already heard it where. All of a sudden, a guy does something so screwed up, but then tries to make it seem like it's his plan. Th- yeah. This is like the plan of, of Two-Face out yeah. of nowhere after six issues. So he's like, oh, you know, Superman, you realize my plan now, right? You know, wink, wink. I set this up for both of us to do this. And you have Superman like, you know what? I, I yeah, thank you for your part in this, Skeletor. And he says, I'll use these tools to eliminate evil, all evil. And that's the other thing you have to remember through all of this, especially if you hadn't read Injustice. Superman's bad, but he's bad because he wants to be good. He, yeah. he is a guy who is a... And, and a, emotionally hurt his wife yes, was murdered. He is a guy, He he's a, you know... He's a bad guy, but only because he says, I to eliminate evil and bad, I just have to kill him. So yeah. that's why the whole deal is set up. And yeah, it's because Joker tricked him into killing a pregnant Lois. And then he went nuts and said to Batman, if you would have killed Joker the seven trillion times that you should have, I'd have my wife and, and we would have a kid. 
and it's all your fault. Now I'm going to kill everybody. So it's not like this Superman is a guy who just he wants to just control the world yeah, because he's, he's not evil. Just a dictator he for dictator. yeah he wants to be the dictator because he thinks that his way is the best way. It's I mean it's still evil, but yeah. he's still Superman. But he's doing things the wrong way. So he's there, and like I'm thinking, like boy, now is the part where you're going to have you know Tim Seeley decide that this Superman does want to be. More than and Darkseid spells it out and says, you just want to be me. You want to control everything. The earth is not big enough for you now. You're going to move on. And when this happens and he grabs that, I'm like, maybe he's right. Maybe this is the start of Superman trying to control the entire universe and doing some crazy things. Skeletor's right there. Oh, you know, I'm with you, Superman. I set to be this vice president, up. Yeah. Vice and Superman's like, hey, you know, I'm going to eliminate evil, and I'll start with you. And he ends up running Runs his hand through. right through exactly the way he killed the Joker. That's how he killed the Joker at the very beginning of Injustice. Justice, yep. And it's funny, too, because <laughs> Prince Adam's there. He runs there. And Skeletor falls down, and there's Prince Adam there. And he's like, Prince Adam, tell he man, I've missed him. I actually, I'm telling you, I know well, it's this because is, He man's not putting his hand through his yeah, chest. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I, I wish that I wish that this was a more say this was a, a black label book. I really Prince Adam, tell He man to go fuck himself. I, I actually wanted it to be something like tell He man. I always hated him. <laughs> and then go from there, but it's not that type of book. I said, yeah, I don't know. See, maybe. this is the the only other little minor beef. This is more of an Eric qualm. He might he might have if he yeah. was joining us. Is that like uh, He Man or not He Man? I keep saying He Man for Superman because yeah. he's got the yeah. sword. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's p- currently possessing magic. I don't know if this glove. Yeah, is he should. Yeah, safe. and they don't spell it out, and yeah. he shouldn't be. That's his weakness. That's I one. Know. Of, that's, I know. that's one of his weaknesses. And and the one thing that I'll point out now that you've said that is that that's part of this book. A yeah, part exactly. of this book has they been spelled it this, out in the beginning yes, too. Yeah. This and injustice. I mean, they have really spelled out that that's, you know, the one thing, because with this, with the Injustice book and this thing is, without a weakness, Superman, he can't be beat. I mean, the things he's doing, he can't be. If he possesses the power of Grayskull and Superman, he is. So you do need something that, and that's why in Injustice even, you can't just have Superman going around. So there has to be something that is, and and it's been magic for a lot of the times that it's been in this book. It's kind of why it was neat to have the Masters of the Universe, and it's a magical universe. Yeah, so you had have a that. lot of, you know, Zatanna and Swamp yeah, Thing, yeah. and they were That's why these but... characters are in it, and now all of a sudden he's got that. But then again, maybe know, they'll say, maybe if we asked him silly, he would say, it's magic of Eternia, and that's not affecting Superman as much yeah. because he's... No. But we all we thought that Orko was going to be the big hero of all this by the I end know. because of his magic, and he was doing Still better with it. Still has another issue to prove us right. Yeah, yeah. So, And that that's pretty much the deal. Yeah, you because... see him sitting there. He, he basically ends it with saying, it doesn't matter what I did because I'm going to fix it all. Fix and you it see... all bunch of pictures in oh, these yeah. different mirrors yeah, like you, he's you gonna see, you know go you back even in time see crazy something. continuities here and yeah. crazy things that went in and stuff that happened in the injustice it's a lot of the stuff that went down but it even goes back as far as starro fighting well, the are justice we gonna get League. damien back there's dead Maybe, damien. yeah 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 there's, 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 there's the trinity just posing for a photo there's shazam there's, 
There's that Shazam when he got his, his face freaking, you know, Melt fried off, off yeah. by him and stuff. There's the Joker. And, yeah, he's like he's going to fix it all. And you're hoping that it would be the deal uh, that it would be that he's going to fix it by going back before Lois died. And then he doesn't have to do all this. That would be, you know, something there. But, yeah, it's crazy. It, it really is crazy. All the things going on. Now, I will point out, though, the one thing that disappoints me since we've gone, and we only have one more issue left, is you did have a lot of issues that set up some fun things. And now it's just become most of Eternia. And and it's just, yeah, Battle Royale. You you don't really get it. And even to the point where I, I see Cyborg there right in the middle of the battle. We haven't gotten anything with him. He's been since, a sourpuss yeah, since his dreadlocks. His dreadlocks went away. <laughs> he doesn't look like Jason hey, Momoa anymore. If and he's I had quit. that beautiful hair, it was, it was funny too. I even that, that sad. was fun. And we had a bunch of side, like the whole deal of Cyborg staying on Attorney. It really didn't lead to anything. Mom, the yeah, He Man's mom. mom story. Yeah, that stuff was fun. The that little was, bit of but, actual character moments that we were having at points really got shoved aside just to get to battle royale and that's what yeah. it is i mean this is you know it's crazy we might as well have uh, ladders and tables match going on as well just have them all going Slam on and tables it's yeah a really buffalo bills that is a buffalo part. bill steal uh <laughs> but yeah it's it's still a good story i enjoy it it's it's one of those books that you can have some fun just reading it you don't really have to worry too much about it but i think that there were a bit of miss opportunities because and it was just so many characters thrown in here yeah. that you end I, I up think not that having enough third room. Part of the conflict with Darkseid and all. I don't. I don't. Yeah, think that was you weird. Really needed no. it. I think if if just Skeletor turns his back on Superman yeah, and goes back go. to Eternia, yeah. Yeah, that's your conflict. Yeah, and enough, and really, know? like you're saying, is I always thought from the beginning that that was kind of left aside anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was always just there. And yeah. even in this one, yeah. Oh, Granny goodness. Ah, it did. It you, did really kind yeah. of sneak to center stage yeah, on us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Granny's the like, you'd issue. make a good fury. I'm like, hey, just get out of here. Granny, yeah, like right, the, granny. the whole new, the year. new God's angle could have been kept out of this. And like you said, yeah. you'd still have Evil Lynn and all of the bad guys. We have enough bad guys on Eternia. That yeah. they can fight, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't need to throw the new god bag. And in, on on all. Earth, we have the Superman regime, so you didn't yeah. need it. So yeah, I, I think that that might have been a misplay to have that, and then just to have him kind of get taken away anyway. He's just there to be, you know. Then again, I guess maybe it was only to get superman to have the power it, and yeah, you know I mean, it does also make you feel like oh he, superman's taking a hero turn before yeah. he he doesn't really yeah. again by the or end. or he's oh my he's gonna be the new dark side i don't know it's yeah it's a little much but yeah there's too many who's characters got what power at this point it, does either. it all combine into one yeah, i so don't know Grayskull, yeah. Shazam, Darkseid. If it is, he better. If it is, he better be turning good, or else the whole universe is in big trouble because yeah. he has every yeah, power that's an now. Unstoppable force. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But uh, what did you give this? Uh, I, you know, I think I went a little high after talking about it. Um, but I, I still gave it an eight. I'm still, I still have. Fun I'm going with this. seven like, five. The I, I, yeah, the He-Man crossovers. I've just had. A, I'm a little yeah. sad. Skeletor's gone because I want more of these. But. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think he'll be gone long. You, if, we, if Superman yeah. resets this all, everyone yeah, it'll will all be. Back, yeah, so. and we we've talked about the whole deal of these crossovers and like what. And I really 
What what is what do you think will be next? Because yeah. we've we've had I don't, know. I don't think they'll go so back random. to turtles that's again. It's hard to really guess. You yeah. never thought He Man Thundercats either. No, you never no, that's He Man Injustice. That's just all very uh, random stuff. I'd like to see He Man Ninja Turtles because that's they throw what I was around, just gonna say. They yeah, have they that, throw that would be the weird. Batman Ninja Turtles. It's like the next logical step in my mind. Yeah, could there be like could you get another property? You don't have to have Batman with, uh, but I guess the Batman Ninja Turtles. That's kind of the deal. But if they, I don't know, a third one of that might seem too much, right? Yeah, yeah I and know. I so, think if if DC wants to do one more go with the Ninja Turtles, I wouldn't hate if it was with He Man. That would yeah, be fun. Yeah. How about Teen Titans? I don't know. I, I just don't know what they would do uh, because I like these. I, I like having I these too. out. I, I always have a, a fun time when yeah. when they're out. You know, I, I the art by Freddie Williams is fun. Yeah, and he doesn't do a whole lot of other. No, work. I was going to say like he doesn't do that much more. So crossover. Yeah. So yeah. So I I hope they keep doing them. They they sell enough. They're These sell more than the New Age of Heroes book, so you, you have that, and they keep going. But yeah, it's, it's I kind of want something because that that's the thing. I would like a He-Man book again, but yeah. I don't know if they're going that route. You yeah, know, if they want to so, do yeah. that, and I, I like that. You know, if we, if me and you did this every month with a He-Man book, I'd be fine with it. I, I'd like that. Uh, I, know. I, uh, I have to talk myself off this ledge from buying this He-Man Omnibus on its yeah, way out here next yeah, year. Yeah. It keeps th- dropping in price on Amazon. Really? It gets more tempting. Yeah. yeah the, the other, like, I like when we do the Turtles crossovers, too. But I just I don't know enough about the turtles to actually go full out into the full turtle, you know, go to IDW land and, and grab all the Ninja Turtle books. Plus, I never know when to start. These yeah, things always help me because Those they're very IDW easy. Want, you need to start at number one for yeah, the yeah. Turtle stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you jumped in right now at 80 on its way to. Yeah, really. Uh, well, now they even have that lost. new. Have you watched the new show? Have you no. watched any of that? No. Eric, Eric is so conflicted with it. Because it's so different, and he liked that last. Yeah, it's I, like Raphael's the leader and well, stuff. Like it's, they Splinter's all just this fat guy who sits on a couch. He, he doesn't even <laughs> want, he doesn't even want to get out. Of, he just eats junk food, and right. they get worried about it because he's getting fat. It's very weird, and Eric wants to love it because he loves those Ninja Turtle comics or cartoons, and he loved that last one. Whatever yeah, was the that? Last one was, was good. that I Rise that of the? What, I, I don't even. I no, get it was so just confused. Teenage, oh, it was just Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he loved that. He loved that so much, and then they canceled that and brought out this new one, and he gets so angry. But he still he'll watch it. And then he'll come into work and he'll get so mad describing what happens. <laughs> and now they have a comic based on it. Yeah, and it's weird. I'm telling you, yeah. I read the See, first two issues. that new one is called Rise of the Rise. I, I knew that one of them was. Yeah. And I, I was I was planning on doing that for my but other I, review I show. Turtles, everything. I mean, I've, I've bought the IDW series since it's come out. Yeah. Um, you know, I have all the single issues. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not behind the redesigns and all yeah, that, and yeah. I just can't get behind it. That's yeah, crazy. They, they yeah. change a lot of things up too. Leonardo's like a lot of... my guy a lot because he's like the leader, and yeah. and you know he's he's the older brother one. I'm the older brother, and when you yeah. take that away from him, what do you, what, yeah, what you do don't you got? He's yeah. too goofy. Also, I watched yeah. the first episode. He was like a goof. Yeah, and and I don't know that Eric was telling me that uh, Splinter sits there and he's like he doesn't even know their names. He just calls them by their colors. He's like, hey there, purple. You're the funny one. Kind of funny. And they're like, I'm not the, I'm supposed to be the funny one. 
He's he gets him so angry. Yeah. Uh yes. But yeah, uh, I'll give this a seven five, like I said, and it never really gets me angry. From uh Seely yeah. and Freddie And, and that's the thing is Tim Seely will uh retweet a lot of the stuff. He nothing DC that's proper DC. Like when he yeah, was on yeah. Nightwing, he wouldn't get near us. Somehow <laughs> he doesn't mind these other things though that we, we like and we have liked this. So he does retweet it. Freddie Williams stayed away from us. He, we were like the plague. I would send it to him. This time I don't send it to him. He retweets it. He found Out of it nowhere. Yeah. He yeah maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't like me pushing the issue. I end up sending it to him and he's like, eh, you know, you're not gonna make me you're not gonna run my life. And yeah, then I'll I go don't, to the roundup on I my did, own power. I'm buddy. telling you, this week you you did your review. It's the first week I didn't send it to Freddie Williams because I'm like, eh, hey, why bother? I'm not even gonna take the time to type in his name because the guy doesn't want any parts of us. Then he retweets it. There you go. That's yeah, what no, happens. I haven't been given this bad scores either. No, it's not no. like you're. You know. Well, again, sometimes you have these guys where you know if you say an eight, uh, other sites think that's a bad score. Like an eight? Why'd you hate that? You're like, hate it. I loved it. So there you go. If I got an eighty in school, I was dancing on the desk. Damn right. But then again, you're not JD Junior over <laughs> yeah, there. So, yeah, you know, right. you know him. Eight out of ten. <laughs> that's when he hates something. But uh, we I was, will go. I was profile snooping on him this week. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, is he still up to his old yeah, tricks? No, he's, he's, he's skipping rope. Attention. That that guy is going like ten, 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 eight, ten, 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 eight. He throws in the eight. I think he's trying to get us off his his yeah. scent. He's trying to throw us, but there you go. But, yeah, thank you for joining me. I have no idea what we're going to right now. Uh, this is a longer podcast with so many things involved. Well, I'm sure we're coming back with grab something. Bag. Yeah, no, it's grab bag indeed, but we'll be back with something. Hello, and welcome to the Flash Reviews uh, for this week. And I have a couple books, uh, one book that I'm going to be catching up on here and another one that we just didn't have time for in the podcast, and also it's kind of garbage. The first one, though, is Hex Wives, a Vertigo book by Ben Blacker and art by Miracle and Dolfo. And the second issue came out this week. So I'll just talk generally about the first and second issue and whether or not I think that it's worth uh, getting. And I do think it is. Uh, those that are looking for a mature book that's it's not a dc proper book in the fact that there's no superheroes in this it's about a bunch of witches that uh end up being kind of mind controlled into not remembering how awesome they are that's kind of the way i would describe this so far in the first two issues the first issue is an odd one i was looking forward to this hex wives book and the first issue came out and it's very heavy in narration it's very heavy in setup and usually Usually, I'm not a guy who likes that. You've heard me complain about that over and over again. But this is something that intrigued me. So I did enjoy it, though I think the first issue did go on a little too long with the narration about basically giving you a history of these witches, this coven of witches that, you know, are going throughout history. And the kind of the battle between the female witches and the male warlock witches counterpart are just the ones that are against the witches. And it's, it's man versus woman in this as it goes on. And really at the point it's not like it starts off with you really thinking these women witches are the greatest thing of all time. Now, yeah, they're treated bad. Uh, they're treated, you know, you have Salem going on, all these things where they are, 
you know, being persecuted, but it's not like they are the greatest of people anyway. But what happens then at the end of the first issue is that a guy steps forward, basically says, listen, this fight has gone on too long. We, we have tried to fight fire with fire. That doesn't work. We've tried, you know, magic uh, against magic. That's not working. We've tried to persecute them. We've tried to make them look bad. That's not working either. This war just keeps going. And how we're going to defeat them is with love. And you, you're kind of left with, huh, I wonder what, what that's all about. Well, then the second issue starts out. And again, it's a weird, there's a weird pacing to this book. It's very weird. But after two issues, I'm I'm still intrigued to keep reading it. In this issue, you see that what the men have done, and this one man in particular, has done is set up this kind of mind control through, quote unquote, love, it seems, that they're almost like in a 1950s kind of, you know, that sort of lifestyle where the women are at home. You know, you even have the the, the bee st- hairdos from the 50s and things like that. They're making cookies. That Everything is based on them serving their men. And these, these uh, witches are all in this community together, and they can't remember anything about what happens. All they know is that their their husbands are kind of secretive, but they it's all blown off. Like the, oh, you know our men. They they don't want us to get involved in them. Hey, we're just ladies. And it's all building towards this deal where they're going to remember. And while this is going on, you get the main character who she is there with the main guy. And she starts to kind of get the idea that things aren't right. In the meantime, the, the community seems to be surrounded in fire. So they the women can't get out. It's obviously, again, this is a set-up community that's going on that nothing is real. Uh, it's like a witch's matri- uh, matrix. I just bit my tongue. Uh, it's like the matrix for witches. They are in this world of, you know, this ideal world for men. It's not ideal for them. And especially you have this thing where the first issue set up where they are so, you know, uh, footloose and fancy free. And now they're just subservient. So you have this going on and the main character starts hearing scratching in the walls and she says to her husband like hey i think there's mice in the walls we're gonna have to look into that and it, it's really bothering her, her husband's oh well, we'll we'll deal with that you know how the mice are you know we'll, we'll get rid of them well by the end of this second issue the big reveal then is that she goes finds a false wall opens it up and there's this horrendous old lady in a wheelchair help me and this seems to be where it will open up the book and you'll see that the women start to remember things and and you see little hints of it as it's going on that they're remembering some things and not understanding some others and the men are you know really secretive about stuff so it's good it's just it's not great yet and it it seems like the way it's set up and Mirko Adolfo's art's awesome I love the art in these books um it's just like it's just out of reach of being really, really good. There's just, and if it's the pacing and it's heavy setup going on right now, and yeah, the setup should pay off by the end. Uh, but Ben Blacker's taking his time with the setup. And what I think is the, the fear uh, of mine is that people are like, boy, this is a weird book. I'm not going to go with it because I can't say that these two issues are fully satisfying by the end. Yeah, yeah. You got a great cliffhanger at the end of issue two. But I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep reading it. And I'll talk about it here, you know, kind of in passing. They, these flash reviews, you don't really get to get that in depth with them. But if you're 
looking for a mature title involves some black magic, but not really that. It's more of this, you know, battle of the sexes type of thing. Uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out. And uh, don't just go by the first issue. Get the first two. I think it's one of those that by the end of this, you, you, it's going to be a whole story that will pay off more if you read them all. Obviously, I'm talking about one and two, so I can't do that yet. They're not out yet. But yeah, uh, if I was going to rate them, probably give the first issue a seven, and that's a lot of art. The second issue, I, I'd give a seven five because I'm getting more and more intrigued, and you had that that ending. I think that this book could be, and the concept of it could be a nine, you know, it, and it should be. It's just taking its time to get there. So we'll see. And I'll keep talking about it. I hope that it gets a better and better. A guy who I know loves it, not loves it, but likes it. I think he has the same idea with me. He wants to love it, but it's just not allowing him to love it yet. Uh, is Jolly Drew. Me and Jolly Drew have talked about this book and both of us are enjoying it enough to keep going. So it's the Jolly Drew stamp of approval that I know every book is looking for. All right. And the next book is a book that was going to be on the main podcast here. And uh, we had an issue that we couldn't get a hold, not a hold, but we couldn't pick a time uh, that me, Eric and Chris could talk. So it is Raven Daughter of Darkness. Now me and Eric are going to do this as a full review together and then we realize, you know what? This book ain't worth it. It's so Raven. That's I actually made the joke to Chris because Chris had to go. Uh, he was going out to dinner uh, with his family. And because of that, couldn't get a, you know, I had to change the time too. It's more my fault. But I, I said, hey, uh, can you do Raven on Saturday? And he's like, oh, I'm going out. I, I don't think I can. I said, whatever. It doesn't matter because it's it's so Raven. And this book just, it's not good. We're on issue 10. It's almost over. We're only going to 12 issues. This is a maxi series, 12 issues. It has not been worth reading for a while. This one continues. And and I'm not even going to get that much into it, mainly because hardly anybody reads it. And the sales are are not great. And I I actually asked people in the Slack chat, hey, anybody reading Raven? If one person would have said, yeah, I'm reading it. I like it. Uh, we would have done a full review. Nobody responded except Double A Ron Crickets, he said. So uh, it basically continues the whole idea. The Shadow Riders are on the, you know, they're on the attack. They have attacked Baron Winners and his new uh, bunch of guys, including Raven. They're on the run. And Raven just keeps saying, oh, man, you know, this stinks. I shouldn't trust Baron Winners. Number one, yeah, you're right. Number two, it, it's made to think that the Shadow Riders shouldn't have been able to get in Winter's Gate, but it, they've been there. They've already been there. We've seen it before. So it's just nonsense. The, the book isn't fun. It, it isn't good. I like Popman's art. Um, but it also has a bit where Rachel uh, Raven goes back to her aunt's and uncle's house because they were worried. She left. She didn't go back to take that test again. She actually was late and they wouldn't let her in. She's disappeared. So she goes back to talk to her aunt and uncle and like, hey, uh, uh, I'm sorry. You know, I know you were worried. They're like, listen, no, you, you don't understand how worried we are. You know, you're doing all this. Are you getting involved with the wrong crowd? Are you doing this? And then basically Raven solves this by erasing their minds and causing more trouble. It just, I don't understand why this book even existed, especially a 12 issue thing. I hope this is the end of this. I, I, you know, we get done this. I don't need a, another Raven book by Marv Wolfman. 
you know, he goes on Facebook and people are like, oh, you know, not that many people, but man, this book is killing it. You're the best, man. You should still be. No, he, he, the time has come and gone for old Marv Wolfman, and he's a legend in comics. He's not going to be known for this. And, you know, when they talk about his legacy later, nobody's going to bring out right, Raven of da- Daughter of Darkness by the end of that. So, yeah, this is a, a full pass. Uh, for the podcast, I was going to give this a three out of 10. Uh, Chris on the site gave it an FU five. Uh, I'm sure Eric would have been a three, three, five, somewhere around there as well. It's just, it's not even worth it. It's not worth talking about really anymore, but that is it for the flash reviews. I'll be back next week to talk about a couple other books that aren't mentioned on the podcast, but I'll see you then. Hope you don't mess up any of your blurbs. I, I knew that you were going to play that song for this last <laughs> bit where I have no blurbs. You have no. Oh, you mean you didn't do a blurb for Silence or you didn't no, hook me up? I've never done a blurb that ain't for Silence. my book. <laughs> Why am I doing it? Ah, uh, yes. We have one last section of books in this here long podcast. Uh, usually we throw the worst of the worst in the section, and that is not. You know, it's kind of the case, kind of not, because I do like <laughs> I do like the first book. It is only so. Harley number two. And I seem to be, and maybe now that you revealed it, Eric, you revealed your true self. Spoilers, man, damn. Uh, that we may be the only ones who like it. Uh, and I'm not talking Get Fresh Croopy, boop. I'm nope. talking more along the lines of reviewers who I'm seem just to. everybody else. <laughs> yeah, the reviewers who seem to want to get on a soapbox about this book in particular when it's a, not even a soapbox it's a goofy yeah, book that's doing it's something a goofy fun. book that's an alternate timeline i, I yeah. mean really is there are people like man frank thierry's ruining the character i'm like ruining the character this ain't real this are you reading the regular that... harley book because this is done oh, yeah. way more than oh. that regular harley book's oh. doing right now let me tell you eric let oh. me tell you in fact one of the reviewers says and i will quote uh, is, is this our you? shade is this our shade okay. podcast again the, uh, yeah this this one reviewer says i saw a bunch of reviewers having a bunch of problems no that's <laughs> me i mean even my blurb on the roundup i'm throwing shade <laughs> at people i can't stop myself now here is actually one who gave it a four out of ten this isn't a very good comic on its own but it looks so much worse when compared to the excellent Sam Humphreys run that's going on right now. Well, you know what you just did? Uh, credibility just got in a car and left town, buddy, Be- because that's nonsense. Uh, that is not – I hate – yeah, I hate that, that the Sam Humphreys. So if you tell me this is the opposite, the polar opposite of Sam Humphreys, now this should be gimme. a 10. Num, 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 yeah, num, keep gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. 
tell you. Yeah, more, mine more, says more. basically. Mine basically says, and then I say, most of them give crazy high scores to books that humanize our heroes with misery and death. But I'd rather have this book more than those any day of the week, Eric. See, I, I like throwing shade at people. I'm surprised they don't like it because we have a lot of characters who have died in this book and they talk about it. And yeah. know what they want? No, 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 they they don't like it because it, it's like goofy. And, and you know what? Also, it, it may put a smile on your face. And yeah, here's the thing. Me and you, we're not highbrow comedy geniuses. You know You're what I mean? It's that not we, like we work blue. I, yeah, yeah. We, we work blue and we like, you know, the epitome or the top echelon of comedy to us could be, say, the Three Stooges. It, it could be Bugs Bunny. The These Stooges. are the things that we look at. As high end comedy, Tony, I'm not reading the New Yorker. I'm not. I'm not reading the, and that's even getting a little high. But I'm not reading the New Yorker and list, looking at their cartoon. Oh my, so droll! You, I, I want, I want fart jokes, <laughs> and I want people making I fun want of zombie people. Wayne Gretzky. That's what I want. I'm telling you, my kids are just as bad. My kids, I'm getting mad though. Where they're proving it is they're watching, uh, you know, Daddy's Home Two downstairs. I haven't heard Ray laugh that hard in years. <laughs> He's just yelling. I'm like, really? It's that funny? He's like, I'm getting a kick out of it. So there. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Take that I, I get society. upset. Like, I get upset at you. I want you, I Eric, to be your own person. Okay. I want you to have your own personality, but I still don't want you to like Waterboy. But you do. It's a great It's movie. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I don't like that. They got but all I them love, teeth and no toothbrush to brush. I That's why they, I get so Kingpin. Yeah. That's I a love terrible Kingpin. fucking movie. So you don't like that, but I don't like Waterboy as much as you don't like I Kingpin. I kind of hate you I for like liking it. that. No, yeah, well, there you go. Well, the feeling's mutual, <laughs> asswipe. There you go. That, see, there's there's comedy for us. So when I get the book where they people seem to like this new Harley with Sam Humphreys, and yeah. I don't know that either they didn't read anything before or whatever, but they're amazed that, man, Sam Humphreys is trying to make Harley a hero. Well, that's kind of what it's been about, but you can throw in some fart jokes and stuff like that. I like that. Some people don't. I see a, a girl on the comic book roundup who does some, and I think it's a girl. Uh, so if it is, and I, I apologize. Maybe it's a but, woman, Jim. Well, Didn't maybe think it is. Maybe. Not quite a woman, but yet not a girl, whatever that Britney Spears uh, song was. But uh, with that, they think that everything since Paul Dini has been garbage, and they think that the character's wrong. So you're not going to like this. There are going to be people who legitimately don't like this new 52 Harley and never will. So this isn't going to change your mind. But if you did like Harley before, and, and really, if you think back, somebody likes the new 52 Harley. There has to be somebody other than me. Because that book was selling a lot at one point. Oh, yeah. So by, it by was weekly before anything else point. was. Yeah. So it, it was selling. And if you did like that, there's no reason not to like this Old Lady Harley series. And I get the, the people are just like, oh, man, it's hardly Old Man Logan. Well, you know what? That's true. It's not. This Good. is a parody. And, and and it's not even a parody. This isn't a new age I, of hero I, book. Yeah, I think that it went past being a parody. This issue, which you'll hear from my blurb. Oh, Lady oh. Harley, number two, written by Frank Thierry, art by Anaki Miranda. 
Eva De La Cruz and Dave Sharp. And I'll tell you, I think Anaki Miranda, this art is great. I love the art. I see people throwing shade at them. I'm like, how dare you? The first issue of Harley was all about the jokes and setting up the story of an alt future for Harley that parodied the Old Man Logan series over at Marvel. It was full of Easter eggs. And while that all continues this month, Frank Thierry actually does some decent world building to complement the toilet humor. And while some reviewers seem to have their long sticks up their goddamn asses, I like this book, Eric. I don't want to be mean or anything, but they got long sticks up their asses is why they, people can't have Are fun. They hockey sticks this is the problem is 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 all of a sudden that the epitome or, or the upper echelon to them having fun is a, a kite man saying hell yeah while his hell son yeah. dies oh that's yeah. the best right there yeah oh, oh man <laughs> how dare you 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 just ripped out my funny bone i don't need that i, I like some of this humor and a humor to me where I think that Frank Thierry is hitting him. He thanked me for my review, Eric, so I will be a little bit uh, nicer to him as well. But where I think that this hits is the idea that a lot of the jokes are in the background. Yeah. A lot of the things as he's building this kind of world around that can be looked at as pretty serious. I mean, the, the idea of what is going on with Batman it is pretty cool. And and even throwing out there, oh, since Nightwing died stuff, Batman's a little senile. You get a joke <laughs> thrown in there as well. But when it starts off with the prime minister of zombie Canada being zombie Wayne Gretzky, you have mm-hmm. won your, your battle for me. And I will defend <laughs> See, you. You have that. I even go back a little bit further because dealing with that as well, where you start out with a, you know, like a little commercial, almost like a propaganda thing like we had in the RoboCop series and then again in Starship Troopers. Yeah. Now you got my attention because you're pretty much, yeah. you know, you have this whole news thing talking about, you know, the Prime Minister Zombie Wayne Gretzky of Canada. And then you go into yeah. the Monster Hero 3000 video, I'm like, the commercial, I'm like, you got my attention, yeah. Frank Thierry. Yeah. Let's keep it going. I, I like this. And, and with that, you get, you know, the Prime Minister Zombie Wayne Gretzky, who really, the the problem is, and I have this problem because I am a huge Wayne Gretzky fan. I've, be, I've become more and more a fan now than I was then because I hated him when I when I was a kid because he'd, just always like beat, everyone else. he'd always beat everybody else. I mean, he's the great one. Uh, yeah. With that, this picture of him on the news is pretty accurate to how it he is. looks now, and it, it upsets me. <laughs> it upsets me. He looks so old now, but the guy's the nicest guy. I could see him being prime minister. I told you at work, I want him to be prime minister, but he's a zombie prime minister. And he goes, and there's President Power Girl, Power Woman, uh, ends up being trying to eat by prime minister zombie Wayne Gretzky and he's there and it's just quick and then you have Lex well that's the he, thing is, he you know, they like have to Dan work out something because parts of the country have been decimated by war supervillain attacks yeah. and the riots that ensued after they killed off Daryl and the Walking Dead they got yeah, to resolve Darryl something and the here Dead. and this and then, is where when you yeah, go this into is, whole overlord Lex Luthor for Alexico who is going yeah. strong with his Superman must die stance the Superman yeah, must yeah. die policy he, he won't stop that yeah he won't <laughs> but with, with that you have this weird deal where there's a little – I mean it's 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 funny politics, yeah. but there are some things going on, but it's fun. What kind it, of politics fun. I can get behind. It gets you in the deal and he starts off with these jokes and then he gets into the story. Now, a lot of people had problems with this because right away you had Harley going back to Joker and people flipped out about that. People were Harley fans. Why would she ever go back to Joker? But that's part of the progression of this book. She ended up killing the Penguin and then kind of thought, eh, well, you know what? I don't care what goes on. This is the divergence of the timeline of her killing Penguin. It really seems like that is the moment that because she did that, everything else that has gone wrong has come from that, the way this is played out. So she goes back to Joker just because, why not? And she's there. 
But she says, and and uh, people even pick him like, well, she says to Joker, she has a no killing policy, but she killed the Penguin in the first deal. Well, yeah, it seems like that's where she's trying to get better. From she's drawing there. a line though, but she's yeah, regressing and, back to what it was because it's all she knows after she has crossed this line. Yeah, and and since this part, this is way back. She does say then. That the Joker stung her hard. She ended up getting screwed over by him. So this Harley, we have an old lady Harley, has learned her lesson because Joker went off the deep end again. And really, she she got screwed over again. So she, finding out that Joker is alive still, she ends up going on the hunt for him to and pretty much And even with that, where we keep uncovering little things about how the Joker died and how it's impossible for him to be alive yeah. and we have to go on this hunt to talk, it does get a little tedious because, you know, we go to Catwoman because she was there when the Joker died, but yeah. that only leads us to someplace else to become a scavenger hunt, which yeah, I hate yeah, it those does. ideas And that's what we're going to get. But I don't mind that the one thing I do like that we don't get, like say we we have this where you have the say the Phobo that that other Lobo right. book where he was going from one hit to the next, he was like a, a bounty hunter. Things yeah. you, you end up that does get boring. The only thing that I like that he that Frank Terry does a little bit more of this is as he moves on, he adds people to the cast. So at least when they go see Catwoman, when they do go off to Las Vegas, which they want to get to uh, to find Lobo and figure out what went on they're taking a couple more characters and some yeah. fun things with her and with this it's becoming you, you know wizard up, of oz at this point yeah yeah and even at one point it's even referenced and this is where frank thierry where i said that i like a harley book that you just have to get if you have 10 jokes six have to hit i'll even go right. with five if you go down the line 50 50 i'm okay he does throw a lot of stuff like the Daryl thing from The Walking Dead. I thought that was a little eye rolling. That was a little bit too, you know, get trying a little too hard, but you liked it. I did. And so like but some of the other things go, some of the things hit, some of them don't. Like, you know, you have Red Tool mentioned sarcophagus well, a, a couple times. That, that wasn't actually made the greatest. Me giggle a little it was bit. okay at first, but he went <laughs> some things keep going. Yeah. So what what happens is they ended up being taken to the Batcave. Last well, even with that, you, you talk about like the idea Batman of the Beyond. jokes. You talk about the idea of the jokes having to hit a certain amount kind of thing. Right now, I'm just happy that a writer is u- utilizing Red Tool in a Harley book. Yeah, and we like Red Tool. And, and some of the things we saw in this last issue where it was very obvious Especially that a lot Warrior, of the Red people Tool. didn't know – who Red Tool was. So when he shows up, we're past the point of Red Tool being, oh, here we go. It's DC's version of Deadpool. We're past that because we've seen what happens. And so when the joke is, hey, Harley, when are you ever going to marry me? You have so many ex-husbands. This is a joke that is earned to us because since he first showed up, he's been trying to get Harley to like him. So you get that. The joke is he's a sad sack. He's the guy who is in the friend zone forever Permanently. and he's trying to get out of that friend zone the whole idea too for so, how much he loves harley she yeah, has married yeah, that's, everybody but yeah, him that's the thing that is the joke <laughs> so when i saw the one person who said that she hated this this thing it was like oh and then you throw the joke in again about harley being married to everybody it's the joke isn't based on harley there the joke is more based on red tool and if you're not with red tool all this time you wouldn't get the idea of how you just explained it perfectly she is married everybody but red tool (laughs) and this drives him nuts but why we like red tool and why we continue to like him he's not going to leave harley 
He's not going to leave her out. He will go to the end of days to protect her because he does love her. And she just, you know, she's friendly with him. He's in the friend zone. But they started, (laughs) remember last we had, you know, I'm Batman and beyond. And it was the Batman beyond type suit. That is a hologram. And we do see that Batman has gotten old. It's still Bruce Wayne. That's the worst part. It's a hard light hologram where, you know, Red Tool goes to punch this for he believes to be Batman. It goes through, but then you switch on the hard light where now this hologram could choke yeah. out red tool. I'm like, that's yeah, cheating. I always out. hate that shit. I don't mind. It's funny. And where you also get the thing with this book that I like, and this is where we talk about the yakety yak and stuff. Uh, Frank Thierry also lets and Naki Miranda have some fun as well. And oh that, this is what we want. This is the things that we want to have in an old, any sort of Elseworlds story. We talked about it when we had the Nightwing New Order, even that, even when it's not a jokey book, what we like is you have the playground opened. You know, yet the toy box is yours now. Let me see what you can do, especially in a future story like this. Let me see what you're going to grab and throw out there and do this. And one of the first big Easter eggs that I really thought was funny and not funny, I thought was cool was when Batman's there and he's like, look, this is the real me. He, I said, he's like the blob vampire deal in Blade kind of. He's just this guy and he's there, but he's using his AI and his control, his mind to control these robots. And you have the bat robot, the bat bunny robot, uh, Batman from the new 52 at the end. And it made me giggle. I just, cause nobody likes that Batman. And there he is the robot. Oh, you, Batman got the, and, you got the Azrael Batman. Yeah, too, you got them all. Took yeah. up. You got a lot of different things. And even stuff and I don't even cool. recognize going through. And that's cool. That's not a joke. That's cool. But it made, it's kind of a joke just because you see that bat bunny deal that people hate it. And we liked it enough, but yeah, the whole deal is, Kind of getting this world building where Harley's like, man, what happened? What happened to you? You're so old. Was it the the fact that Nightwing got killed? And you see Nightwing's suit there. And then Batman's like, yeah, you know, he was my ex-husband. Like, no, no, he, he was your son. Batman. Oh, okay. And they they keep going with this. Uh, he's just seeing it. He's old. And the whole deal, again, kind of a little a over the top with, now. with Red Tool just keeps with the, the whole deal of, you know, this city, you know, you're going too much. Yeah, I didn't care for that as much with that because I didn't really care because we're leaving anyway because what happens is Harley says, listen, Joker's back. And I want to know if it's really him. Can you tell me if it is? And he's like, no, no, there's no way joker's alive he died i should know and the one person who really would would be catwoman i'll take you there that the thing is that made me laugh is you've already set up that this bruce is senile as hell see you can't go by his word but they're gonna go (laughs) off to arkham to find out if indeed to talk to catwoman it's such a weird thing when you have this whole thing though that uh that you have these characters and they're talking about the death of Nightwing and how Harley was married to him. But when you have the flashback, they're like, why yeah. isn't Harley at his funeral? Like, I know she didn't Gordon care. Flash, she was Wonder busy. Woman, Superman. What was she doing? At one point later with Catwoman, we find out that she got, Harley got kicked off the Justice League. It's, it's all the fun of an Elseworlds deal. She goes to Arkham and now it's just for goofs. You, you go to Arkham. That's now a retirement home. And Eggie's there with Eggman. They may be co- a couple. She even I says, oh, are. man, you're always with they Eggman. Totally they're there. Yeah, so that's and fine. The is, both- for some reason now, I want to see makes Eggman reimagined in a current Batman continuity to become yeah. some kind of like, yeah. you know, I still want him to be we always laugh Price, at Eggman. But I love Eggman in the Batman 66 show, but you never get to see him because he is played as a joke. I want to see him come back as a current villain who is kind of a threat to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I like – and you go and you see that – 
all of the people in Arkham, these older villains and things like that. Plus, just as a joke, Anaki Miranda, they are watching Golden Girls. So sure. It's right there on, on the TV, which makes me the laugh. Arkham home for the criminally insane retirees. Yeah. Yeah, and you have, you know, they're there, they're eating Clayface by accident. You have a lot of things going on. They're playing tic-tac-toe on Saz. But to me, the best is Riddler, who's walking around. And what makes me laugh is Tom King has made Riddler like this this type of character that everybody, like, oh, man, he's so kick-ass, whatever. He just walks by and says, riddle me this, where are my pants? And he's Actually, the thing is, I hate to say it, I think my... My favorite thing, I think, is Kite Man on the far left there trying to fly a kite instead of just laying on the ground with him holding the string up with the freaking helmet on. It's funny. He's just there with the helmet trying to fly a kite. That's funny. You have Mr. Freeze, like all the guys there. They're old. They have Crazy Quilt and things like that. Crazy Quilt say, hey, you here to break a sound? She's like, why would you want to get broken out? Batman will beat the crap out of you. Just stay here. (laughs) Then King Tut goes by, which we heard. You weren't allowed to use him, but he's here. Yeah, he walks by. He's nude. He's got I don't know, I'm, I'm you, I think I actually his, his really wang. like the Killer Moth as well because while yeah, Mr. Freeze and Clayface are sitting there playing dominoes, Killer Moth is he's eating watching. Jello. Eventually, though, he's just starting eating Clayface. This Jello yeah, tastes he's like eating shit. Clayface. You're eating me. <laughs> he's like, that's a Jello, you idiots. Me. He's just enjoying it. But I <laughs> for like some the reason, old... For some reason, Clayface yeah, wearing spectacles you, makes me giggle. You like that? <laughs> it's funny. I also like. <laughs> I also like that Mad Hatter has retired to an old dude. Cap. <laughs> it's an old dude cap. Just playing, there. Just playing oh, freaking exes. What's it called? Uh, now? I can't think. Yeah. What the hell is that game? Tic Tac Toe. On the back of Zaz. Yeah, just on the back of Zaz there. Makes me laugh. See, these are the things that I like to laugh at in these type of books, but they go to see Catwoman. She's a, she's got a jazzy, and she's there. And and I like that the, some of this I do like. I like where she's pretending that she can't hear. And I, hey, this reminds me of someone back in the day. Sorry, I don't have any more Ben Gay. I'm telling you, this is comedy genius. This, this to me, now we're going back to old, you know, old time radio comedy that I, I will says, go with. It reminds me of someone back in the day. No, I don't know the celebrity chef, Bobby Flay. <laughs> it's so funny. And then they start talking and then he's like, it's funny that she knows what I'm saying now. And, and Killer Croc comes in because that's her husband. And uh, yeah, yeah, it is funny. I've noticed that myself. And, and they start talking about, hey, did Joker Killer die? Killer Croc like, with yeah. a cane and suspenders makes me happy yeah. too. A cane and suspenders. <laughs> that's all we need. Because he looks yeah, fine, really. But he's got yeah. a cane and suspenders. I'm like, yeah. all right, old man, suspenders. check. Yeah. And so you have it where she's like, yeah, you know, Joker died. He, he ended up dying. Uh, Lobo took care of that. It happened in Vegas. You you know, when you got kicked out of the Justice League and you That's have like, a Justice well, maybe League. Maybe you'd know if, that, if what happened if you weren't, you know, kicked out of that Justice League, yeah. loser. And, and again, you have the Justice League of Power Girl, <laughs> Lobo, Aquaman, Nightwing, and Catwoman. Yeah, yeah That that's sounds fun. pretty goddamn you, you cool. Have yeah, yeah, and it, it was that Lobo ended up, you know, he Lobo's the one who really, you know, put the nail in the coffin. And she's like, sounds well, I right. guess he's on the list now. We're going to head off to Vegas. And that's where Aggie says, hey, I, I just had this new transporter put in. I, I don't know why, but he's got it. I want to test it out. I'll send you off to Vegas. This is a great test. And uh, you even have, you know, the continuing drug red tools. Like, I don't know. I heard teleporters mess with your sarcophagus. Then you have Catwoman call back from two pages ago. Catwoman <laughs> comes good. in with Croc and says, hey, we're going with you. 
And they're like, oh, man, I knew you'd come around there. Catwoman's like, no, no, I'm just going after my stupid tool husband here who's demanding to go. And they go, and it was you set up I'm going to let him go off with you, his ex-wife? Yeah, yeah. Not on my yeah, his watch. ex-wife. And that's where we got that earlier of the uh, how many people that Harley Married ended up marrying, including Croc. Frank Thierry. Frank Thierry is one of the guys. Yeah, Frank Frank. So that made me laugh as well. Uh, Earlier, it was mentioned that Bloodhaven had been turned and pretty much escaped from New York. It is the crime city, uh, a walled city. So, yeah, Big Tony. (laughs) So they end up getting teleported. You know that that's where they're heading. So they they end up because two of Joker's guys are hanging outside. That's the thing is, too. We have these guys who are pretty much the droogs from Brigano. yeah, they, they are. are. Uh, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Orange. Yep. But they're clown versions of the Droogs. They're like, all right, this is a teleportation scramble. We're not sending them to Las Vegas. We're sending them to Bloodhaven, which is now it's escape from Bloodhaven because it's a walled off city. Yeah. We're the yeah. worst of the worst. It's a walled off city. Go. It's escape and from New York. When I look at the characters there, it looks like you have like a – it's almost like the, the humongous from Road Warrior or Casey Jones with fucking Samurai Swords. you got Master Blaster there. Like you have all these yeah. characters that seem to be, you know, like strange parodies of like dystopian futures. Like, it looks like you even have IG-88 there from fucking Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it does look like IG-88. It's cool. I like it. I, I like all, yeah, Casey Jones up there <laughs> definitely is him. But yeah, that, that's the fun of these stories. So I'm having fun. I want to so have I. fun with this. And, I'm telling you, you now the fact that we're going to escape from New York with Bloodhaven, I'm like, yeah. I am so in for next issue. And that they have some guy like a, a midget over there. He's on top of a, a you know, that's a Master gimp. Blaster from, from, uh, Master from Blaster? Beyond, Thunder, from Beyond okay. Thunderdome. Yeah. I'm telling you, I can't remember stuff like that. So yeah, you have it all. I just call him a midget on a gimp. That's all I need to have. But yeah, I, I like <laughs> That's, that's called I, a Saturday I, night. Yeah, and it's that next there will be blood. It might as well just say escape from Bloodhaven. It, it's awesome. I, I think that this is a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun if, with this, yeah. If you can just say, like, that's all it's for. This is not going to change continuity. This isn't the new Harley that's going to continue on because it is an alternate God, future after something that she had done to make it this way. And at the end, you would guess that they'll get the time changing 3000 and she'll be able to go and change back what she did wrong or not or whatever. But this is an alternate timeline. So I have fun with it. I thought that a lot of the jokes hit. The visuals were awesome. And I now think the visual jokes. The Monster Hiller 3000 for a lady, strong enough for a man, but made for a yeah. woman. Yeah, see, you got secret. They got a secret deodorant parody. That's all Being I mean. Hit I, at the beach and parties with the Monster Hiller long time there was a long time that tanya her secret i i stopped buying deodorant i used her secret because i like i you know what that do you know what that smells like it just basically smells like baby powder and i like that smell i don't i I like that smell so though now what we get at work is the guy that we work with who shits his pants must end up shitting his pants and instead of wiping his ass puts baby powder on and it's a combo of baby powder and shit that makes me ill. It, it really does. I say, boy, you be illin', is what I say, Eric. <laughs> I, was, I, get, <laughs> I ended up giving this an 8.7. Uh, I, I could even go as high as a 9. Again, it's not something that's out there to change the world. But, no. you know, I, I most of the jokes hit some made me roll my eyes. So I gave it an 8.7. I could go higher, though. And I'm enjoying both issues of this and, and hope that I continue liking it as much throughout. So what what would you give it? 
I really enjoy the art in this, and I'm having fun with the jokes and Red Tool now that we have him back in something. And I'm telling you, by the time, like I just said, we get to Escape from Bloodhaven, I'm like, well, I'm already in for next issue. But some of the things are a little forced, a little hokey. You know, yeah. like you said, not all the jokes hit, but I'm having a great time with this. Maybe it will go up as the you know this series progresses my score. But right now, I'm giving this a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, my. You sounded like you were a lot more positive than that, Eric. I'm that done. I is, am a lot uh, positive. Tony, when was yeah. the last time I gave a Harley book a 7.5 out of 10? That is true. And, yeah, these people are like, oh, I want to just get back to Sam Humphreys. Well, first off, if you're going to base your review on that, Sam Humphreys didn't go away. Y- no. You can still read your Sam Humphreys all you want. Why is that a diss on this book? I, I just don't 7. get it. 7.8 out you know? of 10, Jim Fine. See, and and really, when people give it under eight an eight, ten. I think they're jerks. <laughs> there you go, Erica. I'm actually sending a message to Reggie now too, because we were talking about uh, this is behind the behind the veil, Eric. I'm lifting the oh. veil. We were supposed to talk about a book tonight. I didn't think we're getting done no. anytime soon. We're long winded here, uh, but yeah, I'm telling him. You think we're going to continue to be long-winded with the next two It ain't happening, dude, is what I just said. People (laughs) love this stuff, right? They love hearing me type. This is the sort of thing when people say, like, man, how long does it take you to edit the podcast? (laughs) I'm like, basically, I'm I'm lining shit up on Audacity. I got a button that I hit that I think just as magically does it after I hit the button. Yeah, really. I wish. This is Edit that out. Edit that in. Magic. Edit that in, Jess. But yeah, I'm telling him it ain't happening tonight, brah. That's what I just said. Though I'm afraid I said we're at least, and now this is the thing too behind the, you know, lift the curtain a bit too. We're probably, I would would say from this point, we're about an hour away at the most, right? I just told him we're like two hours away. I'm really not into talking about that book tonight. I hope I'm he doesn't not, listen about, to this, Eric. I'm not talking about that book Edit at all, so out. I don't care. Edit that out, Eric. I just I, I don't need to talk about books at 2 a.m. anymore. That's not my scene. I ain't digging that I, scene. I just, I'm, I'm curious how long you think it's going to take us to talk about The Silencer and Kings of Fear. Well, here's the deal. You, you, you say that there, maestro. And, and while you're saying that, whenever we're done, you're done. So you kick your feet up. You probably, I would guess, number one, you're probably going off to Walmart and you're going to buy know. yourself a meatloaf sandwich of no, some sort. No, my stomach hurts right? too much for that. You, you want a sandwich or you want a sandwich? But with that, that or, you're, or you're going to sit there and say, yo, Jess, get that ass over to the, the Burger Kings or something like that. And you're going to be sitting there eating while I'm going to have to talk about a 90 page issue. On a Friday night, I got better things to do. I got a lot. All know I that? know is that where we left things off yesterday afternoon is like, we're not talking about that book. And then 20 minutes before we're going to get on, well, I'm, I'm reading that book happens. real quick. We're going to talk well, again. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's the thing, though. You, you say this, and then you, you peoples out there listening, this is what happens. I sit there and I say, listen, nuclear winner, more like nuclear sayonara. That's what I said. That's clever, <laughs> <the> clever right? <laughs> more like nuclear summer. And then I say, we're not talking about that. We got so many books. We have 18 books. We're not. Uh, Reggie's like, oh, man, I want to talk about them. No, no, we're not. And then I start thinking to myself, you know what? There's going to be some people who want to hear about that book and want to hear me lose my mind because it's OK. It's one of those books. Yeah. But I think I end up feeling like I'm ripping people off on a free podcast <laughs> by not talking about it. So you're that. insane. I got you. Yeah. But the, I'm insane for the people. 
Uh, uh, my insanity it's all for them it's all my for you, insanity is for the people and i say all this and in the roundabout deal that's really screwed up is either two things are going to be happening now people have already heard us talk about that book earlier <laughs> or i've ditched it so either they're like yeah you know he did talk about it he is for the people or they're like Wait a second. I just looked at these timestamps. I ain't seen no nuclear winner going on. He's a dick. He is a lying piece of shit. Which, yeah, that's true. I don't think that's what they're going to say. <laughs> it's true. They're like, you said that you promised that now. But look at you. But, yeah, it's getting late. It's Friday night. Friday yeah. night. Did you ever imagine as you were growing up that on a Friday night, the night where the people like to partay, you would be just talking about comics uh, like no, this. No, because as a younger person, I thought that critics and reviewers were pieces of shit. I'm not saying you're a critic. You, some people do these podcasts where they don't give any sort of opinion. Now, this also, that, that, that also leads to uh, me being called a, uh, what was it? A tool and yep. a tough guy. I mean, a tough guy yeah, I here. I forgot all about that, yeah. damn it. And also that we were too opinionated. Uh, I ended up finding a two-year-old Reddit discussion where it became a Jim and Eric hate fest. And it really got yes, me down. things like that, too. It gets me sad, too. I sit there and I'm like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, the, the one guy, he seems short. They didn't say that. But they're like, the one guy, he curses as if he thinks he's a... He curses like he thinks he's a tough guy. And, and you know, he ain't no tough guy. I'm like, you you want to see that? You're Maybe they're talking guy. about me there, Jim. No, they weren't talking about you. You know who they're, they're talking about me because I probably was reading some <laughs> book and I, I fucking started yelling and losing my mind. And, and we get that whole idea. We have iTunes reviews that basically say, you know, Jim and his faux anger. I'm telling you, you tell my, my doctor that I have faux high blood pressure and, you know, faux anger at my children. It's nonsense. My, my kids today told me. Tanya Kind of like your faux blood work. Yeah, really. That is faux blood work. <laughs> it wasn't faux dog shit on the floor either in that doctor's office. Me and Tanya were talking about uh, a bunch of things on our Jim has issues with his wife podcast on the mm-hmm. Patreon. And she brought up the fact that when, uh, y- you know, the shit went down in this house. Shit went do. down where I was almost not in this house. And so it was almost given like the ultimatum of do you care more about your fans or, or the family. And then basically it was rolled back because they thought that I was spending too much time with them and they really didn't like me. They, they figured out that they didn't like me so I could go back to podcasting. <laughs> that was revealed today. It made me so happy. Uh, silencer number I'm one. I'm a little sad now. Yeah. That's why I'm talking to you now. There you go. I'm here with my buddy. My no, no, buddy, I'm sad that me, they said that to you. Yeah, I understand yeah. with your podcast a lot, but it, for them it, to say it, that, it just, holy it, shit, it, it has things to just got real. Back, yeah. If I if I sit there and worry about that, I'm going to be. I'm worrying telling you, about you are that. more upset about this Reddit thread than what your I, family I'm telling thinks you, about I need you. To, I, that's because it, do I want a sandwich or do I want a sandwich, Eric? That's I what it all know. comes down to. <laughs> Silencer number eleven, uh, and it is by Dan Abnett, art by Jack Herbert, or. A bear, if he's from the the, hey bear. the bayou, if he's from the bayou, he may go by a bear. bear. Tom Derenick, for Mike Spicer, and Tom Napolitano. Napolitano for her. Silencer ribbed for her pleasure, Eric. Silencer has been one of our favorite New Age books, but the overall story is 
drug a bit. We started off with the idea of Talia Go getting her former agent on her guest back for one last mission, and then just ended up as a comic version of It's a Mad Map World as every piece of crap tried to become the leader of Leviathan. Which I do love that movie. We have had Freaky Fridays, Mr. Supers, and Kaiju in theme parks, and now it looks like Leviathan might actually fall until it doesn't. Will Honor be able to stop Talia's rebirth? <laughs> or will Leviathan rise and take Honor away from Jelly Bean for good? And this uh, is where I I, I... I don't care about any of this bullshit. When the fuck did Kadeem become in the snowy mountains? <laughs> no, that, that's what happens. They end up... When you go... I don't know if you realize this. You get higher, it gets colder, Eric. That's what happens. And so... Quite, you, you, you know, I, if I, I smoke I a lot of pot, I get colder? What Damn you right. About? You do get colder. You, you're one mean-ass bitch when you're high. <laughs> you cold son of a bitch. You too high <laughs> I don't for get this. near you, then. But yeah, you end up where the, the funny thing is, is these New Age of Heroes books are becoming full out. They're going full in with Leviathan, full <laughs> Leviathan, when we already we know have them now. We have showing up in action comics. Well, now we already know that Brian, Brian Michael Bendis wants to do a story with him. So I don't know if this sort of thing is going to end before that. Get this Leviathan nonsense out of these books because it's weird or – if we're seeing that Dan Abnett is actually because the whole thing in the action comic seems to be this rise of Leviathan. Yeah. And so maybe we're seeing the beginnings of it and actually reading this Are you this telling book me this is the most important benefit. New Age of Hero book? Yes. I'm saying maybe this will benefit us going forward. Now, Dan Abnett is I just is really known. hope – I'm telling you, Dan Abnett did a lot of stuff with Leviathan to bring this, you know, honor guest war going on, you know, the silencer yeah. book in whole with Leviathan. He's done a lot, but – I really hope that when we take it over to Action Comics and Brian Michael Bendis does a little, we'll have this tweaking with it, we can get away from body mods because I'm tired of Maybe. all of Leviathan being body mod goddamn yeah. assassins. I'm with you. The The other thing, though, is is we had said that Silencer seemed to be the book that was – and we talked about this with Reggie earlier with the Terrifics. And I said Silencer to me seems like the book that is further away from being a Marvel parody. It's one of those that kind of pushes that aside. Until the end, that they become Hydra. It's Hydra by the end. I'm like, really? I (laughs) just said it this week. I just said it this week, and now you're you're throwing a Hydra deal in here. All they need now is to have Superman. (laughs) They don't trust my face. Maybe we'll get that, Eric. But yeah, with the would you consider Leviathan the Hydra? Would you consider the League of Assassins the Hydra? I would think that Leviathan's the Hydra. League of Assassins is kind of a mystical type thing that seems a little more, you know, in the past. I don't know. I, I really don't. Because this is kind of like an offshoot of the League of Assassins with Talia running things. Yeah, but it is. it seems like they're going with a Hydra thing with us. Now, with this all going on, you have to remember that Honor is going to make sure that, you know – Talia doesn't come back. Yeah, we got to destroy this goddamn Lazarus pit to make sure she stays dead. Yeah, her plan is Talia doesn't come back, then I can just kind of get rid of all these other nonsense. Goodbye, silencer. Hello, honored guest. Hello, Jellybean and Blake. And so while this is going on, Blake and Jellybean are trying to figure out what Blake is. Jellybean's just playing with this Mr. Super Saiyan. That shit. kid, that kid could be in the middle of a nuclear war and he is not going to know what's going on. That kid and I was love putting him the Zoda silence one too many times, I Damn think. Damn right. Uh, so Blake is trying to figure out, oh, where's my wife? Is she dead? Whatever. And then comes the, the, the deal. Why didn't she want to stay with us on vacation? So he's trying to figure that out. <laughs> That's is, really you, thrown this, out there. 
this poor emergency worker who's trying to get the name stuff like that. The stuff that Blake is yelling at her about, you know, yeah. about his marriage and stuff she's like, like that. She's like, I don't like, know, you know what degree uh, you think I have, but, uh, you like, know, she's very why nice. Didn't she, why didn't she want to spend a vacation with her family? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know who you are, but I have a lot of I work actually, to get done. Please. I actually had this weird thing that I thought they were going to hit it off. And this was going to be the get them out. They, where you have, they had a like, jelly bean. <laughs> well, I want you to meet mommy's mommy too. Meet <laughs> second mommy. <laughs> Meet new mommy. Uh, her name's Guest Honor. But seriously, uh, but, I'm thinking so, to myself, you're in a weird, possibly snowy p- attraction park, you know, theme park or desert yeah, theme park. In the desert. action land. You're up in the or, mountains. Or the, I'm saying it's either the desert or the yeah. fucking snow. I don't know what's going on with Kadeem anymore. But you have the Blake and Jelly Bean doing all these like roller coasters, all the action and stuff. Of course she wants to go off and do some spa shit because she's stuck with Jelly Bean 24-7. It makes a lot yeah. of sense why she'd want to go and do this. If I yeah, had a chance, Jelly, I would do Jelly this Bean, too. Jelly Bean doesn't bring a lot of adult conversation to the party. It's what Jelly Bean ain't doing. <laughs> Jelly Bean's nice enough for a laugh. I don't know if you want to be around him that much. But while this is going on, you have Dan Abnett where I, I do like this issue. I will tell you, I don't. It's just that. Not enough goes on again until the end. He has a neat setup here where you have the head of quietus. You you got the freaking dragon. You you got all these things going on, but yet he still can drag things off. Yeah, Michael. And uh, Michael just wants to be – he wants to be a real boy. Eric is what he wants to be. He doesn't want to be no dragon. And so you have this where they're going to find Talia and you have an all-out fight. You're going to have a fight anyway. A lot of the people are going there to try to stop Talia as well. Honor is well, not the only like one the who had I- this idea. I actually really do like the idea of this other assassin character, Raze, that's introduced. I'm actually, we might have seen him before, but for we the did. name sounds He was from, the one okay, who blew, did. I think he's the one who blew up, ended up uh, part of that blowing up of that, you know, big uh, mall like thing. Mall yeah, mark? I, I be, yeah, I believe he was mentioned then or he was there. See, I don't know. Yeah, I'm telling you, the name the sounds very familiar, but he, exactly. She is the quiet where he is the invisible. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I it's weird like that, that duality they, of the silence. It's weird, though, that she doesn't know about him, but he seems to know about her. That seemed a little off, but it makes sense the way they're di- the one thing that i don't like in this is pretty much by now are, are we all under the opinion that the silence it, it really is not a very good ability the thing is I you mean, say that but, and i was thinking all about it when i was reading this issue where say you're an assassin right and you got to yeah. make your way through a complex to get to your hit and stuff like that you start making everything silent so nobody knows anything's going on I'm like that's a great assassin power yeah but what? Why here outside in the snow when nobody's so there? So they don't know who she, when they're coming up to the mountain. No, pe- what like, you know, happens temple. though also is you also have a, a dragon, Michael, who can help you. You can't talk to him. You can't coordinate any attacks. Head he's of Quietus can't drag. say anything. Yeah, I but that's what I'm quietus. saying. He, he, people are saying things. But yet nobody's saying anything, and I don't understand why this is really a great ability all Silence the time. Silence is not I a team player. I don't know why she uses it here. I really don't. Is she trying to stop an avalanche? They're up in the mountains? You know what? Because there you there's go. That's no a good reason. point, too. But there's no reason for her to quiet everybody's You just down. answered your own question, Jim. <laughs> I did. It's just she ends up getting attacked by a guy. And, and silences everything. It, it really doesn't make sense unless she's afraid. Guards will hear whatever, but it just doesn't work out very well. It does work I out, like, it. like you said, if she goes in and does something. But she's been using this for everything, and it's not that great. The better thing is, this is the problem: is we we found out right away in this series that 
the the cone of silence was hardly the best thing. It was her suit that could end up being a 3D printer nano, for anything yeah. she needs. Yeah. that So that's her ability, not this nonsense. So you go, she goes into the place she wants to get Talia. And it's a little, uh, you know, you're not going to get a lot of tension going because she basically goes in. They find Wishbone, the worst Wishbone. name ever. Michael She's in a goes wheelchair like, oh, now. She's, my, her energy Wishbone, is please. It's so funny, too. Wishbone, please turn me back to a man. I'm a man. And she's like, you know what, Wishbone? You were right. I overused my power and burned it out. That does not you're help me, Wishbone. A, you're a dragon, Michael. You're a dragon. That's so like my buddy worms, cuts every time Michael. he got high. I'm a dragon, yeah, Eric. Yeah. No, you're not cut. Shut the fuck yeah. up. No, no. Yeah, shut the hell up. So you go, and they're there to stop the Lazarus Pit, which makes me laugh because it looks like a Lazarus Pit right when they walk in, but they don't really react to it where you see Wishbone. Looks like that's a Lazarus Pit to me, but they go like in. A thing opens. Talia's already come back, and she looks hot as hell. She has come back pretty. Eric, she walks out, and the art's great this in my mind. She's definitely her sexiest yeah, self. She is. She is. She is sexy as hell. She comes out, and she's like, "No more fighting. The war's over." Every and it's a cool scene because everybody puts their Just, you know laser I, sights that's on the best her. Too, where you have yeah. all these different body mod factions who have been warring the Battle of Leviathan, trying to kill yeah. Tal- like Talia to take over whatever they want. And when she comes walking out, sexy as hell, and all the guns are just trained on her. Then yeah, and she gives her speech like, "That's really cool." And it's so funny because I'm sitting there and she's there and those beautiful green eyes, Eric, that are staring to my soul. She's like, listen, you guys, you wanted to kill me, but this was all a test. You guys passed. Congratulations. You passed because what you found out is you can't survive without me. I know. She's like, this was just a test, everybody, to see what you would do. And you saw everything. I'm telling you, if, if Jim Warner's there. The, the gun is popping right in between the eyes. <laughs> I am killing her. I don't even care if what she says is true. I have done enough. I've I've gone to Kadeem for crying out loud. I've walked up a mountain. Somebody's dying, and it's going to be you, Talia. And I'd shoot her, and then they'd just put her in the Lazarus pit again. The, the whole thing is rinse <laughs> and, and repeat you. anyway. Yeah, but still, I'd do it. I but even yeah, like the whole thing there. where she, go, she goes through the whole idea. This was a test. We've we've weeded out the the, the bad ones in the yeah, group. Now we're the it's strongest. It's the survival left. of the fittest. Exactly. And the thing is, so when everybody's it's kind a, of you know, cool, right? Leviathan kind of thing. You know, if Quietus had a body, you know he'd be shooting right now because he just <laughs> seems so like, well, Leviathan, I'm just a, a head, he, god damn it. He does have a head cannon. And I'm I know, not talking I know about head. your head cannon. <laughs> he ends up at one point shooting that cannon off, and I thought he that was, was going to go. He's just a head. He's looking for a body. Uh, but yeah, they, it's all there. I I'm like, okay, no you know, body. Leviathan, it, this ends up, yeah, this ends up Nobody. with the whole idea. Now you're talking, there might be a little bit of a song after this book, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, no, a little quiet or something. Uh, but yeah, she's like, this was a test. That song's we not quiet out, enough. We weeded we out the weak guys, all that. Everybody, we're going to move forward. All hell. Leviathan, and they all, and I'm telling you, it's Hail Hydra. Everybody's going, she's like, huh, looks <laughs> like everybody's in except one. Yeah, I love the all. thing, too, where you see everybody, and you just see, like, you know, you have honor guests, the silencer, just kind of bolted out between everybody else. She's not doing anything. Well, there's always one, isn't there? I'm like, yeah. this is going to be every, <laughs> she's, she's going to have to fight her way out of freaking Kadeem. Yeah, yeah. It made me laugh because at one point I was hoping possibly she'd use her cone of silence now. And, you know, Talia's like, okay, those oh, three like didn't yell and goes after them. I'm telling you, no, there's like three people that end up in the cone of silence. She's like, I don't know. They're raising their hand up like that, but I don't hear them saying anything. They Kill did. them. They did. But yeah, you have all these people going. I don't mind the series uh, right now. I'm telling you, it's uh, we're doing a weird thing where we were, you know, 
kind of just treading water I don't mind for a while this. there. This but actually I don't mind is exciting either. to me now. Exactly. And really, if you see it, damn it, all hell. Quietus's head with his bro shades on just sitting there. <laughs> Silencer isn't even holding him anymore. He, he, he dropped him on the floor. Off. He's on the floor. They're going to use him as a doorstop. That big chin. And then you even have Michael, who I like. I, again, I like Head Quietus and I like Michael. Kind of make me laugh. You know, the dragon and, boy. Tal- and even when Talia's like, very good. She looks so happy. Such a happy girl there. And then she looks. Yeah, she out. just yeah. fooled everybody with this stupid. Yeah, it was really. a test nonsense. Yeah. Oh, Isn't my God. These fucking idiots test. fell for it. Yeah, basically, she's like, it, it was a, you know, this was a malfunction that is now a feature. It's what she's saying, and she's back better than God, ever. Just, her sexy just look self. at that picture, though. It's in the second to last page where she just goes, hmm, look how awesome that looks. The goddamn yeah. art in this issue. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it looks really good. Uh, so, yeah, and we have uh, our man V. Ken Marion is going to be jumping on the book as well. Uh, maybe awesome. next issue. I'm not sure. So we'll like that, too. But, boy, when Talia comes out of it, that is not a Lazarus pit. That's a sexiest pit is what happened, Eric. Holy moly. But yeah, I guess I, might have I not would... have gotten to the spa, but I know somebody who did. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't think she needs a spa. She, how do you think I got so pretty? Uh, I think that uh, I would probably give this a seven. I actually like it. Uh, and this is continuing now, and especially well, and since it's it making feels a that rebound. It is bigger with going to Action yeah. Comics as well with Levine, so yeah. it does feel more important than anything if else we're connects. dealing with with the New Age of Heroes. If it I'm connects. telling you, once once Action Comics starts and Leviathan is being run by you know Harry Johnson, Seamus we'll McCoolahan, Harry Balls, something like that. Harry is Balls, that his name. We're working Harry blue tonight, Balls. boys and girls. Or actually, I think that Brian Michael Bendis would probably want a woman to uh, be the leader, so it'd probably be Jen. Jen Ittles. Not Jen Eric. <laughs> no. No. I'm cracking myself. Really? Your oh genitals my. is making you fucking hardy hard, hard that much. <laughs> I, I set it up for all that time. You didn't even <laughs> chuckle. No. Oh, I'm not seven. Go, go talk to Jen. your kids some more. Yeah. This is what I'm talking. This is why I like Harley. <laughs> you know, Jen. <laughs> you know, uh, Anita. Italian. Uh, I need, I need a man. Uh, why, I need a man. Why, to why can't I get a man dog and kiss? Maybe your standards are too high. Yeah, I'd give it a seven. What What would you give it? No, I really love the art in this. And are, you is, you know, are you really Are you here. in stitches? Are, are you stitches. almost like? Are you almost like uh, you know Scarecrow in stitches? Is that what's happening? I'm, I'm cracking you up. You you consistently crack me up. What, what what would you give it? I'm giving this a seven out of ten as well. <laughs> what are these pauses? You you are a contemplative man tonight. Every I'm like, hey, what'd you give it? And you're like, I hear the smacking of the lips, <laughs> or 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 is that fucking air ride or some other goddamn transformer you that I hear you clicking around? I hear you clicking that goddamn thing. What would you give it? Seven out of ten. No, oh, yeah, I wanted the smack of the lips again. Well, now that you ask me, I really, yeah, I I think that it is one of those. We said that we're going to go to issue 12 of of some of these and then ditch them. If the next issue is pretty good, and then we said we can kind of is our guy, so we would continue with it. So we'll, we'll probably be continuing with this one. Eric, we won't be continuing with this next book after issue number six. Oh, are you aware of that? After this issue. No, it's a six issue mini. That I know what it is. Joke. That's the joke. I don't like this book though. References coming now. That's the joke. Batman Kings of Fear, number four. 
Oh, I, this is one of those books that a lot of people in the Slack chat even like. A lot of the Get Fresh Crow people, Bear, that they like this. I want you to like it. I need somebody on this podcast I to, to, to like guide. It. I, I need happens? somebody to guide me through this book and tell me what I'm missing because I, I'm missing something. I don't know what it is. Like what? But a it's plot? missing. What's the secret ingredient we're missing? Maybe a plot, a coherent story, something new? Decent dialogue? Is that it? A little dash of non-cliche? Is that an ingredient there? I do like the art. I, I do actually I like the art anymore. a lot. I thought I did I initially, like but I'm, I don't like I it do. anymore. I do. I like the Especially art a lot. Especially when you get to the Jim Gordon as, parts. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they have splash pages in each of these issues that I always get a kick out of. I get a kick. Out of Life, Eric Batman, Kings of Fear, number four, written by Scott Peterson, art by Kelly Jones, Michelle Madsen, and Rob Lee. Scott Peterson started off the series with an old school attitude that fit well with Kelly Jones's art. As the issues have gone by, however, I've been losing interest. Sure, the idea of seeing the Scarecrow psychoanalyze Batman using fear toxin, if in fact that is what's going on, is an interesting premise to start out with. But so far, it has led us to cliches and things that we already have seen and already know. Throw in some wacky and confusing scenes and all I'm left with is pretty pictures to look at and marvel how much I like pointy-eared Batman. And that's basically what it comes down to. I'm telling you, there's parts of this book I don't know why they're there. Maybe I'm forgetting what happened in previous issues. Please, if you're not talking about Jim Gordon showing up in an apartment and roughing up guys, I don't know what you're talking about. Where the hell did that come from? No, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, actually, I am talking about that. But (sighs) interlaced within that, the goddamn guy who has to turn on the bat signal and the bat signal scares the shit out of everybody. I don't mind that, though. It goes against a lot of stuff that we've seen in Rebirth of how they explain the bat signal. And that's a thing that that's not the same as we get mad. But I'm telling you, we said before when in James Tynan's run in Detective, he said at one point and Batman even said People see the bat signal and that gives them, you know, a good feeling yeah, inside. We joke knowing about that it, like, people get terrified. We joke that yeah. we get the hell out of town. Oh, that no. bat signal Shit's goes out again. and you, you see that here, which makes me laugh. And the idea in my mind is to, in a weird way, a convoluted way and not a set up way, is to show that and remind you, hey, by the way, you know that scarecrow, what's he all about? Fear? <laughs> Remember, that's what Batman's about, too. That's Batman does deal in fear. And so you're getting this idea in this that he wants you to play off that. The problem I have is the same card, huh? Yeah, yeah, really. Two sides, the same card. I've never, maybe the coin. Just the two sides of the same card, there, buddy. Yeah. Never, heard that, never heard that one. But yeah, you go. And so with this, though, yeah, Scarecrow, he's analyzing Batman. <laughs> you end up where? So what he gets this whole thing, and people have said to me why they like this is because it's an interesting premise. Scarecrow actually trying to figure out Batman. But he figures out that Batman that Batman had a, something happen to him as a kid. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want people to die. He wants kids to not lose their parents. And he's upset that he can't save everyone. Please. I, I, we get this in every story. This is something that it's – you may not have seen this in a story. You know why? Because it's a given. This is like we're in math class. I know the given of Batman. He had a problem when he was a kid. He doesn't want it to happen to anybody. So what you're doing is you're getting a unique premise in your mind to get back to 
a non-mystery that everyone knows. So, And then throw in the fact that it seems like they're huffing because this fear toxin was made with cleaning chemicals. And yeah. so you have all this. And yeah, I don't mind seeing Batman reliving his parents. But how many times are we going to see this? And when it comes – and then I do laugh where Scarecrow's like, huh, tell me. Do you remember the first time we met? And he's trying to put a, a, no. a pencil in his mouth and he can't. It's stitched up. And yeah, it's like <laughs> you, you don't remember. Is that like kind of a joke? Of kind of, I, I don't know. Jim Warner remembers. Yeah, really. I remember. I'm so old. I, I remember before Pepperidge Farms. But you, you have this deal where, you know, Scarecrow's trying to figure this out. But it, the end result is what we already know. Well, I'm telling we you, already we, got, know we essentially stuff about have Batman. Batman laying on a couch while Scarecrow, you know, yeah. studies him with the whole idea. How do you see yourself? Oh, you see yourself as a Superman Batman, do you? What about, you know, who's your favorite lady? Oh, no, not those ladies. Are you seeing what he's seeing? What are we doing here? Oh, well, no, that, your favorite And that's the thing that we Gotham. said this before. This happened in Batwoman. And with the needle, who I, I don't want to spoil things, is Scarecrow, uh, yeah. where how does he see these things? How does he see the fear? And so the, the thing is going to be wrapped around him by the end. I'm guessing in the end, there is no fear text. And I said this from the beginning. This is oh, what I Batman that thinks too, anyway. Until this issue, when they start talking about what he used to I make the fear I just think that they're it. visualizing in the thing. and, and But the, it doesn't that kind no, of point that you, he just with, gave him chemicals and it really the, isn't a fear toxin? With the fear that the uh, Gotham has in general when they see the bat signal and then that great little picture of you know Batman in the clouds with that making up the, yeah. like, the signal being his that symbol. That you think kind of thing. the like, city has I don't the know, fear the city must as well. be. They're fucked up beyond belief. I mean, you do get the idea that you're never really going to see another book with Batman drinking a martini in a hot, in a hot tub, tub with the whole costume on, with the ladies. We're never going to see this again. But yeah, you have a little wink with the Catwoman, and yeah, the whole thing of what what Let is your true you. love. And they're like, true love, you know, it might be this. Oh, no. And that's him as the playboy. And they're like, no, no, don't don't joke around with me. Who is it? Oh, Catwoman? Well, that could be, but not quite. Because you know it's who Lady your first Gotham. love is? Your true love, Lady Gotham, it is, the city. And then you get a whole page of, yes, no, no, yes, I, I, can't, no. And I'm like, really? We're, we're just a fucking treading water here to get to the end. Because now again... We're going to uh, – oh, my, I never heard of a, an idea that we're going to explore a Gotham that's better off without Batman. Oh, my. Batman, take this a look out the window. This is what Gotham would be without the Batman. Yeah, we, we've seen this a million times. We, 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 this is nothing new. No, I don't know what's going and on because the stuff I'm seeing, it looks like it's half built. Well, you're also – we've seen this, but the way you're getting there, I don't understand because Gordon then – Gordon is trying to find – Scarecrow to yeah. eventually find Batman as well. What's but the thing the is, scene have we forgotten is about just, the whole idea that he had the hostage? I know. And the scene is he just bust into this house, this apartment. <laughs> Where is he? Let's fight. No, let's talk peacefully. We don't need to fight. Yeah, you're right, but not now. And then now it's a Mexican <laughs> standoff. I don't know what's going on in this book. And then in the meantime, he has, Gordon has set it up where at this time you set the bat signal on and he, this guy does it. Like, I, I hope I don't mess it up. He's got one. He's like one of those guys. You had one job. He ends up <laughs> pushing the wrong button, but he, he turns it on. And the whole city loses their mind. Oh, no. Lock up the doors. Oh, <laughs> He's no. He's on the prowl. It, 
I laugh too because it does look as if in this book it's like midnight and uh, lock the doors, don't let the kids out. Yeah, it's midnight. You know, it's, it's really late parent. out. That's not called yeah. anything else. I mean, just having to say that shows me you're a piece of shit parent. That it's just I don't know what's going on in this book, and it just it's nothing. Well, even but the I idea like the where the one, the, the one person says within the window as they're staring out at the signal, it's like it is, but I don't know. I still think he's on our side. I'm like, what side are we talking about? I like, why I are you afraid? Know. Like, what has Batman done yeah, before yeah. this issue? Well, you don't know. That's terrified. the problem is you don't know is this, you know, Batman has just come about and they're not people like you. You know, those stories where Batman is still a mystery and people don't know if he's good or bad. Like or is stories, that, yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, we're living in here. I don't either. I don't either. And when you're throwing out some things and not explaining it and getting in a convoluted way, even the point like, how do you how do you see yourself? And he sees himself as super Batman, and that's like it's so quick and, it looks and nothing. To me. And then he ends up getting shot by Tommy guns and then falling down, and then you know, Scarecrow goes, and there's the Batman we know. Oh, what? It looks like he's taking a shit. He's down there. That's the Batman we know. Because he's clenching his fists? Because he was down and got up? Because he fell down? There's the Batman we know, the one that doesn't like to be shot at. (laughs) There's there's the Batman we know, the guy who's afraid of bullets. Oh, my. Such a a Batman you are. But, yeah, I just – and then they go into this thing. It's like, how did you get this – how did you get this fear toxin? Well, you know, I was in Arkham and I I got some cleaning at you. You could have killed me. Yeah, possibly. What? What's going on? But yeah, I don't like it. I do like the art more than you. Uh, but because of that, I, I don't even care 4. about the 9. scarecrow anymore. Because I'm telling you, it's just I old hat. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I gave it a four nine. What would you give it? Four out of ten. I'm not. I'm not yeah. caring about the art anymore. The dialogue's terrible. Yeah, that the situation's terrible. If I didn't this... care about the art, I'd be down to a two. Yeah. I'm glad I at least like the art. I'm trying to be positive with this. I positively hate it. So there you go. That's accentuating the positive, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I look at again. I know that maybe people are like, "Oh, here he goes again with these." Looking at reviews, I'm a four nine, right? I'm not, and I know. Say it. Yeah, that's your height, there, shorty. I wasn't even kill about you that. I will I kill you. You calm down. I'll kill you. Little the, guy. The next, the next, <laughs> the next, it's a seven. It goes from me a four nine up to a seven, all the way up to nines and tens. How is this a 10? How is this issue of Batman Kings of Fear a, a perfect issue? I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I just don't know this game. Did, did we not get the rule book? Are we the There's greatest rules? American hero? We we got the goddamn suit, but we didn't get the I instruction manual. I do fancy manual. myself a young William Cat. <laughs> do we have sexy William Cat hair? I mean, is that what's happening here? Do I, I hope have, so. And you are Please you tell me, William Cat? Is this my sandwich? I, are you Will, William Cat? And I'm the next best alternative to that hair, Willie Ames. Is oh, that Willie what's Ames. going on here? He might be Bad Willie Ames, Ames now. <laughs> How dare you're William Cat now, so take that. I don't know. Maybe he looks good, William Cat. Maybe Kat. nobody uh, knows. Maybe 
Nobody does know, including everybody listening. Uh, but yeah, what what happens? What happens in this crazy world that we're living in that that people just will give out tens like this? And it just, I know it's a it's a it's a broken record. But this guy who gave it a ten, I look, Eric, he has given. He's only done twenty seven reviews, so no. he, he's new to the game. You remember I, back then, I right? Do. I've never cute given little, a ten out of ten. So cute I don't know. little guy. He's twenty seven reviews, and his average score is a nine seven. How him. is this? He's he keeping really... that fandom going. It's all on his shoulders now. <sighs> Toxic fandom. That's what you are. Now I'm, luckily, we're done because I'm depressed now. I'm Aww. depressed at this whole deal. You want to do some gorilla beatboxing? Yeah. No, I, I don't think I could. I don't no? think I could do any gorilla beatboxing anymore. You want to go hang out with well, Charles? I, go. I, I, was, I was just going to do something. I'm telling you, when I start to rap, I do the motion where I'm crossing my hands in front of me. We all know. They can't see. We all know. I'm the generic white rapper is what I am. That's my new name, generic white rapper. Uh, back in the day, I don't know when, we used to review books and not give them all tens. <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good right there. I like that. Little gorilla beatbox there for you. But yeah, I'll do a real beatbox. You want, you want to lay down a beat? You know I have no rhythm. There you go. <laughs> oh God! No, I always have to fall back to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stick him. It sounds like a guy who's. It sounds like an out of shape guy trying to have sex with himself. Is what my beef. So any member like. of the Fat Boys masturbating. Basically, yeah. And, and masturbating is basically eating cookies or fried chicken. I imagine they ate a lot of fried playing chicken. playing with himself. The guy, the guy who did the human beatbox, he dead, Eric. Buffalo. <laughs> there, that was pretty good. I'm, I'm that was pretty good. And then if you want to do a Ooh. little uh, a little other, you can do that no, crazy no, 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 We can't do that. That's Dougie Fresh stuff. I it can't sure do is. Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh is the best. Uh, but yeah, that's it, Eric. That's the end of the that's podcast. It. And I hope that yeah. brought your, your, your spirit up a little bit there. Just thinking about a Dougie little. Fresh and his strange yeah. clicks. Dougie Fresh and those. There you go. Can't do it. Can't do it. Is that good? No, it's not. It's just, well, it's getting better. I, I'm no, going to work no. on it. It's just doing, you work on that bullshit. <laughs> It just sounds it's gross. Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I used to be able to do that better. I can't do that anymore. I, I am out of uh, practice with the human beats boxes. But yeah, and that's when it. So we're going to go. practice. I yeah, wonder you when know. you could do the clicks uh, was, well. Uh, 86 is probably my oh. best year of beatboxing. I, I was I was a young up and comer in 85. 86, I pretty much hit my stride. I was done by 89. By 89, I was Everybody forgotten. was done was, by 89. I was one of the forgotten beatboxers. I mean, really. I mean, really, you have a band in your mouth. That's what I used to say. I said, hey, you like a band? I got a band in my mouth. Next thing I know, I'm, I know, uh, I'm I, backstage I, I know at Aerosmith. <laughs> we happens. all know it. I'm in the backstage at an Aerosmith concert. I said, all I said was beatbox. And you said, no, you wanted the band in your mouth. I'm like, listen, I don't How know what's you going on backstage? here. backstage? Yeah, really. I mean, you got to work your way backstage. I know the rules, Eric. I know them. You don't have to follow them, but I know them. But yeah, that is the end of the podcast. Eric, and we're going to go off to our book of the week. All right, Eric, what is your book of the week? 
My book of the week is Old Lady Harley. A cut above the rest, Jim. A cut Ooh. above the rest. Old Lady Harley. Woohoo! That's what you the said, Aaron. Stu- yeah! Stu- hey, a stupid book. It's out of continuity. Is somehow the best yeah, thing coming out. That's mine, too. That is my book of the week. And even though some people hated it, it seems, and want to throw shade at us for Not being maroons. Science. We're maroons, we are. But yeah, uh, that was my favorite. Now, next week, we have a bunch of books and some really big books. Now, again, Two of these books will be on the Patreon-only spotlight, mm-hmm, picked mm-hmm. by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Eric. Boop, boop. What up, Fresh Cup crew? Yeah, so if you want to get involved with that, I will mention a last time that we have the Patreon account, and it's the beginning of December, and you can listen to all the stuff in December for free until you get charged in January, or if you want to bail before that, we'll never be charged, That's but you'll probably year, be listening to some of What happened to 2018, huh? What yeah, happened? who knows? Here's the books that we're going to oh. have. Adventures of Super Sons number five, Batman number 60, yep. Deathstroke number 38, Doomsday Clock number eight, The Doomsday Clock, Green Arrow number 47. I'm looking. I didn't actually look to see if that was the beginning of. Nope. I believe that's the end of the Benson's run. I just pulled it up to see. We still I have believe. one more citizen story yeah, to take that's care it. of. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe two. I don't know. I got to, I, I got to keep a little uh, more track of those things. Harley <laughs> Quinn number 55. All right. Back to Sam Humphreys. Justice League number 13, which is actually a. Uh, uh, Legion Tynan of Doom, Tynan issue, yeah. which seems like that's really quick on the draw again. It was two issues ago we had a Tynan issue, wasn't it? Yeah, yakety yak. Martian Manhunter number one. That will definitely be on the podcast because that is a Jeremy book. That's part of the Orlando Zone. The that Orlando not, Zone. That will not be part of the picks. That will definitely be on with later. We'll say the unexpected number seven, the penultimate of that. Is there any way this Martian Manhunter is the penultimate issue? No, there's still issue. one too many there. It's a 12 issue maxi. Uh, we have Nightwing number 54. See what old Rick Grayson is up to. Red Hood Outlaw number 29. Eric Shazam Man, number one. Week. It finally is coming out. Shazam number one. Suicide Squad Black Files number two. Curse of Brimstone number nine. I don't know who talks oh about my. that. The Dreaming number four will be on the podcast. Uh, because that is a Sandman deal with Reggie and Chris. The Green Lantern number two. I hope that I enjoyed that a little more so than I, I did the first. The Unexpected number seven. As How I said, unexpected. that's the penultimate issue of that series. And the last one is something that will be a flash review that I've kept up on is the United States versus Murder, Inc. Number four that I'm kind of enjoying that jinx world. Okay, book, good. That will be a flash a flash review as we are doing those I was going to ask if you're now. still into that because I, after that first yeah, issue, that's I the only fun, one, but it seemed to get away yeah. from it. No, that's the only one that I'm actually talking about in the flesh review. Not cover? So, not Scarlet, not, not cover. I, no, I, I tried. That cover that other covers one? only at issue number three, I think. And I read that second one. I couldn't keep up. It's either I'm a dummy or I'm a dummy. Uh, yep. It's either yep. one of those two. Yep. I didn't know what was going on. I was really having some problems, but uh, <laughs> there you go. I really. A lot of yakety yak going on yeah, over there. No, huh? it wasn't even yakety yak. It was, you know, confusing, <laughs> confusing. Me to read? Yeah, I'm like, what, they, they expecting me to remember what off? happened the issue before? How dead <laughs> do they jerks. think I am? <laughs> Why can't this be the flash where it's constantly Listen, reminding I mean, me? Really, I mean, we, we have a decent, you know, decent enough popular podcast here that DC better start getting on the ball and writing books for me. <laughs> Those are books that are three pages long and have one word bubble. 
There you go. I'm in. Is there? A, are we at the point? I thought that by the time we're almost at 2019. Is 2019 when I can get the mind chip and just put it in my slot there, and then I don't I, have to I, read? I'm really tired of you telling me the stuff you put in your slot. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'll put anything in my slot for the, for the right money. And I'm talking a nickel, a shiny I know. nickel. I know. I'm starting to lose my vision, too. I'm having a lot of problems. Where I, I was even driving today. I'm driving down the road. We're going off. Your time to King go to, Vision? We went to Barnes & Noble. Yeah, I'm losing my vision, all right. So I'm there. And I, I always I, – I have a very bad thing where I'm driving. I get very distracted by billboards. I love to read the billboards. And I also drive everyone else nuts in the car where I'll just say things. I'm like, huh, it's the worst when we're on vacation. When I'm going, I'm like, huh, they got a GameStop in this town. Ooh. <laughs> They they got Wawa. Oh, and it's just I just announced what is things. Wrong I with you? I realize now though I'm driving. I'm like I can't read these things. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. I'm like I think they might have a, a place that oh, sells worse. bondage equipment. And Tony's like, no, that's a Harley Davidson store. That's I'm a like, bail same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, I, I just can't read billboards anymore. And I also sit here. Keep your and eyes I on the goddamn road. I want to watch TV, and I'm sitting there. I'm like. Why am I watching, the, you know, it's so Raven. I, I'm actually watching Saved by the Bell. I, I don't know what's going I don't know on. Why you're going to watch any of those? You're a grown-ass I'm man. A, you're almost 50. What is that? Well, yeah, right. They, they, we hear the clicking uh, of Air Raid the whole time we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Where you is have Air the Raid? nerve to say that. <laughs> in, in the, I'm uh, a man I actually, I actually said to Tanya in the Jim Has Issues with his wife podcast, I said, can you imagine me right here in this room? And I'm lying on the ground with my feet kicking. I'm playing with Transformers. <laughs> what would you do? And she's like, I wouldn't put up with that. I'm like, well, Jess does. And then uh, Tanya had the nerve to say, well, Jess has other things to play with, like her dildo collection. I said, you better watch it. My. She may be listening. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, really. Edit that out. And then I got done. Right? She's not on Patreon. Done. She can't hear that. No, I know. But you never know. You never oh, she doesn't know hang out the cellar dweller and get his cow. You never cow. know how things are around. Yeah, really. She's <laughs> on the cellar dweller account. <laughs> and she's the one who keeps voting for these books we don't want to talk about and stuff. Oh, Jess. You, she is our foil, isn't she? Oh, she's she's one big snapperoo, I say. I don't know what that means. Can you tell me she got a big pussy? What's this big snapper? <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's disgusting. See, that's that's you being a tool. That's oh, what you're saying. Quite I, I that actually, tough guy. And just just to end this, uh, earlier on the podcast, we were talking about talking about Raven, and then obviously by now you realize that it was a flash reveal. It's because I did go into the Slack and I said, is anybody reading Raven? I, I got no response. Nobody even said yes or no. Finally, right now, as a double A run put crickets, is all <laughs> That's all I put. Nobody's reading that book, but it's almost over. So there you go. I'm really, I, I don't know why we, we do this whole podcast. It's a longer episode and you decide at the end to go blue. You're, you're working the lazy man's comedy at the end. We, like all we of a sudden almost, I channeled my inner Reggie. We I don't know what almost happened. in and out of that. And that was one of the most disgusting things that you have said ever in quite some time, except maybe that myself. time you said, I think that Tom King's a decent enough writer. Then I said, whoa. Who Come am I on. talking to? That would actually be the, the tell that I'm in some fu- – you're a clone. And right when you say – the minute you say that, I want to see a belly button and I want to see it right now. Stop asking you to see my belly button all yeah, the time. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to edit that out because I want to see – I want people to see the real Eric Shea. That was, we all know that you'll only edit yourself out. That's right. That that was really a, a little off of, of Eric Shea's beaten path. The man-child – 
and actually said the P word in a really weird. Oh my! It, it, <laughs> the P word. It's really taking me aback. I wonder Step what though. I wonder what I'll find out they said about you and Reddit in three years. <laughs> I'll go back. And I'll, I won't even know. I'll be like, and then like Eric anybody used the P still word. Listening. It's a longer really? episode. Yeah, really. Nobody's listening now. They're already tuned down. Remember uh, back in the day, this used to be the time when the fun started, Eric. At the very end, we would sit here and it would be around 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh, God. I, I, don't, I don't even think that I could even uh, begin to do that again. When we used to do the podcast all night. And by this point, we were so goofy, drunk with no sleep is what we were. <laughs> drunk and, with no and, and sleep. Watching the sunrise out of our windows. At one point, I remember as I heard birds chirping and got so it made depressed. Me angry. Got me so depressed. But Eric, that's it. Now, I, I am saying this while I am doing all of this yakety yak, as they call it. I probably should have loaded that last bit of soundbite. That I don't have God ready. Damn it, what so, is wrong so with you? I don't know, Eric. Uh, can you tell me more about Jess? Because what you said Hold earlier was. You mean? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You took it to another level. I don't know what level. you meant. You went third level thinking with that. You might be a 10th level intellect, but 10th level no, intellects would not go not. blue. They would never go blue. That is the lazy man's comedy, Eric. I've so heard that. I just want you to know that. Also, faux anger is not the way to lower your blood pressure. It sure doesn't work. Tough it's guy. not a relief. It's not a relief, tough guy. I'm telling you, I gotta, I gotta find this guy. This guy called me, said I was cursing because he thought that I thought I was a tough guy. It got a little convoluted, but I went to look for him. And usually, Did you say I'll something track about the, his girlfriend being a no, snapper. Usually, I'll track these guys down. I couldn't track them down. That guy disappeared. And I'm telling you, I, Do you I don't want to buy. I'm telling you, I don't want to be blamed. But, yeah. You're talking about how, you, oh, I just found this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Where's your alibi, Jim? I'm, re- your I'm alibi? really, I'm really setting he it ain't up got now. No alibi. You ugly. You ugly. There you go. <laughs> this is a uh, callback here. Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, Eric.